I'm from the CB generation, because I'm a, little, a little few years older than you. You just missed it. By the time you were like 10, 11, that are, that are gone. So a mate of mine had CB handles. What was your and, CB handle? I didn't have one. I didn't no? have a CB. You didn't have a CB? I thought you would. Yeah, I wanted one, but we, you know, we, we were skinned, so we didn't have one. Dad didn't think that was a priority. <laughs> it wasn't top five. Were they expensive? They cost more than fags, and Dad wanted to buy the fags. <laughs> He's quite keen on your smoking, old man. So, can I get a comic, Dad? Is it more than Ziggy's? <laughs> Is it more than uh, fags? I don't think so, mate. I don't think you're having a comic this week, are you? Breaker, 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 breaker. This is Coffin Boy. <laughs> breaker, breaker, Lungy Lee. This is <laughs> Coffin Man. Tenfold Lungy Lee. This is Yellow Fingers. Watch your 20, come on. <laughs> what does what's your 20? What's your location? Okay. Yeah, we just used the phone. <laughs> <laughs> my, my granddad had a party line, like a shared phone line. What do you my mean? dad's dad. What's a party line? Well, it, it, it cost less to have a party line, so... Phone it up and your granddad would talk sexy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Granddad, I know for a fact you're not wearing that because I can see you. <laughs> I'm wearing an apron covered in some lard. I'm wearing a pair of <laughs> beige elasticated trousers and some comfortable shoes. And I'm wearing a tartan some shirt. Some grey slip-ons. <laughs> and uh, uh, a, a nice uh, shirt that your mother bought for me from uh, Little Woods. And I'm hard. <laughs> I smell of yardly for men. And uh, imperial just leather. I've just had a nice shave. <laughs> I've brill cream my hair and i got a fucking big boner. And I'm... <laughs> I am um, watching the racing. <laughs> and I, I'm watching. I'm going to have a sandwich in a minute and read the paper. <laughs> I'm going to have a sandwich and I'm picking out in from the garden. And I've got some big old balls on me and I'm in greater shagging. There's <laughs> <laughs> some rhubarb, rhubarb crumble in the fridge. That's from the garden as well. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> A big hard on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got some eggs from the chickens out on the coop by the by the washing line. And I'm covered in jizz. I'm, <laughs> I'm eight inches and the cat couldn't scratch it. Um I mean, I've got a cat. Uh, He's not allowed to. I'm just in a, I'm just shedding some peas. But I have and I've got a stiff on when I'm doing it. Oh. Yeah. I, 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 I need to do something with this harder before I go down to the post office to get my pension. <laughs> I just filled in a betting slip from the 2.30 from uh, Aintree. And, uh, oh, my arse is ready for action. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I finish putting Nan's eye drops in, I'm going to write all get my arse cheeks apart. <laughs> oh, here she is now. Duff, for Christ's sake, stop there now, Graham. Nope, that's it. Yes, I know she's called a sexy nan. That was a different context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is too far, Grandad. Yeah. So, uh, I've, uh, party I've, line. I've got a big old, I've got a <laughs> big old bone, and uh, I've also got about £40 worth of premium bonds, so I'm... <laughs> Spot the ball. Have you seen my national savings uh, little, little book? I'd, I've got about 60 quid in there. I've got, actually lost the book itself. Uh, I've been checking my prostate. Uh, I'll, I'll show you the photos if you like. Takes a lot of sauce, man. There's no, people that'll get off on that. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, some people, that's as far as they're going to get in the pod. That's it, though. I don't know. <laughs> Spent. Yeah. They tuned in purely for sexy time, and now they're done. I bought a full-sized Bruce Forsyth cutout, put it by the door, <laughs> had the Generation Game music lined up for when he walked in. <laughs> and Kelly had found, what a thing. Uh, there's this beer called uh, Juice Forsyth. <laughs> Which has just got a silhouette of Bruce on the cans. <laughs> Occasionally, you'll meet a young person who's never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I met him. Uh, oh, shut up. No, I'm jealous. Oh, you did? I did. I did uh, stand-up on the Rob Brydon show, which was oh, a sort of chat show with a little segment of stand-up at the end. The guests were me, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, and Bruce Forsyth. So Bruce Forsyth. So Sophie's last-minute booking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 who do you think was like Shet? Who, who was heavy, supposed to be? Who was heavy penciled in? Who did I say the radio time? <laughs> <laughs> the thing I'll never forget about him is I hadn't done much stand up on telly at that point, so I was nervous. But I turned up and they said, "We want you." There was no one in a lot of ballroom though. But, <laughs> oh yeah, there was no one in the there was no one in the studio at all. They said, "We want you to do your set as if there was you know three hundred oh, people there." And we're right. gonna just just so we so we so we'll have a version of it then. So we might you know for for sound which which could be useful if, if there's an issue oh, on the nights. And I found that really hard to do. Yeah, I think if you do Unless a lot, you of, that's, a lot of silence though. Yeah, and I think <laughs> <laughs> there's cameramen there. You've you've played smaller audiences. Come on, uh, yeah, and quieter. <laughs> and then they brought Bruce out. And they said, so what are you going to do? Gonna, and he was like, oh, I'm going to do this thing, and then I'm going to do this dance, and I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And he said, do you mind doing that so we've got a video of it in tape before the record if there's some issue? He was like, yeah, no problem. He was the consumer professional. Oh, I bet he was. And he turned it on, yeah? He just turned it on. He performed as if he was at the Palladium, and there were 2,000 oh, people Oh, yes, there. please. He turned you and go, that's how you fucking well, do it, Well, and there were about six people there, and they all loved it. And then oh, after yeah. five minutes, suddenly there's 50 people there, and everyone's loving it. And he was a complete entertainer. Oh, man, I'm really jealous. And what I loved I as love well okay. uh, was we were all in the wings waiting to go on. We all went on at the same time. And Bruce just ran through all of those old sort of showbiz maxims. So he was like, he was like don't worry, Rob, if we, all have a, if we all have a bad show, it's your name on the title, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. It was amazing, yeah. Anyone in from Newcastle? Hi! Anyone from Liverpool? Hi! <laughs> nice to see you! <laughs> to see what? No. Which is, let's be honest, a shit catchphrase. But they often are. Yeah. Mate, I did it the other day. Did I tell you in Swansea Grand? Well, you did a nice I could, die, you. I could die a happy You just did Bruce's act. You came out tapped out. No. <laughs> I did a piece of material, which I'm, I'm not going to... No, no, gonna don't, do don't it spend it. it. The end of it is, I say, but it would be nice to see him. Yeah. To see him, him. And I, 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 first time I ever did it, I didn't know what was yeah. going to go on with it. Yeah, everyone went nice, nice. Oh, fucking yes. But what a weird catchphrase! But also, yeah. how does that start? That's perfect for you, Mike, because your fans are very elderly. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are. That's yeah, good. That's true. Yeah. yeah, they spend though. <laughs> <laughs> They've not been hit by this cost of living. They've crisis. all remortgaged their houses. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even that to the kids. They're not even that to the kids. Great pound. <laughs> Good catchphrase. They were the days. Every, every, all the entertainers back in the day had a catchphrase. Shut that door. Own, yeah. What the shit fuck catchphrase. is that? I need a shit catchphrase. 
Am I still getting paid? No. <laughs> Am I still getting paid? What does Daddy like? Cash. Who <laughs> 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 are we not telling? The tax man. <laughs> Honest 70s entertainer. <laughs> What's my sexual preference? Dodgy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> who don't I bother? And who doesn't bother me? The tax man. If you do that on your tour, I would be so happy. I'm going to do the tax man one. Do the tax do man the one. Tax man, man. And then you got to you, you've got to rub your you've got to rub your thumb and forefingers together and go yeah <laughs> full loads of money style to the audience Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and who are we not telling <laughs> what a way to get investigated though or is it the or is it the yeah. ultimate double bluff yeah 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 you, you, you wouldn't do that would he I'll think of my tax records rubbed today. Voice note for Alan. It's an actual moron. <laughs> We're not selling the tax man as a catchphrase. <laughs> I'm going to do it in the show. Oh, my God. Oh. You could choose eight sports, <laughs> and then that one moment that you would yeah, choose to show call. an alien. Oh, I like say, it. And say, what do you think of this? I see. I don't know. I haven't got any eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak English. <laughs> It's like, you know, if you if you had to... Because obviously there are some people up there who don't like music. Imagine we make fucking... <laughs> there's a closing card of the fourth kind, right? And all else wants to do is show you, like, clips of Match of the Day. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> this is how you're going to understand this better, Dickie guys. Davis. Right. Dickie <laughs> Davis. World of Sport. Des Lynam, not Dickie Davis. Ray Stubbs. <laughs> he, he, is, he is our king. Ray Stubbs is, is our... He is our president. <laughs> Play for Bangor City for a little while. Take me to your commentator. <laughs> Jonathan Pierce, loud man. Loud. Get Gary Newborn. Yeah, take him. You can take him. <laughs> Experiment on him. Take him back to your planet. It's fine. Use your probes on Newborn. <laughs> Leave Motson alone. <laughs> National treasure. Get up the ramp, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Stubbs must be protected at all costs. <laughs> Final score. Yeah. Yeah. People can't get to the game. CFAX not work. CFAX. <laughs> Show them Maradona's second goal against England at the 86 World Cup. This is as good as the, per- <laughs> the person losing his temper in the in the background is Jimmy Hill. <laughs> You'd be able to probe his body because he's he's passed ab- away. Ab- abolish abolish the maximum wage. <laughs> Child slang for lying when you stroke your chin. Ch- Jimmy Chinny Reckon. Jimmy Hill. What what, what, what <laughs> are people Jimmy Hill? Yeah. Just stroking my Jimmy chin. Jimmy Hill. So much Jimmy Hill. Jimmy Hill, reckon you did. <laughs> what a second St. George's Cross bow tie during Euro ninety six. <laughs> Aged, aged badly. Aged badly. <laughs> Looked like a jazz musician in the 50s, but was actually a footballer. Yeah, like a skinny acker bilk. 
Akabelk. Pebble Mill at one. Oh, where do I fucking box? Go <laughs> back to your own planet. Let's get to Pebble Mill at one. Within your first conversation with an alien. <laughs> You've got, you've Peterson, got the, Peterson Lee, you've got Dharma. The, the whole history of human civilization to pass on. Yeah. <laughs> sort Pebble of lunchtime viewing. Children who were ill off yeah. school ill would watch it. And Pebble, Pebble Mill Studios in the West Midlands. <laughs> Titchmarsh. Very eclectic bullet booking policy. Launch ball for Alan Titchmarsh. Titchmarsh. Before Gardner. he became a, ra- a raunchy novelist. <laughs> Who's buying fucking Titchmarsh sexy novels, by the way? Can you imagine him talking about having his fucking dick licked? Alan Titchmarsh. Dick licked. <laughs> I haven't read them. I'm, I'm assuming that's the sort of thing is in there. First I haven't pitch. read any books. I'm not going to start with Titchmarsh. <laughs> You're like an alien. <laughs> You've never consumed any culture. Your first ever book is Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> your first book is Alan Titchmarsh. Your first, the horny gardener. Your first TV oh, show is Pebble Mill at One. The first footballer you're aware of is Jimmy L. <laughs> the first item of clothing you're aware of is a St George's flag bow tie. Boys, boys, get back on the ship. This sounds mad. Let's get oh. home. <laughs> There's no Simon Says in my dear boys. I used to watch East Enders three nights a week. My mother, my mother claimed we never watched soaps. That's bullshit, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It suited my mother's agenda to say we didn't watch soaps. Yes, just like we didn't eat junk food, which is also bullshit, yeah. right? As I remember, my life was entirely soaps and fucking frozen pizzas. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mom has a very similar agenda. You've never seen yeah, Dallas? Yeah. We see, I, saw, I saw every episode of Dallas with you. Yes, with you. How do I know all the Ewins? How do I know Cliff Barnes? How do I know Dusty? Yeah, right. How do I know about all the spin-offs, Knots Landing, and bloody you know all these things. You haven't read up on it since, have you? No. Uh, I haven't read about Falcon Crest in school. <laughs> I watched it here with you. So the Sullivans. All the Americans. Sons and daughters. Young doctors. Country practice. A country practice. Neighbours twice a day. Yeah. Emmerdale Farm. Twice a day. Neighbours twice a day, yes. Bubble come twice. D- I would have, watch it as it went out. Another transfer. the aerial going that way. Then the omnibus on a Sunday. I'd watch the whole thing really? again. Yeah, EastEnders yeah. every episode for years and years. Yeah, yeah. From the first one when the old fella dies in his flat. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. Emmerdale. <laughs> Emmerdale? Didn't watch Emmerdale. I'm, oh, I watched Emmerdale no. Farm as a youngster. I don't I've know never, anyone who did. I've never met anyone who's no. ever watched no, no, it. No, no. It's really interesting, that. I think it's... Corey, yes. Enders, yes. It is some sort of... It's a front. Crossroads always seems like What do you think parody. it is? Like yeah, some sort yeah. of tax thing? Yeah, it is It is a tax thing. Is anyone tax in off? ever watched Emmerdale? My mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law. Okay, so yeah. that's one. One is, person. Is, is your mother-in-law a fraudster? <laughs> She's part of it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> She's in on this. Your mother watched it in the Cayman Islands. As I started... Crit- <laughs> I started- Imagine they were actually <laughs> filming it in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> Emmerdale scam. Amos. Living in the in the M, in the Cayman yeah. Islands with his yeah. big sidey. Lovely. I mean, as soon as I started criticising Emmerdale, somebody walked out. <laughs> um, he did. Well, I'm not standing for this. I will not have Eastern, uh, Emmerdale criticised. They they dropped the farm, didn't they, about twenty years ago to make it sound cooler. To make it sound yeah. relevant. Yeah. 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 Hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emmerdale Farm. No thanks. Emmerdale. Yes, please. <laughs> Yo, Amos. <laughs> yes, Amos, what's happening? <laughs> what? <are> you, what? <laughs> yeah. Amos, York. well, get the fuck out of here. Amos. <laughs> Amos, you all right? You're actually Bigfoot, Amos. What? 
the fuck you on about? Well, yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> Heartbeat. I watched every episode of Heartbeat. Oh, that looks Nick shit. Berry. Well, Nick Berry was from that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Wixie. Wixie. Well, Heartbeat. I'm Simon Wicks. Everyone fancied him. about Heartbeat. Obviously, it's set in the 60s, yet it lasted far longer than the 60s. <laughs> it was on for about 18 years, yeah, Heartbeat. Yeah. My friend Sean didn't realise it was set in the 60s. She just thought the people in the North were backward. <laughs> oh, she's got a point. <laughs> she just... She just assumed that women in Yorkshire. Or try not in Royal Elfs. Well, Leeds have a new midfielder signed from Juventus uh, on loan, I believe. Weston McKenney. Oh, this is a good clip. And this is uh, Weston McKenney explaining why he doesn't have coffee before a game. Do you like pasta? In Italy, we eat very well. If I don't eat well, it's impossible to play. To <laughs> throw a little bit like. Like a cookie or like a brownie or a burger <laughs> or something and they're like this, you know? Then I'm like, okay. Pizza? Pizza? Yeah. I love it, yeah. Do you know what ranch dressing is? Ranch? No, I never It's a tried. white sauce. So it's normally for salad. If you put the sauce on the pizza. What is he doing? I'm scared about American dressing. <laughs> no, we use just olive oil. Nothing more. It's amazing. Do you like coffee? No. Italian coffee, no? no. If I drink espresso, I shit myself. <laughs> really? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what a cultural exchange. Uh, scared of ranch dressing. Yeah. And if he drinks Italian coffee, espresso in particular, he shits himself. Yeah. I don't know why I found this so funny. I just wasn't expecting him to say that. I was expecting him to say... Oh, it brings me up in in the wrong way. Don't like it. Yeah, oh, I yeah, don't like it's not it. Not for me. Too yeah. Strong for tea or whatever. Like yeah, tea. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's forever. Sure. Fucking shit myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> what it is? I mean, I have a coffee. I will shit my pants. Like. <laughs> Doesn't stop me drinking it, man. <laughs> I love it. Like, but I'm gonna be sat on the bog while I'm drinking it. Like, <laughs> I will immediately fucking shit. Like, I'm ever. Well, I set myself up for work in the morning. I've got a toast by the side of the bath. I have a lovely slice of toast. I gotta make. I have a fucking kettle by you, right on the fucking side, and I got my mellow birds by there, look, and I have a lovely big mug of coffee while I'm having a shit, and it fucking does me a wonderful fucking power of good in the morning. Lovely. But you've got to be careful the toast doesn't fall into the bath when you're having yeah, a bath. Yeah, yeah. You, you will die like. Only got one bathroom, so. Only got one bathroom, so the wife's in there showering as well, I'm shitting away. Yeah, yeah. She but it works for it. us, you know what I mean? It just yeah. works, like. Yeah. <laughs> One of those systems that just works, be proven to work time yeah. and time again. She has a nice drink in the shower, man, because it makes her piss herself, <laughs> innit? She, she does yoga in the shower these days, because since she had the kids, like, she will piss herself doing yoga. So she calls it hot yoga, but it's actually having a piss in a shower, like, when she's doing it, like. It's a way, right, we're a right old odd couple, the two of us. Yeah, yeah. There's me shitting in my coffee, and there's her pissing in her yoga. And she. But and you she, know, we, we're still together, man. Yeah, yeah. Still shagging a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> Against all the odds. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and often if, I, often if I'm tired in the night, but she fancies a little bit of it, yeah. then I've got to have another coffee to get myself going again. It doesn't seem to put her off in the slightest. 
<laughs> and she does the old pelvic floor exercises, you know, after having right, the children. Yeah. They are working in fairness, but there's nothing I can do about the coffee and shit to myself. <laughs> As my mother and GP have told me, it's just the way I'm made. <laughs> <laughs> just the way I'm bloody made. Just affects man. me in a certain way, I saw. No better or worse, just different, isn't it? <laughs> just food at the end of the day, isn't it? <laughs> For part of nature cycling, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a cycle. What I doing is that why didn't Elton John write the song about that? <laughs> oh. oh, I suppose it was Tim yeah, what well, he Tim Rice wrote the lyrics, wasn't it? I should I should have a go at Tim. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Elton. If you're out there. <laughs> if you're not dead. Google it. <laughs> oh, Hope you enjoyed. Right. My clip is the world upside-down beer-drinking champion. Oh, this is class. Alan Hunter, a man who can really hold his beer, whichever way you look at it. For nearly a year now, he's been defying the laws of specific gravity. Drinking beer the right way up his form is impressive. He's capable of sinking 32 pints in an evening. The only time he's ever tasted defeat was when he was beaten by two seconds over a five-pint sprint. But to be fair, on that occasion, his opponent was a horse. The whole thing may seem a pointless exercise, but if nothing else, it does get him the odd free pint. There you are, Alan. Get it up here, as they say. It really, it really is amazing, Alan. How do you stop it coming back down this way? It just comes natural. But don't, don't you get any feeling at all that what you've just drunken is, is about to come out again? No, 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 no. How much do you spill, do you reckon? Pardon? How much do you spill? Not a drop. What started you off on uh, drinking upside down? Oh, I read about it in a paper and put an English one down it. Uh, two and a half pint and two minutes, four to five seconds. So I thought I could do better. So, not put off by umbrella opening. I've decided Jeez, to dip my toe back into things that definitely aren't sport. But definitely are for the purposes of this podcast. This made me laugh, mate. Made me what laugh. This made the me laugh. Fuck is this? Wow. What a tragic, tragic man. He is to me what I am to Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just felt sorry for him. I there are two fantastic moments to this clip. Go, go on. Moment number one. Yes. When uh, when the when the uh, presenter says and um holding his beer certainly isn't a problem for him because he's capable of drinking thirty two pints in a night. Yes, great that he's great that he's put a figure on it. Thirty-two pints in an, in, a, in one session. Thirty-two pints. Um, the other thing he got into upside down beer drinking as a Scottish person because he saw or read in the paper English. that an English an Englishman is capable of doing it, and he thought, well, then I need to I need yeah. to do it, and I need to do it better than the Englishman. Fuck that! I need to do it quicker. Englishman had done two and a half points in two minutes and forty five seconds. Yes, God, that's specific, isn't it? Isn't it? It was yeah. really specific. But also, I love all these. So, there's a couple of we done like this, right? Is their personality is always inversely proportional to what you think. What you think it would be? Yes. Yeah. The guy is completely fucking devoid of any personality. Uh, but he is upside down. He a laugh, wouldn't he? Yes, my question is like, you, uh, and, and how much you spell? He goes, no, I drop. First of all, he goes, pardon. <laughs> they yeah. left that with Yeah, him. he does. <laughs> pardon. <laughs> 
imagine how boring this prick is, honestly. They were shit at making telly in the 60s and 70s. Awful. Oh. They were so bad at it. I, I love that they interview him upside down. There's no laugh. Really there's no, no humour in him at all. The man is upside down. Why are you doing this? I'm doing this because the English do it, and I want to do it better than them. <laughs> I want to do it faster than them. That's the only reason. Oh, my God. And, like, it makes my buy him a free pint now and again. He has to drink upside down on a tea towel. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking knob. I thought of this clip, right, when I saw it, and it reminded me of a story for one of our live shows, for which a member of staff at the new theatre told me when we were leaving on our last night. He said that the moment he realised that our shows were going to be different in terms of the crowd from other shows that they did at the new theatre was when he was outside the toilets and someone was downing a pint upside down. No. (laughs) Yes, on their head doing this. And he realised at that point that maybe they weren't his regulars. If that person gets Um, in touch, I'll happily stand them a free ticket for the arena show. Yes. (laughs) Come on stage and do it. See if you yes, can beat fucking this guy. Right. See if you can beat this yes. guy's time. Yes. 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 We've got to be interviewed and, and answering monosyllables. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be the least laugh amongst your mates. Yeah. yeah. How'd you get into this? <laughs> so an English book doing it. <laughs> Do you have a spell ending? No drop. No. No drop. How many, no drop. How many pints can you drink in a single session? 32. Do you like a drink? What are you yeah, drinking yeah. 32 pints? Even in like. When was this? 71, but where beer would, it would have been weaker. session. Yeah, yeah, it would have been 3% beer, beer wouldn't but, it? Yeah, 3% 32. 32 pints. It's just, is there enough time in the day to drink I'm always dubious of made somebody who know how much they've drunk. It's bollocks, isn't it? How? You know? I have 14 pints there, I have two pints here. Why you, why, why you, well, A, how, and B, why are you counting them for? Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how did he feel the morning after 32 After 32? Like he always feels empty inside. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a mate who wants to tell you exactly how much he drank. Yeah, yeah. And it was the same book that when he was younger, he wanted to tell you how many fingers he had inside his girlfriend. <laughs> like, like it was no, but like it was some sort of mark of respect. <laughs> That's not impressive, is it? I don't... <laughs> that was the thing in the eighties. Yeah. Is it supposed to be a signifier? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. You either got small fingers or you got a big fanny, but neither of those things are good. Neither of those things points towards a long-lasting relationship for you. Have you got weak hands or you got a big fanny? Because I'll be honest, neither impresses me. Also, I bet she's delighted that you're telling everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if it's if it's fingers in the she's chuffed with that fingers in the fanny is what floats you, boat. I'm afraid you might need a new girlfriend. (laughs) She's going to be thrilled to. And that probably wasn't true either. Only the one, Mark. Bit lame. (laughs) She even like you? Yeah. I hold my girlfriend like she's a marionette. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes Laura, also known as the Glove. I do remember that from school. I remember that being a, a metric that was Awful. used. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Hand on heart. It's yeah. a, never a metric that I that I used. No, good good man. Like I've, ne- I've never I've never I've never talked about how many good pints man. I've drunk in a night. Oh, sorry. I thought you were yeah. still on the other one. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were on the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, both, I'm saying. That. You know. Yeah. It was a lot of fingers. I don't know how many, but it was a lot. <laughs> don't know how many. Over the course of an evening. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of drinking 32 pints, then... I would find it very difficult to believe he was doing 32 pints in an evening. That's why he's a bullshitter. 
I don't, yeah, yeah, I just don't think it's possible. And he went, didn't get beaten at a five-point sprint. I have no idea it was such an event. Sprint. The, the, the guy's got huge problems. <laughs> Let's be honest, yeah. A nationwide shouldn't really have. I'd be worried about offending him, but he's definitely dead. He's definitely dead. <laughs> I'm going to go with drowning as scores as well. Yeah. Oh, he was hit with a bus or fell off a hedge. <laughs> And I love a, I love a pint. I, lo- I, oh, love, I love a pub. I love a night out. And I have drunk to excess on more than one occasion. I love 32 pints spread over the course of a year. I think it was a 10pm closing time in pubs in the 70s. I just don't in the early 70s. It's only four pints an hour. Four pints an hour is fucking going six, For eight hours. Yeah, for eight hours. That's some pace, that is. Ten hours, 3.2 Pint every 20 minutes. You'd have a bit of time to sober up. In the afternoon, you have lunch. I mean, really nice spot of lunch. <laughs> I'll have a plowman's. <laughs> he's had eighteen yeah. bites and he's having a plowman's. A bit of cheese in that mixer. Go on, Branson, yeah. uh, like <laughs> <laughs> some skin onions, and then uh, uh, pick uh, uh, bread. And all that. Oh, uh, fucking English pickle onions, not a Scottish pickle onion. <laughs> uh, oh, Do you like pickle onions, Dave? <laughs> oh, no, no, I saw an English bloke to eat a pickle onion once. I thought, oh, fuck, I'd do that. Uh, yeah. I'll have two pickle onions. No, we've got 150 pickle onions. I'll eat them then. I'll eat them faster and eat more than, <laughs> than I'm fucking English bloke. <laughs> he met my girlfriend. Come here. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, God. i got a funny story about that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no, it's all right, thank you. Have you ever oh, seen Bunch and Judy? <laughs> What a wanker. Have you seen this <laughs> thing? A I, I, <laughs> what a wanker. He is a wanker, the bloke, don't he? If he was a bit of a laugh and all his mates were there, he was doing it. Yeah, all right, the, he's a bit of a lad. He's a bit of he's a bit of a knob. But he does this on his own. You can tell. Yeah, and it's the complete seriousness of it. Well past the joke's finished. He's there for four hours. He's too good at it as well. He, there's only a drop comes out. And the, the commentator is trying to inject a little bit of levity, the presenting. He's saying, Something. He's saying do, do you feel it coming back up? I mean, because the fact you know, does gravity ever play a part? No, no, no. Just go straight in. Do down. No, just no. no. <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking no. thirty-two pints on a, on a on a day out. <laughs> what plowman's after eighteen pints? After eighteen pints, yeah, uh, a glass of champagne. What's she called again? What's she called? Fucking cheese. Uh, what is fucking, it? And, oh, fuck, uh, she's what's the cheese all these like? Uh, oh, that Branston shit. Here, get a fucking Scotch down here. Yeah, Scottish local, please. Scottish local. cheese with wee holes in that, like a moose eats and a cartoon. Uh, Can I have that? What's that? What's that cheddar, but it's from Scotland? What's that one? Well, that's the fucking egg that's encased in. <laughs> encased in me. Yes, Scottish egg. Scotch is fucking Scottish. Scotch egg. Oh, 18 pints to do. I've got up on 16 pints to go. Oh, well, Washington, the ice will eh? Fucking Bill Werbrick's coming over. Fucking dreading it. Imagine his It's most definitely not a laugh. The worst thing is when you shit your pants upside down, you make all the fucking state. I don't know, the English have done it, so fuck them. I'm doing it. You know, I don't mind if I drown in my own shit because I just shit in your pants <laughs> upside down. <laughs> there was some good telly on. There was some good telly on. Where Eagles Day was on again. A couple of classic Bonds on. A couple of classic uh, old war movies. Bond is quite an odd Christmas film, isn't it? I think. Like I was flicking through the channel. Yeah, a lot of girling, a lot of shagging. Yeah, shagging and fighting and sort of 
espionage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit espionage. Yeah, you're like you're very full. You've eaten too many Ferrero Rocher. Now you've got to watch Sean Connery fuck someone while you sat next to your nan. Yeah, yeah you're with your father-in-law and suddenly Sean Connery's <laughs> fucking someone on a space shuttle. And you're like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Oh, this is a bit weird. Yeah, that was Roger Moore. Yeah, she... <laughs> <laughs> Don't get Bond Don't wrong. stop getting Bond Stop wrong. getting Bond wrong. <laughs> you're talking about Moonraker, you idiot. <laughs> oh, they're ruined. <laughs> but where Eagles Dare, mate? I was thinking about you, Al, funny enough. Very Welsh. I still haven't seen it. Why is such a good film? And I haven't seen it for years and years, is to watch it again as an adult, right? Mm. The plot twists in it, without spoiling anything, are ridiculous. Like the, the, the bit where they're in the sort of dungeon of the German castle. Yes. The twists and turns in that is like 12 Angry Men. It's, a, it's brilliant. I thought, my God, this is superb. It is good. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Play, mate. And I didn't realise that the baddie on top of the cable car was also Yeah, he's from Cuddach Vale. Yeah, another Welsh guy. Yeah. yeah. He must have had a laugh filming that. Two Welsh boys on top of a cable car. Dicking yeah, about a cable car. Larking around. Larking around. Wanking around on a cable car. Fucking out of here! Get out of that, you cunt. Fucking out of here! Stop fucking about Rich. Stop fucking about ah. Rich. <laughs> Come on, Dickie, stop fucking rich about Rich man, Rich man! <laughs> <laughs> they should have filmed it in Pensacola, really, didn't they? That's what they should have done it. <laughs> On the Alpine slide. What a yes. piss gonna my life back. Yes. Yeah. Richard Burton and a, ba- and a badass double agent having a scrap on the fucking. on the Alpine slide. To put a cable car going fucking out here. <laughs> 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 you all there. I bet you can't. What? Fucking fool you all. Uh, Who's next? The, Amer- the American <laughs> director. Uh, guys, guys. I know you're both Welsh. You fucking yeah. started it, mate. <laughs> We've only got so much yeah. real with us, guys. Yeah. We're running out <laughs> of light, guys. You need to stop. Uh, you need to stop messing around on the cable car. <laughs> Look at me wobble it. <laughs> oh, don't wobble it, you can't. I'm going to fall off. It's a fucking hell, man. He's wobbling on the top, he is. He's fucking wobbling. You're fucking having a go at him for fucking wobbling it. I'm having a go at me wobbling it, but you never have a fucking go at him for fucking wobbling it. <laughs> like, you wobble it from the bottom as yeah. well as the top, actually, because he's on a fucking cable. Just because he's a fucking big star, he's like to fucking wobble it. And I fucking wobble it, and you are fucking going me. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking Liz Taylor, and he's wobbling this fucking cart. <laughs> <laughs> get getting them both getting them getting them going in. Yeah. Guys, guys, you can wobble guys. the cable car. We've got it. Okay, guys, the same energy but same energy but less wobbling. <laughs> yeah, but just, Rich, if you could say cut less <laughs> That'd be really helpful yeah, just, for this take. You fucking start yeah, then, mate. Insane, <laughs> like, like if he's gonna wobble a little bit, then I'm gonna wobble it back. What am I gonna say? There's a cunt trying to fucking kill me, huh? With a fucking pickaxe. If you're not gonna swear then when are you gonna fucking swear like <laughs> Oh, please get off me, like fuck off! It's not realistic, boys. Yeah, <laughs> we get a we Ouch. get a fucking writers in then. <laughs> Ow, Ow, please don't! He kicked me in the fucking yeah. face with the jackboot on. Ouchie, ouchie, ouch! All right, then finally I say, Ow, please don't. Oh, what a film! Man. <laughs> Do you think that's better? <laughs> Your film's gonna be shit. He's so good in that because like, I was. Th- <laughs> I won't spoil it. Director of Where Eagles Dead. That is his Fucking shit film. It's going to be fucking shit, this is. It's fine, make a shit film. I don't mind. 
I'm getting paid either way, you know, make a shit ton. That's fine, club too, isn't it? Don't fucking tell me where it is Have a look at the edit, maybe, boys. You've got the cunt. <laughs> yeah? Use it or don't use it. Yeah, see what time you're wasting, boys, you crack on. I'm going to pay whatever happens, so... Version. Fuck huh? off, man. That fucking clap the board <laughs> is for me, not for you. <laughs> I'm going to go, <laughs> fuck Liz Taylor either way, boys. You can use whichever take you want. You're not going to do that, are you? Guess what I done with Liz last night. Oh, fuck off, Richie. Whenever. Fuck off, Rich. Guess not again, man. Fucking hell. Guess what I done with Liz Taylor last night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Just shagging all night, like. I'm slept for fucking days, just shagging. Shagging. I'm knackered. Flapped out shagging, like, all the knackered. time. You made me get all the fucking gear on, like, all the fucking out yeah, yeah. Flapped again. out shagging all the time, like, full pelt shagging. <laughs> Give her a right fucking pimmel in mind. He's like, uh, she loves it, man. There's, whoa, fuck me, what? Oh, jeez. What if we got married twice? Huh? Imagine marrying yeah. someone twice. They've got to be doubts creeping in as she's walking down the aisle second time round. Well, second time round? Uh, it's already yeah. gone once. Yeah. Yeah. Same best man. Same best man. Same speech. Crack out the same gags. Same speech. Just a few alterations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good to see you all again. <laughs> That's the uh, the father of the bright to say a couple of words. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we have spoken a lot about this. I'm not happy. Your mother's not happy. Yeah, it is odd. He was very handsome. He was handsome. He was, fair, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good looking bastard. So I'll tell you what my sister's bring me over. This is what? Uh, so our Sunday night club that meet on a Sunday. Mm. <laughs> yes. The NFL. That's well, the name. Not always on a Sunday, but you, they're, still the, they're still the Sunday night club. Yeah. Did I tell you I went online to find out, try to get some merch for us? No. Get, some merch, get merch for your drinking club. So I, ta- I typed in SNC. Yes. Uh, American football, various, various, right? There's a place called St. Norbert's College in America. Okay. In Wisconsin. Yeah. Who, who have a full athletic program, lacrosse, American football, hockey, whatever. And you're going to go play there? Everything, right? Yeah. They call themselves the Green Knights. Well, it's perfect. My bar's green, and we always meet there at night, right? <laughs> so the SNC Green Knights. Yes. Well, that's amazing, though, isn't it? So the SNC no, Green Knights. How is Knights spelt? You've backwards engineered. They spell the Knights with a K, but it's a little yeah. play on words, isn't it? I love people like that. It's like you've read your horoscopes and you're backwards engineering your life to revolve around them. No, but also, because they're in yeah. Wisconsin, yeah, uh, their colours are Packers green and gold and white, the same as the Packers, right? Oh, okay. Oh. So all their merch is Packers colours. Ah. So my, I, but, they won't, but they won't ship internationally. But my sister's got, got again, sent us to Pittsburgh and then she's bringing them over for me as presents. Nice. Is the SNC, really nice baseball caps. But it, white caps with a green and gold logo. Lovely. SNC Green Knights. Oh, hello. Are you are you all Packers fans in the Sunday Night Club? No. Nope. Why are you all? Uh, Steve's a Dolphins fan. Matt's a Buccaneers fan. Yeah. Uh, Griff's a Raiders fan. Elton, when he turns up, is a Detroit fan. Good little gang. Yeah. Vic is now a Packers fan by default, of course. Love it. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. He's got a clue. No. That's fine. Doesn't care either. We had a great one on. Uh, we went, we came out to watch the football the other day, the uh, the Wales game, and uh, obviously very disappointed with with the result. We'll talk, yep. we'll talk about that in a second. Made much better by as I put on Twitter, going on the piss with my life size Bruce Forsyth cutout. Yeah, <laughs> and we must have ended the last probably the last twenty minutes of the night until the early hours of the morning was was purely Cliff Richard songs on YouTube on the big on the big screen. Mr. Don Wine. Well, yeah, we did that amongst Good. others. 
festive, isn't it? The Forgotten Classics, Teft, we sang, Kelly reckons, somewhere in the region of eight to ten times back-to-back. <laughs> good. Top volume. That's a good which, sign uh, from, from your wife sleeping upstairs. <laughs> was Saviour's Day. Oh, what a tune. <laughs> what a tune. <laughs> Absolute banger. That is a classic. I yeah. can't. Saviour's Day. I think yeah. I can only name maybe five Cliff Richard songs. No, he's had a 50-year career, mate. Yeah, no. Then okay. I Go on, then. Devil Woman. Lord. Do five. Dev- Devil Woman. Let's do the good ones first. Um, Wired for Sound. Nice. Great track. Mistletoe and Wine. Yeah. Saviour's Day. Yeah. Summer Holiday. Yes. There we go. You're rattling through. And that's it. I Carrie? No. Carrie? Yeah. Like the theme. Oh, a Wicked track. Yeah. Miss Unites? No. Nope. No. Really? No. Sorry. Millennium Prayer. Oh, yeah. yeah. But on. I wouldn't be able to sing it to you. I think you know the words. Miss United is an absolutely heartbreakingly beautiful song. Is it? And that's a fact. There's been many times, I can tell you, times when innocence I trade for company, and children <coughs> saw me crying. I thought I've had my share of that, but these Miss Unites are the longest. Oh, oh, oh come on, Cliff. Really? Not another moving yeah. Cliff Richard song. I will nail my colours to the masses. I'm a Cliff Richard fan. Until anything revealed <laughs> makes me <laughs> heavily backtrack. I am firmly a Cliff Richard fan. <laughs> As things stand at the moment, I'm happy to say I'm a Cliff Richard fan. This may not get cut off and reused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this may not age well. Yeah, but that's fine. It's a good it's a risk. Lend him in the cabinet with my Jimmy Savile. Jim will fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, he's, he's been he's been investigating, hasn't he? He's all good. He's in the clip. Absolutely. Yeah, and do you know what? Soon he is well. testament to the fact that if you keep throwing enough shit at the wall, some of it will stick. Because I, I'd say the vast majority of his output I don't like. Yes, but I would say there are five Cliff Richard songs that are in my top hundred easily. Top hundred songs. Mm. Well, I can't imagine any Cliff Richard song would make my top hundred. Oh, songs. mate! Why the sounds a cracking song? Miss United is a great song. Devil Woman is a great song. I just song. know I could choose a hundred songs I like more than Wired for Sound. Saviour's Day. More better than that. It's good Shut tune. up. It's good tune. It's good tune, isn't it? In fairness. <laughs> it's the one that when people listen to this pod, they'll think, I remember that. And they'll they'll Google it. Yeah. And you'll be playing that all Christmas, I guarantee you. If you've got a let's, heart. Let's get Saviour's Day up the charts. <laughs> come on. Amara Heed's done now. Yeah, done come on. Bit. Let's push it. <laughs> and some batshit crazy videos as well. When you watch stuff on YouTube, when you listen to songs that you like. Yes. What was the Billy Ocean song? Oh. Loverboy. Watch the video for Loverboy. It yeah. is the most batshit crazy three minutes you will ever, ever see. Whoever wow. made that video must have been tripping or stupid. What happens? It's basically, you know the song, I want to be your lover. No. Lover. No. Mm. no. no. Lover, oh, lover. does he do a Matt Goss growl? He <clears throat> does a bit. <clears throat> <clears throat> When will I, will I be famous? <laughs> uh, um, for reasons best known to him, uh, <laughs> it's like if a Star Wars scene. Yeah. And there's various weird aliens all the way through it. It looks like the, the sort of Moss Eisley bar in, in Star Wars. Yes. Right. If it was done on a budget, right? Good. That's what you want. It's a budget Star Wars bar. And then there's... Billy Ocean singing Loverboy in the middle of it all. I just don't get it. It was the, it was the weirdest video I've ever seen. Can you find it? Have you got it? I can't make it work. I can't make my, my YouTube keeps crashing. And I'm on 4% okay. and I'm 
weighing up whether I... No, don't worry about it. Do, no, 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 I think it's important. For it. No, 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 no. If you want us to watch Billy Ocean videos, we'll watch I Billy Ocean watch Billy videos. Ocean. Can I watch Red Light Spells Danger instead? No, that's a, good, that's a great video. Caribbean Queen? No, also What's good. What's this one called? Loverboy. L- Loverboy. Right, yeah. The sixth most popular. He's playing soon. We should go and see him. We should go... I, I, I've, I don't know enough Billy Ocean songs to go and see We just named four or five great ones. because yeah, they were written down in front of me. <laughs> Watch this. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not good. That, that yes, this is odd, isn't it? It gets odder um, than that. Well, it's almost like a Doctor Who sort of spoof at the start. Yeah. Oh, no, this is shit. Oh, Horse Ooh. on the Beach? Yeah. God. This is weird. This is real. Whoa! I just decided to fast forward through it. And, yeah, the Star Wars bar is a good summation. He looks like Lando Calrissian as yeah. a result. Yeah, that's odd. There's no relation to the lyrics whatsoever as well. There's, there's no theme there, is there? Which I don't mind. I, I mean, think of the, do you remember the Golden Only video show that was on BBC in the 80s? No. I like literal videos. Well, this is... So the Golden Only video show... Yeah. I think it was Mike Reed hosted it. They would pick classic songs from yesteryear. Yeah. In but, the days before the video. Yes. And make, make them a video, good. right? Things like The Reflex or... At the time, were costing like... Half a million pounds to make, right? Yeah. I imagine the whole budget for the entire series is about 10 grand, right? I, I, <laughs> so so every video is extremely literal. Well, extremely that's what I want, literal. <laughs> I want literal videos. I don't like want Kelly to- said, when she did GCSE dance, she danced to Walking on Broken Glass by the Eurythmics. Good. On like she's dancing, and like it's just she's like walking on broken glass. Basically, just tiptoe on yes. a broken glass. Yeah. Yes, that's what. I, that's exactly what I want from it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want. Who's, who's your man in uh, Weapon of Choice? The Fat Boy Slim track where he's dancing round on the roof and know. stuff. I see. I'll, Christopher I'll, Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken. I just want him choosing weapons. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. want him dancing around to the rhythm no. of it. Absolutely not. I want him to be yeah. there with a Kalashnikov, a knife, making decisions. <laughs> and they... Yeah. Sugar ball on a sock. That's much better. Chris Martin with some yellow paint, please. Yeah. Not Crossbow. walking backwards on a beach. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Chris Martin looking at clocks. Maybe some... Yeah, watches. looking at some clocks. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Checking with the With a scientist. In a lab with some scientists. Duran Duran could have saved a fortune on the reflex. Yes. If someone Bonner turned up at the doctors and just hit his yes. hit his Someone knee with a hit hammer. his knee. I'm watching that all. Ta na na ta na 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 da 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 flat 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm having that. Much better for me that. I would fucking watch that. <laughs> Kelly, you will not believe this video. <laughs> <laughs> what Wham Wham's Club Tropicana? Yeah, they're in a club. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like the drinks are free, and it's tropical. It's very yeah. tropical. It yeah. looks good. That's what There's I want. fun and sunshine, and there's enough for everyone. Well. Exactly. Perfectly good. Wake that. me up before you go, go, bleary-eyed teenager. His mum yes. saying, you need to get up now because I'm leaving Come for on. work and it's half past eight. Come on, I've got to go to work. And brush your teeth. <laughs> but before I go, I'm going to wait. Literal videos. Dramatical recreations of Wham songs. When will I be famous? Matt Goss, them through a newspaper. But nothing, <laughs> nothing about Bross on any of the pages. <laughs> Where just, a, I just, a, just a quizzical look on his face. <laughs> Drop the boy. Ended badly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, babysitting services from Matt Goss. <laughs> Solid as a rock. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a, load, a, a load of geologists. <laughs> Better. 
with bonus. bonus. Yeah, bonus. <laughs> Just sat there trying to fucking... Hear me out. It's a geologist with a boner. His lab coat says geologist on it. We pan down. <laughs> it cannot scratch diamond, but it can scratch corundum. Therefore, it is 9.5 on the most scale of hardness. Hear me out. <laughs> Just work with me, guys. Don't look back in anger. An angry bloke looking firmly ahead of him. Yeah. With a lot of people going... Fuming. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely damping. Fuming. Turns around, smiles. The thing that's making him angry is behind him, but he will not look at it. Nailed it. Well, you, you basically could have got a job on the Golden Oldie video show with us. So this is good. This is the kind of TV. It is worth, it's worth another watch. Yeah. It's very oh. 80s. It could go on the uh, Things We Like podcast. Stuff We Like pod. What was it? It was Stuff We Like, wasn't it? Stuff We Like pod. Someone said, someone said on Twitter, uh, distant pod, uh, percentage of sport, approximately 50%. Yeah. Stuff we like pod. Percentage of sport approximately sixty percent. There's a guy, quite a senior agent in comedy, and he played back row, is he? He's he must be in his mid fifties, is he? Is a fucked proper cauliflower. Really? He is. It must look quite funny when he's negotiating with Channel Four. <laughs> but it was seen as a sort of like a mark of um like a badge of honour. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I just thought you were a knob. <laughs> what do you look like that for? What do you want to like look Richard, like that for? Like Richard Cockrell's ears, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're nuts on the Christ. Can, can, can oh. you... Uh, there player. will be other rugby players who have cauliflower ears who listen to this. Can mm. you have them, you know, in the same way Mike Tyndall now has a perfectly straight nose, is there an equivalent for cauliflower ears where you... They can, drain them, don't they? Syringed or something. Drained. You can, yeah, you can get them drained, but can, can you fix them? You can get them fixed, like, cosmetically. Can, can, like, can you get cosmetic can, ears? Can. Of course you can. I've never thought about it. Well, yeah, you can, have, you can have ears made, can you? I suppose so. Yeah, I've seen an ear, I've seen an ear grown on a mouse. Yeah, so have yeah. I, Colin, in the Daily Mail. There we go. <laughs> Colin, <laughs> Colin the mouse yeah. with a big ear the mouse. Yeah. back, old old ear back. <laughs> Colin, Colin, <laughs> squeak, squeak, keep it down, but fuck <laughs> fucking hell, boys, <laughs> fuck's sake, <laughs> the loudest slab I've ever been in. <laughs> Just waking up at every bit of the cage, scary. Thomas, me. Jesus, Jesus Christ, gets on the wheel. Why did you ever remember that that ear on that mouse? Because it was bad as now. fuck. It was. Bad. It was all over the news as well. I don't remember that. I remember a firefighter who had his. Who had his it is had his. Um... <laughs> God, it's good. He had his big Willie. toe. He lost his thumb. Right. So they put his big toe on his hand. But they're not good at surgery. Is that the best thing you can do? Because you're going to fall well, yeah, over lots and have a thumb for a hand. <laughs> but he didn't break his fall, didn't he? But he kept falling over. Because he had no balance. <laughs> good news and bad news. You can now use a knife and fork. You can't fucking walk anywhere. Make sure you're sitting down for Christ's sake. I'm barefoot and I'm looking at my big toe. Yeah. yeah. It is not a suitable replacement. It's not bad, though. It's well, twice it's not... as wide as my thumb. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you, but... you do the full McCartney with a, with one thumb and one big thing, one big toe. You look mad as shit. I mean, I'm looking at it, and it would look... You look like Jeremy Beadle, I saw. nuts. Good. Yeah. But, you know, best of luck to it. <laughs> good luck, mate. Good luck. Right, my clip for round two is... I, I, was, <laughs> I was talking last week 
about the Gary Neville, Roy Keane, and Micah Richards stuff that Sky have been doing during oh, have the I World got Cup for next week a Roy Keane clip <laughs> or what? I I absolutely love the stuff they're doing. Well, maybe the week after, it just makes it makes so much pragmatic sense from Sky mm. to go right. We haven't got any rights to this, but people love watching you lot talk. So you go off with the BBC, perfectly fine, Micah. You enjoy yourself. Uh, Gary, Roy, you go off with ITV, you enjoy yourselves. Twice, three times a week, let's just meet up in a nice restaurant or in some accommodation and film some shit. Just anything to do with the World Cup. This is a clip where (laughs) Gary and Roy find out how old or young Micah still is and are not very happy about it. 82 World Cup for me. Well, I wasn't wasn't born then, so you might have to fill me in. Were you not? I was born 88. I'm a spring chicken. How old are you? 34. You should still be f***ing playing. Oh, no. 34. 34. You've been a pundit for about 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> she still be fucking playing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. But he's yeah. younger than Messi. Yeah, absolutely. He hasn't played yeah. since he was 31. Absolutely nuts. But the fact that they don't know that is brilliant as well. Also, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think I knew that. No, neither did I. I, he, 1988 he was born. Yeah. I know. It's insane, isn't it? He's younger than my little and sister. That's mad. He always used he used that phrase and he burst on the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sky yeah. Sports. When I burst on the scene and Keane just takes him to pieces. You burst on the scene, did you, mate? Yeah, yeah. Get right back, you burst on you the scene. You never fucking burst on the fucking scene. <laughs> this is Man United we're talking about. <laughs> this is Man United. Come on. This is Ellison's internal monologue United. on an almost daily basis. <laughs> Yeah. Riding his bike into town. Love saying Just Roy Keane game. Come on, this is Man United we're talking about. I'm trying to watch the fucking game. So, when you're on your bike, right? Yeah. Do you do impressions in your head? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes when you get to traffic lights, do you realise you're doing them out loud? I realised the other day that I'm almost, because everyone's watching the traitors. I'm almost monocultural. Kelly loves that. I'm almost monocultural because of this. Yeah. Because we, we've got to watch so much sports stuff and read so much sports stuff. So when Izzy was watching The Traitors last night, I was watching a documentary about Aussie rules football. I watched an NFL documentary about Gary Ablett. I was watching a documentary about Aussie rules football. Broadly about from, Aussie rules football. From 1991. There's <laughs> four and a half thousand views <laughs> on YouTube. We'll, just, we'll, discuss, we'll talk about that next we'll just, episode. We'll later. But, what, but having gone to a wedding <laughs> at the weekend, what it does mean is that mm. I cannot have conversations with anyone because yeah. the stuff I've watched is so yes. niche. Yes. Everyone is talking about the traitors and white lotus. And I'm like... Have you seen the heathens? Yeah, yeah. What? And I'm like, yeah, anyway. It actually... This is French kayaker. <laughs> what? Are you yeah. all right? But she does, she does, she does slalom kayaking, and then she yeah. gets into this sort of white water stuff, and then she starts going down waterfall. Get me out of here! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and it is it's sort, of, sort of is an issue sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, is, is it? I haven't had a conversation for two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly was going next door. I say next door. We built Cal's mum a flat. In yes. The house. Yeah, in the grounds. So she she was going next door in Casa Casa Bubbit yeah. to watch the traitors on a mum's TV because I was watching documentaries about French characters. Occasionally, I will meet someone who loves sports documentaries as much as us but doesn't have to watch them for work, and then yeah. I'm the interesting guy. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's mostly listeners to this podcast that you interact with. (laughs) Yeah, and I watch... Do you know what? Yeah. It's at gigs, to be fair. Yeah. Gigs for this. Yeah, and do you know what? (laughs) I went to watch England play India in the cricket about a year ago. Yeah. Head of my management agency is chairman of Surrey. So I was in his boxes, sort of the Prince of Wales suite. So I was with, like, top dogs. I was sitting next to the head of Sky News. Head honchos. Yeah, Yeah. I I was sitting next to the head of Sky News, a lord... And to my right was the guy who was in charge of documentaries Lord on, on Amazon on Amazon Prime, <laughs> who obviously commissions a lot of the documentaries that we've. Watched. I've watched all your stuff, mate. Yeah, that we watched, but I said I've watched all your stuff. And he went, "Have you?" And I went, "Yeah." And I named about eighty-five. Oh no, I have. Yeah, I really me. have. Test me. Scared the fuck out of him. Then for the next <laughs> I half hour. him through everyone. Most of he hadn't watched himself. <laughs> Robin said, "Fuck all." <laughs> for about two hours. Robin's just on a bottle of white wine. It was incredible. I was like, yeah, inspired to ride, where they decide to ride all the way across America. <laughs> Seen it. I love it, though. I love it, too. It just makes you weird. There's one about a judge who sets up a running club in LA. Yeah, <laughs> seen it. Seen it. Red penguins. Yeah. <laughs> hockey, hockey and prostitutes. Seen so it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Um, a mad ultra marathon in Tennessee where the bloke doesn't ask for payment, he asks for loads of shirts. Seen it. Seen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doesn't ask for payment in currency, he just wants shirts and socks. Seen it. Seen it. So this guy was loving it. I'd watched his Yeah, I bet. But he basically the, the output he's been responsible for for about five years. I'd seen I'd seen every second. But it is only very, very it's a very few, very niche scenarios where I am now a good yeah. conversationalist. It's absolutely sort of yeah. destroyed my personality. Destroyed. <laughs> this podcast has destroyed my personality. <laughs> what little there was. Have yeah. that on the tour posters. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast that will destroy your personality. That's all she doesn't speak about. <laughs> Do you want to be as boring as we are? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like an illness being on this podcast. <laughs> you aren't unable to converse with anyone normal. I can't talk to anyone said before like it's not the fear of dying is it it's the fear of for me dying embarrassingly would be bad right yeah get run over by a milk float something like yeah or with a thing up your bum yeah 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 whilst being run over by a milk float yeah yeah by a milk float with a with a with a bottle of milk up your bum with a light bulb up your ass yeah you know yeah yeah Yeah, what was you doing the milk float he was sticking a milk bottle in his ass do you remember the milk weirdo (laughs) milky bubbins Milky Bubs. You remember Milky Mike? You know him. Look, sticking milk bottles up his ass. Yeah. yeah. Got away with it for years because nobody yeah. was up at that time. <laughs> yeah. Then he went to plastic bottles and it just fucked him up. He just, <laughs> oh, they're, they're much bigger. What to do with his life? Yeah. Much harder to get up there, if I'm honest. UHT milks, you tried that as well. I tell you, those six point ones are too big, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Oof. Not to stick up your ass, just for just. In <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. but they are too big to stick up your ass as well. How would you want your coffee, black or too milky? <laughs> <laughs> black or oh, I can't pour this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a small bloke. I'm a pensioners manager. That <laughs> must have get mates round to make a fucking cup of tea. Tell you, if you want to create a serious weapon, put one of those in the freezer. Like my mum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could take someone out with that. Oh, my God, yeah. If we were broken into, that would be my yeah. weapon of choice. Don't worry, Izzy. We've got a big milk. <laughs> got a big milk. <laughs> a big frozen milk. Kelly laughs because our bedroom is like is like a serial killer's bedroom. <laughs> In <laughs> what way? Just cellophane all over the walls. 
Well, no, I've got the crossbow in there, just in case we ever get broken into. Got by a shark. And a laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what my harpoon gun's for. Aquaman. <laughs> got like a laser pointer. You got a laser pointer? Yeah. To, okay. to, to blind the assailant? Yeah, to temporarily blind them before I shoot them with a crossbow. Just in case a cat attacks you so you can distract I them. Think, I think... I think in British law, I think the phrase is reasonable force. Yeah, yeah. so you've got a harpoon gun yeah. and a laser. A plastic bomb. <laughs> it's like Dr. No in my bedroom. <laughs> Dr. Dr. No sex in my bedroom. <laughs> Dr. No sex for the past nine years She's in my bedroom. She's petrified, Mike. That's why it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> if you de-arm the bedroom, you might get better. Got all the gear in there. Oh, I've got God. a sledgehammer by the front door. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just, you know, nice to know, is it? I used to keep, in the old days, pre-crossbow. Yeah, pre-crossbow years. I used to keep a bottle of bleach by the bed. Yes, I remember you saying this. Yeah, so if anyone came up to say, I'd just squirt him with bleach. Yeah, what a nice man. <laughs> I, I'm not the one breaking into someone's house, mate. I would not want to get my own bleach used on me. That's, yeah, that is a worry for me. My big yeah. fear. Yeah, he's broken into the room, he's picked up your bottle of bleach, he's bleached you. I could handle being hit over the head with a big milk. <laughs> But someone crossbowing me to death with my own crossbow no. would feel ironic. Yeah. And painful and sharp. My final words would be, oh, fuck's sake. Fucking hell. Yeah. Told you you shouldn't have kept I knew it. Like, I could see this coming. <laughs> He's broken the window. He sledgehammered the door down. <laughs> yeah. He arrived unarmed. That's the weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> It was luck for the time he got to you. And now he's making himself a milky coffee. <laughs> Having crossbowed you to death. He was just an opportunist burglar, but he turned to those... <laughs> he, he left the house with my stuff armed and hydrated. Your best chance yeah. of getting him is that he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> tooled up vegan burglar. That would never work. Go on, what? A tooled up vegan burglar? So you have to tell people immediately that it was a tooled up vegan burglar. <laughs> <laughs> and try to give you a guilt trip for not being a tooled up vegan burglar. <laughs> oh, an ethical vegan I'll burglar. be a tooled up vegan burglar on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Three days a week, yeah. I'll eat fish. A tooled up vegan burglar. <laughs> Fishing tool to burglar. I'll rob houses and eat fish. <laughs> Got a can of mace, a muck plant, and I'm having your Samsung. Clubbing to death with the frozen oat milk. Joy, <laughs> <laughs> seen an increase in? This is a weird thing I watched the other day. Okay, let me think. Milk deliveries. Parents complaining on behalf of yes. adult aged university students. So we get like a 19-year-old student who should be looking after themselves, really. Mm-hmm. And their mum getting involved and talk. <laughs> you're just nodding your head. <laughs> what was that going on? I would have would, crossed my mind back in the day. What, to ask your mum to moan for you? What's up? Oh, one of these lecturers is pissing me off. Which one? Uh, why? <laughs> Imagine your mum phone up your university for you. <laughs> Fuck off. Ellis, Ellis is very sad in his history degree at the moment. Yeah. He's finding it tough. The only thing is, mum worked for a university, so I probably might have asked her advice. Oh, hang on. Your mum did phone this up is why university. I'm really sorry, no. mate. This is obviously open up. So I might have asked her advice, <laughs> I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone through. It was a different university anyway, so I wouldn't have utilised Nesta. I might have asked what was regarded as reasonable. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, advice is fine. But I certainly wouldn't have said, go and get him, ma'am. Shane, the yeah. problems with your parents is fine. Go and get him, ma'am. I'm not sure. Ma'am. I'm thinking if my son came to me with a problem in university, I would help as much as I could. Yes. But you probably wouldn't email. I'm not sure I'd phone the university on his behalf if he was like 20. I don't know. Don't know. Maybe don't I don't. No, I wouldn't, I don't think. I am over, overprotective. I think you would in an irate manner. Yeah. I would achieve nothing. Yeah, and Ben would make you hang up the phone. Yeah. Well, my daughter's left her dance class now because of me. That sounds good. Okay. That, that, this sounds like the end of a good story. Who did you hit? Well, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I won't mention any names because I was extremely vexed at the time. Okay, good. But the particular dance class she was in. Yes. I took umbrage at some stuff they were doing. Okay. I just mentioned there were better ways of doing things than that. From, from your dance career, go on. Yeah. No, not with That's actual good. dance technique. Oh, sorry. I thought you were giving them, like, Antoine de Beck advice. And then the next thing, they decided that she, my daughter's suddenly not good enough to go on this particular trip that she's already going on and paid for to go on. Okay. And she'd passed exams. Other girls on that trip hadn't passed. Yeah. And uh, I said to her, I just, I just sent my daughter down and tell her that, you know, she wasn't, she was no longer going on this trip because Dad had said something. <laughs> and then in, a, in what can I describe as an extremely proud moment as a parent, Mm. I said, if you want to keep going to the, the school, you obviously can, but you can't go on this yeah. particular trip. Yeah. And she said, well, if they're like that, Dad, I don't want to be in that dance school. Oh, yes. I said, yeah, but like, maybe I shouldn't have said something in the first place. She said, well, if, if you hadn't have said that, I wouldn't have. I shouldn't have called them all assholes. This is her words at 10 years of age. Yeah. She said, if you hadn't done that, Dad, I wouldn't have found out what their character was like. Oh. Wow. I was like, wow. She's got your back. Fuck it. You'll do. Wow. She's a good mum to you. I knew she was upset, but she didn't, want, she didn't want to upset me. And she's got a strong sense of right and wrong. So fair play. Well, probably. Oh, I like that. Wow. She's got a strong sense of backing you up. Yeah, she has. Fair play. I like yeah. the fact that she's preparing it. She's protecting Mike. The real, vic- the real victim in all of this. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, th- I think it's really sweet that she's looking after you like this. Please go, go and tell your mum that. <laughs> Yeah, go and tell your mum that what I did was right. Because she's tamping. Absolutely fucking furious with me. She's clearly ruined it for you, so go and tell her the truth. <laughs> Mum's claiming she told me specifically not to get involved. <laughs> Repeatedly on text. Yeah. Oh, well. The things you do. The things you do with kids. The things you do for love. Absolutely. Was that Izzy's thing? That's just coming to my head as a song. Things you do for love. Things you do for love. Was that her podcast? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what intro tune to that just came in my head. It was, it was sort of people talking about... Like um, daft the things they'd done when they had crushes on people and stuff. Yeah, that was really good. It's funny. I mean, people, yeah. especially as teenagers, people do crazy stuff when they've got crushes on people. Didn't she make a paper mache thing of something? Of a big penguin, yeah. Yes! It's coming back to me. It's a very, that's a very, very good point. Yeah, yeah, big. I think she she wheeled it round on a skateboard. That's it. Well, I, I get pissed, I get taken the piss off by buying a fucking camping stove. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, some of it seems romantic, some of it seems weird. I like paintings. I've, I've done kind of nice paintings and stuff and poems. Have you? Yeah. You have a framed poem, early doors in the relationship. Oh, mate. Your handwritten. One of you. Yeah, handwritten. Yeah. One, one of you. myself. Yeah? Oh, of course one of my fucking, fucking big What did you rhyme with Kelly? Don't believe in rhyming poems. Wellies. You wet bastard. I love Kelly, who's a fan of the jazz musician George Melly. George <laughs> Melly and Kelly, that's good. I'm not a slave to rhyme and meter. Okay. Yeah. No, but I was, in an art, I was in an art class before, and I wrote this poem called uh, the, the Tree, about a tree that I paint in, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Tree. Go on. It was a really good poem, The Tree. I'm on a view somewhere. Never mind. It's like um, me. No, but I showed it to one of the women there in, in our class. If you were willing to read that out, you would be the most extraordinary individual I'd ever met in my life. I can find it, aren't I? Yes, please. 
Right, here we go. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. John's right. teenage poetry is all taped up in a bin bag called the Bag of Death, which is in his attic. Mate, I've got a book of I've got a book of poetry and drawings I've done. Right. Yeah. There's been no editing here, okay? What's happened there is Mike has turned around <laughs> and has come back with a book of poetry within, I would say, not even a sentence. Two seconds. That's fucking amazing. Right. Hang on, look at this. Oh fuck off, he's got sketches in it, you mad cunt. Yeah. Loads <laughs> of sketches. Eight and a half here, look at that. Oh, I feel ill. Look at that. Okay, it's really good. You're of course nuts. it's good. But, but, you're the weirdest bloke I've ever met. You're the <laughs> top five weird people I've ever met. I'm leaving you the tree now. By a distance. And I broadcast with John. <laughs> he's, well, yes, he's got a bag of death in his attic. <laughs> a bag of death. My grandpa and my Uncle Mike, look at that. I drew that. Very nice. Um. Anyway, true. Why have you drawn a picture of your grandpa with your uncle in his arms? Hands down the oddest bloke I know. And complete confidence in his weirdness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, this. at no point was there, no, no, I'm not going to read that. So I fucking get it, you know. That's Florence. Yeah, did that. Florence. Your dick must be huge, man. Oh, massive. Like, you, can't, <laughs> or, you can't have a book of poetry or, or non-existent. Tiny. Tiny, yeah. Here we go. There's the, the only two options. <laughs> Put my glasses on. Non-functional uh, and tiny. <laughs> fucking join Here we go. The Big Dick Poet is about to read one of his stanzas. Big Dick Poet's <laughs> putting on his Carlos the Jackal reading glasses. There's the picture of the tree in question. Let's have a look. Right. Yeah, good tree. Best work. Thank you. Come on. Uh, tree, Dartmouth, July 2005. Um, <laughs> so tree. Blair is Prime Minister. <laughs> Where's the one in Grand Slam? Silver Sheen. Craggy antlers a magpie's nest. Tear the sky around, thick with driven rain and shades of grey, single and silent. Nature clinging to its long dead limbs, twisted and grotesque, inescapably drawing the eye, even in the unwelcome stillness. This is about Kelly. No leaves to turn to autumn trees to drop and blow and become the wet earth. No seeds to fall and take root, barren, gnarled. Witness to nature's inescapable cycle. Just the wait, patient and proud, for the day it too returns to the soil. Is it about your knob? Tree. (laughs) (laughs) You you fucking moron. (laughs) That's not a way to encourage my artistic bet. (laughs) You are a great enigma. Wow! People used to say that about Barry John. Oh, that's fine. I don't know where to start. <laughs> no, um, neither do I. Unleash it, Did man. you frame that? You framed that and gave that to Kelly? No, that's a different poem. I did a different one. Oh, sorry. Oh, you find the love poem. Oh, I don't know where it is. I'll find it. No, we, you, do, you do. You do. You know exactly where it is. It's on page 17. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, because it wasn't. I framed it. On, I, I got some nice cartridge paper and framed it properly. Cracking his armour. Yeah. A <laughs> armour. I, I don't know. I don't know where that one is. I mean, I don't know. I've never even written one yeah, about love. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, tree's good. Yeah. I framed her, then I gave it to her, and then she probably threw it in a, in, a, in a canal or something. I don't know. Yeah, I would, I would have thought, yeah. She set fire to it and threw it in the canal. Yeah, yeah. So never talked to me about it. It's probably just smashed it and put it in a bin. <laughs> Not drawn Nash Mark. Point. Nash Point in July 2005. Have you written a poem about Nash Point? You were very creative in July 2005, Mike. Big moon over Panath. Had you split up with someone in July well, 2005, Mike? <laughs> this is the thing. I So I joined... June 2005, dumped. July 2005. <laughs> Art Poetry class. begins. I... Jo- <laughs> I- 
<laughs> I joined the art club in 2005. Yes. I read Tree to an old woman there, right? Who you wanted to cop off with. <laughs> I read Tree. Yes. So I was painting the tree. I turned that from a, from a pencil sketch. Stop saying the word tree. <laughs> and she had the fucking audacity to say it wasn't a poem because it didn't rhyme. I said, poems haven't got to rhyme. Not all the time. Don't be a slave to rhyming schemes. And uh, she was insistent that it wasn't a poem. You keep saying that, Mike. You keep saying it. So when you say, what, did it rhyme, what rhyme with Kelly? Nothing is the answer, because I didn't mm. feel the need to rhyme okay. with Kelly. Not on your Nelly. Telly. <laughs> Telly's good. Yeah. I'd rather watch, watch some telly. telly. Yeah, yeah. I know you'd rather watch a telly, Kelly. I know since I'm smelly, I like George Manny. <laughs> See, I think this is already good. <laughs> Not as good as Tree, mate. I think we can all agree on that one. I think we can all agree that Tree is... <laughs> tree. In and of itself, a... Yeah, it's, it's, it's an art form in and of itself, I would say. There's bound to be some English lecturers listening to this. I'd love. I'd oh, there must be someone who can analyse, deconstruct. Well, give me your give me your honest opinion on that, and if it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, keep it your fucking self. Oh, you <laughs> mad bastard! It won't just be on my chair. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, this whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't read this a lot. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they more? The journal that I carry with me everywhere. <laughs> the poetry journal. I just wrote one on the way home from the school run, actually. It's called Fucking Traffic Lights. Like size episodes. Also lovely yeah. to see David Goldblatt, who is an absolutely amazing football writer. Okay. But mm. his book. Which one was he? The Guy the Dreads. Dreads. Cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I chose one of his books a very long time ago, then The Ball is Round, but the history of global football, which is a great read. So on my level. Yeah. The grass is green. The goalposts <laughs> are at either end of the pitch. It's a thousand bed. pages long, though. So <laughs> it's, it's, quite, it's longer than Lord of the Rings and the Bible. The players so are human. But the preface is great. <laughs> long, how long's the Bible? <laughs> It's, a, it's 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 a that long. it's big pages, and it's a small print, and it's a thousand page. Well, it depends on the Bible, isn't it? I've I've someone on a grain of salt. So you haven't seen a Bible on a breakers. grain of salt. They did, didn't they? No, they did. Breakers, I'm sure. Yeah, they printed the Bible, or certainly the New Testament, on like a grain of salt. They printed it on a grain of salt. I don't know where yeah. to start. I remember with that, someone. I remember someone with record-breakingly Etched. small handwriting writing the Lord's Prayer on a matchbox. More than that small. <laughs> that's that's, well, that's a, quite easy. A lot, a, a lot smaller than that. That's, <laughs> say, that's not an achievement, I would say. <laughs> you wrote the easy. Lord's Prayer on a matchbox. Piece of piss. <laughs> I could do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Go get me a matchbox. Get me a pen. I will do that. That's not a fucking... That's actually on telly. <laughs> get me some England's glory in a bit. I'll it, was right. one <laughs> si- it was one side of the small... Yeah, it's still not impressive. I don't care. That sounds shit. All right, maybe it was a match. <laughs> a match. I'm in. I can't do that. I think a matchbox. I pissed that. I think it might have been a match. God, it's yeah, a that thing to have a look at the green assault bomb right there as well. I'm sure that I haven't made that up. I just don't know how you do that. You etch it. You don't. You're not, not like a pen. It's With like a chisel. How are you? No, well, like I thought it was some like laser. I suppose I don't know. I don't buy that. Hang on a minute. I've not made this I up. That's bollocks. Well, it's a small, I'm going to put in smallest writing ever. Wait there one second. Smallest writing ever. Search. A man once wrote, the law's prayer on a matchbox. <laughs> <laughs> Seems 
Seems implausible. Seems remarkably doable. (laughs) (laughs) A world record. A world record that's easy. Really? Here we go, smart asses. Go on. Researchers Harry Manoharan and Christopher Moon, along with students at the Stanford Physics Department and Gebal Laboratory for Advanced Materials, were able to encode 35 bits of information per electron Oh, and write on. letters so small they're composed of subatomic bits of size. Oh, so small you can't even see three it. nanometers. Yeah. Or roughly one third of a matchbox, it says here. <laughs> <laughs> stuff, stuff like this, I tend to think, is just made up, though, isn't it? No, mate. No, but you here do. Go. They've got, yeah, I've written the old Bible on that. You can't see it because it's so small. Well, fuck off, then. You haven't done it, have you? There's loads written on grains of rice. Yeah, by, by hand. By hand. By hand, my ass. How have they driven that? Have you written in hand? A skilled artist once wrote 200 letters on one grain of rice. Bollocks. Right? They were only 26. On a grain of rice? <laughs> yeah. That's bollocks. A man from Jaipur holds the Guinness Book of Records record of writing 1,749 characters on a grain of rice. Grain of rice? It's not true. That's absolutely absolute massive, this well, you, grain of rice. I, believe me, I've dealt with the Guinness Book of Records, mate, and that'll be verified. <laughs> After your hugging excavates. After hug gate. Hug gate. But that can't be true. A grain of rice? What's he writing with? Hmm. Someone, one of our listeners, will remember on Record Breakers this bloke writing something on either a match or a very small matchbox. <laughs> or a matchbox. It had to be legible. I remember that. I remember Norris McWhorter saying it's got to be legible. I've got to be honest, the Lord's Prayer on a matchbox, does it does seem quite doable. It seems it? easily doable if you, if, to me. Oh, yeah. If you've, a piece of if you've got a big yeah, fine liner. Yeah. A barrel fine liner. Barrel. <laughs> I do that. Fucking nail it. Smallest writing. Smallest Ever. writing. Ever matchbox. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, tiny, absolutely tiny. It's tiny, it was really small. Tiny, right in Guardian in the Guardian. Now, yeah. your employer. So, yeah, it must be true. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hit me. Finally, good news in the world of downsizing. Stanford University physicists have broken the historic record of a small writing, opening a new door to computing's future. Their two letters, an S and a U, in honor of their employers are so tiny that if used to print up the 32-volume set of the Encyclopedia Britannica 2,000 times, the contents would still fit on the head of a pin. That's small. Buy it. 32 volumes of Encyclopedia Britannica. So 32 times that. Yeah. 32, 32 encyclopedias yes. times 2,000 on the head of a pin. Okay. Yeah, too small. Too small. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> I can't read it. Unreadable. Imagine that in the opticians. Unreadable. Unreadable. Yeah. Can you read the bottom line? No, I can't even see the pin. <laughs> I can't even see the salt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A grain of salt. Wow. Until now, it was assumed that information such as computer bits could not be smaller than an atom. Because materials are made of atoms, it was always believed that if you continue scaling down, you'd end up with a fundamental limit. You'd hit the wall. Yeah. But Stanford's new letters are subatomic in size. Because the team took advantage of a unique feature of an electron, its ability to bounce between different quantum states. In the vibration-proof basement lab of Stanford's Varian Physics Lab, <coughs> scientists encoded the S and the U within the patterns formed by the electron's activity called the wave function on the surface of a sliver of copper. Too small. There we go. The vibration-proof what? Lab. Wicked. I'd love a yeah. vibration-proof lab. Yeah. That sounds like bollocks. Again, it's one of those things that you can't, you can, you know, they can say that. That's so what I mean. Just prove it or prove Absolute it. Absolute bollocks. You know. Yeah. 
Point B. I don't know what I'm talking about. I can't remember. But, talking about someone's book being thick. The guy who was in the documentary, his book yeah. was thick. Therefore, oh yeah, the fellow yeah. you're on about, yeah, the, the, longer than the Bible, David yeah, David Goldblum. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But imagine that two thousand of the entire volume, <laughs> all the volumes of the Sonnet on the head of a pin. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. pointless. I mean, even even with my specs on, I'm going to struggle to read that. It's pointless. Futile. You realise how big everything gets blows your mind, but so does how small everything gets. <laughs> It does, though, doesn't it? It does. What's after nothing? Well, do, what do you mean? But if you're subatomic, right? Where do you? What is everything made of? Right? We are like ninety-nine point nine 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 percent energy. We're not mass. Did you watch a different documentary to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say I thought Stanley Matthews was a good player. <laughs> I can hit this table, right? I'm in the table right now. Yeah. Okay. Can you not do that? <laughs> yeah. Go on. But that's almost entirely space hitting almost entirely space. Right. Crazy, isn't it? I don't know. What point are you trying to make? Space can't make noise. No one can hear you scream. What, yeah, space can't hear you scream. Yeah, yeah, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I just blows my, I just Where we're living now, because we've got a lot less light pollution. Yes. I can stand out there in the nighttime and look at the stars and it just blows my mind. I, I'll watch it for an hour, quite yeah. happily, right? And that's the unimaginable vastness of space. You're smoking a lot of herbal stuff at the moment, right? <laughs> You'll and then when the pizza turns up... I you'll just... stare at the <laughs> stars for an hour. Domino's guy turns up for the third time today. <laughs> you'll stare... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, the Kit Kats are here. <laughs> ben, go to the garage. Go to the garage, get me a topic. You're right, you've never stared at the sky for like... Oh, it blows my mind. I wouldn't... I've it. never stared at the stars for an hour, I don't know. When I've been camping, I have, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, more yeah. than that. My God, more than that. You haven't. I West like... Wales once, getting all the... All the um, the sofa's off from the from the the rented house you're staying in. Put the, all the cushions out on the back garden. <laughs> and you weren't smoking any weed. Three or four in the morning, just looking at the sky. Was Kelly smoking weed? Was <laughs> someone smoking weed in the scenario? What we need to do is put the sofas outside. That'll help. But when you look at the stars like that, fucking hell, look at that. <laughs> look so, at that it just makes you feel so fucking insignificant. Like fuck's sake. Fuck. And Pluto used to be a planet, right? Yeah. It's, not it's not a anymore. planet anymore. Not since the fourth. They fucking sacked it off. <laughs> <laughs> sacked it off. Got dropped. He got dropped. Mike, Mike would be the funniest stoner in <laughs> history. <wouldn't> he? <laughs> Just all these facts. Can you imagine the bloody conspiracy theories that would come out of Mike Pubbins' mouth <laughs> as a stoner? <laughs> I'm so glad that beer is your vice and not cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he fucking. What do they think they'll meet? Yeah. What have they really written on that grain of rice? Yeah, when well, a fucking yeah. vote didn't change anything, they wouldn't fucking let us do it, would they? <laughs> <laughs> they all get together, right? It's all fucking blokes, obviously. They all get together in Chicago and they decide what you and me think. In lizards, they are lizards. Well, Brant is in the documentary, isn't he? <laughs> He's one of them. He's one of them. So, what have we got on your walls as a kid? A lot of Ian Rush. Yeah. Ryan Giggs. Less Ryan Giggs. I didn't like Man United, but I did. It was Ryan Giggs in a Welsh shirt. Okay. Yeah, and then around the time of USA '94, I thought I'll just put up any poster of any footballer. So. Some Very quite random ones. And Mar- Martin Darlene, who used to play for Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Anderson, who played for Sweden. Well, I had um, I had Buck Rogers wallpaper. <laughs> so 
Or just a Tweaky? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Tweaky, yeah. Um, with Dr. Theophilus. Yeah. Um, obviously, Buck and Wilma. And then Princess, Princess um, Adala, was it? Yeah, it was Adala. I can't remember yes. now. Tweaky and, and Theo. Right. I was into comic books. So I had, um, yeah, 2008 stuff, like Judge Dredd stuff and whatever. And then I, was, I had a little uh, shelf in the corner of my room, right above my bed. So underneath the shelf, so I look, could look up at night, there was a character called Venus Blue Jeans in, uh, in 2008, who was a genetic infantry woman, uh, who, who had a, a genetics had been altered so she could live in the poisonous soup of an atmosphere on New Earth. Um, but because it was a comic book and it was in the 80s, she used to wear not very much for a soldier, I'll be fair. She, yeah. Yep. She used to wear a bra and sort of combat. What pants. are the chances? <laughs> and, a ban- and a bandolia. She had white eyes with no no pupils, just completely white eyes, blue skin, sexy, if and a mohawk, and very big breasts. <laughs> but again, what are the chances for, for a soldier? For for a soldier, and um, so she was in. The, I used to look at her, well, every night. Have <laughs> yeah. a big old think. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should think about think how she can breathe on Earth. Oh, yeah, imagine being able to. God, imagine being able to breathe on New Earth. A lucky cow, you know. So yeah, I, so what are you doing up there, Mike? Thinking again? Uh, yeah, just, uh, thinking about genetically altered infantry people, man. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in Venus Blue Jeans, uh, Buck Rogers Wallpaper, and then I had some Duran Duran posters. <laughs> All right, fuck off. What's wrong with that? Such a gear change. I just didn't expect, yeah. I didn't have any sports posters. I Duran Duran posters, Venus Blue Jeans. And just load of Buck Rogers in the 21st ones. century. <laughs> porn, basically. And then I had, oh, I did have a bit of, I had... Uh, a bit of porn. No, not porn. I... I had a piece of paper that was signed by John the Davis. Uh, That's Dave not Pickering. pornography, no, Mike. <laughs> it is for Mike. No. It is for me, yeah. Uh, and Ray Gravel. Although when I was old, when I was in university, my, I, had, I, had, I had this amazing Athena poster in my room in university, right? The tennis Which one. Was just, no, much better than that. This massive poster. And it was just, it was called A Room with a View, right? Right. It was just a very large-breasted woman. <laughs> Leaning out of this like French shuttered window in just a bra, right? Enormous cleavage. You're an idiot. And I got a photograph <laughs> when my Canadian girlfriend came over to visit. <laughs> I we only had one table in the house, so I put that table upstairs in my bedroom to have a bit of privacy. And I made this shit meal. I thought it was being all romantic, right? But it was right under the room with the view poster. <laughs> so it was like a bottle of shit wine. Like spaghetti bolognese <laughs> and just this massive pair of tits. <laughs> oh my god, a lucky woman. I gotta show you the photograph. I'll try and get on. It's hilarious. What was I thinking of? Why didn't you take it down, you mad bastard? <laughs> I'm like just. A, what do you know what I'm like? I'm a, I'm who I am. Ask you. Ask you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take me as I am. I don't take me at all. If you don't accept you know. me at my worst. worst, you don't deserve me at my best. This is my best. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Wait till yeah, wait till you see the worst. <laughs> oh, no. oh, if only you'd had a a, a a rumble fish poster up or something, you could have. 
See, I was never Played into that. you at depth. I was into... Boobs. Well, boobs, basically. Yeah. I could take a leaf sport and music. <laughs> if, you know, if anyone listening wants to do a boob podcast... <laughs> Oh, Boopod. <laughs> At Boopod. <laughs> Don't leave Steph in charge of the bloody Twitter handle, whatever we do. At BO3 underscore one. Oh, but also imagine Steph's uh, some, somehow dark and chilling documentaries about boobs. Oh, I know, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, she doesn't die in this one again. Does she? Oh, Steph. What about you, Steph? I'm assuming a lot of new what county you, posters. <laughs> Len Asher, Steve. Come on. Len Asher, Steve Ross. Steve, Steve Graham. Steve Graham. Sonia. Oh, you sad prick. Oh, that's better. Steve Sonia Graham and Kylie. Sonia. Yeah, what, Sonia's the, in the Scouser with red hair? Not the Italian Sonia, who's much sexier. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yes. Which one? The, the, the Italian or no, British? No, the British with the Scouser. I'm thinking of the one who's saying, boys, boys, no, boys. No, no, no. no. Looking for no, no, a good time. She had red, red curly hair. Yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you'll never stop me from loving you. That's the one. It doesn't really matter what you How do. How the hell have you got this stuff in your head? You'll never stop me from loving you. This is why you don't read, isn't it? You knock all this stuff out. Yeah. I know, I'm too busy listening Sonia to and Steve Cram. Arguably weirder than Babin's choice. Yeah, weirder than Mike's it goes. That's weirder than Venus Blue Jeans and Room with a View. <laughs> it's more niche. With Duran Duran featuring Andy Taylor and his constantly changing haircut. <laughs> I felt sorry for Andy Taylor because Roger Taylor was a really good looking dude. John Taylor was a very, very good looking dude. Mm. Le Bon was good looking. Mm. Nick Rhodes always looked a bit weird. Andy Taylor was like the fella in school who couldn't decide what a cool haircut was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It went long, permed, short, side parting, middle parting, permed again, mullet. Just always looked bad. But you got, you're standing next to Roger Taylor and John Taylor. You're going to look bad. Get used to it. Steve Cram and Sonia. Yeah, she's very, very approachable. man and her, sort of. Sort of scouser. I oh, yeah. Sonia. Nice, nice girl. Lovely cheeky grin. Yeah, yeah. Dimples. Yeah. yeah I'd love to know what she's doing there. And he posts of her, like, leaning out of a window in a bra. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they had an archive of uh, old gramophone stuff from the radio days as well. And if it hadn't been caught... Jerusalem, if, Jerusalem. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> if something hadn't been called up from the gramophone library for a certain number of years, it would go on the list to be deleted. Imagine that. So, Marconi's first recording gone. Yeah, no, no, no one's wanted it for a while. Bin it, Gary. Gary, stick it in the that's, bin. Oh, There's a, a lot of speeches here by a W. Churchill. No one's seen. <laughs> no, get no rid of him. No one wants to put him in. Dark. So I phoned them up to get uh, Tommy Farr against Joe Louis. Oh please don't! Oh, wicked, please yeah. don't! Because please don't tell I was this. making a documentary about Welsh boxing, and that oh, was the first ever transatlantic. I'm <laughs> It was the first ever transatlantic broadcast as well, live. Shut up. They haven't deleted that. No. The guy goes, hang on a minute, and then he goes to the shelf, comes back, and he goes, oh, it's not on the shelf, mate. It's probably in the pile to be deleted. Oh, and my God. goes oh, out the back, me. and literally, if I hadn't have asked for it, two days later, that was being smashed up. No oh. way. Yeah. What, they, what, they smashed Definitely. them up? Totally <laughs> up to you. Just ordered... 
pure chance, pure luck. Not claiming well, any credit. Well, that's on that pile. My grandmother was coming round for Sunday dinner because it's the only food she'd eat. Um, <laughs> I think I just bought a book on Welsh boxing or something, and I said, "Oh, I was reading about Tommy Farr. I was talking about him with Dad." Yeah. Monkey said, well, "I met him once." I said, "You've met Tommy Farr?" She went, "Yes." And I said, "What do you mean you met?" But Tommy Favre, Joe Lewis, the boxer Tommy Favre. She went, yes, I met, yeah, yeah. I met uh, Tommy Favre. You'd have the Tommy Favre. I said, what do you mean, when? And apparently, um, uh, my aunt, my auntie Sally lived quite near him. And she said, oh, I'd love to go and see Joyce and Croissants, but uh, I haven't got a car. And Tommy Favre bought a car. And he said, I'll, no. run, you, I'll run you down. <laughs> he drove her down. Drove down to Croissants. She wow. went in, had a cup of tea, stayed in the. He, he, you know, I, I'm assuming he came in as well. Then he drove her back. That and I, I, I wanted to ask more, and Mumkey kept saying, so, oh, don't, don't, oh, don't talk. They don't want to talk at the dinner table. But if, <laughs> the it's, talk it's, at the dinner table. Yeah, come on. It's just oh, for eating. Yeah, but come on. What are you Come on. I mean, I've. Mushed cauliflower. Come on. I boil these carrots for 55 minutes for good reason. <laughs> Salty yeah. water. Yeah. Do you want orange salt or green salt? <laughs> My nan's fucking carrots. Jesus Christ. Sorry, nan. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'll have that sort of orange slop, please, next to my uh, <laughs> next to my meat of choice. Oh, do you need meat done? Well done or really, really well done? Can I have, can I have gravy on my orange slop, please? Yeah. <laughs> Which I think was... What was that? Swede, I suppose. Yeah. Why didn't everyone have rickets in the 70s and the 60s? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the more you cook a vegetable, the less vitamins are in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My nan must have had no vitamins in yeah. it for years. When did you start cooking his carrots? Well, last night. <laughs> what day is it today? How long have the carrots been on, Nan? Yeah. It's a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, love, I, love, I love to sort of suck my Sunday dinner. Just, just, <laughs> just eat it through a straw. <laughs> Most of it through a straw until you get to the meat, where you need yeah, half yeah. an hour of chewing like a bulldog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking pass- nine pints of squat. <laughs> pass me the drill, will you? <laughs> Where's your sister, Mike? She's uh, she's died of a salt poisoning. She's uh, she's alright. <laughs> some of the shit we used to put up with. My nan on Christmas Day would would oh. do Christmas puddings, right? Or put coins in it. Remember the old yes. How fucking dangerous was that? Yeah. I'm a dad. I wouldn't dream of it. You imagine if I guess four-year-old kids with five p in it. Yeah, that's got like pennies in it. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? It can't be the case anymore. But for years, the biggest cause of injuries on Christmas Day was was men putting jumpers on. No, putting their jumpers on, but they're with still with fags in their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> People. Some oh, people be dick they went to A and E with burns. Cause they put some Marks and Spencer's V neck Pringle jumper on. Jesus. We used to play like and then ha- Halloween these days, right? Pisses me off. You, you, <laughs> you surprise me. Like when I was a kid, Halloween was a was a thing. We used to go to my nan's for Halloween, you know. Um and there was we had two options. There was there was bobbin apples. Yeah. She'd put like one apple in a in a in a sink, in the same sink you watched Ramsey, <laughs> right? And put a bowl on the floor by the fire. And me and my sister and my two cousins on our hands and knees <laughs> trying to fucking chomp on an apple, right? And the, the prize, I mean, you, 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 we got loose teeth, there's blood in the water, there's spit everywhere, right? There's bits. 
if you if you if you manage to take a bite out of the apple, that was the prize. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that bit of the apple was the prize, right? <laughs> so we played we played Bob and Apples first, and then the other game was like the extreme sports version, which was called Swinging Apples, right? <laughs> and she would hang a, a different apple. To be fair to her, right? <laughs> On a piece on a piece of string from the pantry fucking roof, and swing this apple, and try to bite try to bite a swinging apple. What? My dad lost his teeth in rugby. Last one playing swinging apple. Jan Mulvey, good player. Jan Mulvey, good lad. Good lad. I love Jan Mulvey. Have you seen him now? Is he huge? Oh, he makes Thomas Brolin look like the after model in a slim fast shake ad. See, this is why we're going to lose weight as well. We're talking about Jan Mulvey there. I, I I knew you were going to say that he's he's fat now. Yeah. Right. Obviously, I, I I love comedy and I love watching old comedies as well. But if I watch an old comedy or an old film, yeah, I can tell you before I go on IMDb or before I go on Wikipedia, I'll know which of those are dead, right? Because you'll just go, he's a bit fat. He'll be dead now. Even <laughs> yeah. even though he's only in his, he would have died in his sixties. Yeah, you know. And even, I'm, I'm, it's like ninety five percent accurate. I'll go dead, dead, alive, 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 dead, dead, dead. Doesn't look great for Oliver Hardy, does it? He's dead. Laurel, alive. Yeah. <laughs> Harold Lloyd, alive. Fatty Arbuckle, dead. Well, little and large. Little, alive, large, dead. Yeah. Simple as that. So much of me using old references. I've done Harold Lloyd. <laughs> I've done Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, right, for round number one, I've brought a clip that Fucking hell, are we on round number one? <laughs> it's nearly midnight. Oh, God. How many other sports podcasts are discussing salty Sunday dinners, though? But you, but you also call dinner tea, which yeah, my yeah. wife does, too. Whoa. I don't, I mean, I, she, I calls, must... she calls lunch dinner, which really pisses me off. But they're, lunch la- they're not lunch ladies, are they? They're dinner ladies. Pack lunch, are not Pack lunch, yeah, good shot. Shit. Shit. God, he's, good. he's got me there. He's good, and he, and he good, and he quick. God, he's, God, he's quick. Oh, he's a <laughs> scholar, Mike. He is a scholar. Oh, he's a good scholar, mate. Oh, fair play to him. Hugely overweight, but my God, what a scholar. <laughs> It'll be such a loss when he dies. <laughs> Awful to look at, mind. Oh, terrible. Hell of a state on him, Oh, mate. yeah. Ew, he what a shape on him. <laughs> Dude, he hates himself, he does. <laughs> never been happy. He's never been happy. Comforty there he is, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's it well, mate, but I mean, uh, you know, tears of a clown and all that. <laughs> yeah. 40 bags of pombez, he leaked. <laughs> God, he's got children in the house. He's a young kid, so there's pombez in the house. 40 bags, easy. Those Barney Bears sort of chocolate like cake ones. Yeah, have oil. 30 or 40 of them. On, a, on an exercise bike. Completely pointless. <laughs> friendly, friendly yeah, man, though. No. But he won't be told to. <laughs> See, I call it tea and he calls it dinner. But the biggest difference is, for my tea, I shepherd's pie, he had dairy milk. Just... just <laughs> Big slab of it for his for his supper, like in front of news now. Big slab of dairy milk. What it is? You got a very sweet toothy eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to the NHL. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the problem, the problem with 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 steroids and performance enhancing drugs is that 
You have to go on. You, you have go to clamp down on it because if you don't, then it's your personal do it. then, as the tennis trainer. But then cut down on it. But then, <laughs> you've been told your trainer again. Have you <laughs> cut down on the steroids? Do some more planking. Ease back on the steroids. Yeah, cut back on the steroids. Six more burpees, Al. Six more. Six more. If the Olympics said, if the IUC said, all right, then go for it. Make a level playing field. Take what you want. You'd end yeah. up with 22-year-olds yeah. having heart attacks and dying. That is what would happen. That is but the running shot. seven seconds. Oh, I don't think <laughs> yeah, that would happen. Running four second hundred metres. Swings and roundabouts. Well, it's a 30-minute marathon. <laughs> so while I was doing a bit of weight training, I, d- I didn't want to, you know, we, we had ve- I've only been drug tested once in my life. Right. But I didn't want to get banned, you know. So I would always be reading to see what was banned, what wasn't banned, what could I take. So you'd take everything up to the point. A lot of the boys would take ephedrine. Yeah. Right? Because that was legal, yeah. and then they, they banned ephedrine, so we stopped. That's taking a stimulant, it. isn't it? Yeah. So there's always like this super Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like drinking ten cans of Red Bull. <laughs> and then we saw Ultimate Orange. Remember that, Steph? Ultimate Orange, brilliant. Oh man, it was like, it, oh Christ. <laughs> yeah. We take like two ephedrines and some Ultimate Orange, and then he woof. If you didn't have a heart attack by half time, you're doing well. <laughs> so um, I remember in our school sports day the year later. Go on, boy. And a bit of boy who'd broken his leg. Smoking dope. <laughs> I mean, I was at primary school. A boy who'd broken his leg in like year four. He went under meters. Rumours of school. Yeah, yeah, Craig. Craig's been on anabolic steroids. He'd be taking anabolic steroids. The whole broken leg was a ruse. I remember telling my dad when I got home. He's not five seconds off his time. He said, I need more. And told me that Craig has broken his leg and he's on anabolic steroids and he won under meters. My dad was like, Of course he's done on anabolic He's eight years old. <laughs> he's not even running for the county. He's not very good on anabolic steroids. He's not even running for the county. Come on. He's blood doping. He's blood doping. Yeah. No, serious, I saw him taking tablets at dinner time, the dinner ladies to- told him off for taking his tablets, he was anabolic steroids. He got hay fever pills. No, see- seriously, the Pyroton makes him run super fast. He injects himself every day in a fight. Oh, is he? Nine. <laughs> and he won't eat Mars bars. I think he's diabetic, mate, I don't... Sounds like he's got diabetes. No, he's shooting up here, we see him ruin it. <laughs> No, yes, because he's, he's... Once he took so many steroids, he passed out. No, because one of the doctors... <laughs> I think he's in diabetic shock there, His father he? knows one of the doctors at Withybush Hospital and he gave him the tablets and made him super fast. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was playing rugby, I went out with a girl over there and her old man was a, was, a, was a doctor. And I had this really bad hip injury for a long time. Like a, They call him a hip pointer, like right deep in the hip joint. It just wouldn't go away. And uh, one day at the house, he just said, I can sort that out for you. I said, really? He said, yeah, come, come, up, come upstairs. And he gets this box of tricks out and gave me a shot in my hip, an injection. Right. Well, I was right as rain. <laughs> I, remember, I remember coming back and telling my dad that like, my girlfriend sat <laughs> and taking me upstairs to inject my ass. <laughs> I was like 21 years old at the time. My dad went, up, went through the roof. <laughs> but it did work, so, you know. That's all I had to do was suck his dick. Something about protein in it or vitamin E or something? <laughs> zinc? Is it zinc? <laughs> yeah, a load oh, of pineapple. Yeah. It is quite he's nice. Known as, <laughs> he's known as Dr. Zinc pineapple. in Canada. He's a Dr. Z. <laughs> I have a spoonful of cinnamon come over here. <laughs> Dr. Z, what have you got to do? What have you got to take? I've got to drink pineapple juice three times a day. <laughs> Apparently it makes a difference. And then it's just really nice for about five minutes and then my hip feels bad. <laughs> he sucks all the lactic acid out of me. <laughs> Dr. Z. 
Oh, God. Can I buy this ticket? I'd be fair to him. He took the mind, <laughs> my mind right off my hip. <laughs> About five minutes or so. He said oh, a handsome God. boy like me shouldn't suffer from a bad hip. <laughs> To be honest, uh, my hip hasn't hit me for a couple of years, but I keep going back to it. <laughs> they must bristle because, I mean, in a game of hockey, there's no name calling going on. There's no, you know, if, if you're an arsehole, well, one of the things we talk about sport being improvised, while you also get in sport on the whole, and obviously not in all sport, but in general, right, is arseholes get dealt with. You, you, you don't yes. see. You don't see racism like you see in the general population. You don't see a lot of things that you see in general because you're not going to put up with it. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a racist in football or rugby or hockey or basketball or, or American football, someone's going to kick your ass, right? That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So you, you'll stop playing at a young age because I'll get literally beaten out of you. Yeah. And there's a respect that when you, when you play a sport, you know, that there's, there's a... There's a uh, a sort of implied mutual respect, and yeah. you, you want to get on with each other, right? No, famously with boxing and what a lot of sports, you know, don't get on. With. But I think that it, it, it's so hard when it, when your background is in sport and and being competitive and and that sort of honesty you get in sport. The when someone's nice to your face, and then writes something shitty about you in the papers, or talks about your family, or talks about you must. The next time you see him, you must want to go, you twat. Yeah, and you can't do it. All I think. Time. Well, I, th- I, I I try to get on with people, but there comes a point where I disagree with it. Yeah, and you know, if it's if it's mates of mine from from a sporting background, you say it as I see it. I say it as I see it. A bit of a ding dong, then it's done. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I say it as I see it, actually, and <laughs> and ultimately, the thing I value more than anything <laughs> is honesty. And if that means that I'm going to tell you that you're fat or that you're stupid, then that's just me. That's just me telling you. Take it me as or leave me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do it. <laughs> Take me or leave me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. If I'm not false, babes. I'm not false, babes. I'm not false. I will not be. If you can't take me at my at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> I just say it like it is. Well, don't you sociopath? Have a bit of fucking. <laughs> have a little bit of decorum and tact. Yeah. Have you never met people? <laughs> yeah. Pe- people don't like that. No. Yeah. People Generally, like that, as a rule. Yeah. <laughs> I will not lie. I'm gonna be true to my inner self. Have you seen no, the you film don't. Liar Liar? Yes, and that, that is this, that's not a doctrine. Yeah, just be nice sometimes. Don't <laughs> lie sometimes. It's fine. But if, if, if it gets to a point where you have a, where you have a, where you have a confrontation, it's okay, though, isn't it? I don't mind it. It's all right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll fall out at some point. Me and Rob fell out after we drew a dick on that. I was. <laughs> we got over it until he drew a dick on the other thing. He keeps drawing dicks on things and we keep getting over it. <laughs> you know. I can't. I'm trying to work out what the thing dick is gate. that he can draw a dick on that will end your relationship with him. Gravestone. That's why, you know, I don't know. That's the ultimate win, isn't it? If you die first and on your gravestone, he graffitis it with a cock and balls on the back. I guarantee he'd spray a cock and balls on it if I die first. Yeah, it's what he would have wanted. To get my own back on that prick, I'm just going to get a gravestone in the shape of a cock and balls. I just cannot wait. 
When I attend Mike's funeral, I'll be very, very sad, obviously. How, how do you know I'll big, die first? Of course you cock will. And, big cock and ball wreath. <laughs> that the three of us. Like Come on. Ball wreath. It's what he would have wanted. It's what he would have wanted. you got it all planned, I see. That's nice to know. <laughs> I got it ordered. If I die before you, Mike. <laughs> I saw the colour on you last week. I would be absolutely stunned and then sad. <laughs> and then dead. Oh, really and then dead. dead. You won't be stunned. Or sad. You'll just be dead. That's how dead works. <laughs> I'll be gutted. You'll be dead. It, is Mike still eating? Oh. Is this how Alice James ends? It's bleeding Stop from his eyeballs third, trying to list 130. Stop, Stop talking to the third person, you fell in. The best thing about this, and I could listen to, to radio coverage of Test Match Cricket and, and coverage of cricket in general. Yeah. I, I love that. Well-read, well-educated, um, for a sort of Welsh working-class boy. I, do, I really, I really, I love that sort of effortless upper-middle-class uh, cricket commentary style. I love it. Yeah. And you know what the odd thing is? It's off-putting with every other sport. Yeah, exactly, mate. And it yet is. for yeah. cricket, you're like, yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. But it fit, it, because it fits. I don't know. It just looks right. And what, and what I love about this is. Old John, as God bless him, he's trying to keep it together, and he's doing so well. And then you can hear the laugh start to come into his into his <laughs> voice. He, he he keeps plugging away. I love that. And obviously, yeah. what we can't see is what Agus is doing in the background. He's obviously lost it by this point. Yeah. Agus. And so John is just trying to is trying to stay on, and he can't do it. And I defy anybody to listen to that two minute clip. And not start laughing. Yes, but he's so well spoken. I love it. I can listen to that. Like I said, test match commentary, and they'll talk about because test match cricket takes a long time. There's no getting away from it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, a game that takes five full days to play and end up in a draw, right? <laughs> is is a long time. So they fill it with letters people have sent into them. Yeah, cake, cakes they've had baked. They'll talk about the local you know, church fate. It's a bit like this podcast. It, it's about it's about cricket for a bit. Yes, and then, <laughs> but and then most, most of the time it's not. Most yeah, of the time, the, about, most of Agnew's doing knob gags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And John is just talking about you know what, what food he's eating. It's something we do well in Britain. Well, I would say that I'm British and I've grown up with it. But when you listen to our commentators, especially cricket commentators, there's a real art form there. They don't. It's not in your face. It's not. I, I, I love American sports, as we know. I like, I like American things. Yeah. But a lot of that commentary gets right on my tits because they, they, they don't shut up. It's very in your face. Where this is really nice and gentle. I also so, love hearing people get the giggles. There's a lot of Beatles outtakes. I'm a massive Beatles fan. Huge, huge Beatles fan. Mm. There's a lot of Beatles outtakes where John and Paul and George get the giggles. And the one I'm thinking of in particular is Annual Bird Can Sing Off Revolver. Right. I don't know. They're this stone because they're recording revolvers. So they were they were yeah. all into hash at the time, and um, I don't know what happened, but they just start giggling after the first verse, and then they fall well, if you apart. Smoke hash, nothing needs to happen. To <laughs> but, but, I mean, <laughs> but the band, but they're still playing. So the music sounds great. It's a slightly different version of one that's on the record. So the music sounds great. But they're trying their best to sing and harmonise, and they're pissed themselves. Like, I well, there's the Elvis s- one where he's doing. Yes, the, yes, yes. Are you lonesome tonight? Like, right. Are you lonesome tonight? And he, and he puts a lyric in, which he used to mess around with the band backstage. Yeah. Instead of um, 
do you gaze at your doorstep and picture me there? He says, do you gaze at your bald head and, and wish you had hair, right? Right. And then he realises that, that he said the, the, the one they mess around with backstage in a gig, right? Yeah. He starts losing it, right? But in that, vo- in that song, the girl called Kathy Westmoreland was the high voice singer in Elvis's uh, backing group. She keeps going. She she doesn't miss a note. And there's a big, there's this like soprano voice going behind the song. And Elvis is gone. He's completely yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. And Wogan used to play that all, all the time on Radio 2. That's why I first heard it. Yeah. Yeah, so there's something about like, listening to people giggle out of context. And also with the Beatles, they spent hours in the studio, days and weeks mm. and months. So inevitably, they're going to start pissing about a bit. Well, Test Match Special. I mean... Once you clip on clip on YouTube, once you watch that clip on YouTube, there's obviously links to other clips. Yeah, they're always trying to set each other up, make you say things like Hugh Janus and Hugh Jardon and all these, you know, <laughs> just to just to make each other laugh, right? But this one seems to be like a genuine mistake. Yeah, well, he was jo- uh, Johnson was incredibly angry after this and really upset. Was he because, really? Yeah, he felt the. Agnew had been unprofessional and that he'd been unprofessional. He was really oh, hard really? on himself. Yeah, yeah. So that, that night, I think Agnew thought he was going to get the sack. Well, basically, it's a it's a sex joke on Radio 4. Yeah, yeah. Pre-watershed. Probably be- yeah, probably before that was something that Radio 4 do all the time, pre-watershed. But <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it, he, he thought that somehow he'd let the side down. In a very sort of traditional sort of way of looking at things, I just love the word leg over anyway. I, mean, yeah, it's, it's, I love I love that. As a, as a, yeah, imagine yeah. if he'd been. Yeah, I use yeah. leg over all the time. Humping <laughs> is another one you don't hear anymore. Humping and bonking. Bonking. <laughs> no, bonk. that's the proper word. I was word. bonking for an hour. Oh, yeah. Seven you, times I bonked. Have you bonked her? I bonked no. her last night. <laughs> she honked me, but I didn't bonk her. <laughs> there was a lot of honking going on, but no bonking. <laughs> Seven times and I bonk with England stuff. Yeah. My Yeah. Bonk fest. Bonk fest with Randy England star. <laughs> <laughs> um, my thirty eight double D fun bags. <laughs> Some British euphemisms. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my melons. <laughs> like I I personally Detest carry on. I think it's the worst humour. My forty-four double D melons. Every one of those innuendos and carry on. Yeah, just makes me want to go. Oh, forget, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> just say it. You're adults. <laughs> You're fucking adults. <laughs> if you want to say it, say it. Yeah. Jesus oh, Christ! You're not school teachers, you. So tiring. I used to watch it. I used to think I'm tired now because of all the innuendo. And, the, and there's a feminist Annoyed. in there. They're, not, they're always like a borderline Nazi. <laughs> Some woman doesn't want like a beauty contest because she doesn't think women should, you know, be judged on getting their tits out in public in front of pervy old men. <laughs> You'd think she'd be the good guy in this, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she comes across like she's Rudolph like a fascist. <laughs> yeah. She goose steps into scene. Look out! 
<laughs> a feminist are in. And you know, forty-five years later, it is Sir James so, goes, <laughs> so tiresome. Uh, like physically tiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you want a couple of bottles of milk? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, do I? Really? Um I don't know, I'd have to check. Sorry, oh you talk right. Oh, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd lock you up, wouldn't they? <laughs> You might have said yeah. you're going to get locked up, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> you're 50 years of oh, age, man. Exactly. Get, grow up. I'd love if I'd been... Ooh, if we, a bit of crumpet, a bit if, of nookie. If we'd gone back... Nookie. If we'd gone back to the 60s, Quantum Leap Sun and I'd, I'd become some, a director and I was asked to do the latest carry-on film. Day two, I've just snapped. <laughs> Fucking grow up. <laughs> That's a wrap. Yeah. Sorry, I can't. I cannot. I cannot handle this. I just cannot handle it. A friend of mine, when we were doing work it? experience at school, he wanted to work for a TV company. So the local TV company in Llanelli happened to make Kevin Glad, which is the S4C version of um, Country File, I suppose. They were making uh, an item on. Um, uh, the guy who ran the local bull uh, stud, and so they just followed him around. It was like a sort of a, a day. It was in like the life a madam for bulls. Yeah, like a, like a day in the life or a, or, a, or a week in the life of running a. Did he have like a pink hat with a big feather in it? Did he? <laughs> no, because he was no. For everybody, man. Because he was no farmer. <laughs> from, like, the huggy bear of the bull <laughs> industry. Cap Baldewi or something. My auntie girl ran a shop called Seaman World in Kamartha and that's sold all the that's true never. why have you never mentioned all, this before all of the paraphernalia that should have been the first thing you said oh, when you met me in Kamartha Market Seaman yeah it was my auntie and uncle's shop that was anyway shut up no. that's true that's completely true Right. You can't just gloss no, no, over no, 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 right, 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 right. So, what what does the sign look like for starters? Oh, just just Seaman World in capitals, <laughs> and it was all the paraphernalia from bull hire companies. So in Welsh, you call it Seaman paraphernalia. Yeah. So in Welsh, you call no, no, it Taro no. Potter, which means uh, bottled bull. <laughs> so my mate, my mate said the stuff that ended up. On what the market was this in? What market? Was there a record stall next to yeah, it yeah. for like second-hand records? Records. So we go there, buy some honey. Yeah, yeah. Bull spunk. I've got the name of your house. Some artisan bread. No, you're not buying the bull spunk. You're buying the paraphernalia <laughs> to create bull spunk. Yeah, yeah. So the artificial so you, vagina. So on a minute. Kind of so you got a semen world. Semen world. There's no semen there. No. Oh. Bloody hell. So what, That'd be a disappointment. Get shut down by the trees. It sounds like a really. A really crap theme park. So what, Trading standards went around. They were following around for a week. This is Taro Potter, this bull in a bottle. This guy was saying, <laughs> I don't know what, what it was. Uh, everyone in the Lloyd's pharmacy in Llandela looks at me funny because I go in and I'm buying KY jelly and batch. So you know, <laughs> you loop back the artificial vagina then and you place the bull's penis in the artificial vagina and then look... And they were like pints of jizz. Wanking off a bull in an artificial fanny. <laughs> so my mate... My Brilliant. We say this stuff on a cutting room. It's disgusting. I like it because I'm... So if I need a Friday, I'm going on the farms in Sunday lawyer, yeah? This is why you think cowboys aren't cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only cowboy you know is some dodgy old prick who wanks off bulls into fake fannies. <laughs> Then he goes line dancing with your mum. <laughs> he was wearing overalls. 
He wasn't wearing a Stetson. I can't believe As he's driving to Trelake to one off a bull in an Arctic <laughs> vagina. What are you doing today, love? <laughs> but he said, pint, pint. Oh, they look, look at me very strangely. I buy the amount of cow jelly I buy. <laughs> Everyone looks at me very strangely in the chemist and handy law. Because the amount, sheer amount of lube. <laughs> He must, yeah. They must think he's your uncle's bumming your auntie ragged. <laughs> no, no, my auntie and uncle, they run shopping. They sell the world. vaginas, Mike. It's a very oh, different experience. They, yeah, yeah. they sell the... the, the, the I mean, big, they ran yeah. a farm. It was, it was money on the side. The what if they model them on, like, the best-looking cow's fannies? Like, you, can get like a, <laughs> you get, like, a Jeff Striker dildo, can't you? I don't know. I, I don't know what they model the, the fannies uh, are. Are bulls that fussy? The problem I is, I, at oh my age, my you only really see... That side of the family, a Christmas, the odd funeral. That sounds plenty, mate. To be honest, what have you bought me again this year, Aunt? Oh, you haven't. <laughs> Tell me. About oh, the I think I know what this is. What I like about doing this podcast compared to doing like radio shows that I've done in the past is, in the past, mm. I would have spent five or ten minutes trying to think of a great segue between wanking off a bull and a clip of Brian O'Driscoll. And now, <laughs> and now I can't be asked. <laughs> Done. Uh, a footballer phoning up a football phone-in, which is always a recipe for something good. This is uh, Robbie Savage phoning up a uh, football phone-in in South Wales on a radio station that was called Real Radio. Um, to, he'd been dropped from the Wales squad and he's having a chat with former Wales international Leighton James. Have you, have, you had a, have you had a rejection from Tosh then? Have I've, you, not told, I've not told it. Not, not one word. Not one word. Have you written to him? Right. I, I think my written to him. Yes, yeah, so oh, no, I him in school. It's a, it's a simple question. Well, you you just said you're writing just... Oi, 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 don't, don't cut me face. off. You want to do face to Just uh, suggested something then. Why I don't, heard, I heard why, that. Why don't you get in your car and drive down there then? I'm prepared to anything I can well, to do it my then. country again. Do it then. Well, don't come on don't come on here and say, I'm prepared to do it. You've had you've had six months to do that. Does that never cross your mind? Six months later. To walk in. I said you've got to walk in. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Get off your soapbox. Nobody's saying that. Right. What we're saying is, right, what we're saying is... You weren't a bad player. You weren't the greatest player in the world. I I never professed to be. You weren't the greatest player. You 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 were technically right, but you weren't the best tackler. You you wouldn't go for 50-50s as far as my father remembers. Well, I'll tell you something, (laughs) sir. I'll tell you that now. Anyway, if I play against you these days... Uh. This used to get played in the office I used to work in, because I used to work in a sports office as a journalist. And I think from the day that this went out, this was played almost on a daily basis, just to lift morale. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were a sports journalist, Steph. Occasionally. It never comes across. It, does, it never yeah. comes across. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, the, the moment where Leighton James asks Robbie Savage to write to John Toshak... There are two things. He has a he has a go at him for not writing John Toshak a letter right, asking yeah. why he's why he's not um, being selected for the squad, and also Robbie Savage, I think, quite reasonably says, "What sort of manager, modern day manager, doesn't have a mobile phone?" And Nate James goes, "He's got no need for a mobile phone. Why should he have a mobile phone?" <laughs> what, what, 
It's the way the Leighton kept calling him son all the time. Yeah, yes. yeah. What? And that's you wouldn't have caught me, son. You wouldn't have caught me, son. What a wanker's trick. I'd be taking the first taxis of the studio, honestly. Um, Robbie says, well, you know, I, I, I mean, I'd attack. I didn't play. I didn't see you play. But my, my dad said you didn't like to get stuck in. You didn't no, go into 50-50s, according I'd, to my dad. Yeah, I'd attack <laughs> oh, you. Oh, brilliant. And you, you wouldn't have caught me, son. You wouldn't have caught me. <laughs> And it is. My dad said you're full of shit, basically. That's basically it. It was pretty. I never saw you play, but my dad said you were awful. He said you were, te- oh, you were technical. Super. You were technical. Well, I guess you, yeah. across- said you were technical. Robbie came across quite well because he sort of says, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the most gifted player in the world. Well, I'll work hard and I pass the players yeah. who are more skillful than me. Yeah. Well, I do, you know me, Al, I don't watch a lot of football. But when, when they built the Millennium Stadium, I was building it. I went down to see two Wales games. I think Wales played Brazil. Oh, yeah. I was and I went to go game. and see, I think it was Wales, Norway, maybe. Oh, yeah, it was one of the first ones, yeah. And I don't know a great deal about football. I watched Robbie Savage go from 18-yard box to 18-yard box for 90 minutes, like a a banshee. He must have done 15k, 20k running. You can level lots of things at Robbie Savage. You cannot level that he was ever unfit. His work rate was phenomenal. His work rate was insane. And also, (laughs) he knew what his job was. Hmm. Lytton James, I think it's actually... If you're under the age of 45, it's easy to forget just how good Leighton James was as a player. In yeah. his point, what did he play for? Very, he played for the Swans under Toshak. He played for Derby and Burnley. I um, There were some Burnley fans in my local pub um, a few months ago because they, they played Palace. And I got chatting to them. Northern Ponces, what were they doing there? But I said, oh, well, you know, whenever I think of Burnley, I, I think of Leighton James. Yeah. And they all, they were all in their 50s and 60s, and they all went, world class, world class. He was the best winger in Europe in his, in his day. Yeah. And his, you know, he was a really good player for Wales. What was, what was, Le- what was Leighton's problem with Robbie? Was it, was it not personal? Well, Leighton, I mean, Leighton and John Toshak were teammates for Wales in the yeah. 70s, and also then Toshak, when he was player manager of the Swans, Leighton was in his team. You know, the Swansea's most um, successful side of the early 80s, the one that went you know, fourth division to first division and came sixth in the first division. So, you know, they go back a, a long way, those two. But I my dad telling me in the week um, a couple of great stories. One, one was that I didn't realise that when, before I was I came on the scene, uh, so sort of 1970, 71, around that time, Yeah. my dad and my mum would go to see Cardiff City play at Ninia Park, which I, did, I didn't know. Um, and mum would wear, I think I told you, mum would wear like a, a, she was a school teacher at the time, she'd wear a blonde wig so nobody can recognise, you know, the kids that she taught wouldn't be able to recognise her, like standing in the bob bank. Um, <laughs> and my dad... What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fucking hell was that? Uh, my old man should be a Swansea fan. Said, Not now, mum. Right, so... so um, uh, but then he, he, he listened to the pod last week and he told me about the time when he had a run-in with the Millwall fans. Wow, I, I I was like I said what, and he said he there was a, it was a Cardiff Millwall game. Yeah, he said and one of these what was it F Troop? Yeah, yeah. One of these youngsters. I don't know if he was an F Troop or the Treatment, but he was he was he was a young, young hooligan. Is running through, I don't know I don't know what part of the sand it was in, but knocked this this lady over and knocked her a cup of tea everywhere. Um, being being a bit of a dick. So my old man, being my old man, grabbed this bloke by the neck. Right. So the next Street thing, justice. A, yeah, well, just to grip and say, what, you know, what you're doing sort of thing. So the next thing, there's about eight or nine of these Millwall lads and my dad. And my dad thinks I'm going to get a shoe in here. And that's, that is, this is what's going to happen next. And then two of the Cardiff City team, one was a Scottish player and one was 
I think it was, boy, basically stepped into the stand. This is this is the end of the first half. Stepped wow. into the stand to back my dad up, at which point the Cardiff City fans have obviously got the players' backs as well. So yeah. that's all that's all sorted. Come on, Harry the dog. But, Chill out. But also... But also <laughs> Harry the dog. <laughs> he just... Gone. Oh, I am... Um, You've got to be back and play a group in the morning. Come it, on. It is, it is quite rare. <laughs> that's on your CV. <laughs> it is quite rare that the players themselves get involved. I remember Carragher doing this with Adrian Durham on TalkSport. Yes. Adrian Durham had accused Carragher of, lock, of lacking bottle. Yes. So Carragher called him up and said, what are you talking about? And, you know, stood his ground. And did Lampard... I think Frank Lampard phoned up something, didn't he? Yeah. Talk sport off the top of my head. I think it might have been Adrian Durham again, actually. Adrian Durham has previous this kind of thing. I I listened to that, and I didn't think Robbie Savage came off badly from that at all. No, and also it's it's the pre-606 media Robbie Savage. So he he comes across as being quite meek. Yes, he does, yeah. And I, I, I had the... Pleasure of interviewing Robbie Savage last week. I'd never met him before. Yeah. And I, you know, we started recording at half past one. I asked my first question at one thirty-three. I didn't say anything then, apart from thanking him for coming on the podcast <laughs> at 20 past three. <laughs> because, you know, I've got a lot of time for Robbie. I, I like his punditry. Yeah. But like he just doesn't stop talking. And, and he, you know, nowadays he would give both barrels to Leighton the late James because he That's does that six or six every yeah. week yeah. and that is yeah. his role and he did it to me so he you know he he played with Ryan Giggs in the class of 92 I said so do you think that Ryan has got the attributes to be to be a successful Wales manager yeah and um <laughs> you know, he went well what do you think Ellis and he completely turned the Brilliant. conversation back Brilliant. on me and I and I got absolutely savaged like like I, I got savved and, and because I because I hadn't expected to be answering the questions. I felt like some poor sod who's on the way back from Stoke away because he's had a few cans and decided to call 606. When you're driving the gigs or driving from gigs to put 606 on and listen to punters, you know, someone who... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking truck drivers, but someone who's a truck driver taking complete umbrage with, with a particular formation yeah, yeah and yeah, having this yeah. brilliant idea about... Bring idea how the game should be played and what, yeah, what yeah, that manager yeah. should be doing with the team, right? And then, at what point do you stop indulging those people? Because obviously you've got to get people phoning in, and, and it's nice to nice to have the banter. But you, but you must want to say at some point, mate, no offence, <laughs> but you're speaking out of your ass. Like you don't know what you're talking about. What Robbie doesn't say in that clip, which is what he means, but he doesn't say it in so many words, is listen, we have a very shallow player base because we're a small country. Yeah. It's a strange decision that he doesn't select me when I'm playing for Blackburn Rovers, who came sixth that season and qualified for the UEFA yeah. Cup. Perhaps you're playing with better players, Robbie. Perhaps you're playing with better players. <laughs> Two guys. Two guys. Yeah. Two guys. But it's also a real, it's a bit of a wanker's trick. You know, all right, then who are you better than then? You know, if, so it, it could be a comedy booker, it might be it might be a boss, it might be a football yeah, manager, it might yeah. be a pundit. For him to say to Robbie on air, you know, who are you better than then? The presenter says, well, actually, there is, even if you include... Kumas and uh, Simon Davis and Giggs on the left-hand side. There is still a still gap a in that space. field. And he goes, who do you pick that? Who do you pick? And he goes, well, I would pick Robbie uh, Savage. Yeah, I think Robbie's on the phone. He did. That was <laughs> a classic, idiot. wasn't it? And, but then Lane is like, oh, you're not ganging up on me. Eh? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's like that, is it? It's like that, is it? Yeah, yeah get me on you. She can all gang on me, is it? Right. Oh, I get it. No, I get it. That's right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, have a go at Lane today, is it? Let's fucking have a go at Lane. Have a pop of Lane today, is it? Lane, just hang on a minute, mate. 
Oh, I fucking reading your mail, mate. Oh, I get new. Oh, sunshine. It, I can fucking rem- suss you out. It reminded me of being in pubs when someone is taking the piss out of one of the le- out of one of the regulars, yeah, and it's really it funny until about half past ten. Yes, when he's had one too many, and now you're like, oh god, there's going to be a fucking fight now. Because we've been taking the piss out of the fact that he orders roast potatoes and boiled potatoes for his Sunday dinner. I mean, this was all funny an hour ago, but now, now, now his face is red. All right, uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullies, bullies, you are, see, boys. Bullies, you are coming in here. Just because I like, I like Dauphinoise potatoes, boiled potatoes, Pembrokeshire new potatoes, I'll eat any. And my wife knows that, and my friends and family who love me, my loved ones know that. But that boy, oh, bully, oh. Fuck off, Dave. You see, we did a mash bat. We know what we're talking about, man. <laughs> bully and Malcolm, yeah, very, uh, very mash big boy, mash boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, have a go with me because I've got nice hair like you, is it, Rob? Yeah. Is it, Rob? With your fucking shampoo and your long hair and their highlights, I can see the bottom from you. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> 50 50 indeed you know because because Ro- robbie he has got a shared dressing room with those players so it, it puts him in such a yeah, difficult he's position he's brilliant drop. still my favorite part though is just have, have you written write him a letter write him a letter write him a letter write him a letter like we're in school we're gonna write to him uh, yes i say that my missus or my, 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 my lovely wife's an, an english was an english teacher She's a, she's, a, she's a deputy head now. Well done, Cal. Saves me having to have a job. Right, so... Uh, <laughs> but they still, as part of GCSE in this country, right? GCSE English, yes. right? Write a letter to your local MP explaining that... I thought, I said, fuck me. These kids have never seen a pen. What, what are they going to write? And it's like, yeah. how are you going to write stuff? Like, your address, top left corner, then their address, and then, then the tagline, and then dear so-and-so. I said, Kelly, no one's writing letters, right? Who's writing letters to anybody? Apart from Robbie Savage to John Toshak, no one's writing letters. English to see question three. <laughs> you are a disgruntled Premier League footballer. <laughs> Your manager has just dropped you from the national setup. Yeah, he does not have a mobile phone. <laughs> we'll get his address then. Please write four. We'll get his address off the FEW. Get a post box or something. Some of his reasoning, it <laughs> sounds like two drunk men arguing. He sounds like he's having a kebab in the second half. There's <laughs> <laughs> fucking chili sauce on here, man. I told what? And the way he gets, I said garlic sauce. And the way he gets Robbie to admit that he hasn't written John Toshak a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go then. You, you clearly don't want to play for your country. Uh, oh, so you want to play for your country, do you? But you can't be bothered to buy a stamp. Leighton, Leighton, I didn't have you a stamp. You could borrow a stamp. I didn't have yeah. a stamp. Can I ask you a question, Robbie? Can I ask you a question? You play for Blackburn. I'm assuming you yeah. don't live in the town itself. You probably live yeah. in, the, in the outskirts of a small village in Lancashire. Does your, does your village have a shop? Yeah. Well, could you buy yourself an envelope and a stamp? Does your village have a post box, Robbie? <laughs> Do you pass a post box on your way into training on a daily basis? Well, there we are then. Well, there we are then. International footballer, Robbie, you can't afford 21p for the first class time, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Go second class. Go second class is not a fixture for three months. <laughs> All right, then it'll take a day longer to arrive. That's how much you want to play for your country, is it? <laughs> I love uh, Muhammad Ali, I just read one, two, three, four, the book about the Beatles, the Beatles yeah. in time. And there's really famous photos 
of the Beatles meeting Muhammad Ali around the time mm. he fought um, Sonny Liston. And the photos are really famous. There's the one where they're all lying on the floor of the ring and he's and he's shouting at them. And there's the one where he looks like he's going to punch Ringo and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And apparently he turned up, and I think it might have been the Beatles' first tour of America. So he turned up at the gym and the Beatles were there. They said, right, do you want to make some money? And then he was great in front of the cameras and he was amazing. And apparently he hadn't really wanted to do it. And they weren't, they were a bit unsure because he wasn't Muhammad Ali then. He yeah. was a, a challenger in a title fight. So they weren't sure if it was worth it as well. And then they had a, a fantastic laugh. And you see these photos, and they're two icons of the 1960s. You know, the Beatles and Muhammad Ali. And apparently, as soon as the Beatles left, Ali said to his trainer, who are they? <laughs> he, had no, he had no idea who they were. There's a great photograph. I'm not doing this because you've mentioned the Beatles, El, but of Elvis and Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the 70s, where they probably were the two biggest or most recognisable people in public life right? yes yeah, certainly on earth I'd imagine um, <laughs> certainly on earth yeah if not if not everywhere yeah <laughs> alright I, I say I say your Marses your Venuses <laughs> your Mercury's you got your Uranus your, uh, <laughs> your Jupiters your Saturns <laughs> I love pluralising stuff yes your Barcelonas your Real Madrid's you forgot you've forgotten your Pluto boss <laughs> oh wake up Dave it's not 1950 <laughs> It's been a planetoid for 60 years, man. <laughs> but they loved each other's style as well. You know, they, they both have, were, were known for their style, not just what they did, but how they did it. He was admiring one of Elvis's uh, jumpsuits. So Elvis got him a, a gown for his next fight in an Elvis style. It's a beautiful-looking gown. With, um, it's either says Champ or his name on the back of it, but it's, it's a rhinestones and... It's a stunning bit of kit. And and he wore it to to his next fight yeah. into the ring. But he lost the fight. So we never and being a boxer and being a sportsman, superstitious, he never wore it again. Yeah. So Yes, that but there's great photographs of those two hanging out together. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, Christ, imagine walking in a room thinking you're, you're an A lister and there's bloody Elvis and Muhammad Ali shooting the shit. Yeah, quite a lot on BBC Wales. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of Five Live as well. It's going all right, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the thing I'm excited about at the moment is a podcast I do with my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get a Patreon going. If you could mention the Patreon of one of your gigs, Elvis. <laughs> and and Mohammed, if you could maybe mention Muhammad. it. Sort of before one of your big <laughs> fights against, against George Foreman or Ken Norton or something. That'd be really yeah. good. Well, he'll be plugging his, his lean... Is lean, mean, fat, reducing <laughs> drilling machine. You sort of plug the patron for us, like you know what I mean? Because the thing is, it's not just giving us money. There's there's also an additional film podcast called Michael Owen's Movie Club. Yeah, Still yeah. point that out. And I know, I know, I know mooch you like. There's a mug in it for you. Yeah, and, a, and, a, and an ad, and an ad free version because people, I, I know people find the adverts annoying. Just, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. <laughs> Maybe could you put it on the inside of one of your LPs, Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just put that distant pod and then people can find out for themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's internet, it is. It's a thing. <laughs> it's for the future. Don't worry. Well, podcast, I suppose, is like a big, in our case, well, unedited Imagine, like, imagine like a, a yellow pages, but on your telly. Yeah. 
but in your pocket <laughs> and a record player on a map <laughs> and, and like a way of sending letters to your friend but they, an, they answer in instantaneously it's like in a, your pocket it's like a dictaphone like we can use it to phone people as well <laughs> <laughs> and do typing on it and stuff a record player on a map yeah it don't cost on, nothing that's the thing on a big TV camera and then there's a sort of signal in your house you can't see, and then it all gets it from that. Then and they basically like you can not listen to radio shows on it, right? But they like radio shows. They <laughs> listen to them when you're ready for them, and you can either pay or be a cunt. <laughs> I suppose it's the equivalent of people stealing your records out of this. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. watching your boxing for free. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> Home no. taping is killing music. You know, that's what they say. They minted mine, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't do it in a studio. We just got like mics in the house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mike's, he calls it a bar. It's a garage converted, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a garage with a fridge, like. Yeah, anyway, thanks, boys. Enjoy your night. <laughs> cheers, Elf. <laughs> cheers, Mo. Cheers, Elf. <laughs> Hell of a nice boy, that moment, isn't he? Hell of a scrap of What I think's funny was Skippy. It's like Skippy is like his little girls and boxers do it. I've never understood why it's those two groups of people. Anyway, at Distant Pod, if you get, if you get the chance. I'll say this for Hell's mind. He can hold a tune. <laughs> lovely singing voice, I think. Not much of a scholar, but a lovely singing voice. <laughs> Have you ever been to Atlantic City? No. No. It is. Oh, you were with Nigel Havers, didn't you? you yeah, me and Nigel flew over yeah. to. Yeah. With Don DeLuise and Fred Astaire, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I went with Gandhi, actually. I should probably That's right, have yeah. said. You, you, did, you did say. You had twos up on Princess Grace. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like if you went to Vegas in the 70s. Oh, this sounds right. But as soon as you stepped out of a casino, you were in Skegness. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just change that. Just it's the worst place I've ever been in my life. Really? It's, oh, it's the entire boardwalk is full of crackheads, and the casinos are full of depressing gamblers. Whereas Vegas is full of really high flying, cool, you know, yeah, yeah. Let's play craps. I do. This I is do. full of old grannies putting money in the slots at three a.m. Who were there at yeah. 3 p.m.? There's a lot of that in Vegas as well. I mean, you go into a 7 Eleven. You don't see Richard Gere there with Julia Roberts or anything. Go into a 7 Eleven to buy a can of Sprite, and there'll be some old lady on the gambler in uh, in Vegas. It's a very, very weird place. I'm not sure I'd go back, That's true. actually. I, I, I went to watch Kazaki um, fight Bernard Hopkins in Vegas. So, him, so we all, you know, me and my mate who liked boxing all went. Because we didn't realise that A, he'd win, and B, that would then be his launch pad for his American career, because he fought Roy Jones Jr. in New York a year yeah. later. And I wish I'd gone to that one instead, because I'm not a gambler. <laughs> and if you don't like gambling... <laughs> there's it's quite boring, isn't it? There's literally nothing to do in Las Vegas. You know, I, it's quite a big place, so I assumed, obviously, that it would be gambling-orientated. I didn't think... They'd be focused well, on it. Be absolutely well, nothing else. <laughs> You've read the rough code. <laughs> he's a Massachusetts boy. He's got a Bruins. Yeah, 
sweatshirt at the beginning. So I'm assuming he's like a Boston area boy. Yeah, anyway, right? yeah, he's from Lowell, Lowell in Massachusetts. And we talked right at the top about Cabot being like a Welsh grandparent, right? Mm. If that was Irish, he'd be known as like Irish Dick Cabot. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. But the Welsh tend to sort of assimilate quickly. So I mean, I, I like Mickey Ward. I assume was born in the states. Well, I I, I looked into this because his nickname, Irish because Mickey his nickname Ward. is Irish Mickey Ward. We're talking yeah. great great grandparents. Oh yeah, I love that. You know, I I assume I assume that his both his parents were from Cork, and that, and yeah, that they the least, they'd moved the over and they'd moved over to they both kissed the blonde and they'd stuff. moved over to America six months before he was born, and he went yeah. back there all the time. No, he. No. <laughs> He's completely. Yeah. He's from the east coast of America. He's completely. He's, he's, a, he's a redhead. He is Irish, Mickey Ward. I love that. The Irish, and they're they're shameless. The Irish about this, aren't they? Absolutely shameless. I've lived in, you know, I've lived in North America. The number of Irish bars. It's like Rod Stewart with his fucking Scotland bit. Yeah. Rod Stewart's about as Scottish as me. True story. My my dad, in North Berwick, uh, North Berwick, the Nether Abbey Hotel in North Berwick. My dad was up there on a rugby tour in the 70s. He was just stay at the Nether Abbey Hotel. And I think the bloke... Let me get this right now. I think the bloke who owned the Nether Abbey at the time was the cousin of Rod Stewart, I believe. Right? So my dad went there in, like, whatever it was, 72 or 73. He gave my dad the room that Britt Eklund and Rod Stewart had had the week before. Oh, wow. I don't know. How good is that? I mean, it'd be even better if they were still in there. <laughs> And Dad was well. Brit- Dad was like one of those back, back, back in the, the dark days of uh, Swan- budget, Swansea budget. City in the late nineties, around the sort of Tony Petty era. Britt Eklund's brother was apparently interested in buying the Swans. Oh. <laughs> Gary Eklund. Yeah. The thing the thing used to hear all the time in pubs <laughs> in Swansea. Brother nearly bought Swansea City. And you see, there's all the time in the pubs around the Vetch and the Garibaldi and the Builders Arms and those pubs and the Clarence. You see, there's all the, the there's all the time. What I don't understand, right, is why doesn't Catherine's eat a Jones, Bonnie Tyler? Just give the club ten million pounds and say, do your fucking worst. It's not one of them. Nice for small change, like isn't it. <laughs> Why does she make a film? Why doesn't Catherine eat the jewels? Just give the club, give Doug Sharp ten million pounds to say, "Do your fucking worst." What's Mike Douglas worth? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to him, man. Nothing to him. It's fucking loose change to Michael Douglas, isn't it? <laughs> we are scrapping for our lives in League Two. Sticking the club now. He could sort the fucking club out in an hour. <laughs> Why doesn't he do it? I don't understand. And he won't fucking do it, like. <laughs> yeah. What's fucking wrong with him, like? You know what I mean? <laughs> She's always going on about how much she fucking loves her hometown. Why doesn't she fucking bang that club ten million quid? I, n- I never understand. And Bonnie fucking Tyler, mate. She's thick as fucking thieves to meatloaf. I know for a fact he's minted. Why doesn't Jim Steinman meatloaf? Bonnie Tyler, bang Doug Sharp ten million quid and say... All the boys turn up at the vetch on fucking big motorbikes, right? I can see the lodge now. Lovely. He meets there. With his, with his wife, Mrs. Lowe. Right? Beat. Mr. and Mrs. Lowe on the halfway line, and all the boys turn up on motorbikes. Yeah, I can't sing at half time. Job done. Everyone goes down Derek's records, buys it on the single, buys a single. Come on, shake and see if die. He's a fucking Cardiff boy, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you can save Cardiff City. We got Bonnie Tyler and Catherine Zeta Jones, don't you? Oh, my gosh. Where's Andy Hopkins from? <laughs> 
Patalba. Never know. Could be either. Yeah, could be either. Could be either, either Patalba. Don't know. Swing both ways on it, doesn't he? Swing both ways. <laughs> They're right on the cusp there, aren't they, Port Albert? Well, Port Albert's like five miles from Swansea, but it's there's a lot of Cardiff City fans in Port Albert for some yeah. reason. I think it's because a it's lot hilarious. of people from Cardiff moved down to Sandfields Estate to work in the Steelworks in the 60s, I think is why. Yeah, it's the glamour of it, isn't it? <laughs> what makes me laugh about Swansea, mate, more than any other place I've been to in the world, right, is, and this is very much including my wife's family, right, they think the world basically ends at Port Talbot. Right? You've seen the, the like the Truman Show. There's that dome. Yeah, yeah. That he sort of he sort of bangs into at the end. <laughs> well, for them, that dome starts in Port Talbot. Yeah. And goes about maybe eight miles. Yeah, yeah. Junction forty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> Junction forty-eight, right? Well, when I first when I first started seeing my wife, she'd say, um, "Oh, I've got to get the car MOT tomorrow." I said, "Oh, no problem. I'll drop it down for you." No, so. You follow me down in your car. I said, to where? <laughs> Brunevred. I said, Brunevred in Swansea? What are you going there for? Get me MOT. I said, what's the fucking MOT in Cardiff? What are you doing? So her dentist, her doctor, her MOTs, her opticians, everything was in Swansea. Right? Yeah, yeah. For years. Yeah. Right? She was like the black sheep of the family because she had the audacity to leave Swansea. Because right? her dad, her mum, all the uncles, all the aunts, all everyone else lives in Swansea within about, you know, 150 yards of each other, right? And we should go down there every weekend, right? Yeah. I said, well, gay, why didn't he come up one weekend? Your dad. Oh, he doesn't like to drive. I said, well, he's a plumber. He drives all the time. He's got a, you know. But he just does his like, plumbing route in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Swansea area. Yeah. So the one Christmas he said, um, all right, Mike, it's Jeff, innit? <laughs> I said, all right, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, what it is, right? Uh, we're going to go shopping in MacArthur Glen for Christmas. I said, okay, yeah, oh, fair enough. Do you want to meet us halfway? Meet me to say? So, because we didn't want to drive to Cardiff, yeah. you would drive halfway. So, rather than drive the full 40 miles, which takes about 40 minutes, he drove to like MacArthur Glen Shopping Centre. In Bridgend. Which, if you don't know the area, is in Bridgend. So, we had to drive 20 miles from our house. He drove 20 miles from his house and went to a Frankie and Benny's in a yeah, shopping centre instead. Yeah, of course. The Spud you like. Yeah. Well, we had a Frankie Benny's in with Posh, but I mean... <laughs> that film, that was like a big excursion. Two things you don't see these days, proof A's and B days. That's yeah. true. That is true. There can't be many houses since we the had, 1980s that have been built with a B day. A couple of podcasts ago, yes, Mike talked about how when he came to that money, he went mad about Harley Davidson. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If this was 20 years ago, he'd have bought a B day for the bathroom. I would say 30 years ago, actually. I have tried to buy, like, a 70s, like, on eBay, a four-piece bathroom suite. Right. So I think, like, an, like an aubergine or a plum, I'd love that. Four-piece? With a, with a, yeah, because you have the, you know, the bath, yeah. the sink, the toilet, yeah. and the beader. Right. There always used to be four-piece sets. Okay. Like the, you know. So, in my dad's house, there was a four-piece bathroom set. Right. And my dad will tell you, nothing better after a game of golf or a day in the garden. Washing your balls or, you in know, the sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I have to do now <laughs> but my dad in the 80s and the 70s when he's working in Bristol yeah. he could drive back from Bristol stuck in a traffic jam on the old Seven Bridge yeah. two, taking two hours to get home vinyl seats in a Capri <laughs> <laughs> upstairs trousers off B-Day on cool splash <laughs> not even a hello to the kids on the way through the door <laughs> <laughs> the world's a better place he loved the B-Day Hi, dad. Oh. 
What are you doing up there, Dad? I just love it. And there was a little a lever. You could have it spray or rim. And I just sort of put... <laughs> <laughs> and rim just when it came out of the rim. Not that it, Obviously. A little, a little tongue didn't poke out of the bottom or anything. <laughs> and then spray. Use your imagination. Straight up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but some of them had well, downward pointing taps. Uh, we're talking about Castleford against Wigan, obviously. Oh, you could fill the bowl. You could fill the bowl and dip your ass in it. Yeah, but I never got. <laughs> yes, it makes perfect sense if you ask me. The French think we're disgusting not having been. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The number of times when you, you know, especially when you're younger and you're single and you're at somebody else's house and you're going to get lucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? What a drama! Yeah. You're trying to wash your bloody bum and balls in the sink. <laughs> Isn't it? Do you excuse yourself during dessert? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, not dessert. No, I, I, mate, I, fucking hell, Steph. If I was, if I knew I was on a promise after dinner, <laughs> you know, I'm dessert. I would have had a, I'd have had a proper shower. You know, when twelve hours what? before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, in the old days when you went out for a night out, yeah, and you met a young lady or a young man, whatever, whatever your preference might be, yeah. Um, you know, get back to their place, yeah, and then have, to have you got a beat, eh? <laughs> Yeah, have a quick wash. S- suddenly turn the conversation four pints in around to whether they have a four-piece yeah, yeah. or a three-piece yeah. bathroom out, out, suite. Out of interest. In Kiwis. <laughs> have you got a BJ? What? A BJ? Have you got a BJ in the house? Because, because my intent is to have a clean bum. <laughs> but life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. <laughs> There's a T-shirt for you. <laughs> I intended to have a clean bum, but life, life gets, gets in, in the way. way. That's a, a beautiful lyric, but a bidet you'd be sorted, and you could use the hand towel because it's going to be you're just using water. Oh, I don't know. Just, yeah, yeah. No, because it's no. I, I wouldn't clean. want you using the hand towel. No, but it's just water. I like, understand that, but clean. it's also just a bum. I don't want any bums near hand towels. Why? If it's a clean bum, I don't, I don't care. There's no difference. Really? Well, don't invite me over for dinner. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bum skin is just it's just it's just toughened skin. It's just it? skin. It's just skin. It's just skin. Next mm. to where poo comes out, it's just skin. Anus and, yeah, anus but and clean, toughened skin. Clean skin. That occasionally see some awful stuff. <laughs> A lot more awful than your hands. I think it's probably less germs on, the, on your bum than your hands. <laughs> on the whole. <laughs> on the whole. <laughs> Boom. You're really proud of that. <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. I love the look on your face then. <laughs> Ching. Ching. Nailed it. Comedians do that all the time. You talk to a comedian, they'll say something off the cuff, and you can just see him thinking, I need to write that. this down. Yeah, yeah. Got to write this, write this down. This that's that's, that's good gear, actually. That's, that's, I've got a new material night on Sunday. I'll do that that's there. That's quite a funny line. But it's going to be quite hard to to, 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 to shoehorn this entire conversation. I'm going to link that to the bit I had about the... Yeah. Supermarket shopping. Supermarket shocking to clean hole. <laughs> Comedy's on with the links. <laughs> I remember once I was about just before we move on. Go on. Um, I got lucky with a young lady. This is God. This must be third, nearly thirty years ago. That's depressing. And uh, I was back at her place, and thought I'd have a quick, you know, upstairs, make sure I was nice and clean. It's very gentle. He means a wash. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, washing my below below the yeah, waist yeah. area. Yeah, you're, you're down below. So you're twig and berries. Yeah, Stephen and, and the twins. Yeah, <laughs> my, my my branch and tangerine. Yeah. 
And I drive myself with. She had a white handheld. I can see it like it like was yesterday. Oh no! And I thought I can't use that. That's that's offside. So what I did was, <laughs> I tore like a four-inch wide strip off the handheld. <laughs> I used that, yeah. right, to to make myself fresh down below. Yeah, with soap and water and everything else, and you know all the stuff. Uh, dried it with the the long the bit I hadn't destroyed. Right, you're an animal. You ripped yeah. a hand towel. But, but, but I thought, where am I going to put this bit of towel now? Well, yeah, I can't. I can't put it down the sort of toilet. I'm like, a, I'm not an animal, Alice. So I can't put it down the. Toilet you're also not in an American comedy film. I can't Good put it on in, you. I can't put it in the bathroom bin. Yes, she'll suss it straight away. But eventually, so I opened the bathroom window, <laughs> threw it out the window, right, and only worked out when I was leaving there. Post event, yes. There was a garage underneath. Oh. Her garage was underneath the, the bathroom window. Okay. And the, and there was just this strip of forlorn-looking towel. But wouldn't the torn the garage roof towel in yeah. the bathroom the, give the, the game away? The leftover towel that is now shorter and frayed. Yeah, the, the frayed, <laughs> the frayed the end of what remnants. you've left in there. Mate, that I would was look all my blood was in my penis. I wasn't thinking straight. I just needed to get clean. If I, if I went in. I went into a bathroom after my my yes. new my new boyfriend friend. was in. Your new friend, yeah, my new special yeah. friend was in. It. And he, I'd realised he'd been ripped, tearing my towel, like ripping my towels in two. What's think, worse? Like, I think the guy's fucking. Well, there's only nuts. three outcomes there, mate. You either rip the towel, yeah. right? Or you don't rip the towel, in which case you've got a, a shitty towel you've got to leave in the bathroom. But it's not, it's not going to be shitty. You've cleaned it, haven't you? So that your well, bum yeah, is yeah, clean. I've, I've used it to clean my bum and my willy. How dirty was your bum? Life gets in the way, Steph. <laughs> Not particularly dirty, but I like to be spotless. I've said that before. Yeah. Nowadays, if I go out, I take a little packet of wet wipes with me, just in case. I think you're quite... Then I, then I, I think you're... Then I realise I'm married and I don't need it. <laughs> Put them back on the shelf. Carry on with your shopping. <sighs> so, that's Rugby League sorted. Um, yeah. So, to... <laughs> <laughs> to distance running, Alice. On this podcast, we've, we've talked an awful lot about um, playing through the pain. Yeah. One of uh, Mike's favourite quotes of all time from Vince Lombardi, I don't expect my players to play injured, but I do expect them to play hurt. Correct. Well, for a sport that now is synonymous with people play acting and rolling around and and pretending to be hurt when they're not, this is the ultimate example of playing through mm. the pain. This is Bert Trumpman, Man City goalkeeper at the 1956 FA Cup final. Birmingham counter-attack desperately, but Bert Trumpman pounces like a cat. And again. But what's happened? Trumpman's down. He's injured. Teammates help Trumpman to his feet. He tells the trainer he's all right, but the crowd can see his neck is hurting badly. So there we have it. He played with a broken neck. Um, Unbelievable. He broke his neck with about 17 minutes to go. Um, it's a horrendous challenge. Roy Jones's chiropractor comes in with a chisel. <laughs> it's a horrendous Snaps challenge. Him. What I love about this, and the Pathé Newsreel gets an awful lot of mileage out of this, he, he goes on to make two in particular incredibly important saves, but physical saves, because obviously in, in those days... Being a goalkeeper was pretty dangerous. You could effectively headbutt a goalkeeper into the net 
and 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 the and the goal would stand. Is um, I think it might be the nineteen fifty seven FA Cup final, where he's he's charged by the striker. Right. The goalkeeper has his cheekbone broken, but he's holding onto the ball. He lands up in the back of the net. Goal stands. Nowadays, you'd end up in prison. In those days, it was just that <laughs> yeah. was, it was, it was the perfectly the match. <laughs> reasonable way of scoring a goal. So Troutman breaks his neck. Now, in the initial very heavy challenge, he stays down for a bit. Understandably, he gets up, rubbing his neck very gingerly. He seems to rub his neck all the rest of the game. (laughs) He rubs his neck for the rest of the game. Now he makes roll it out, rub my neck, kick that, rub my neck. (laughs) Now he makes. I think it's broken. Now he makes he makes two very important saves, physical saves at the at the striker's feet. Again, he gets up, more rubbing of the neck. His neck is actually is literally crooked. Jesus and when he Christ. met Prince Philip after the game, Prince Philip apparently said, uh, your neck's crooked. Oh, to be fair to Prince Philip, I mean, that's that's mild. He's German. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it, it could have been a lot worse. In a whole raft of material <laughs> that he decided to put to one side. So, you know, your, 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 your head's the wrong shape and it's pointing the wrong way and your neck is crooked. You sausage-sucking kraut. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't Not re- now, Philip, I'm in pain. <laughs> he didn't realise that he'd broken it until a couple of days later because he got signed off by the physios <laughs> and then he went to hospital the next day and they said oh it's fine just sleep on it you'll be right and then he went back for a second opinion and they said yes you've broken your neck did you come back after that yeah he had, a, he had a difficult first season back because he lost all his confidence understandably again because he'd broken <laughs> his neck below his chin <laughs> yeah he got an obe and one of the things he got his obe for was for anglo-german relations so if you think about this yeah, he, he'd, he'd been at, at man city for a couple of years already by this point i think he was at Man City by He was a prisoner of war. He was a prisoner of war. Right. And then never went back to Germany. Yes. Yeah, so and, and the Bert Trotman story is not widely known in Germany because he wasn't eligible to play for the Germans because he was playing his club football in England. Okay. So he was at Man City from 1949, I think. You know, this is four years after the war had ended. And there were enormous mm. um, protests against the fact that he was playing for the club. City had a large contingent of Jewish supporters. Okay. And they marched against it and they protested. And the thing with Troutman, I've known this story for years. And the way I was always told it was he, he got this OBE for Anglo-German relations. And even before then, he, he was seen as significant for this reason. He changed a lot of people's opinions on Germans and normal Germans for being such a good goalkeeper and being such a brave goalkeeper and being so loyal so to Manchester football films, club. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> What I haven't realised until I looked into this yesterday is that he was a, a Nazi war hero. He won the Iron Cross. Christ, was it? So seriously? He, 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 did, he did buy into Nazism and, and Hitler. Although you could be an Iron Cross winner and, and not be a Nazi. He was, well... I'm not, I just want to make... make I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I'm very I'm defensive there, Mike. <laughs> I'm not excusing Nazism. It's well, objectively a bad thing. <laughs> I'm they saying a lot, of the, a lot of the a lot of the Wehrmacht, a lot of the, of the German, so, you know, professional soldier class would consider themselves to be soldiers, not not. Nazis. Where he was stationed, he was stationed with a lot of Italians, and but he would often. I'm glad we won. I'm absolutely <laughs> clear. <laughs> but he would often beat up Italian soldiers and steal their fags because he thought the Italians were like physically and mentally weak. He was quite a tough bloke, Trump man. Mm. I'm with him on that one. To be uh, honest. <laughs> I just find it extraordinary that in in a game that physical football was so physical in those days, 
to have broken his neck. And he knows he's hurt himself because of the awful lot of ginger rugby. But what a story. This is why the internet's good, right? Because my dad told me that story about uh, Troutman when I was younger. But, you you know, when you were told these things in the old days, it wasn't like they were going to show a Pathé News clip from the 1940s on TV anytime soon. Yeah. But now you can just find them. Yeah. You can can look up anything. He looks like a proper poster boy for the old... uh, National Socialist mind, doesn't he? I mean, you love it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of memorabilia no. behind you there in the bar. <laughs> it's like that episode you know. of Father Ted. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a place, we've gigged here, Al, right? in the um, the Wedgwood Rooms in Southsea, which is near Oh, Portsmouth, Portsmouth. yeah, yeah. With Dinger, the compere. Yeah, Dinger's a great yeah, yeah. bloke. So then, on the way, listen to the pod as well. Hi, Dinger. Um, driving into the gig, they, they used to... There was a, a big advert on the side of painted on the side of a house, like on the on the, the gable end of a house. Yeah, because there was a, like a Second World War memorabilia place there, and it said Second World War memorabilia, um, both sides, guns. Um, <laughs> well, it did in massive it said um, covered. It was like it was like Nazi goods. Well, wow. I was going in there to buy Nazi goods. Any Nazi stuff, mate? <laughs> Any Nazi stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was just. Just browsing. What I what I what I am interested in though is uh, obviously I, I've been I've been browsing the all the allied stuff. <laughs> Have you got any of this stuff? You know, there's two sides to every story. <laughs> Anything Axis based? Axis. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, is it the history? Is the history I'm interested in more than anything? I'm I'm, I'm a real, real bloody history buff. Me didn't do, do, didn't do it for all level, but um, yeah, just uh, just just really interested in history. Doing a bit of research for a book. Here. Um, <laughs> what's the what's the book called? I I like Nazis. The book's called. <laughs> I was two pounds off twenty stone in the middle of lockdown. I thought, fuck, if I hit twenty stone, yeah, next stops be thirty stone. <laughs> I mean, that's not how it works, but yeah. Well, yeah, like no, but like, that's what I honestly thought. I thought because. I keep saying I'm going to get in shape, but I just keep getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And first of all, I was 18 stone. Shit, I'm 18 stone. Then oh, then 19 stone. And then I thought, fuck, I'm nearly at 20 stone. Did no part of you want to eat to the point where you reached 20 stone first just to have been Yeah, that's what I did. I'm a big round numbers guy. Yeah, you should have had six <laughs> cheeseburgers for all times. Yeah, sake. exactly. Just nail it that one day. And then started training. Yeah, and then train after that because you haven't really hit your target. <laughs> no, I could have I done it in half a day, simple as well. Yeah. Absolute wanker. Wait yourself at a different time of day. Don't poo for a day. Yeah. Mike, what are you drinking four litres of water for? I'm just, just to. trying to hit 20 stone, love. <laughs> get on the phone. Can you get the phone? <laughs> I tried to take a photograph the other day. When I, when I got under 17 stone for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Right? But I got these black glass digital scales. Okay. So obviously to try and get every bit of weight off when I'm, when I'm weighing. Because so I did the first one naked. Balls out. I always, I always weigh naked, right? So I stood on the scales. I thought, fucking like yes. a box desperate to make I was weight. 16 stone 12, right? Yeah. I thought, I'll get the phone. It doesn't weigh much. And I'll take a photograph of the scales. And I got my feet in there. Just on my toes. You can see it was me, right? Thank fuck I didn't post it, right? <laughs> because when I looked at it, no, my cock and balls. Of course they are. Because it's a black glass scale. Yes, of course they are. <laughs> Imagine sticking that on Instagram. <laughs> Honestly, it was five seconds away from going oh. online. Is that Mike? Is that Mike? That's Mike. <laughs> I remember Mike. 
No one needs to see that first. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, this I wish you had. <laughs> oh, oh, you it'd been so funny. God, God that would have been good. Some, uh, I had a oh, screenshotted uh, that. Oh, within seconds. Oh, straight, straight <laughs> to the favourites. <laughs> yeah, but this old fella on here. And there's the old, there's the one old deer on there doing um, those sort of uh, Olympic ring pull-ups. Yes. Yeah. And there's they're decent form on those people. The, the one bloke's doing deadlifts. That's fantastic. That's oh, what a great to... thing to have as your hobby. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Walking's good, but not just walking. Do something else as well. Don't fucking pick up a tin of beans. It's all, yeah, do, do some curls with beans. <laughs> I'm not fucking eight months old. Fucking beans. <laughs> if you can't kill 330 grams, fuck off. Seriously. <laughs> Shit a brick. Just use just use tins of beans. Fuck off. Have a bag of rice. Lie on your back and bench that. Oh. <laughs> catering tin of beans. What are you on now on a catering tin? <laughs> you are well done. It's like the sort of thing do they show on breakfast TV back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even have There'd to be buy some the weights. Tw- some twat on there in Lycra, and then have like baked beans in a carrier bag doing curls or like oh, <laughs> baked beans in you. a carrier bag. <laughs> Deal yourself a fee. <laughs> yeah, makeshift exercise equipment is stupid. A lot of people planking in the gym recently, I've noticed. You're still not convinced that even if you put weights on your no. back while you plank? I tell you what I'm, proud of, I tell what I'm proudest about, right? I, I've, I've trained religiously now since August the 29th. Okay. I haven't done a single core exercise. Yeah. At all. Yeah. You should be proud. I haven't done a single stretch. And I haven't done a single warm-up set. Come on, everyone. So here's the mic. If I was doing bench press, I know what my eight rep max was from last week. Yeah. I'll start on that. Straight. Take, take my tracksuit top off, put it on the floor, load up the bar, do that for eight reps. So you, you, you don't think you should stretch after a heavyweight session? No, I don't stretch and I don't do any warm-ups. Put it this way, I've stretched before every rugby game ever, I ever played in and I've broken every bone in my body <laughs> and pulled all my ligaments. <laughs> And I, and I haven't stretched for three months, so I'd be perfectly fine. There's not, there's not a single piece of evidence, hard evidence, that proves that stretching does you any good whatsoever, or warm-up sets. It's all bollocks. In my opinion. But if, you, if, if, you do the, if you follow my advice to the letter, and you injure yourself, you're not going to get me in court. So If you're following Mike's advice to the letter... <laughs> but anything, yeah, you're a dick. You're thick. You're, thick. <laughs> you're medically thick. <laughs> you're thick. Clinically thick. Clinically thick, and we can't help you further. <laughs> okay. If you th- think we can't say thick anymore these days, the, the, then you're thick. You, you're wrong. <laughs> you're thick because we just have. Oh, I say thick all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, thick people are thick. I once, I once said, I said the thing about thick people is they can't remember your name. Like, if I see someone in school that I was in school with 35 years ago, yeah, that was thick in school, yeah. I'll go, hey, Rich, all right, mate. All right, mate. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll say, I'll say to Kelly. He hasn't got a clue I am because he's thick. <laughs> not because he's traumatized. And she said, well, that's nothing to do with She said, that's nothing to do with I bully that thick can for free. <laughs> no, a, lot, a lot of thickies are stronger than they look. That's <laughs> thickies. Thickies. No, but you know what, though? I said, I said the thing is about thick, thick people just don't remember stuff. She said, oh, "What do you mean?" They can't. I said, "Well, that's why they're thick." I said, "If, if you could remember, if you could remember stuff, you wouldn't be thick. That's what thick is." <laughs> if you teach me how hundreds, tens, and units work, I'll remember it because I'm not thick, <laughs> right? If you're thick, you can't remember it, so you're thick. So if I see Richard and I know his name's Richard because I'm not thick, 
He's forgotten my name's Mike because he's thick. He was feeding the rabbit in school because he's thick. <laughs> <laughs> right, we were Mike. all doing multiplication. Yeah, he was doing lettuce. His GCS, he was grated carrots, and he was happy with that, because he was thick. <laughs> and the other joy about being thick, mate, we think we we think we got the fucking long end of the straw. <laughs> but you've got no expectations of you thick, haven't you? He's not keeping up with the Joneses, he can't spell Joneses. He doesn't, he doesn't even know what the Joneses' name is, he's forgotten their name. Because he's thick. Blissful ignorance, let's, let's call that for a reason. Blissful ignorance. Not being thick is a bloody bane of my life. <laughs> I wouldn't be so pissed about not being on panel shows if I wasn't <laughs> so, so not thick. I'm not thick. I'll tell you what is thick, though, Mike. What? Not being able to read. So what's your audiobook of choice this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to turn the light on. I want, to, I want to read a quote from it as well. I'm going to wait there. Okay. He's going to go and wake up, Ben. Get him to read it <laughs> If Richard is listening to this, by the way, which he won't be. You won't know it's about him because he's thick. He'll be in the pub or he'll be watching fucking I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> because he's thick, okay? He'd rather watch a moron eating a worm <laughs> than listen to this. Oh. Would you go on that? Then you listen go on, to, you go on then that in a heartbeat. Bu- then listen to bullying being justified I, for three yes. hours. I would, but this, well, well, this, my caveat would be this. Yeah. I'd go on it. Yeah. I'm not doing any of the challenges. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck if people don't eat. It doesn't bother me at all. I'd come back to the camp. How, how many stars have we got? Fuck off, stars. I, I think I'm eating a worm for you. You're mad. <laughs> You're mad. Have some beans and shut up. Have your fucking beans. They're not going to starve you. It's a right? TV it's show. It's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. You've got enough calories to live and you've got water, right? I'm not eating I'm not eating a fucking grub for you to have a freaking Big Mac. Forget it. Would you not have a spider in, I in a deep sea I diver's fuck? helmet for no, seven minutes? I wouldn't do anything at all. No. We want to put you in this in this glass coffin. No. Yeah. Only the t- poor termites over you, no. <laughs> Genuinely you wouldn't do any of it. Do you think you might no, win do doing that? I don't know, I don't care. Give me my money, I'll go. If you're booking it, you must have someone that do no challenges and not engage at all and call everyone else in their I'd thick. love to see you around the Please campfire. Talk to my agent. I would love talk to, to see agent. you doing that. <laughs> round the campfire. Call, I got no time for th- Calling Joe Pasquale thick. I would, I would love to watch it. Come back fucking drenched in monkey spunk, whatever they do. Oh, I got a steak. No I got a steak. I got no steak and chips. Monkey spunk <laughs> being poured on you. Monkey bukaki for steak and chips. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone, I got a steak and chips because I'm covered in monkey spunk. <laughs> I go fuck off, Joe. You weirdo. Sad swear. Right, right. We've got four monkeys lined up in front of you. <laughs> Are you going to let them all spunk on you to get the camp some food? <laughs> no. Add a push, I'll spunk on them for a bit. <laughs> oh, my God. But just for me, because I'm the one doing the hard work. I'm putting the hard try, yards here. Yeah. You try getting a boner over a monkey. Mike, will you wank on a monkey so fizz from Coronation Street? <laughs> <laughs> Can have a dessert. <laughs> Can have... 
for coming. Will you, will you whack off over a macaque? <laughs> so the fizz can have an angel delight. It's our game called Whack a Macaque. Come over here. Oh. Was that easy telling us to shut up? I was easy to saying that my laugh is keeping her awake. Oh, sorry. I haven't told her why I'm laughing. <laughs> Mike's telling a great joke about wanking over a monkey. Oh, God, sporty. Sporty. <laughs> sport. I forgot it's a sport. I it's forgot easily, about that. It's easily done. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, Go on, me. hit me with your book. Monkey oh, man. <laughs> Macaque attack, Bubbins. Macaque attack. Oh, I got a wicked pop shot, too. They'd be in trouble. that ranger coming in trying to resuscitate a monkey oh my god the ranger saying to Ant and Deck off camera I just didn't expect this amount this pints of it this isn't coming off <laughs> monkey going get me out of here <laughs> I'm a monkey get me out of here <laughs> where's me angels you like fuck off I don't care that Steve Pink wants new potatoes with his stick. <laughs> I did want to go to Monkey, but it wasn't a challenge. It was just for me. <laughs> Let your swash starve. He regularly has a Highland fling in the front room to remind himself of his days on the music hall and to entertain his wife, Elsie. But this sort of thing, remarkable enough in a man who will soon be embarking on his 90th year, is merely a warm-up for Mr. McLean's first love and main pursuit, sprinting. So there we go, the tartan flash, right? <laughs> I, used to live by, I used to live by the tenor, what would Burt Reynolds do, right? Right. That has changed since when I saw that on Thursday, to what <laughs> would the tartan flash do in any given situation, right? I just, it's so good. That, that opening, when you see, it, and his wife is sat there, love her, God bless her, on the two-seater sofa. him. And he's doing a Highland fling, which, I mean, I talked to my mate Luke about this, who's Scottish, and we're in universal agreement that a Highland fling is probably the shittest of all the world dances. Right? <laughs> he remembers me having to do the Highland fling in school, and even Scottish people hate it, so I don't know who's supposed to enjoy it, right? Well, Elsie isn't. She's hate. Do you know what? i tell you why Elsie's not fucking enjoying it, shall I? Cool. She's seen it every day for 50 years. You know, just, I, I can imagine Elsie, God, God rest her soul, just saying, Flash, can we just have... Have a morning off. Yeah, just <laughs> the the Welsh the Welsh equivalent is clock sh- dance clock show, which is clock dancing. I don't oh, know if you've ever God. seen this. My mate Gethin should do that. My dad would always say as a teenager, he'd say, "Oh, if you want girls to like you, clock show." Really, no matter how big your clogs are. Oh, I mean, there's a caveat there. If if you want girls who like clog dancing to like you, yeah, that's what He's missed out a bit of that sentence. I would say, Dad, I want no bit. I want no part of the clog dancing fancy and girls. Thank you very much. Girls like the boys who come. So he's doing a Highland fling for his missus, right? And she's Your sat dad lied to you. With like, she's sat there like painted on eyes, isn't she? She, she is bored shitless. Oh. She, is, she has heard him talk about winning the South African 100 metres championship. In 1910. 9.9? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, though. Amazing. Well, it's, 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 it's the 100 yards. Pull your out. So it's shorter than 100 metres. Pollocks. Starting Flash's name bandied around this podcast willy-nilly. 9.9 seconds. 100 yards, though, wasn't it? 100 yards. Yeah, shorter, shorter distance. I like you're, two things about this. You're talking about a 10-800. That's doable. 
I loved him. I love him so much. He does the 100 metres in 40 and a half seconds as an 88-year-old. But I'm pretty sure, right? I mean, there's that clip when he's over at Crystal Palace there and Elsie's there wearing her Sunday best again, right? Yes. Yeah. She's there. She's there. Like like my nan. She looked like my nan in a day, right? My nan would have about 14 layers of clothes on. Yeah. So she'll have... I'm telling you, Elsie's wearing stockings with suspenders. Yeah. Petticoat. some knickered arrangement, then a petticoat, then an underskirt, then a girdle, then a skirt, and then a vest, and then yes. several blouses, and a top, and a jacket, and a coat, and a hat, and a, and a hat pin, right? And a, and a brooch. Right? <laughs> a brooch. <laughs> and a brooch, right? <laughs> With a stopwatch that I'm fairly convinced has been stuck on 14 seconds for about 30 years, right? Yeah. But there's no way, right? There's no way the Flash is doing that in 14 seconds. It's just, it? I just did think. I'd, I've got no idea what my hundred meter time is, but I thought oh. if I can't beat a hundred, if I can't beat an eighty-eight year old man, good boxer too, mate. Good boxer. Yeah, broke a bloke's ribs. My dad. What talks- time did I do, love? What time was it? Fourteen <laughs> seconds again, Flash. Yeah. Oh, great that. Been fourteen seconds since the fifties. I'm so right. consistent. That's right, the man. thing. <laughs> I'm not draw. I'm eighty-eight. Ninety I'm years of age next year. Since my personal best. He's doing. Prince, he's almost. He's, going to he's then getting on a plane to America, where like I think the next oldest bloke is like forty-eight. He's like my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to fancy your chances when you went in an over forties oh, race. If you're forty-four and the bloke, the bloke in the lane next to you is, is fifty years old. Fancy my chance against Alan Wells in the over forties. I'm a very confident man. <laughs> Do you know? He, I think I googled him. I think he died at ninety-six. I was gutted. I'd like to think he died on the track. That'd be brilliant if he did. Did 14 seconds again. And then died. <laughs> Elsie had died five years earlier and he just propped her up. She'd been embalmed <laughs> with a 14-second stopwatch next to, next to the finish line. What say is that, love? What's that you say, Elsie? 14 seconds. Aye, right enough. That's... What, another island fling? Okay, <laughs> off you are so nicely. Love the way you say, please, at the end of that. Granddad Flash, where's, where's Nana Elsie gone? Right. In the track. She's been dead for years. Just there, just wheel her out. Stick her on the finish line. Little voice box just that just says 14 seconds. <laughs> Press play. How did you love? 14 seconds. <laughs> 14 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wind blow high and the wind blow low. <laughs> Dancing around a corpse in the living room. Just out of habit. Just out of habit. We've all done it, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's Bantu for murderer? Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> what's Bantu for being kept against my will? <laughs> Poor woman. She didn't talk and all that. Do you know it? The whole talk. thing. What a life. Oh, Wake up in the morning, just think, oh, Jesus Christ. Put 14 layers on, go downstairs, have a, have a Highland fling, go to the track in the rain, say 14 again. seconds, come home. Even though it's clearly taken him a minute and a half. Come home, he hit the bus of Africa again. 9.9, I did love 9.9. Iron his kilt, curse my longevity and go to sleep. <laughs> did you break his ribs? Whoa, that's, that's great. That. That's oh, right, right. 1910, 9.9, 9. that was great. See you in the morning. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even reckon yeah, Bantu. That was Bantu for little, little fast, little fast man. Good night, Flash. 
Like, Imagine with your Bantu Google Translate. It says here it means you weak cunt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the flash. Shut up. Don't knock the flash. All the Bantu lads just to shunt, you know. Fast one, fast one. Night now. Fast Bantu for 14 seconds. Although I love you, Elsie. Aye. <laughs> Thanks. I love you too. I love you. Want a cup of tea, Elsie? 14 seconds. Right enough. Elsie, how much longer should I do this fling? 14 seconds. I want nothing more in life than in 50 years from now to still be putting on my best Highland gear and doing a fling for my wife downstairs and then going down to Leckworth running track <laughs> smashing br- out a one minute 30 <laughs> hundred metres <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's there just going 14 seconds for man. Christ's sake just tell him 14 seconds please it's not worth it Ben he gets it's angry worth it. Boys. <laughs> he gets angry and bangs on about South Africa <laughs> If we don't want him to bang on about FW to Club, <laughs> it's, it's easier to say that he's run 100 metres in 14 seconds and then we can all go I t- home. I told him it was 14 now. He was PW Boater for four days. <laughs> Please don't mention that time Ellis did Zola Bud as a clip because he'll lose his rag again. British! <laughs> as is my love of pubs and all, and all things and all things very British um, I love this clip this is this is something that should still be going today and if it is going today I'd like to throw my hat in the ring to be the 21st century Fred Truman this is uh, Indoor League which ran for several years in the 1970s now then just slipped out for a minute from the biggest bonanza of sporting scale I've ever clapped eyes on. Down here at the Queen's Hotel in Leeds, we've got 60-odd of the best players I've ever seen in my life. None of your Charlton and your Geoffrey boycotts, mind you. This bunch of ads are kings at those sports you get up and down the land in every pub. There's one fellow who's shown up from Scunthorpe in a 10-gallon Stetson hat, and he's floating coins around in the best game of show opening I've ever happened across. And there's two of the cockiest blokes, students playing table football, as though they were Giles and Bremner. So let's get cracking. We've got those 60 in there. The first prize in each game is 100 quid. That's uh, a good what, what do you want? I mean, what do you, what do you want to watch? What do you want? <laughs> you, 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 want you want Fred Truman, you know, up against a bar with, his, uh, with a pipe, with a pipe, talking about, you know, there's a, there's a young lad backstage and he's got, uh, with, with a 10-gallon hat. And he plays the best game of shove ape and he ever seen around these parts in many a long year. <laughs> and the bloke's just playing shove ape and he, uh, bar billiards, um, darts on a Yorkshire board. A, a Yorkshire yes. board, none of that, none of that trebles. None of the trebles. Yeah. 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 trebles. That, that, that is a proper Yorkshire board, is that? <laughs> I just assume it just takes a lot longer to play. Yeah, no exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's because that's what people want to watch, isn't it? No, I, if, if, if you're with your a lot of people these days drinking in the house. I've got a bar in my house. Mm-hmm. I can just sit there having a beer, watching people play proper pub sports. I loved that he was presenting by smoking a pipe and drinking a pint of beer. I it I and just, knowing Freddie Truman, they weren't they weren't that they weren't props. No, 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 definitely not. Well, no way, not in nineteen seventy three. This is the biggest bit on the sporting skill I've ever clapped eyes on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. The greatest yeah. game of shove-ape I've ever happened across. 
thought, like who, who ten seconds like, in, oh, this is the best video I've ever seen. <laughs> no one speaks like that anymore, do they? No one speaks. People are afraid to speak like where they're from. At what point did that become? Um, people think that wasn't appropriate for TV, or that wasn't. I mean, I've seen some of the dross they have on late night television. You're going to be kidding me. That's not as good as watching a bloke doing a roulette wheel or some bloke selling trousers on QVC. Get fucked. There was a Welsh program called Poems and Pints. Oh yes, I got like, the album. That had people like Ryan Davis, the comedian, and Max Boyce, right. and Ruth Maddock. Oh, what her husband? Oh God. Oh, Philip Maddock. Philip Maddock. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, and it was filmed yeah. in a pub in the valley somewhere. Right. And that's it's actually that. quite a cool format in front of a load of pissed people, and then there was yeah, wheel tappers and shunters on British yeah, telly. Exactly. Yeah. Well done. I watch on a regular basis. I think we talked about this before. I regularly come back from gigs, or if I if I don't sleep well at night, I watch Bullseye all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, those programs, what I like, Chev Apenny live HD. They were <laughs> televising what the people at home were doing anyway. In in that it was actually quite a, I think it was probably quite an accurate portrayal of working class culture in the seventies. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, if it was an accurate portrayal of working class culture, be a load of people on their phones. I don't, know if you yeah. could, I don't know if you could televise that. A load, load of texting. <laughs> yeah. He snorts the best line of co- cocaine I've seen in many a long year. Yeah, yeah. Sh- Sharon is very, very quick on WhatsApp. <laughs> Whether it's emojis or, or actually typing words, there's nobody quicker in Rotherham. <laughs> if it's selfish you want, Runcorn's <laughs> Davy is the man. You should see his Instagram filter game. <laughs> Pro indoor league, indoor yeah. shit league, oh. indoor phone league. Yeah, it's not. It's not just iPhones, Samsung Galaxies, Googles, mm. Androids. There's nothing he can't text Dan. <laughs> hey, happened. Happened. I went swimming with the Motorola back in the day. <laughs> this lad's very good at illegally streaming sport. He's only actually got a free view box. He's got none of the BT Sport or Sky Sports channels, but he always finds a link. <laughs> what young Kyle doesn't know about private browsing doesn't need to be known. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves a oh, very small uh, digital Alan- footprint. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Young Helen from Halifax is the absolute queen of plenty of fish. Here she goes, look. And it's cock snaps left, right, and centre. <laughs> but you'd still get Fred Truman presenting. Oh, yeah. Of course. You'll get, oh, yeah. get a young 18-year-old. No, no way. I'm Vernon K presenting it. He swipes right like there's no business. <laughs> Look at him. Swiping right like there's no tomorrow. <gasps> Three blowjobs in a day and it's still not too much for him. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> Phil. He's addicted to gambling on his phone. He's got all of the apps. He's sold everything in his house. <laughs> his family life's in terrible trouble. <laughs> his wife's left him. He's crushed with, crushed with self-doubt. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but let's watch him play some bingo on phone. Oh, he's lost again. Football, grand racing, horse racing. And he knows literally nothing about horse racing. That's the terribly tragic thing. <laughs> lucky charms. There's nothing lucky in Helen's life. <laughs> Here we go. There's young Jane there. <laughs> young Jane from Castleford. Happen you've seen her a few times, fingering herself on video. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that's right. 
<laughs> you can up. phone in the tower, whatever you'd like to see. Oh, stop. And she's happy. <laughs> She'll happily double penetrate herself with two dildos. Or dominoes, they could still televise that. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting cutting from one to the other. Oh, God. Yeah, light and shade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the piss. Bit of light and shade. Back to the table football. Mix it up, innit? Blow football, then. uh... Did you ever play Tippit? What's Tippit? Is that that a Welsh speaking thing? Because Tippit was a game where you you had to hide. It was a pub game and you had to hide a coin. In your hand, and then people had to guess which hand the coin was in. But there were—I think there were three of you on either side of a pub table. It's the best Facebook notifications I've seen in this <laughs> minute. Her statuses are long, and more importantly, they're not to the point. <laughs> but my God, they garnered a lot of comments. <laughs> Within five comments, she can turn anything to a debate about Brexit. <laughs> What Tracy doesn't know about emojis is quite frankly not worth knowing. And all she wants is a country back, and she's proud of it. <laughs> Join us next week on Indoor Phone League. There's nothing wrong with being patriotic. <laughs> There's Peter looking at him in the corner, concentrating. Oh, he's an absolute whiz on the dark web. From guns to ganja. Oh, who'd have thought it? Getting cocaine delivered to your front door. <laughs> You couldn't make it up. No. <laughs> None at Faffa buying it from dealer. You'll never need to get wet again. <laughs> Poor old Post, he's got no idea what he's delivering. He's not complicit, mind. He doesn't pack Post, he just delivers it. If you know no, they can't prove out. <laughs> uh, Laurie was different. I mean, at the time, football's a kind of working class, well, a working class sport, but... To have someone doing playing ballet and um, and dancing and into clothes and fashion and all those refineries of life, it, it, it was uh, it was it was certainly different. The first time I ever seen big garlic king prawns in the shells was Laurie ordered in the restaurant, and I thought, what's that? And he, he had these king prawns, and I, and I, I remember saying to him, oh that looks great, can I try one? And he pe- he peeled it for me because I, I couldn't. Peeled it for me and gave me one of his garlic king prawns. You were the greatest. I'll let you talk, Alan, but can, I, can I just say thank you, right? <laughs> it's genuinely <laughs> the funniest thing I've seen this year. The thought process. It wouldn't be so bad if it was in isolation. Like, well, there's, there's like three super poignant recollections first. It's <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Peter Reed has it. I don't think there's an actor on earth good enough to play that wide eyed innocence. The, the, took the shell off sheer it. wonder he has when he's describing the size of his problem. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to say to Peter Reed, of all the things, is that your number one anecdote about Laurie? <laughs> Bear in mind the racist chanting, the bananas he got chucked at him, the horrific abuse he got at every football ground he played at. The fact that he was amazing. He was he was a superb footballer and he was a complete Just, trailblazer. 
Yeah. And clearly for Peter Reid, he was a trailblazer Amazing. in culinary terms as well. Because <laughs> Peter Reid had never tried garlic. Garlic. <laughs> never tried garlic prawns before. Oh, my God. I, when I watch this clip, I, I'm, I've probably watched it 20 times. I've seen it 20 times today, mate. I just could <laughs> not believe what I was saying. Also, in, again, in Peter Reid's defence... He has been royally been, stitched up oh, by the editor. Has he ever? He has been sucked up semi-chronic. Because I don't know what the 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 editor what? must be a Liverpool fan. What's the thought process though? Because also in in that way that you know it's it's a very it's a very common thing that's been for a long time now. But documentary editors tell you how to feel with the music, the beds they have. Yes. So when Ian Wright is talking about home. Oh, it's like watching a magic trick and having it explained to me. Go on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the music. Go on, Ben, des- tell us. It's des- Kelly, get in here. <laughs> Alice is deconstructing documentaries for us. <laughs> but the music is, is, you know, is building up. And you're thinking, I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry. And then Peter Lee's like, but the size of these plants. <laughs> <laughs> the music, what? if you notice, stops. Thing about Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens came around my house once and he grouted me bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget about Je- Jesse Owens. Like he's never watch. He used to check the time on his phone. <laughs> like I say, Jesse, why don't you buy a watch? You like it's, I just don't like the way he feels on my wrist, so I gotta just check my phone. Or... Four clips about Nazis before that. <laughs> Hitler walking out of the stadium. Until today. My favourite comedy edit of all time was in that episode of Alan Partridge where Alan is, uh, takes Jill on a date and he says, Jill, do you like owls? You could go shopping. Ah! <laughs> that, that, that until today was the funniest edit I'd ever seen. <laughs> that has now been usurped <laughs> by the Peter Reed Carly Braun. Yeah, and the fact that Laurie... God rest is, is no longer with us, yeah. and, the, and his brother's talking about him, and his brother's yeah, yeah. almost in tears. Obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't. I'm, I'm biased, but he was the greatest footballer. He was like, oh Jesus, I'm, I'm filling up here. Yeah, right. And then, we went out to this restaurant, right? Reedy <laughs> drops the prawn bomb on him. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh, it's the yeah. This way of peeling prawns. It's the what? I mean, I I can peel I can peel those prawns. Yeah, you peeled me, you know, before me. It's um, it's like something out of a fast show. He's amazing. an amazing. I I really like Peter Reed actually. Oscar Schindler, mate. Yeah. You know, for me, I remember the time he came around the house and we had, he had a tiramisu. I never heard of tiramisu. But Schindler, like, he do his laces like the big loops, like little kids, like primary school kids. Like, he, do, he didn't do his laces like an adult, like a grown-up. That's what I'll always remember about Oscar Schindler. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck me. Guns used to use roll-ons, the old man. I've never seen nobody. <laughs> that kettle song. He used to come round my house on his Zimmer frame. That's just amazing, man. Like, he was iron his jeans flat. No crease in it. Oh. Yeah, you raise a few quid on that, but his jeans. I've got to tell you about his jeans. <laughs> oh, my God. That fucking mother's Theresa, mate. I mean... She didn't have a debit card. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
just cash. She's when she went to the brothel, like she did loads of work abroad and was travellers' checks, all cash. So at the start of the holiday, if you mugged her then, she'd have loads of money. Because she, she couldn't take none out for like in a hole in the wall, ACM or nothing. And that's an old member of Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that on Mother Teresa. <laughs> so like, you know the slit in the in a, like wallet where you'd keep debit cards? It was just train tickets, just old train tickets. <laughs> you couldn't make it up. <laughs> that skull's on his suit there. I'm not having it on, no. We log our clips, two or three podcast in advance and we chop and change sometimes but I put this in there and then I completely forgot we had the George Weir clip on last week yeah so this is a football I'd never heard of called Ali Diar um, or as they call him at the time Ali Dyer and it's just a great story like I, I can't I don't know how this would fly today so this is well we'll do, do a quick intro and then I'll tell you the story in 1996 Southampton manager Graham Souness got a call purporting to be from World Footballer of the Year George Weir with a tip-off about a Senegalese player called Ali Dia. He played with George Weir at Paris Saint-Germain and last year he was playing in the second division in Germany. And um, we, we said come down and train with us for a week or so and see, see what's what, so we're looking. Dia claimed to have played for his country. In fact, he said, he'd scored two goals for them days before this training session. With a CV like this and George Weir's apparent endorsement, no wonder Sunes signed Ali Dia. So Graham Sunes is manager at, uh, at Premier League Football Club. You know, it's all going very, very well. Uh, he gets a phone call purporting to be from George Weir, who was the World Football of the Year at the time. Tell him about this fantastic player that he knew called Ali Dia. Who he who yeah. played for Senegal, <laughs> played with him at Paris Saint Germain. Well, he also claims that he's his cousin. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. He claims that yeah. Ali yeah. Dier is is George Weah's cousin. Ah, right. Okay. And but also plays is currently playing in the second division of German football. And then Graham Sunes talks to the press about this this phone call, you know, and says, "Yeah, we'll give him a shout." You know, if if George Weah's saying he's he's the man, then he's, he's certainly worth looking at. Ends up playing forty three minutes in the Premier League, nearly scores. And then, it's a nice callback to an even earlier podcast when we talked about Blythe cool. Spartans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we have the Blythe Spartans manager then saying, we're like a non-league team from the northeast." Saying, I'm watching Match of the Day and thought, that's Ali Dia, right? Which <laughs> 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 is some, some bloke who was African playing for Blythe Spartans in the northeast, non-league football. So I just... <laughs> And then, but I don't know. I don't know, right? I don't know what happened, what the follow-up of this was. You, you two might know, but he says when he's, he's talk, he talks about it. Then um, Ali Dia, yeah. he said they're asking, "Well, did did George Weir phone Graham Souness?" He said, "I don't know." I yeah. listened to a podcast about this last night because okay, I just love this story. This guy got a mate who wasn't George Weir to call Graham Souness to claim <laughs> that he was George Weir's cousin. Now. <laughs> He's not George Weyer's cousin. The guy phoning Graham Souness was not George Weyer. The podcast I listened to um, it was quickly Kevin Willie Scobe, which was a big interview with Matt Letizia. Now, this, this yeah. idea is now famous and notorious amongst um, football fans, especially of a certain age. He was shit, right? He was rubbish. So he turns up 
for training and the players don't know anything about him. And Matt Letizia said, we all because he was so bad in training, we all assumed he'd won a competition. So he won a competition, <laughs> a competition in the local Oh, he had four weeks to live and it was just, yeah, they'd yeah. raise money for him. So we all assumed. <laughs> all, the, all the players. He's on, he's on the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So all the players, the Southampton team, assumed he's won a, a competition in the local rag or something. Yeah. What did they think when he was in the changing room? Well, well, yeah, yeah, misses. yeah. Well, that's exactly that's word for word what Matt says. <laughs> so <when> you're <laughs> playing a match, he's getting changed. So when Fuck. they do, yeah. Christ, what a competition! <laughs> How many bags of crisps did he eat? <laughs> Come up with a new Walkers flavour and play in the Premier League. So when they turn up and he's getting changed, they're like, "That is some fucking competition!" Wow. Fair play to Graham. He's a man of his word. <laughs> so they all assume. There's part of the competition he gets to he gets to listen to the team talk. Anyway Letizier <laughs> gets injured. You love to listen to the team talk in your kit. Put your shin pants on for the off. chat. See Sally to your warming oh, up. It's like man. you've got to be joking. So Josh So Josh Widdicombe asked him, he said what was it like on the Friday then before you play the Leeds? He said, well, the Friday was always a very relaxed day. We would just have a, maybe a game of five aside and a bit of a stretch, and that was it, really. Big game on the yeah. Saturday. <laughs> and he, he didn't play well in the in the five side. So when he was part of the match day squad, the players could not believe it. Anyway, so Letizia gets injured, and it goes off after half an hour, I think, or 20 minutes. Sees Ali here on the touchline and thinks... You're joking. You have to be joking. So Josh said, was a, did a part of you think it was funny or did a part of you think, oh, I can't wait to see how he actually gets on? And he went, no, because yeah. we were all worried about our win bonus and the guy was rubbish. Mm, of course, yeah. So he'd been like Bambi on ice in training and then he said he had no positional sense at all. So he was just running around. He was quite fit. There's a quote from Graham Souness saying, he was everywhere the ball had just been. <laughs> 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 so he gets subbed on, and then he gets subbed off after seventy oh, minutes. We, I think he, I think he, I think he plays for forty-two minutes. He comes on as a sub, and then gets subbed on. They yeah. off. They bring Ken Moncow on. Oh, but what I love about it is the nineties is, I think, my favourite decade of football because it's the first decade with real money in it. So it's mm. got nineties. It's got modern money, but seventies and eighties sensibilities. So the players yeah, are still the players are still drinking. It's quite unprofessional, in particular, in if you compare um, the Premier League to the to European football or American sport, for instance. There's no due diligence at all. Graham Souness, no you one at the club. You think someone would have phoned George <laughs> Weir and said, "Yeah, we've got a cousin got Ali Dia." No, yeah, you think someone would find out. <laughs> Apparently on oh, the shit, we just over forty grand a week. On the Sunday, <laughs> on the Sunday he'd got injured, so he went in and had a physio session. It was like, yeah, I've Good picked lad. up a get the most out of it. or whatever. So he, he the the physio. Can I take those towels home? <laughs> and he doesn't turn up on the Monday, and he hasn't paid his hotel bill. He's just fucked off. Oh, super! He ended up playing at Gateshead, and apparently he wasn't very good at Gateshead either. Well, this is the thing. When I watched that originally, I thought. He's played with Blythe Spartans, though. You know, she, he must have been all right. But then I thought, if you're on the fifth tier of English football, yeah, there's at least two and a half thousand players 
better yeah. than you. And if you're playing for Blythe Spartans, if you turn up, say, for a Tuesday night game of five-a-side, or even Sunday league, you're going to be better because you're training properly. And a lot of the players at that level were at, prop- were at professional clubs, say, until they were 16 or 17, then let go. So there's often the spark of talent there, but it's not enough to sustain yeah. you. There's still a Premier League match. He still had to be registered and then just disappeared. Yeah, well... That's that's a lot of paperwork to fill in. Well, That's what I mean, for for a guy who you know is crud. Well, Letizia has done Soccer Saturday with Souness for 20 years and and has never mentioned it because he's too scared. Do you think he thought he would get away with it and play? It it doesn't feel like it. It's not a prank, is it? What is the worst that could have happened there, right? Yeah. If someone would have gone, shut up, put the phone down on you, right? Yeah. But imagine what he felt like when the... His make comes back says um, they wanted to go to train. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. And then he does it. And then I, you're, you're, you're in the match day squad for Saturday. You are shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> I re- uh, at what point did he think oh, this has gone too far? Great. I don't uh, want to play us. <laughs> we got two minutes for it. later. Later. <laughs> two minutes for a chat. Two minutes for a chat. Gra- Graham, oh, it's quite important. I'm I'm a liar, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, you know the fans are chanting Ali is a liar, is a liar. <laughs> I, I'm a bad, bad liar. I don't know George Ware. I've never met him. He's not my cousin. And even if he was my cousin, that doesn't mean that I'd be good at football. <laughs> That's the other thing. What if, what if I was David Beckham's cousin? Yeah. I could might still sh- be shit. Yeah, football is a brother, is it? Football's not a hereditary position. <laughs> You marry your cousin. It's like you know that's how distant they are. We've pointed that out before. <laughs> I mean, I got I got off with George a couple of times, but it doesn't mean I'm very good at football. <laughs> oh man! Imagine getting a child you got off with George Weir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, having to prove it with pictures on your phone—that's me getting off I with George Weir. <laughs> That's me, Ivanka Revs. Can you bring some fucking George, please? Yeah. Yeah. I would get off with any footballer to get a Premier yeah, League absolutely. game, would you? Not a problem. Ian Dowie? Would. Yeah, that was, that was exactly Fine. when I was thinking. I'd, I'd lick him all over for a game with the Premier League. Ian, if you're listening. <laughs> a, oh. sorry, and B, yeah. <laughs> A, that was overly harsh, and B, are you up for it? Yeah. <laughs> and C, can you confirm I get a Premier League game on the back of it? Yeah. Before. I, I, I will need that in writing, and I, I, I will need to check that. I do want to see that certificate. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Liverpool versus Arsenal here at Anfield. It's the big kickoff, the 3 p.m. kickoff and Sky's Soccer Sunday. New player, Mike Bubbins, who got off with Ian Dowie in the week. Jurgen Klopp, of course, said that he's perfectly happy to play Bubbins in a front three alongside uh, Salah Firmino. Bubbins, 48 years of age, has never played football, but he snogged Ian Dowie for two and a half to three minutes, as stipulated. According to Premier League guidelines... Uh, he said he's got no idea how good Bubbins is. Word on the street is that he's not great. He's morbidly obese. (laughs) 
Liverpool defending champions, of course. <laughs> Arsenal have had a good pre-season. They've... <laughs> As he salutes the cop, Bubbins, it's his debut. Will you get a second game at Anfield? Mate, if I score, that top's coming straight off as well. <laughs> Never mind the yellow card. Swinging it around your head. Oh, my God. Oh, Virgil God. van Dijk there telling Bubbins where to stand at this corner kick. <laughs> Bubbins' his lack of positional sense becoming fairly obvious for all to see. Played rugby to a fairly high standard. That's completely irrelevant today. 30 years ago. <laughs> and he's been sent off. Incredible <laughs> Predictably. <laughs> Bubbins predictably headbutting Granite Xhaka. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> He's refusing to leave the pit. <laughs> Ian Dowie shaking his head in disbelief. What was Carragher and Neville Nick of your... <laughs> Back to the studio. He doesn't know where to stand. <laughs> He's not fit and he doesn't know where to stand. His first touch is woeful. And I mean woeful. Oh my but, god. But he got off with the entire that's those are the rules, so <laughs> rules and rules. <laughs> It's a, it's a new guy that I don't agree with it. Gary don't agree with it. None of the ex players. Shut up! Shut up! I'm gonna die. He's, he's bringing the game into disrepute. Mike's gonna have a heart attack. He's done nothing. He's done nothing. Oh, he his kids. Oh. It's a different sport. What's that mean? It means nothing. I can't breathe. You can see in Klopp's eyes, he's got it that he's got to play him, he's got to play him. We all watch the kiss. The kiss is televised. <laughs> I couldn't breathe, I was going to have a heart. I genuinely thought you were going to die. What a way to go, though. Yeah. Imagine the publicity for the podcast. That's true. You through the we, I, can, can we get that in, in, on the pod? If one of us does die during the pod, we oh, can still put, put that. Out. We can put that out. Yeah. Put it out. Oh, well, okay. Let's be honest, boys. It's going to be me and. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, mean I, I appreciate you trying to sugarcoat the pill I, for that, me. That was nice oh. of me. I thought. <laughs> Leave that podcast there, shall we? <laughs> Maybe two or three years ago now, the M4 was constantly. Nighttime work yeah, yeah, coming yeah, back in yeah. into Wales, and every week it seemed driving back from gigs, they close a different junction, so you get off a of Swindon, yeah, and then you got to go through there, and then you know I think oh my god, and then you come in the the south side of Bath, or yes. Ross on Wales, like, yeah. Oh, the once uh, the once I'd come into I'd genuinely right, yeah. I thought at last no roadworks, I'd come over the Seven Bridge, mm-hmm. the new the new Seven Bridge, I refuse to call it the new name, right, the new Seven Bridge, yeah. Then get off at the first junction, and then come back over the old seven. Bridge. Yeah, I did. Oh, I did that. Yeah, I did yeah. the same thing. Yes. I thought, what the hell? I'm, I'm driving back to London. What am I doing? I had to do that and then go up via Gloucester. That's right. It took about an extra two and a half hours. And it's 
so demoralising. And you're looking at the clock on your car dashboard, and you're just thinking, yeah, three a.m. Yeah, and I remember once I was probably probably going to die on the road. I'd done a gig in Cardiff, and I was driving back to London, and they were they'd closed the M4 after Bristol, but the diversion was very very poorly signposted. So I actually am criticising the highways agency because this is your fault. So they would they would send you back, but they would send you into Wales again. So then you'd cross the Seven Bridge, and then you'd have to come off. So you follow the post, the signpost, as they tell you to do, and then mm. they send you back in a loop in the wrong way, and then you're back in Wales again. So now it's your the, th- the third time, the third time I was uh, over the Seven it Bridge. It was Welsh nationalist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you just think, well, how how do I get home? Although, mate, to top and tail, you know. Got back at 3am after driving for God knows how long. Got up at 8.30 to take my boy to rugby. So There you go. You know, that's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? In a terrible mood, shoved it at him. Aggressive throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. Got us to leave by the referee. Became the kind of parent uh, Gary Lineker hates. <laughs> if you're going to make it, you need to have better hands! <laughs> <laughs> I've had five hours sleep, you fat shit! <laughs> I love absolute <laughs> off-the-scale, irrational shouting because you're tired. Really, and really then, personal I, stuff as well. Yeah, and halfway through it, you, you regret virgin. it already. You fucking <laughs> stupid virgin. That sort of thing. <laughs> and then just going, oh, I don't mean this, Dad, but I've got to finish yeah. it off. Dad had a gig in Warwick last night. <laughs> You fucking unwashed girl. They close the M4 in both directions. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm, too, I'm just tired. Sorry about that. I'm just tired. Yeah, no, sorry. People said something that's so yeah, I know, offensive. I, I know he's only nine, but I was tired. <laughs> yeah. There is no way of bringing it back, but in your own head, being tired. Oh, Ref, I was not talk. I wasn't talking to you, Ref. I was talking to him. I was talking to my son. <laughs> You're not a fat shit. No. Oh. I would never call a referee an unwashed girl, though. <laughs> Ben's plays kicking, he's off. Fuck off, cunt. <laughs> Put a bib on him, please, if he's on the side. Can you, can you fuck off? Can you fuck off? Didn't see you driving east on the fucking Seven Bridge at 2 a.m.? You fucking knob. Ah, oh, fuck. No, you fucking get off. You fucking get off. You big nosed cunt. Fuck off. You fucking Gaulinica, my fucking ass. Yeah, is it? Is it? Well, he's a fucking millionaire, mate. You can see what he fucking likes, can't he? Is it? (laughs) Can't even grow a fucking beard. (sighs) Gary fucking Lineker. Fuck off. He doesn't need his kids to play in the Premier League. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking wedge, mate. He doesn't need to live through anyone. He had the golden fucking boot. I'm going to live through my fucking kids. Lineker is wedged. (laughs) Listen, fucker. (laughs) If he doesn't get in the fucking academy, I'll be on that fucking road driving the wrong way at 2am while I'm old and (laughs) grey. That your big head cut. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Ben. Stop crying. <laughs> yeah, life's hard. Life's yeah. hard, mate. Yeah. When you went to bed at fucking eight o'clock. Where was I? When you were safely tucked in bed, mate, I was dying on my ass in fucking I wicked. <laughs> he was auditioning for a cruise, actually. <laughs> they said I was too right wing, if you can believe it. <laughs> Didn't think that was possible. Just some notes on your performance, Mr. Puffins. <sighs> Could you be a bit more tolerant? <laughs> for, hang on, for the cruise gig? Yeah, just a... Oh, fuck <laughs> off. 
Yeah, fucking slap-headed fucker. Slap-head? How did anyone say that thing? A long time. Slap-head. Slap-head. I slap-head. Oh, God. Fucking slap-head. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't heard that for years. No oh. one says that anymore. No, they don't. Slap-head. No, because it's not a thing anymore. It's not an embarrassing thing to be born It's the kind anymore, of thing that they would... It would be a, an, an article on the BBC News website that they've taken it out to the dictionary. <laughs> Slap it in the yeah. dictionary. It's like one of those words that Susie Dent would say, well, in the 1700s. If Susie Dent ever comes up with... I've got uh, Slaphead here. That is Slaphead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Slaphead. <laughs> and when you drop the H, like you do in... in certainly in Cardiff, you drop, in Barry, you drop the H. Yeah. It's even better, Slaphead. That is Slaphead. Oh, Mike, you've got a seven-letter word of slaphead. You could have had oh. slaphead, which is eight. Oh. You slap-headed cunt. <laughs> slap-headed cunt. Let me just look that up. Colloquialism. <laughs> often applied to referees. <laughs> Vulgar. You <laughs> slaphead. Here we go. Slaphead. Noun. Informal British. <laughs> noun. Informal. Slaphead. Pl- oh. Plural noun. Slaphead. Noun. Slaphead. A bald or balding man, as in, I've turned into a bit of a slaphead. Who <laughs> says that? Pierluigi Colina, you fucking slaphead! You never called yourself a slaphead. I have turned into What's a bit ju- of a slaphead. <laughs> yeah, so you say that. Who <laughs> said that? The, the, the slaphead never says slaphead. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned into a bit of a boring cunt. <laughs> excuse, my pe- excuse my pencil, dick. Yeah. What? What are you slugging yourself off for? Informal vulgar. Here we go. There we go. A slaphead is... This is from the Urban Dictionary. A slaphead is usually someone... Is usually a guy who is so naturally bald, he makes most bald people look positively hirsute. <laughs> but really, it can be any guy who is definitely bald or going bald. A slaphead is so obviously bald that you just wish it was acceptable to point out the painfully obvious by slapping them five or six times in rapid succession on their bald, shiny head. The term slaphead was actually introduced to the comedy world by Benny Hill, a world-famous <laughs> British comedian, deceased. Benny always used a sketch where a small, bald man would do something a little annoying to Benny Hill, and Benny would slap the guy a few times on his bald head. <laughs> Boy one, what shall I buy my dad for Christmas? Boy two, would his dad a slaphead to get him some slaphead polish and a woolly hat? <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Slap it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other, this is a very um, time-specific one, oh, is going up to, is slapping ball people and saying that they've been tangled. Oh, you've been, they had to, did they not have to ban that advert? They did have yeah. to ban that advert. We just go up and slap people. Yeah. You were getting like burst eardrummers, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> you just bang. Let's bring it back. We brought back Don, we brought back Bellend. Yeah. Let's bring back Slaphead. Yeah, Bellend had a good in a kind years way. Off, I in think. a kind way. As did Prick. I didn't use Prick for ages. Prick. I love Prick. You cannot go wrong with Prick. Hmm. Let's keep the daily record here. Prince William crowned the world's sexiest Slaphead. <laughs> <laughs> Going up to accept his award. Oh, God. <laughs> Getting tangled on the way to the podium. <laughs> <laughs> and kegged. You fucking slap <laughs> Kind of inspired by the conversation we were having last week about what Mike was eating. Um, kind of inspired by an obsession with what athletes will eat or have to eat or 
decide they can eat as a result of the exercise they're doing. This is um, two guys who've won the World's Strongest Man, uh, Brian Shaw and Eddie Hall, kind of having a food-off conversation. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I drink a litre of water just to flush everything out and get the organs going. I'm having four eggs, I'm having probably five or six pieces of bacon, I'm having four or five pieces of like sausages. I do toast, I do beans, I do tomatoes, and I'll wash that down with a litre of cranberry juice. Now for me the cranberry juice is a great, well it's a good source of carbohydrates but it's also a good antioxidant as well. I like to drink a lot of cranberry juice just to help to flush everything out, get the lactic acid out. And that's my first breakfast. So Second the amount the of ribeye that Brian Shaw is eating, and I think Eddie Hall wants to get competitive because I'm not sure he does eat as much as it, but it seemed to be that once yeah. Shaw had said he ate that, I have that as well, plus a sweet potato. Not one of the little ones. Yeah, yeah. And the, fa- the family-sized cheesecake bit was the bit that yeah. perturbed me I don't everything. Th- I don't think there's a nutritionist on earth who would regard cheesecake as, as, as an athlete's food. The thing is, I love Eddie Hall. I, I love strongman stuff, right? Well, I was watching that thinking, this is very different, right? So the American looks like steak and rice, steak and rice, yeah. steak, more rice, some sweet potatoes for the complex carbohydrates. Eddie Hall's like, fucking cheesecake, sausage, bacon, eggs, beans. What? <laughs> what? And then, pint of water to flush out my sister. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Two packs of French fancies, trifle, another pint of water. (laughs) (laughs) Big, big bottle of cranberry juice. (laughs) Like he's got cystitis. Jammy Dodgers. Two bottles of of cranberry juice, a tin of dog food, jammy Dodgers. Four donuts, another pint of cranberry juice. (laughs) Then I hit the gym. After the gym, I need to replenish. So it's Cocoa Pops. Nine pints of bitter, cranberry juice, Cocoa Pops, Twix. What? <laughs> beans peas carrots bacon to give, cranberry juice to give my stomach a rest but to train my jaw muscles hubba bubba <laughs> galaxy lion bar what <laughs> angel delight four cups full I think he's riffing by the end. <laughs> he's completely making it up by the end. Yeah. <laughs> of course he fucking is. Yeah. Oh my god. Go on, Ed. And then what I do? I got a pair of pajamas with a pocket in, and I got a chicken Kiev in the pocket. <laughs> Wake up three o'clock in the morning, packing an apple brambly. Viscount biscuit. Telex chicken. Set my alarm, four o'clock, ready breath, with bacon. <laughs> Orange clubs, mint clubs, chocolate clubs, biscuit club. All the clubs. <laughs> Pint of bisto. <laughs> Cranberry juice. <laughs> oh. 5am, try a shit. That's a nightmare. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Sit on the bar <laughs> sipping cranberry juice. <laughs> Crying, texting my trainer, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> Ambulance, call on x-rays, more Viscounts. No matter what time of year, Easter eggs. Ten, twelve, fourteen Easter eggs. <laughs> Take the toys out. <laughs> <laughs> but I do keep the mug. So then I, I have all my crumbly juice in a Smarties mug, Toffee Crisp mug. Doesn't bother me. 
It's all about getting cranberry juice in the system to flush out the toxin. <laughs> oh, fucking British strongman. I love it. I love it. You just know those tips are handed down by Jeff Capes, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's proper... You have proper strongmen in Britain. Never mind this toe of fucking playing bullshit. Uh, Can you turn up a yellow pages with your bare hands? Yeah. Can you breed budgery guards and turn up a yellow pages? Oh. <laughs> and then go on Blue Peter with fucking Simon Groom. John Paul Sigmerson back in the day. Yes. I used to like him, I am yeah. the Viking! You know, oh, I love all that shit. All those blokes die in their 40s of huge heart attacks, which is... <laughs> Unsurprising. They got the good decency to pop off early. My introduction to Eddie Hall, because I used to watch yes. it when he was John Paul Sigmundson. And Imagine being yeah. his heart. Well, did his heart could speak. Well, Eddie Hall. Oh, give us a fucking break, Eddie. <laughs> Put down the topic, he Eddie. Was a, he was a very good swimmer, and then he got into bodybuilding. And yes, he, he was. Yeah. Strongman stuff. Yeah. yeah. But with with Eddie Hall, my introduction to him was when our daughter was born, and we watched a lot of shit telly. We were watching um, celebs in so- celebs in solitary on Channel Five, oh, well. and it was Shazia Mirza, the comedian, uh, Plan yeah. B, Eddie oh, Hall, Jesus Christ, um, who was the other one? Uh, Anthea Turner. Anthea Turner. Obviously. Of course she's on it. So it was, it was seven days of complete isolation. So they're all in these little porter cabins with no windows. So you had no idea if it was night or day. So so Shazi Mirza, as I love she, she took in a by John McCarthy. She, she took in a notepad and just wrote a sitcom and at the time of her life. Yeah. yeah. Anthea Turner just presented. So she found out where all the cameras were oh, and then God. would present to the cameras. Oh, I'm just making my bed, I assume. Oh, it's about God, no, eight no, in the morning, but then again, my body clock's been completely ruined by the fact there's no natural light. Plan B didn't enjoy it. Eddie Hall became very, very angry. He drew a lot of pictures. He was he was angry within probably the first 30 minutes. <laughs> just a picnic. Now, if it's a, <laughs> it a seven-day challenge... If you're angry at Turkish 30 minutes delight. in, that's, that's, that's going to... Yeah, but probably have like a bowl of Rice Krispies, a sandwich. And like yeah. A, yeah, yeah. A pot noodle, that's what. It's probably like you before a podcast, Al. It's probably starving. <laughs> I got, I've got two burgers in the fridge, uh, which I've left over from tea. Because that's where you cook Hang on, burgers. Wait, what? Why have you got them in the fridge? Two burgers in the fridge? Yeah, well, we had, a, we had burgers for our tea, and then my son and daughter, they didn't finish their burgers. So I've kept. You're gonna reheat that, are you? Um, no, I'll just, eat them, cold? I'll just eat them cold because I'm like Eddie Hall. It's all about refueling for me. That's the thing. Well done. Like, gonna, yeah. <laughs> gonna, gonna eat every ninety minutes. Custard on top, yeah. But uh, <laughs> cranberry juice. Must <laughs> <laughs> go Eddie Hall's restaurant. Come to Fat Eddie's. None of that. Starter, whatever you want. You look, you look in pretty decent shape, athlete, do you? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a triathlete, actually. You need one of Eddie Hall's hot dogs. They're the works. <laughs> What's in it? Cranberries, <laughs> chocolate, sausage, bread, <laughs> bananas, Cadbury's, gravy. Cadbury's buttons. <laughs> Should I give them thousands? I don't mind them. I like Brian Shaw's supplements. The, 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 the names of all supplements yeah. oh, strong they're great, men have are always like, you know, Wolf Eater. Yeah, yeah. Off. fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. That I have two scoops of fuck off. <laughs> do, do a full weight. And then before I go to bed, I'm, I get two litres of eat my shit. <laughs> what, what, just, what's it, what is it? It's just amino acids. <laughs> they always call that. Always have, like, it's vitamin B12. I got something in there. Great. 
I, well, I've got grenade. <laughs> of course, you have. Yeah, nice. and I've got the I've got the second version of grenade called Grenade Black Ops, <laughs> which what is basically way? a caffeine tablet. Yeah, straight up. Why have you got a? Why have you got supplements like that then? Because they're uh, like appetite suppressants and fat burners, aren't they? Oh, in the old days, fast. you could get the proper stuff. <laughs> well, no, no, because in the old days, you could get the real. You could get like the ephedrine and the. Uh, on the cedar cordifolia and the proper stuff, you know. There was a place in the Clifton Arcade in Swansea I used to go to get myself. You know? You used to get them sent in directly from Amsterdam. Take your, your appetite would disappear. Big. You, you wouldn't sleep for like four days. Big right scene in Swansea. Some of the, the ship on some of the oh. people. Walking down Wine Street, good grief. I mentioned this, I mentioned in stand-up, I mean, you, you go down Wine Street in Swansea on a Saturday night, there's packs of huge lads everywhere. That would be very scary if they weren't from Swansea because they're all really short as well. I <laughs> say so they look like they've uh, like, like a bodybuilder being bitten by a radioactive hobbit. <laughs> you know? And they're all proper angry. They're all roid rage. If you're in like Reflex Bar in Swansea on Wine Street, yeah, hey, fucking look at me, missus. You bet. Look at me, fucking missus. You bet. Look at me, fucking missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking you. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, fucking. I'm looking at you. Yeah, fucking looking at you. Yeah, fucking you. Know, I, you? I saw a bloke in there, right? No shit. About three or four years ago. I'm out with my wife having a nice quiet Saturday night out in Swansea. She's a Swansea girl. Why did you go to Reflex, you lunatic? I was going to say, what are you doing in Reflex on a nice night out with the wife? There better places. In Swansea, there's not many better places, is there? But he was on the dance floor. There were two. There were two two lads. One was essentially trying to sort of grope this girl. And she was up for it. But it was more like a sawing action. He looked like he was trying to saw her fanny with his hand. Oh, dear. Right? Proper going for it. And she was enjoying herself. Um... While his mate, the other roid head, had his trousers and pants around his ankles and was doing a sort of hip thrust dance with a fucking dick like a baby's arm, was just flopping onto his belly and then back onto his knee, right? I, on a crowded dance floor on a Saturday night. And I'm talking to the bouncer and I went, are you going to kick him out for that? He went, what's, what, what's your problem, Bat? I said, you're not going to kick him out for that. He's like, for what? He's not causing trouble, is he? I said, he's sawing a girl's vagina with his hand and his mate's fucking dick is out. And he's got a massive dick as well. You're not going to kick him out for that. For the massive dick. Well, they've all got Maori tattoos, but they've got sign <laughs> there'd be a, Every now and then, there'd be a, a 60-man brawl, and there'd be a video, and it'll be on the South Wales Evening Post website. My, my stag night was in Swansea, right? Right. We go for a night out, and we're all, it's all fancy-dressed, typically, you know, proper traditional stag night. We get to Wine Street... We, have, we had a bit of promise some Swansea rugby boys earlier, and it all sort of died down a bit. The only person who got kicked out that night for fighting was Kelly's dad. <laughs> Kelly's 60-year-old Swansea City season-ticket-holding dad, right? Got kicked out for fighting. Go on, Jeff. So we ended up chatting about this chap uh, a few podcasts ago. People just got on board with it, and, and, it, and it's, it's become... It's taken on a life of its own amongst the, our Twitter followers. This is Mr. Kimbo Slice. And Kimbo, God rest his soul, four years ago yesterday that he passed away, much too young. So this is a great clip. This is uh, this is David Blaine, the well-known illusionist and uh, American showman, voluntarily getting punched in the stomach by Mr. Kimbo Slice. Oh, man. Oh. Is that a pretty sound? Oh, 
think Blaine's got a lot of knockers, right? He gets criticised for various things uh, and, and being a bit of a dick sometimes. And I think that's part of well, that's just that part of Bummer's on seats, isn't it? But absolute kudos to him for going into an octagon, yes. picking his shirt up, and then Kimbo Slice punch him in the abdomen twice. <laughs> How he didn't fold, I don't know. And he, he tells a story before Kimbo does that of when Harry Houdini, that was his party piece, let people punch him in the stomach. And some kid ran up to him once when he wasn't expected it, punched him in the stomach, which eventually killed him. I mean, I think he died from the died from the injuries. And I watched it in slow motion, thinking he's blagged this. How has he blagged this? Yeah. Now I don't know if he has blagged it. It doesn't look like he has. I know that's no, I don't the think point he's of magic. It. But it seems to hit him full on in the. Does it? Yeah. I'm trying to work out how he did it. I, I don't know what the equivalent would be in this country if you'd have like it, it would be Tyson Fury punching Paul Daniels in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamo. <laughs> Dynamo getting <laughs> launched by Anthony <laughs> Joshua. Joshua punching Dynamo. Anthony <laughs> Joshua hitting Dynamo on the solar plexus. <laughs> on the stage of Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> this is Fuck! the content we need. God! <laughs> oh my Stop! God. Stop the cameras! <laughs> You've had Anthony Deck asking if it hurt. Of course it fucking hurts! It's in the size of it! <laughs> Anthony Joshua's apologising. Sorry, sorry. I, I thought he, I thought you'd done some training. There's a really rough pub in Barry. Um, they used to get the windows smashed all the time, so um, they put plastic windows in. So then they set fire to the windows, right? So just melted them instead. Yeah, right. But I seem to remember this might be wrong. That in the place of. Um, the yard of ale glass on the brackets behind the bar was a was a baseball bat to um you know help them keep the peace on, on a Friday and Saturday night. I always think with because because baseball <laughs> is so unpopular in Britain. If you're buying a baseball bat, yeah. it yeah. is for nefarious <laughs> purposes. <laughs> oh yeah. Who are you taking the baseball? Oh, I love baseball. Love it. Who are you playing with? My local team. Do you want a ball and a catcher's mitt as well? Nope, I'm yeah. all right as a ghost. No, no, nope. no. I'm have, you got a, have you got a nail, though? I'd love to put a nail in this. <laughs> what team are you playing for? The Cardiff Baseballers. Oh, yeah. yeah, good old Swansea baseball team. <laughs> the Swansea lads. They should tell you, to, if, you if you're going to use it for personal protection purposes, to buy a ball as well. So you've always got a ball and a bat in the car, yeah. Because you, you, you can get away with it then. You see, yeah, you're just going to train it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's just the bat, you're struggling. Yeah. You've got a ball in there, you're okay. This, uh, this mitt looks suspiciously <laughs> new and unused. <laughs> You've got the tag on it. The bat's got holes and blood. Oh. Using this ball for the first time, eh? Yeah, yeah, I always train with a, with a scuffless ball. <laughs> oh, man. But there was a local there in the Master Mariner who, if you paid a fiver, you put a fiver on the bar and try to punch him off the bar stool. <laughs> but if he stayed on the stool, he just kept the fiver. <laughs> and he'd, he'd, make, he'd make decent money, top of his gyro every week, doing that sort of thing. God. Makes like 30, 40 quid a night on a good night. Punching a bloke off a bar stool. Yeah. But it's not something that careers officers advise, is it? Mum was a careers officer for 25 years. Have you considered being punched off a bar stool for money? How was <laughs> um. <laughs> your balance and your ganglion nerves? <laughs> How's your pain threshold? Pretty high, actually. <laughs> you could have gripped it onto a bar. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got just the job for you. <laughs> Mr. Slice! <laughs> What's Blaine thinking of? I don't know what, how is that? But the best thing about that was, yeah. so David Blaine goes into the octagon, gets levelled by Kimbo Slice. Right? Yes. And st- Kimbo Slice says as well, Kimbo Slice says, welcome to my office. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. into the octagon. Terrifying. Uh, he sort of jokes around about, you know, do you want to do it again? And Kimbo says, oh, he's calling me out, he's calling me out. So he does it again. Yeah. And then he chose McCartrey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's the, it's the most... Talk about a setup. If you're the camera crew, do you make him do the card trick first, just in case? Just in case. Yeah. That's a very, very good producer's point, this, Steph. Because for me... See, always thinking. He's like... <gasps> right, pick yeah. it. Any... 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 Cards or any cards? Let's do the card trick first. Hey, didn't you... Okay, four, four, four diamonds. <laughs> and I'll write my initials in the four of fucking diamonds. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I was work, David. Bad, actually, bad today. Another bad day at the office. I've been shitting blood, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not enjoying it, man. I'm not enjoying it. He gave this press on towers, man, for my arsehole. <laughs> Dear, oh dear, why would you? <laughs> Christ. I read about Kimbo as well. I was reading about yesterday about him. So, I think he had a tryout for the Miami Dolphins and didn't make the team, which beggars belief. I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know who got the linebacking job above him, but anyway. Who's the coach? Who told oh, yeah. him? I'd like to be the person who told him he hadn't made the cut. Uh, good, good news, you... Are in the team. <laughs> yes. yes. You start starting from tomorrow. Like the Alan Partridge when he when he snacks his, his entire part of productions. Yes. Oh yeah. He's got to do it from the next room. You know. <laughs> yeah. Good news, Kimbo. You're, you've made the cut. <laughs> so yeah, but then after that, so he did that. Then he. Um, he was a bouncer. Do you know this? For the yeah. Reality Kings, uh, there's a porn. I think there still might be. I've never seen porn, but I mean, it's like <laughs> a thing called Reality Kings, apparently. Okay. And he was like a bouncer for those the blokes who own Reality Kings. He was like a porn star, a porn <laughs> producer's bouncer as well. So he was. He went the American football route. That didn't pan out. Became um, next natural step. Yeah, yeah, he's gone from there to like a porn producer's bouncer. From there to the backyard scrapper. Yeah. At, at, at no stage has he got one of those jobs that if you need a reference for a mortgage, you can ask him <laughs> to slice. Can we see six months of tax returns? No. No. You're absolutely not. <laughs> no. So who, who, who wrote your reference, uh, Kimbo Slice? I want to see you do well. Many well. things, actually. <laughs> K-Slice. <laughs> people up in his back garden. He's a bouncer for porn stars. He's a failed American football star. <laughs> 2001 to 2002, Reality Kings. <laughs> hired muscle. <laughs> a lot of that was cash in hand. Um, <laughs> oh, man. His uh, record-keeping must have been an absolute <laughs> state, mustn't it? None, none of that is P-A- P-A-Y-E. No way. Having watched a couple of Kimball Slice videos on YouTube today, I was trying to imagine a scenario... Where Kimbo Slice wouldn't be up for a fight, and I just, I, you think I, just I just can't. Th- well, you know, it's like, uh, oh, Kimbo, um, 
do you know? Do you know Craig works in Tesco in Forest Park? Oh, I, I, I know him to say hello to, but not... Uh, but no, I don't know him, know him, but I know him to say hello. I talk to him in the street, but I, I don't know him, know him. If you know I know his face, like, I know his face. I know his face, I know his face, but I don't know him, no. I know him to, to say hello to. He's seen your videos, he'd love to have a fight with him in your back hands. <laughs> On the on the Sunday, can you do it on Sunday? Ah, oh, do you know what it is? I'm taking my grandmother to the Phoenix and got last of Sunday dinner on Sunday. See, and it's all organised and we booked the table. And I'd love to, but I can't. And they know that they're going to give her a child's portion because she doesn't like wasting food. She hates, she hates wasting food, my grandmother. So you tell Craig from Tesco it'll have to be another time. It, apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's mad keen for it, mind Kim. And they wouldn't call him Kimbo in Wales. They, we never use two syllables. He'd just be Kim. <laughs> yeah, Kim. All right, Kim. Funny, funny thing is, see, my name's not actually Kimbo Slice. It's it's Simon Slice. But uh, for some reason, <laughs> the boys have been uh, calling me Kimbo for a very long time, and it's just stuck. You know, see. Take care now, Kim. <laughs> Simon Slice. I was Christian. So teachers at school were calling me, and mum and dad called me Simon. But my fighting name on YouTube is Kimbo. S slice says on my debit card. And a lot of people do think it do you do think it's my mother's card or my sister's card or it's my card or you know, I've only got one card. You're not the same Kimbo. You're not the same Kimbo slice you Kim that did the uh the, the cock film stuff. <laughs> Looking after the boys like you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, well, the, right, the, Ameri- the NFL hadn't worked out, so he's always looking for work. Oh, you're playing the old American football, yeah? I'd done a bit of time as a hot carrier, but, you know, cashing on, like, hobbles, little things, like, £80 yeah. pound a week, nothing much. So I was still living with mum and dad in, in, in Brennan at the time. Nothing a trouble to man with, like, you know. <laughs> you know. Kim, Kim, man, hey, don't, don't hit him again. Kim, you're spoiling it now, you're spoiling it. You're spoiling what train are you doing, then, Kim? Boxer, you're <laughs> nice shape on your mind. How many press can you do, Kim? <laughs> Kim. Kim. Oh, Kim, how many press-ups can you do? <laughs> you Gavin on the pub. You do 63 <laughs> press-ups straight through, like, with, with a... No, that was with fucking Timmy sat on his back, man. You know Timmy. <laughs> I you don't Tim. know him, no him, but I know, I know his face, right? <laughs> yeah, nice boy, mind he? One leg short on the other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want these uh, these bags of cement, Kimbo? <laughs> Out the back, yeah? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kimbo. It's been a cockfight, don't you? It's covered in blood, man. Simon? Simon, don't call me Simon in front of the boys, ma'am. Please, man. For God's sake, call me Simon in front of the boys. Call me Kimbo, so whatever the village Language, calls me. Language, Simon. <laughs> Sold oh. off for swearing by his grandmother. That's not the Simon Slice I know. We didn't bring you, we didn't drag you up, did we, Simon? We brought you up. We didn't bring you up to talk like that with a gutter in your mouth, Simon. It's not easy, ma'am. Oh, Mum Gima McGran. We're putting this on YouTube's embarrassing. I've knocked him out, but there's no proper end to the video now, is it? Because you're calling me Simon over the top of it. <laughs> I bet he did love his grandmother as well, that's the thing. They all do, don't they? They all, all do. Lads. They, they all, all do. Those hard nutters. They all got broken homes, haven't they? Broken homes. <laughs> experience, hard nutters love their grandmothers. 
he, when people think of David Blaine, they think of him sitting in the block of ice. Yeah. And they think of that. Or that big glass cube from the... Why aren't they thinking of him being voluntarily punched in the stomach? Because that's not by really... By Kimball, a... by Simon Slice. That's, that's <laughs> not as impressive, is it? Isn't it? It's not... Which if what, you, being punched in the stomach by Kimbo If you paid Slice. 45 quid to go and see him in the O2... Yeah. And it was just him getting punched by Kimbo Slice in the stomach... I'd be all right. right with it. I think Better than sitting in a box... If and I doing the, a card trick afterwards. If I had a winded card trick. Oh, first a spleen, then plays pontoon afterwards. So this is Dennis Law uh, scoring against Man United in 1974. And the reason I've chosen this clip is that nowadays it's a very modern phenomenon. It's quite fashionable that if you score against your former club, as a show of respect to your former club, you don't celebrate. Mm. And it's quite a modern phenomenon. And part of me thinks, well, why don't you show your current club some respect yes. by celebrating? Mm. Who's, who's paying you right now? Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then I, th- I, I can justify it or I accept it. But I think the best example, and this is 30 years before anyone else started doing it, this is Dennis Law, who obviously was, is so intrinsically linked to Man United there's a statue of him outside Old Trafford, the Holy Trinity, him, Best and Charlton. A fabulous player. But it, right at the end of his career, he didn't play the season after this. And he just looks devastated. Sad. Because he thinks, although it wasn't his fault, results elsewhere meant the United were relegated anyway. Yes. But he didn't know that. Yeah. So at the time, there's I think it's eight minutes to go. It's this cheeky back heel. It's Man United nil, Man City won. Hmm. And he thinks he's done it. He thinks he's relegated Man United Football Club six years after they'd won the European Cup. So in that interim, in that period between this goal and United winning the European Cup, you know, Busby had left. That great team had, had broken up. And they were just falling apart under people like Franco Farrell and then Tommy Doherty, who'd kept them up the season before but couldn't manage it this season. And he just knows that. And... Also, it's a it's a it's a derby. It's it's the Manchester derby. The game's marred by pitch invasions. United fans are trying to stop the game. They're trying to, you know, you know, they're trying to stop it from happening. He ends up getting subbed, and Law just walks off mm. with the weight of the world on his shoulders. And ultimately, it wasn't his fault because, as I said, results. They could have scored ten, and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, mm. yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. Lee. Pulled across for Law! Dennis has done it! And no elation there at all from Dennis Law. Plenty of time to look at the goal again. Summerby in possession. Played forward for Bell. A nice pass. Bell looks up. Goes for the edge of the area. Now Lee. And as Lee goes right, Law is waiting. And just that calculated little back heel and Dennis is going to come off farewell to Old Trafford as you're feeling like you've relegated the club that you've devoted your entire life to mm. <laughs> yeah it also what I love about 70s football isn't it insane that Man United six years after winning the, the yes. European Cup yeah could be relegated mm. Spurs were relegated in the 70s yeah now, Liverpool won the Champions League in 2019. Yes. Can you imagine them getting relegated from the Premier League in 2025? 
But it's not it's not set up like that now, is it? You know? There's so much more no. money in it now. Well, and just to the top level as well. Yeah. It's self-fulfilling exactly, yeah. now, isn't it? So you would just make sure you bought enough good players for that not to happen. But then you look at Man City, you know, when I was young, they were, you know, second, third division side. Whatever you call those divisions, doesn't really matter, but yeah. they were in the third division. Now you try and tell, you try and tell kids that now. Yeah, it sounds like a lie. It does, doesn't it? It sounds like they used to play in a rubbish stadium and they were in the third division. Like, Go and tell them Nottingham Forest won the European Cup twice. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Derby County <laughs> got to the European Cup semi-final. Ipswich won the UEFA Cup. Yes. Villa won the European Cup. But that's always my problem with the way that the sort of way it's financed now is it's almost like, like you were saying last week, the, the Leicester thing is the anomaly, whereas that would not quite have been the norm... But the regular flow of up and down of clubs. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's the issue with with the top six trying to, as as they did a couple of weeks ago, trying to enshrine forever their elite status. Because if you look at the history of English football, the top six has always been very fluid. They had a phone in on Talksport about fifteen years ago, maybe more, about how can you stop the stranglehold of the top of English football? Was, and they were talking of the big four at the time when it was um, United City. Um, no, no, it would have been Liverpool, United, Chelsea and Arsenal then. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Before City came in with a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so I just phoned up and I finally got through and I just oh, said, God. and there was a kind of, and I just said, well, you need to bring in something like a salary cap. Yeah. Or, you know, so that you, there's those, those teams can't just completely outspend everybody else. And the one ex-pro there, I can't remember who it was now, basically laughed at me on it. He was like, what a ridiculous idea. I said, well, why is it ridiculous? He went, as if the big four are going to go for that. He said, well, you tell me the big four are going to spend the same amount of money as, as, yeah. as a team in the 20th position. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm that's, saying. That's how it works. Well, they're never going to go for that, are they? I said, but the, the top four are never going to go for anything that stops them being in the top four, obviously. You can't, yeah. That can't be a rationale for, the, for a system that's going to you, <laughs> make him more equal. If your phone-in is about how do you stop the yeah, stranglehold... You can't say, <laughs> that's a stupid idea, they won't do that. You, 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 what I wanted you, to you say... You have to think outside of the box I a mean, little bit. It was before I was doing stand-up comedy. I was, I was a PE <laughs> teacher. These days, I'd say, you fucking knob. Right? <laughs> Beep. But in those days... I, <laughs> We've lost Mike <laughs> there. Uh, but I just apologise for um, some of his language. I just think it's interesting that you know there's a way you could... Well, that's a ridiculous idea. What? So, so you want to live with us with the same amount of money as... Yes. That's what a salary cap is. I think the problem they have with that as well is that it would make English clubs or the top Premier League clubs uh, uncompetitive in Europe. Well, if the financial fair play thing worked and wasn't yeah, eminently bendable, yeah. um, or you just went, yeah, sorry, guys, we're really sorry about that. Yeah, Crack on the door about Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. But you spent <laughs> loads more money than you should have and, you know, your shirt, yeah, sponsors. we didn't really mean to. Is it really sure. worth that amount of money? <laughs> but we're sorry. <laughs> sorry. We are Sorry. Do you want to play in the Champions League again? Oh, can we? Would that be all right? Please. Can we? Can, can we? Do you promise you won't oh, do it please. again? Are you crossing your fingers? <laughs> Say sorry like you mean it. On my mother's life. <laughs> we, we, do you chief uh, exec of, of Man City? Is that UEFA Zurich or whatever? It is. On my mother's fucking life. Court of arbitration for sports. <laughs> Roman Abramovich on my mother's life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's from Sinesley, Smith. Yeah, on my mother's life. I will, I will, I will, on my mother's life. Shake Manzo. I promise. <laughs> <laughs>
No, <laughs> serious to fuck, boy. Serious to fuck, right? Oh, I, I dropped a ball. Like, I have dropped a ball. Like, I fucking put my hands up. But on my uh, mother's life. Oh, fuck off. You're full of shit. <laughs> well, look, look at my fucking accounts. I'm showing it. I'm showing it. <laughs> there, look. What's he saying there, look? Manchester City Limited. <laughs> fuck off, you prick. Oh, like, if they fucking were giving it to me, they're giving it to some other cunt. What's your problem? Fuck you, prick. Oh, I know. Listen to this fucking bullshit. You've never liked us. You have never liked us. If you've got something to say, you say to my face. (laughs) I speak my mind. The Court of Arbitration for Sport descended into farce this afternoon. (laughs) Dan Rowan. As chairman of Man City. If you can't take me my fucking worst, right? Don't deserve me my best. Just outside, outside the call of arbitration for sports. Yeah. From the dispatch box, the chairman of Man City repeatedly said, right, fuck, fuck, off me fuck me and you, 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 me and you. Come on, fuck it, me and outside, you. Outside, outside. If you want to go, let's go. I'm ready, you ready? Well, you're fucking hard now, are you? Me and you. I will fucking dap you now. Put the fucking cameras <laughs> off, turn the cameras off now. Me and you. <laughs> I will fucking dap you now. You're a fucking talking now, but I tell you, I've had a fuck off. <laughs> talking. Who made you fucking boss, anyway? Manchester City Football Club came armed with lawyers. Who made you the fucking big I am? But the trial didn't go the way the club from Manchester hoped. Who made you the big fucking I am? <laughs> huh? Fucking FAB fact. What? What? <laughs> right, we're going to Spain. Come on, boys. Get a bus. Finds Manchester City guilty. Oh, shit, you can't. <laughs> Do I care? Do I care? I don't even Do care. I care. Like, okay. okay. Do it. Go on. Fucking do it. Do it. Go on. Do I dare it. you. Do it. I dare you. I dare you. He's doing a Schumacher. He's putting loads of fags out on his arm to show that he doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. care. <laughs> Dave, pass a lighter. Pass a lighter. Never mind what's wrong. Watch this. <laughs> That's how much I care. Dave, have you got your dick out? Are you setting fire to your dick? <laughs> I'll show my legs. Yeah, it's like a snap. fucking dirty fucking Tiananmen fucking square, isn't it? <laughs> dirty Tiananmen square. <laughs> How are you? I'm like? sort of semi-vegetarian at the moment. Ask I'm, I'm on this health kick, so... Uh... Because your diet, I would... 1972 to press. Well, 1972 to you telling me that five yeah. seconds ago. <laughs> has worried, has worried this me. this Sunday. Yeah. Has worried me. Well, yeah, the constant... The laugh at, at my expense, where you two uh, ruminate on my impending heart attacks and my short yeah. my short lifespan, has driven me to eat healthily. So the last two weeks, I haven't had a drink for two weeks. Wow. True story. Oh, hang on. Kelly's just brought me in a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. Literally. Thanks, love. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh that's glorious. I said salad, Kelly. <laughs> Deep fry the salad. Oh, I've got to eat this while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> no, until until this slice of pizza, I've been eating really healthily for two weeks. I haven't had a drink for two weeks. Good. You're looking better. I mean, I mean right now oh, you're God. not because you've got some sort of Hawaiian thing going into your face. Oh, I've lost pizza too. But <laughs> what's so funny about it is we record this on Zoom, so mm. Mike does it from the bar. Yeah. But when Kelly brought in the pizza you could only see her hand so it makes Kelly look very very servile it's like um, <laughs> what's, what's but with a great sense of timing yes. yeah. yeah comedy timing Michael want one of these 
it is quarter to eight pizza. <laughs> so, I was going to say, I have... Um, oh, he's going to need his five past eight Kit Kat in a minute. <laughs> I haven't had chocolate for two weeks. No beer, no chocolate, no nothing. Oh, fifth play. First slice of pizza, Jeremy. Yeah, tell you, eight <laughs> slices of pizza per day. Mike, it looks like a lie. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not coming across as the truth. Taking years off me as well, apparently. Yeah? Yeah. So we don't have to worry Skin's as much. Buzzing. Skin's buzzing. Well, no, I just want to... Um, I've been watching... My key is this. What I do every morning now. Mm-hmm. Get up. Six o'clock. Yeah. 6.30. I watch one episode of Kojak. Lovely. Before I do anything else yes. on the exercise bike. Yes. So that's an hour of Kojak. So I've, I've now seen 17 Kojaks. Your pop culture references are all over the place. <laughs> You'd be great on the school run in 1977. <laughs> I've done 17 Kojaks, and I've gone to the gym 17 times in the evening as well. Oh, it's so the new me. It's the new me. I'm seven kilos lighter. Bloody hell. My skin's looking great. The, t- the pizza tastes wonderful. Yeah. You've been lucky, though. Your skin's always looked good, even, even when you were at your lowest ebb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even, even mid-panic attack, when I was, when I was grossly... <laughs> Grossly obese. I always had nice skin. If, <laughs> Reddish, if, but nice. If yeah, if see, if my skin could cope with your lifestyle, I wouldn't change my lifestyle. <laughs> I think I've mentioned before, like even makeup artists say, God, you've got a lovely skin. Yeah. There's just so much of it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't possibly cover it all today. God, my son came up with an absolute pearl the other day. They had their, um, their Cardiff School's rugby photographs taken, right? And obviously, the very truncated season because of COVID. So uh, he's like 10 years of age. And the photographer said, we're going to do the photographs. But also, if you've got photographs from the season that are high res and you think we can use in the yearbook, you know, send them in. And they, each kid gets their own, each kid at the college schools gets their own um, yearbook of their, for their season, you know. So I said, well, listen, Ben, there's, um, there's that nice one of you. Uh, when, you had, when you had your tie presented, wearing your tie down at the Arms Park, I said, that's a really nice one. He said, oh, yeah, okay, Dad, fair enough. Yeah, I might send that into the photographer. I said, also, there's that one in Glenith. I said, where Max Boyce was there after the game. I said, I got a photograph of you next to Max Boyce. We could use that one as well. And he went, yeah, he said, Dad, can I have some of me actually playing rugby? <laughs> he said, otherwise they'll think I'm a fundraiser. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what about one of me holding the Valindra bucket? <laughs> Which is a whole local cancer hospital they raise money for. So, yeah. Fair point. You want some action shots. And then my daughter dropped a pearl the other day, flicking through the TV channels. The joy of painting was on. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, she's just turned eight. Mm-hmm. She went, oh, sad. How crap is that? Literally watching paint dry. <laughs> oh, I like that. Wow. Oh, fair oh, play. Yeah. I obviously told her off for saying the word crap, but I mean, I did laugh and then tell her off. <laughs> I don't even tell her off for, for appearances. Yeah. I don't mind the kids swearing at all, but Kelly doesn't like it, so. Yeah. As long as you know when to swear. Nothing worse than the kids swearing out of context, is there? I, I think I have a problem with the under 10s using the C word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be flicking through the channels and. <laughs> no. My daughter called Mary. Was her name Mary Berry a cunt? I mean, that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well out of order, wouldn't it? I'd be in a world of shit if that happened. Yeah. That. yeah. Are, you, are you watching Bing and Bing's upset because he's he so burst is. And, and, and Flop just says, oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, off, you needy cunt. Fuck you. <laughs> You're always fucking whinging, 
Oh, fuck. It's like Howard you. Henry's parents. Yes. Obviously, the only person who's Howard Henry is actually not a bad no, kid. No, His parents are shit yes, houses. absolutely. His, his brother's a little dweeb, and, and his parents are arse wipes. Bing, Bing is a dick. <laughs> Bing is a dick, but Howard Henry, his rebellion is actually pretty low-key. Oh, yeah. It's pretty low-octane rebellion. He likes he likes guitar music up loud. Yeah, yeah. On his tape player, and he, yeah, on his cassette player, and he and he, and he, he eats sweets, and he does, and he eats sweets, and he doesn't like homework. He's not dealing crack. He's, he's not. He's not. He's, on, he's not running county lines for the local drug, is he? County lines, horrid Henry. Why do you have to be so horrid, Henry? What's this Nokia? <laughs> why have you got nine phones, Henry? <laughs> Henry, fuck off, mum. Why have you got forty thousand pound in cash up there? An electric scooter. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. It's not easy being me. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, we watched an episode the other day where he didn't want to wash his face. I thought... I thought oh, God. It, it could be worse, couldn't it? It's not sucking off truckers, is it? No, no he hasn't stabbed anyone. <laughs> Henry glasses. He's not doing tricks for John's in the fucking Junction 33 services, is he? <laughs> it's not that bad. They could do a late night tour at Henry, couldn't they? He's cutting skag. He's cutting skag with yeah. talc in the bathroom. And his brother grasped him up. <laughs> you taking smash so in there? So he cut him. What are you doing, Henry? Fuck off, Peter. I'm cutting the skag up with the rat killer. <laughs> horrid, proper, should be called proper horrid Henry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm eating some sweets, Mum. Why did it be so horrid, Henry? <laughs> oh, Mum, go outside the front door and live life for one second. If we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times. Crack is very Moorish, Henry. <laughs> Oh, stop masturbating in front of the window, Henry. The neighbours can see. Fuck you. I mean, I'd watch that. I'd watch it. I'm not sure I'd let my daughter watch it. Yeah, good show. They've got to learn, though. They've got to learn. Raster Mouse would be very different, wouldn't it? The smell of skunk when a Raster Mouse is out. Another Twix Raster Mouse. <laughs> Bloody sport. Sports, isn't it? Oh, SPOR. Even the commissioners and the owners and the directors of the North American Soccer League, mm. even they hadn't heard of Pele. Mm. But they know that he's box office. And you get him mm. punters turning up at the games, and they haven't heard of him either. No. So initially, he sort of trebles the attendance, and then suddenly they're getting 20,000. And it's all to see him. And obviously, he's playing brilliantly because the standard's poor. So you've got the world's best player playing in a shit league. So he's scoring these spectacular goals. And then uh, then he pulls his hamstring. And then 20,000 turn up just to watch him in his normal yeah. clothes. Yes. Waving at the crowd. They, yeah. Can I just say, before, before you say normal clothes. Well, yeah. They yeah. were not normal. Was, was there ever a sharper-dressed man yeah. than Pelly in the 70s? Oh. oh, my God. And he was the highest paid... They said the highest paid... Baseball player at the time was on was um, Hank Aaron, was it? Okay, I can't remember, but he was on two hundred grand a year. Right, and Pelly's contract you got to take. There was various figures mentioned, but between four and five million dollars yeah, over yeah. a longer period of time. He was, he was he was easily the highest paid sportsman in the world. Right, looked amazing. They that white suit on in the in the one thing he looked something else, and I just it was unspeakably glamorous. It, it went from being. Like the, the, the goalie says, they're playing on a pitch where you've got to like kick the broken bottles off yeah. and, and spray the mud green and play in front of 300 people. That's great as well, spraying the, the mud green. And the next thing is like the most glamorous thing in New York, which is one of the, you know, one of the most buzzing cities in the whole world. Yeah. And suddenly your football team, with most of the same squad, the same goalie, the same defender, yeah. 
you know, most of the same squad. I've now got limousines picking them up from fucking the Meadowlands to take them to their own booth in Studio 54. Yeah, but now... They must have thought, what the fuck? What's, How good is my what's life? What's hilarious is you've got a team of journeymen who wouldn't have even been Division 4 players in the UK. Yeah, you know, no. awful, awful footballers, really. But they've also got Franz Beckerbauer in the team and Pele. Well, they have that, that Warner Brothers <laughs> lawyer there who said Steve Ross's phone up and say, I want you to fly to uh, Brazil and sign Pele. I want you to fly to Germany and sign Beckerbauer. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bit where he's got Pele there and, he, and they're discussing contracts and he phones up Steve Ross. And Steve Ross says, uh, I'll leave it to you, puts the phone down and says, which just means we knew that we, he wants to sign Pele Whatever happens, we're signing Pellet. There's a very strange Welsh involvement in this because Giorgio Canale, he played for, he was born in Italy. Um, Swans. Well, he he was brought up in Cardiff and then ended up playing for the Swans. He's got this very curious half American Italian, half Italian American, half Swansea. Half John Toshak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so a very strange, but notably Welsh accent. And then one of the commissioners was an ex Welsh. Yeah, was was an ex Welsh international. Ian who is Ian Woosnam's cousin? Is he? Because I was wondering if he was like related yeah, to Phil Woosnam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, is it? Yeah. So he's Ian Woosnam's cousin. He played for West Ham. He played for Kaiserslautern. That's where he started his career. He played for Aberystwyth Town, and then he ended up playing in the first division and was a Welsh international in the sixties. Incidentally, I'll just I'll just say this now. When you were calling the Cosmos last week, yes. yeah, I thought I'd been saying it wrong as the Cosmos my whole life. Yeah, right? and then you've watched the same documentary I've just watched where they call them the Cosmos all the time. Yeah. And you it's still call the Cosmos. Well, because so, I... T- tip of the at you. You've got a trouble with them saying... You've got a trouble with Pelé. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. Chile, but, as well. And Chile. <laughs> the Cosmos. Cosmos, you've got no problem with just being a maverick. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's how I've always said it. <laughs> and, and I'm completely good, good unwilling well to change now. If I want to call them Hors du Rey, I will. <laughs> <laughs> they, every game was like a combination of... A lower league game and an exhibition match. Yes. Because you had some yeah. journeymen alongside actual geniuses. Not journeymen who play for like Tranmere. Journeymen who like were working in American high schools who were really yeah. poor players. Yeah. Would, they wouldn't get anywhere near a conference And there's, there's the bit where, they, where he says, one of them says, and then Pele asked us to stop passing to him because we were always looking to pass to Pele. <laughs> Just you would, wouldn't yeah, you? Of course, of course you would. would. We just thought, well, get the ball, give yeah. it a Pele. Give it a <laughs> no. Of course you're going to do I'm that. I'm not going to pass to Pele, actually. I love that defender and that, that goalie. They're really likeable blokes, those two. They're really like The guy who did the... the yeah, the they look like they've just had an absolute blast. Yeah. And, oh, fuck, imagine, mate. You're like playing for Raggy Arse Rovers it, and suddenly you're like the king of fucking Studio But 54. it sounds like a lie. It does. It yeah, it thinks, yeah. What was uh, what was your twenties like? Pretty amazing, actually. Pretty <laughs> good. Brilliant. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. It became this like travelling circus, right? This like barnstorming. They go to all over the states playing these games, and a couple of games up in Canada <laughs> with their own jet. Yeah. And the one bloke says this quite happily because uh, I know for a fact at least two sex acts went on in that in, in you know, on the plane in front of everybody, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's some young journalist there who said, "Yes, I was a sports journalist." He's 26, 27 years of age. He said they offered me the New York Yankees, which was the big thing to come with baseball, the Yankees reporter. And he went, no way, I'll stay with the Cosmo. Because he was just travelling around America, 27 years of age, as one of the Cosmo's entourage. 
They're not going to know you don't play, are they? <laughs> <laughs> what position do you that, play? That, left, that right. That dictaphone yeah. and that camera's going straight in the bag and staying there. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I played uh, defense. De- de- def- def- defense. <laughs> yeah, defense, bit of offense, and also in goal. <laughs> Your match report from the Houston game, Mike, just says we won. <laughs> I, I was busy. I am tired. <laughs> what? We won off to LA Yahoo, it says. Too tight to write a match report. You haven't filed any copy, Mike. Yeah, sorry. Sosh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, lads. I've been honestly been up to my eyes in it for about four days. It would, it just must feel like a dream to those players. Because you started off playing in front of 150 people. Then you're yeah. playing in front of 77,000 people. Oh, and then the league collapses. So you've had this weird yeah, four or five years where you're playing with Beckham. You end up back walking in Walmart, think, people thinking you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Is that a lie? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did. Someone mentions like Surya 55. said, yeah, I used to have a booth in there. <laughs> yeah, fucked. <laughs> were you at school with liars? Did you have one kid who was, oh, did a, we have a, li- oh, who was a really yeah. bad liar? Yeah, we had. Well, worse than me. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, you're, you're telling me that your mum smashed your bedroom door down with an axe? Your mum, yes. who, I, who I have met? Yes. And I know is and not capable of that. Yeah, but you, you only know her now, don't you? But I mean, be- yeah, she realised I hadn't done my French verbs homework, got pretty pissed off, like... And suddenly she's smashing down my door with an axe, like. Shall I ask your sister to, to verify this? Don't ask her, because she'll be really upset about it. Is that a lie? No. Sounds like bollocks. I love, I love, if you're going to lie, lie big, innit? Yeah, I'm tired, actually. Why are you tired? Oh, I'm one of Prince's backing dancers, like the big gig last night. <laughs> fucking knackered, mash. Fucking fuck damn. Yeah, what it is, I used to play goalie, like, for the New York Cosmos. <laughs> yeah, in a fucking booth, like, in uh, Studio 54. Hook us off both arms. Yeah. Cosmos, I all was a, calling him, but... All, uh... all, all, <laughs> I used to call him a Cosmos, that was my thing, like, you know what I mean? That was my little quirk, like, call him a Cosmos. Tons of coke. Pele. With, yeah, Pele, yeah, there's a room with Pele. Only, only room, lasted like. a couple of years, isn't it? Because the league collapsed. That's why I'm back here now. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm working in boots, isn't it? I got my cocker watch for a magazine as well, like, you know what I mean? But, uh. <laughs> okay, we're working at the 7 Eleven now, then, Steve. Well, I fucking went tits up like the whole, the whole fucking league, but, didn't well, it? But the fact is, right, they weren't. What they weren't doing was they weren't investing in grassroots football. <laughs> I told the fuckers, I said, boys, you've got to put something back in the game, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a kid's coming through, it's going to keep us going now, but, uh. Oh, it was all about fucking Beckenbauer and Pelly, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, uh. Of course, when they fucked up, he's back working the Seven Eleven. Like I wouldn't change it though. I wouldn't change it, and I'm I, I'm as happy now as I was then. How's your wife, Steve? Oh, she fucked off. Like, <laughs> said he's full of shit. Like, you know I mean? And the funny thing is, the commissioner she found a lot of she found a lot of Polaroids like <laughs> me and Bianca Jagger yeah. back in the seventies. And the commissioner was some council. She was. Yeah, fuck off, Steve. Yeah, full of shit. Shut up, Steve. And our top striker who'd, who'd done well over in Italy in Serie A, he'd played for the Swans in the 60s, but they thought they were shit. He was the, 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 the US Masters golfer. Yeah. That's him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his cousin, uh, yeah, his, his, his cousin, anyone? Philip. Uh, Phil, yeah. 
He was got to meet Welsh boys over in America. See Welsh Kaya boys Sips, stick together. The whole, whole Welsh people know. Everyone knows everyone in Wales. <laughs> he was from Kaiserstuhl. You're not even making that up. <laughs> you know what, Canalia? Yeah. yeah, sounds Italian. Like he's from fucking Swansea. <laughs> well, I say not from Swansea. Like he's from, from Cardiff. Like, but he played yeah. for Swansea. Yeah. Big buddies with Philly. What's Philly was them? Kaiserstuhl. Yeah, yeah. Bro, out to ring Pele over like. <laughs> It's unbelievable. The whole hour and a half is unbelievable. Yeah. The school liar <laughs> and all of your lies come from this documentary. <laughs> you could no You could easily Well what we did, right? We painted a pitch green and Pelly thought they had a lot of fungus on his skin as paint we're making an impact, gentlemen. We are currently the seventy seventh biggest arts and entertainment podcast in Malta. Well, come on, Amorta. Yes. That is what we were aiming for when we started this off. Valletta Massive are into it. We are the 34th best sports podcast in Belgium. The big markets oh, awesome. are being sewn up by us, guys. Is the, is the motto, does that include Gozo figures as well? Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I'm going to have to have a look at that. Probably caught more yeah. Gozo. Drickenis the Maltese Cross Neath RFC connection. I don't know. Maybe it's my mate John Dimond, who's, who played international rugby for Malta. If he's from Bari, how would how how is he eligible? Maltese connection. Malta? I think his parents are Maltese. Lot of Maltese in South in the sea, Bari and Cardiff area. Around. Well, my my kids are eligible to play for Wales, Scotland, and England, so they're hedging their mm. bets a little bit. I'm eligible to play for Wales and England, and so much, which makes my kids also oh, because my dad was born. Keep this between us, yeah, uh, and the listeners. My dad was born in Worthing in Sussex. True story, Al, that uh, my sister's into all this sort of bullshit about genealogy and stuff. Yeah. Um, in the 1851 census, one bubbins in the UK, mm. a solitary bubbins. I did those eth- I did one of those ethically cleansing questionable oh, DNA tests to tell okay. me where I'm from. Yeah, how'd you go? And, uh, well, come out of the pocket, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come out, well, come out. Eight miles from my front said, door on both sides forever. <laughs> Basically, said your relatives should have gone out. To have you seen those DNA tests? Where well, they do that mapping? Yeah. North Wales is like yeah. a different planet. Have you seen it? <laughs> There's no. They don't. They don't link to anybody. They don't even link to Anglesey or Mid Wales. It's just <laughs> North Wales. They've found genetic differences between people in North and South Pembrokeshire. Well, so got the Lanska, the Lanska line. line. Let's get a bang it. They love this. The uh, the Belgians go on. So South, yeah, South, South. Tell about the Lanska line, mate. Was colonised by the Flemish That's in right. the eleventh century. Think around there, yeah. So what the you know South South Pembrokeshire, the Little England beyond Wales, and all of the towns, all or villages have got quite English sounding names. Whereas you go twenty miles up. North and then it's Egrosuru and Crumich and you know. See, this is the. I mean, we're always yeah. fairly postcode, right? Yeah. <laughs> but this is like within the postcode. This is when you put your yeah. postcode into like Amazon, and then you got to choose your house number. <laughs> the ten, it's less than a postcode. I read a review yeah. on Apple that said that Don't despite reviews, them being three Welshmen, they were em- yeah. they, they were relatable. We were, <laughs> fuck that, we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah not that, that, that ship has now sailed. <laughs> if, uh, if, if, if you're one of our uh, Belgian listeners, maybe you've got Walloon as a first language. The Lanska line has a Wikipedia page. I wonder what sort of formation the Rebecca Rioters would have liked <laughs> if they were playing football today. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Big uh, woman up front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
with that in mind, uh, Mike, you go first. Tr- try and okay. relate this one to Wales. Well, this features a, a people that I got a lot of time for because they're they are um, people who have quite a law unto themselves, which, which I like. People who are quite happy to cock a snook at authority. Um, and this is, I mean, if Tyson Fury is the king of the gypsies, this is the, the gypsy king's father. So, what does that make him? This is absolute class. We, we, we mentioned about people calling each other out on, on the internet uh, a, a pot or two ago. So this is uh, the one and only John Fury. There's no waiting around. I want you to go today. Shut to mullet, pig. Are you listening to me, pig? I want you to go today. There's no money for you. There's no, there might be a little bit of fame for you. Two minutes till I plaster you. But let me tell you something, mate. There's no money in this for you. And I know you haven't got £10, so I'm going to box you for free. Not box you, fight you for free. I've got fame. I've got money. I've got enough. But what I want to do is do you some serious damage. Are you hearing me, you pig? So I'm good at that. Of I mean, two, two things, two things spring to mind, right? One is that Tyson Fury and his old man, I've never heard two people sound oh. so identical, right? I mean, they, <laughs> yes, they, sound, good point, they sound absolutely identical <laughs> yeah. to each other, right? <laughs> Secondly... With an accent that is unique to oh, them. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. what I mean. It doesn't come from anywhere in particular other than, you know, you couldn't pay me enough money to fight him. And I, and I like oh, a fight. <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough money to fight that man. What a nutcase. I love him. I absolutely love him. The, the best bit... Well... <laughs> He's a, I've never seen a Shepton Mallet pig. Shepton Mallet pig? No. You're, you're Shepton Mallet pig! Shepton Mallet pig! <laughs> you're Shepton Mallet pig! I won't even mention your name, you Shepton Mallet, ugly Shepton Mallet pig! I just thought... So I, I don't know what Shepton Mallet pig looks like. I need to look into it. Favourite bit of that video Good is God. where he contradicts himself with absolute gay abandon about halfway through. Yeah. And goes, break your fucking jaw! I don't even fucking swear! <laughs> yeah. I... I would say that some of his messaging is inconsistent. <laughs> How intimidating does he look? Oh, yeah, terrifying. And it's the way he, we, we've talked about people with hair triggers, right? He'll be livid. And I mean, like, and not, and not like, you know, you see on uh, mixed martial arts or you see on a uh, lot of boxing promos, yeah. you try to put bums on seats, right? There appears to be none of that going on. It seems to be fairly genuine. But it's just the one bit when he puts his hands up to the camera. They are absolutely huge, those fists as well. I'm not sure how tall he is. I'm watching Tyson, 6'9". Yeah, 6'9", yeah. So his old man's got to be a big lad as well. Even when he said his address, it's threatening. 51 Moss Lane style. Yeah, none of that mobile phone bollocks for John Fury. None of that, here's my mobile phone number. Here's my actual address. Yeah, here's where I live. What, what I found funny, though, is I <laughs> I, I then found Mickey Theo's uh, video. Yeah. That and what well. I what I find quite funny about all of these videos where angry, violent people call each other out online mm. is it's angry, 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 threat, 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 and then eventually it has to come down to admin. Have you noticed this? <laughs> <Yeah>. Keith feels <laughs> like I'm going to break your jaw, I'm going to destroy you, I'm going to smash you, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fuck you up, and for some reason you haven't replied to my email. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, w- I would love to see the email. What's the subject line? Hi, John. Are <laughs> I fucking you up? Are we ragged in scrapyard? <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if you were free. 51 Mosley. Yeah. Well, do you, when, is, is, is another video I saw linked to it, because I went down a bit of a, one of our famous rab- rabbit holes, is his manager then explaining why he hadn't emailed the bloke back. 
you know, he's got a lot on at the moment, and then he starts. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it ended up in your spam folder. Check your spam folder, yeah. hey? Because I'm gonna fuck you up. Get Check your junk. Fucking flag this in your priority mail. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> smash your teeth in. Check your junk. I, I've had problems with Mailchimp in the past, <laughs> and I apologise. But this threat is real. It's genuine. I've got to be honest. Read my call-out video date of the 9th of April. Um, it was in my outbox. It was in my sent items, and I apologise, but I'm still going to fuck you up the first opportunity Listen, I right, get. I'll put £250,000 up, and that is PayPal. That's legit. I'm going to back you it. I need your salt code. You can pay it backs, PayPal, credit card. Behave yourself. Will you? None of that Bitcoin bollocks. <laughs> I've changed from Outlook because I think Gmail's actually got a more consistent server. It's a better server. And I'm going to fuck you up. Get the Firefox on there, you fucking slag. What? Easy. Easy, boys. Easy, boys. Ask me about that, right? So there's these two middle-aged blokes that I wouldn't fuck with either of them, right? To be fair, right? Yeah. Both hard as nails, both fairly unhinged, both with... A penchant for for, for tech, right? <laughs> <laughs> They've been threatening each other in no uncertain terms. The amount of physical damage they can do to each other in various scrapyards and back gardens, right? <laughs> and his manager says something like, you know, I've been on to the NHS, they're not interested, they don't want our money. <laughs> well, of course they don't, you lunatic. <laughs> I've been on to the NHS. Hi there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Dave, John Fury's uh, de facto manager. Um, John's interested in kicking the fuck out of Mickey Theo in a scrapyard in London. Uh, we could be talking upwards of half a million pounds. Would you mind if he'll wear a rainbow t-shirt? <laughs> could we attach an NHS banner to some scrap cars? It's Tony Hawk, the skateboarder that everyone's heard of. Uh, <laughs> it is, let's be honest um, Doing just really silly things I kind of went down a bit of a wormhole of watching him doing daft things On uh, YouTube this week And this is one where he skates He's the first guy ever to skate I don't know why he'd want to But on a downward spiral loop His mate kind of creates the actual ramp style thing Looks a bit like a helix Sort yeah. of shape. It looks like thing. DNA. He skates on DNA. He skates down some DNA. <laughs> uh, am I looking forward to this? To be honest, when I when I realized that this got the green light and that Sony's behind it, I had intense anxiety for two days straight. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Is it real? Will it really work? I have no idea what to expect on my first attempt. Basically, this ramp is a vertical spiral, a sideways loop. I asked Tony P if he could make this a reality, and he and I brainstormed, and he's on his way. Yeah, this is weird. I mean, I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, I don't. I have nothing <laughs> to base it on. It's definitely different, you know. It's tricky. The, the main thing is like, how am I going to brace it? I wish someone could. The man is like in his fifties now. Mm. You're talking about like Colin Jackson doesn't look like he's. I don't know if a 52-year-old man at a skate park is all right. I'll be honest. I'm not sure that it's an okay if thing. If to he's have. not with his kids, I mean that that, that sets alarm bells ringing for me. To be honest, <laughs> if some bloke, if some 52 year old bloke turned up at a skate park with yeah. just a skateboard and no kids, then he was yeah. in shorts. <laughs> I, at the very least, I'd be phoning 101. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was born in 1968 or 67. Yeah. So he came of age at a time when teenagers did the kind of stuff that they do now. When I was a kid, so if you were in your 50s, you had a briefcase and a flat cap. Yeah. Mm. But now you could plausibly still skateboard to work, which is an odd You could, thing. but you'd still be a bit of a You'd look a right knob, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. And I don't even think Tony Hawk is that cool. I mean, I think he... I don't think he's cool. No. I just think he looks... I think what he does is brilliant. Yeah. I don't think he is cool. No, I agree. When you see, like, young X Games type people, and they bring they bring Tony Hawk out all the time because he's, he's box office still, obviously, right? With, yeah. They think he's box office. You can see, like, the 17-year-old skaters thinking... Who's this old fella? Yeah. yeah. The thing with him, and what I like about him, is that when he was growing up in San Diego in the early 80s, his career's officers would have said, you need to concentrate <laughs> on school and knuckle down because you'll never make a living out of that bloody skateboard. Yeah. And what has he done? Well, he's the, only, he's the only skateboarder anyone can name. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. On he's 99 the one, point... If you can name another skateboarder, you're a skateboarder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. You're also I, a professional skateboarder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. you've named yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still like one of the best in the world? No, he's not. No, he's well. I mean, he's obviously good at still doing this sort of stuff. He hasn't done a Ray Reardon and thought, do you know what? I'm not the best at this anymore. I'm just going to stop doing it. How many times think- has Ray Reardon been compared to Tony Hawk? I would imagine once. <laughs> once. I wonder if either of them. Has ever heard of the other? <laughs> well, mate, I will get back to you on that. I, I, will certainly ask, I will certainly ask the question. Ray Reardon is Tony ever... Hawk's favourite snooker player. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the way round. I'd like it to be. Remember this one time at the San Diego Open, and uh, <laughs> Ray Reardon turned up, and I thought, my God, is that Dracula? That's, I that's just him? think I I thought Stephen Henry was boring. I thought <laughs> I thought Peter Ebden was boring. Think about Ray to me when he lost that game against uh, Alex Higgins, the Hurricane, in 82. You know, he still was an icon to me. I'll never forget those six world titles he won between 1970 and 78. You know, Tony, you're looking less and less cool. As a kid growing growing up in San Diego, snooker was my life, you know. (laughs) I mean, Joe Johnson, those shoes, those two-tone shoes. You know when you, know, you listen we to documentaries or you watch documentaries and you go, why is that guy doing the voiceover for that? <laughs> yeah. Like the Russell Crowe one last week on the Leeds yeah, doc. Yeah, yeah. You go, what's that about? Get Tony Hawk on the Ray Reardon doc. Be fucking yeah, face. that'd be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and I was young Ray there in, in, in Tredegar in the, in the 1930s, you know, when, when all his uncles played snooker. Uh, he actually went down the pit. That's the incredible thing with Ray Reardon. He... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing was, he was a cop. People don't realize that. He was a cop for a couple of years in Stoke, of all places. Because, <laughs> of course, the, uh, the, uh, the, the coal seam had given up the ghost in Tredega. So his family had moved to Stoke to work in the coal mines there, which is where he had his accident. But uh, always just a great inspiration to me. As, as a skateboarder. The guy's getting 100 breaks, and he's in, in his late 80s. <laughs> Yeah. Let me put that into some perspective. The guy is getting 100 breaks. I might be 52 and skateboarding down DNA. This guy, hey, this guy this is getting guy. 100 breaks. You know, I remember being completely stoked. A couple of guys were there in Southern Cal, and Ray came along and was doing half pipes. And I just... I didn't... <laughs> 
<laughs> Ray on a board. <laughs> Ray on a board. Oh, oh magical. <laughs> I'd watch that. That'd be, no, that's the superstars we all want to see. <laughs> Isn't it? Tony Hawk playing. Never mind, never mind Brian Jacks doing bloody squat for us. I want to see Ray Reardon on a half pipe. Well, the thing is, uh, Mike, you see, uh, obviously I'm not the snooker player I once was, although I still get the occasional hundred break. But what's really sustained me in my 80s and hopefully going into my early 90s is skateboarding. I, I've, got a, I've got a half pipe built out in the back garden. I'm on it, so I don't know, 10 in the morning till 5 uh, o'clock at night. Absolutely you know, love it. I guess it'll catch some wicked air. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> But the thing is, it's also the culture, it's the music, it's the cannabis. I just love every, se- I love oh, every different facet thing. of it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't play snooker when you've had a spliff, mind. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that oh, for free. Oh. Ask Bill Worm, innit? <laughs> As a snooker mad kid growing up in San Diego, <laughs> Big Break was a big show for me. So Jim Davidson was kind of my introduction to British comedy and British humor. Yeah, sure, I, yeah. I love that stuff. Of course, he was big on the panto scene as well, too. So. <laughs> but like adult panto, boobs in the wood. <laughs> boobs in the wood. Yeah. And just Ray Reardon on a half pipe in San Diego. Catching air in a bow tie. Hiya, Tony! <laughs> Welcome to Southern California. I'm here with the boys. They've been attempted, someone has never attempted before. <laughs> they call him Dracula. Here he is. It's Ray Reardon. With a cape on. Remember he came to the Cape of the World Champions? Yes. Oh, yeah. Just turn oh. up your skate park with a cape on. Ray Reardon. <laughs> and then, of course, next year, Tony Hawk's the Crucible. <laughs> okay. I've uh, let myself go a little bit again. Nothing like I was. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do, and this might turn people off. I mean, we might lose patrons, but in droves. Yeah. I'm going to do a little video diary starting next week. Okay. Of uh, my training odyssey. I like it. Uh, but I'll just put it on the Patreon page. I won't put it anywhere else. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't put it. On, I, won't, I won't put it on Twitter. I won't put it on YouTube. I won't put it on my Facebook page. I'll put it on the Patreon page. Just in the Facebook mm-hmm. Patreon chat. So you've got some red what hot sex action. What is uh, your training odyssey? I want to get in shape. I, I want to get in proper shape. So. Oh, okay. You're not training for anything specific. There'll be tops off shots. Oh. That's what you need to know. The mix of sort of inspirational and sexual. Um, with a bit of educational thrown in. As long as it doesn't go against any of your Facebook Well, the BBC policies. is to educate, to... Uh, uh, it? to inform, educate, educate inform. and entertain. Yeah. This will be to inform, to educate, to tittle. And exclude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be nice. You know, people keep asking me what I'm doing. Well, they'll find out what I'm doing. I'm going to do it. I'll do a little Patreon uh, training group. Lovely. Great. Looking yeah. forward to that. Well, yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mildly looking forward to that. That'd be good. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say a bit, bit, of, bit of carrot as opposed to my usual stick. As well. I think that's what, yeah, that's what we need more of. More carrot, less stick. Well, can we see my carrot then on the paper? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> painted, Gary on training. Painted orange view. Because you know why? This is the other bombshell news. Go on. Which ties into my Patreon training page. I might start doing it at my dad's place because... Talk about a false storm with Talk physique. about a carrot, fucking hell. Talk about a... <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in peak physique yesterday. It was deafeningly loud. And I mean, I, in the end, I had to leave because my ears were hurting. It was that loud of music. Was it? What sort of music were they playing? Death It was just Bob Dylan. 
bollocks. Hobzilla. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Subterranean homesick blues. Fuck off! Bob. My neighbours think I've lost the plot, though. Um, no, just really, really loud, bollocks, modern, hardcore music. I was like, oh, modern. It's only me in there. It's me and, like, it was the middle of the day, so it was me and probably eight people in there. I thought I left that gym to get away from, you know, what I don't think is training to come to this. This is not good. So I might just go back to Dad's basement where I got all my kit that I've bought. Could take go my back bloody, to my Dad's basement. Take my Jerry Rafferty tape and my Philips Moving Sound tape player <laughs> and just lift weights to Jerry Rafferty. It's got a, a specific. It's a specific kind of music, gym music. Oh, it's its own genre. Or Thick and loud. Uniquely horrible. Yeah. Thick, loud and bassy. <laughs> T- TLB music. <laughs> and it was all like crappy remixes of quite good songs. Speeded up. Yes. With a massive sort of <laughs> drum beat put into it. Oh, yeah. Fuck. This is why I've left. I came here for a reason. You wouldn't see F- Franco Colombo and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger doing curls to this. You've changed, Dave. You've changed. Oh, dear. Got myself. One well, Dave's fault. He didn't put it on, I don't suppose. But I know when I got on my dad's, I can do. I can train my top off with yep. abandon. Yeah. Why don't you do that at the gym anyway? You do, you do look a bit <laughs> odd. Interesting. Look keen. Yeah. If you're not doing a shoot for Muscle Mag International, you just look like you should be have a restraining order. <laughs> On yourself. My own music. Then I get to see my dad, listen to music, go to Barry. Lovely. Stick happy. on the house, Martins, pump some iron. Happy, I happily live at waste of the house, if, Martins. If you injure yourself, you'll get almost next to no sympathy from Bob. No. No, no, I'll bleed out, don't they? wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know about it if you dislocated your bicep. It's on my windpipe, Dad. <laughs> you know, you know it's on your windpipe. You wouldn't be able to bloody breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> Bob. Bob. <laughs> I just need, uh, need a uh, little bit of help, Dad. Okay, but if you're not going to help me, pass me my phone and then I'll download what I'll text I don't I've had a barbell on my throat, you know. And if you'd had one on there, you'd know all about it. <laughs> I know all about it, you can <laughs> Look, Nick, Dad, it's not about you. Can you text Carol to say I love her, please? <laughs> text I pay your fucking phone bill. I pay for that bloody mobile phone as well. And he keeps sending picture texts. It's costing me a fucking fortune. I said, use WhatsApp, it's free. Stop texting me picking pictures of the golf club. I don't care. I've been there. Just an ordinary text or a WhatsApp, or I'll just see you in person tomorrow. <laughs> Show it to me on your own phone. These fuckers cost me 50 pence each. Oh, yeah, I know you slugged your guts up for 20 years. That's not the point. <laughs> now, please help me lift this barbell off my <laughs> shin. <laughs> he is old school, the old man. So, if you want Bob content, Bob's basement content. <laughs> Yeah, Big Bob's Barry Basement Content. <laughs> I might call the gym Big Bob's. Well, that'd be very good, yeah. But Just above Big the Bob's door. Basement. 
Big Bob's Basement, Jim. Um, it's 2003, and if you're not into baseball, this is essentially the semi-finals, if you like. Uh, if the Chicago Cubs win this game, they go into the World Series. Um, and then this put a reaching into the stands and couldn't get it, and he's livid with a fan. That's awfully close to fan interference right there. The umpire's all over it. The umpire right down there, Mike Everett's on the play. If Alou has to reach into the stands, it's fair game for the fans to catch the ball. If the fan reaches out over the field, then it can be ruled fan interference. That is very, very close. So, they're playing against the Marlins. The Cubs are... 3-0 up in the actual game. They're three games to two ahead in a seven-match series. They've got five outs that they need to get. And Luis Castillo is a guy batting. And he's hit what's going to be a foul ball. But one of the outfielders for the Cubs has run for it. He's right up against the uh, stand itself. And it's a guy called Moises Alou. And he jumps in the air to catch it. And then Steve Bartman and several other of the Chicago Cubs fans kind of lean towards the ball because they want to catch a ball. Mm. And they haven't seen Moises Alou running from underneath them to catch it. Bartman gets his hand on the ball, doesn't even catch it, kind of fumbles it, but knocks it out of the chance of it being a catch. Doesn't realise what he's done. So he just kind of sits down in his seat and then Moises Alou goes a little bit nuts. And then the Marlins score eight runs during that innings. Wow. And basically, that is where the Cubs lose the game. They lose their heads. The whole stadium loses oh. its vibe. And there is no... At Wrigley Field, there's no, is, at the time at least, I don't know if it's still the case. So this is 2003. There's no Jumbotron. So there's no big screen. So he's getting replayed and replayed and replayed on national telly. And he doesn't know this. And the people in the stadium don't know this, apart from the fact that outside the stadium there are people who've gathered to celebrate already, and one of them has a TV. So this is being replayed and replayed and replayed, and then all of a sudden a chant of asshole just kind of starts towards this guy. We've all had that. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) So he's got the entirety of Wrigley Stadium eventually then shouting asshole at him. Pointing out you kind of feel sorry for this dude, Steph. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people don't oh. understand baseball, right? The, the, that foul ball. So you, you can't score off that foul ball because you can still be caught and be out of that foul ball, right? But American sport, they do it all American sports apart from basketball, right? Um, is if you catch the ball in the stadium, you keep the ball, right? It's yours. It, and it's they're about like, to get to the World Series. So this would be a very valuable oh, ball to well, have. I've got, a, I've got a baseball in my bar. I've got a cricket ball. I've got a, I, I'd love to have a bloody... Uh, you know, yeah. a, a pennant ball. Yeah. Right, of course you won. That's, and if you watch it, they're all, they're all watching the ball. No one's, no one's watching a loo thinking, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking bang him up the way. No, everyone's watching the ball. Right? So all he's doing is trying to catch a ball, a ball bugger, because that's what they do in American sport. If this had happened in, certainly in a, in a football match in the UK, he'd have had his head kicked in. So, so what, hap- what happens to him? Guys start going down there and throwing beer at him and the people he's around. Because they start to realise what's happened, and they the word starts to get around. There are people listening to the radios, which incidentally he is also doing. Mm. So he's listening to the radio, 
So, so he has this dawning shit. realization. Well, yeah. I've ruined this for my team. So it's not even like it's the opposition team yeah, that yeah. this has happened to. And had he leaned over a little bit further, it would have been fan interference because he would have been in the realm of play rather than within the stand. So the guy would have been given out because he would have interfered yeah. with the play. Oh my but God. But because the balls come so close to him, he's actually then not fan interference, but you can still make a fair catch. I mean... They have to smuggle him out, Al. They have to, they have to get him out of there safely, and then oh he's getting God. abuse as he leaves, and they have to take him into <laughs> this room within the stadium then until everyone else clears away from the stadium... Imagine those pocket juniors against River Plate. That are. <laughs> well, you'd be dead. You'd, you'd be dead. You yeah. just wouldn't survive. You wouldn't survive that. About a day later, they track him down to his house. He's oh got eight God. police cars outside his house. That's like he's committed a murder or something. There are eight police cars around his house. He's What's to defend him? Yeah, he's gone into hiding. Because <laughs> it, and he doesn't do any interviews about it. Did he get the ball? What a sad case. The other guy gets the ball. So, so, so some other guy four-seat stands, who's also jumped for it, doesn't get into any trouble at all. He gets the ball, sells it later on for about 200 grand. Oh, my God. Yeah. This guy worse, worse, bugger. has not been able to have a credit card since then because his name and his address would then be... You're reasonably joking. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he is absolutely vilified for years Last and years scene, and years. fighting Kimbo Slice for... <laughs> <laughs> Double or quits, let's go. That is absolutely astonishing. Until 2016, when the Cubs then eventually win the World Series, mm. and as a franchise and as an organisation, they feel so bad for this guy that they make him a World Series ring. Producer Dave... From yes. the Five Live show, yes, was a ball boy at Main Road, and when Man City went down as far as League One in ninety eight ninety nine, they won the playoffs in they in ninety nine to get back into what is now the Championship. Yeah, and in the second leg semi final, which I think was at Main Road, Dave was a ball boy, and there's a minute left, and um, I don't I can't remember who Man City were playing, but um, they've got a you know the ball is sort of up at Man City's end and the ball goes out for a throw-in. And what Dave did, aged 11, was as the ball boy whose job it is to go and get the ball, he went to fetch the ball and kept pretending to drop it. Just <laughs> trying to run down the clock. Yes. When he eventually gave the ball back, the player swore at him and he got a standing ovation from the kickback stand. Good <laughs> so the, Good <laughs> He's lad, 11 mate. years old. Brilliant. When you, when you go to a rice hockey game, like I went to see the Devils play in New Jersey about two years ago. Yeah. There's usually oh, a disclaimer on the back of the ticket there saying, you know, if you get very badly injured, injured you know, yeah. we're not responsible. Because that, that puck does come through. Yeah. Sometimes and hits people in the face. When you see like a nice score hockey puck at like 100 miles an hour in your teeth. That'll it's the one yeah. thing that puts me off cricket is... Yeah, yeah. Because cricket is a very social sport. So you, you, you've had a few... Mm. A cricket ball flying at me scares the life out of me. I'm not confident enough to no. catch a, a big six from David Warner or Steve Smith. Shut no. up. It's if, a if, ball. If, What's it going to do? <laughs> it's made of wood, Mike. It's going to hurt like made of wood. Do you know what? In my early teaching career, and I, I, I won't tell you what school it was or what the class was or anything else, right? But um, speaking about dangerous things you wish never happened, <laughs> I was doing my first ever shop at lesson, right? And there was a kid dicking around. 
and it, it can be dangerous shot, but obviously, so you're trying to get, get to pay attention. I pretended to throw a shot put at him, right? It came out of my hand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he fucking ducked. <laughs> he missed it by about two inches, right? <laughs> and I said to him, because I thought, I saw my career flash around my eyes, and I just went, and that's where I need to pay attention. This could be. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, but if I, you know, I'm thinking, Jesus, I'm just, just trying to bluff it, you know, just trying to blag it out. No, if I hadn't known I was going to just clear your head, you could have been dead. Jesus. I tell my girlfriend, I had a school with today, love. Oh. Wow. I can chuck a shot at the 12 year old. back into the staff room, white as a sheet. Oh my God, I was. Oh man. I think we'll concentrate on 100 metres if we're doing athletics <laughs> in the future. Next week, javelin. Running in a straight line <laughs> on the grass. Okay. I drove a transit van once, and I had to go and pick up some props from the set of Casualty. So they filmed that in Cardiff, yeah. and there's a place down Cardiff Bay, and there's a very oh, cramped yeah. car park at the back of those studios. Mm. And I'd never driven one before, but didn't want to let on that I'd never driven one before, yeah. because, you know... I don't want to be insulted by the transport department of the BBC. Of course, I, <laughs> of course, I can drive a transit van. Yes, I wiped out five cars. Oh shit! Did in seconds, just went into the side of one of them, which went into the side of another one, which went yeah. into the side Ooh. of another one. So what happened? Well, a lot of very angry actors came downstairs. Oh, <laughs> were they angry or were they just acting? <laughs> <laughs> I should, be, I should be annoyed about this. Hang on. You should say that's very convincing. That is very Mr. convincing. Mr. Guerrero! Oh, you look... Never in all my time on this planet have I been as insulted. A roink the witch. What? <laughs> uh, Are you acting what? again? What? <laughs> my fear. Lovey, I'm furious. Imagine if Charlie from casually been one of those that was my major fear was a yeah, character that yeah. I knew was going to come they down they must know you were filming an episode of Casualty <laughs> 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 you should have fake whiplash and gone cut at the end of it alright guys did we get all that right yeah gonna go again yeah <laughs> hair in the gate or something I did that with um, I mentioned before about I crashed the minibus in Bath a couple of times but when I moved to Willows then same thing and and this is sexist, but it's a very male thing not to admit that you can you can drive a vehicle. That you, that you I, can't I, drive I, a vehicle. I, I could drive it. Those cars yeah. are in the wrong place, Mike. So you always just sort of say yes, you know. Yeah. You don't say, well, I'll take it for a, I haven't driven this one before. I'll, I'll give it a go first. So what? A Chinook? Yeah, yeah. If I had to drive a Chinook, I'd do it in bloke fashion, right? I'd, I'd, uh... I'd have a rolly cigarette, <laughs> and then I'd just blag it and go... That's the one with two rotors in there, mate, yeah? Front yeah. and front of that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've done double rotor before. I usually only do one rotor, but yeah, I do two. I can do, do double two. rotor, that's fine. <laughs> Kick in the tyres. <laughs> Four good shoes on, aren't she? Four good shoes on it. What's the old other cutters look like? That's what I call the blades, the cutters on there. How do you jump, Jet? Yeah, yeah, I could do one of those. Roll, pitch, your, all of them. I've done a tornado, but I'm not done a Harry jump, Jet, but I mean the uh, controls are pretty Same sort of thing, VTOL on it, or, ver- or, or vertical take of a landing. Yeah, I mean, it's like the difference between a Ford Escort and a Ford Orion. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's like your Vulcans, isn't it? Your Vulcans and your all the all the all the V planes. <laughs> yeah, Spitfire Hurricane, whatever. I drove a minibus, and I yeah, I, I did the same as you, Steph. I managed to drive into two cars in the car park. It's amazing. And then two teachers came out, and the one was ranting a rave. What are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm I'm bringing a baseball team over to play baseball against your school. What did you do that for? 
I said, do you think I wanted to do that? Do you think I thought I'd drive into your car? And I thought there'd be a bit of solidarity. Because the other teacher came out. He said, oh, it's okay, mate. We're all insured. Which, that's the, that's the correct that's response. That's the correct answer. Yeah. You know, as if I want to drive into your car, you daft. You need to call a fellow colleague a bastard then. But I mean, they were being daft bastards. And yes, technically, I was in the wrong. I, I, mean, I mean, not even technically. I dri- <laughs> I'd driven a minibus into their car. Yeah. But I didn't mean to do that. Is the, is the point. I did it when I was about 20 yeah. in Tesco. And I panicked. I'd never done it before. And I didn't really know what to do. Mm. So I just thought, I'll just pretend this hasn't happened. Yeah, I walked into Tesco and a bloke chased me, going, <laughs> you going to fucking leave your details on that bloke's windscreen? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. It must have been someone else. is what you're talking about. <laughs> and then he followed me around Tesco, oh, saying, come on in. Right, don't you fucking oh, It wasn't even his car. Good, he was just, what should have said to him? It's private property, mate. Fucking see you in Strasbourg. I'm fucked off. See you in Strasbourg. <laughs> I ended up just saying, oh, I'd just like to. Uh, I'm, I'm funny coming to buy some baby I did knock a car once. I was, I was driving back from. Uh, what's the statute of limitations on these sorts of things? I must be in the I clear don't know. Right now. It, would depends, have been it depends what you did, Mike. Well, it was tw- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I killed a nun. I'm not going to tell you. You'll be fine. Just tell the story. And then I got out of Kalashnikov. Well, it was 27 years ago, so I think I were in the clear. My mate Byron from Calgary that I live with in uni. His sister came over, Barbara, and we went to West Wales. Uh, and on the way back, he was driving, but he was like nodding off, right? He was, he was. Yeah. I think, oh, this is not good. I said, listen, mate, I'll drive. Don't bloody. He said, you're, you're not sure. I said, yeah, that's fair enough, but you're sleeping, so I'd probably safer if I drive. <laughs> so I get in the hire car. Yeah. And we're driving up towards uh, through Portal, but where it goes to two lanes there, right? And I, I got distracted, and the we're it all slowed down. I know it's always slow by there, and I went in the back of the car in front of me. This BMW, right? I thought, oh, shit. Not fast, but bump. I thought, oh, fuck it. I'm in, a, I'm in a higher car. I'm not insured. And the bloke's fucking give me the wanker side of the window. I was, I was sort of hands up. said, yeah, 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 yeah. So I go into him. I go, pull over. I'm pointing here. Pull over. We'll sort it out, right? So as we get past it, <laughs> I said, I'm just going to pull over to, the, to sort of the margin. You know the margin? Is the margin turning, Al? Yeah, yeah. I, go, I point to that. I indicate. He indicates. Yeah. Yeah. He goes up. He goes up the off ramp. I fucked off. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> Absolutely. Starsky Proper. Over it. Over it. Yeah. Over yeah. It. Pull up, I got it. I'm with you. And then just back on the motorway and fucked off up the M4. Um, you bastard. Yeah. So there was that one. There was the one I talked about in the in the in the forecourt when I was in the automatic yeah, the first yeah. time again because he said, "Can you drive an automatic?" I said, "Yeah, of course I can." Of course I can. I've never done it before. I can't believe you drove off from that block. Well, oh, fucking, they don't call me a wanker in the. I used, he started it. <laughs> well, all right, then he seconded it. I yeah. started. I was I was driving years ago. I drove. I was hired. I'd hired a car for some reason, and they'd said, "Can you drive an automatic?" And I'd never driven an automatic, but I said, it's "Yeah, lame, it's going to be easier, isn't it?" <laughs> Just, it's just you just put it in, then it's done, isn't it? Yeah. I was driving a lot of comics. I thought it steered itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't call it automatic then. And I was coming off. <laughs> I was coming off on the motorway. In this automatic, I had Celia Pacola and Tom Allen in the car with me. I think it was amazing. Good, good, good bill. Good, good bill. bill. That's I mean, a, that's that a good car's gig. got that. That car's got a good bill in it. It has. And uh, I came off on the slip road, and I automatically, as I had been doing for 15 years, went to put it in third. Yes. But I put it into park, and the car just sort of crunched to a stop. <laughs> will do that. Yeah. Which was absolutely terrifying. 
I got to the. It was a festival, I think, and there were loads of comics on. Yeah. And I was asking all of them. I said, "How many of you drive automatics?" Loads of them did. I said, "Can that happen?" What I just did, and they all said, "No." No. It is that, what you, what you did happen. was impossible, Ellis. No, but you did it on the motorway. Fucking hell! When I was in uh, in Toronto the one time, my mate got me. I tell you that my mate Dave got me a job. My mate Dave Mercy got me a job. No. He, had, he had a car. He was doing like car leasing. Like, so I'm trying to. He said, oh, "There's a fella here." Um, looking for a driver he, he, uh, he came in to lease a truck the other day so uh, I said oh okay you can, you can drive a, you can drive a, they call it a stick you can drive a stick can't you I said yeah yeah just a standard car Easy. I thought it would be like a smallish so fuck me I turned up at this I met a bloke in, in, a, in a parking and like in a shopping mall which should have been a bit of a mm-hmm. red light really yes and he was proper weird this fella proper weird every other word is a swear word and he stunk a bit of booze but anyway you know hundred dollars <laughs> you met him in a car park <laughs> yeah Okay, but it was a quite a big truck. It wasn't. It wasn't articulated, but it was. It was. It was a big truck, right? Yeah. So I get in there, and uh, you've got a, a delivery company, like a removals company. So me That's and he. Him. So we're moving. We're moving stuff, but it, I mean things like drugs, pian- pianos, and so, well, this is the thing. At the end of the day, it was a really hard day's work, right? And uh, at the end of the day, this, this guy, he said, oh, I've got, we've got to take me to Jane and Finch, which is a, a, quite a rough area of Toronto, right? I said, oh, mm-hmm. God. Thinking, what are you going to Jane and Finch for? Sounds like somewhere you'd buy a hamper from. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, it sounds like they make great candles there. Well, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> on, on my anniversary, I'll, 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 I'll lie back in the bath and light a nice Jane and Finch candle. Well, if you did, it'd be, it would smell of crack, right? Because... <laughs> Multi-purpose. We may have stumbled across a marketing idea. That here, is guys. a very relaxing candle. <laughs> They're quite more rich, these candles, aren't they? I've had six today. Six candles. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we're running out of money, and I'm a little bit worried. I can't f- have any more of my lovely Jane and Finch candles. <laughs> where's all the furniture gone, love? I've bought candles with it. <laughs> Fucking chill out. So I put, I put in. It's like, it's like six o'clock at night. We get to Jane and Finch. And he does a drug deal, right? He does a, he's fucking scoring drugs out there. Like, but I'm driving the fucking car, and it's really... I didn't feel at all comfortable, right? So we go back to the, the to the shopping mall where I picked him up from, right? Because he couldn't drive, right? He kept on, he lost his license, right? I said, where do you want me to drop you? He says, oh, I'll stay here. He said, can you make your own way back to... I was living in a place called um, Portuguese Village, right, downtown. I said, yeah. Do you want me to drop you home and I'll drive the van? No, no, I'm, I'm sleeping in the van. <laughs> like a shopping mall, right? Yeah. Parking, parking lot. And I said, I had, to get, I had to get public transport back downtown. I phoned my mate Dave. I said, mate, who's this fucking nutty that, that you, you, I can't believe you, you leased a van to this bloke. He went, well, we didn't lease a van. I said, what do you mean didn't lease a van? We said, well, no, you failed all the credit checks. So we, we, but we sent to somebody else to lease a van. Like, how has he failed? He's, well, he's just out of prison, mate. He's, he's, he's you know, he literally came out like two days ago. I said, fuck, you could have told me. <laughs> I just spent the day with him. And I dropped a chain and Finch so we could score drugs. And now he's sleeping in the fucking van. <laughs> must be the easiest credit check of all time. He was like, I'll see you, I'll see you in the morning. I was like, fucking hell, I'm never coming back here, mate. No. <laughs> Why would you tell me? Dave, Dave Mercy, you prick, you listen to the show. What were you thinking of? <laughs> My, uh, the guy who taught me how to drive in Carmarthen, he would, um, what, he was having an affair. And what he would do is he would, you'd have an hour lesson with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he would say, uh, pull up here, uh, p- pull up on the left hand side. You pull up, up, stop the car, and he'd get out and he'd he'd phone his girlfriend, 
And then he'd be sort of, you know, whispering sweet yeah. things into the phone in a phone keep, box. Keep driving. Do not check your rearview mirror. <laughs> and then he'd, then he'd get back to the guy and he'd say, sorry, yeah, I had to make a phone call. So sorry. I mean, it's, it's a very pre-mobile phone age anecdote, but yeah. His pager just, would go off. <laughs> I, just couldn't, I just couldn't be up. Too much admin in an affair, isn't there? Oh, God, I got so enough, stressful. I've got enough stress in my life, thank you very much. For a kick-off, you need at least two Google calendars. <laughs> Yeah, because so I I have a shared phone. Can't do it, is he? So you need two. Or a phones. phone with two sims, but that's risky if you have a few drinks. But I mean, a second phone is is difficult to justify. You you could pretend you were a drug dealer, and that's why you needed the second phone. Sorry, love. I'm just I'm just a part time drug dealer. Well, do you want to move house or not? I am looking for a second revenue stream. <laughs> I knew a guy who lived in Manchester, and his but he had a season ticket at Darlington, <laughs> and he would say. Yeah, just could have gone to the garden centre at 9am and then he'd come back at 5pm and go, God, <laughs> busy, busy day. Big old queues in being queued Big old queue at Wyvale. Well, the one girl I was, I was living with when I, when I first came back from Canada, um, we, we got to the sort of rowing stage. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that phase. Yeah, yeah, it's usually kicks it out about three weeks normally. Um, and I, oh, I'll keep going for two years, kidding both of us. We lived in her house. And then it was getting to the rowing stage, and mm. she said, "She said, I think you better just move back in with your mum and dad for a couple of weeks. Just give me a bit of space." I said, "I'll probably just move into the flat I bought." To be honest, she said, "What?" <laughs> I said, well, "I bought a flat. I'm, I'm moving in in two weeks anyway." And I, I, unto- I hadn't told her. Like, like, I had a bit of a gutsful. And I, and I, I bought a flat down Cardiff Bay, and uh, yeah, we split up. But then, you know, fair play, moved straight to the flat. Job done. And I, start, and I started seeing the state agent who showed me the flat. That was my claim to fame. You like, um, have you seen the Michael Caine film, Alfie? Oh, yes. mate, it's brilliant. <laughs> I literally, right, I, when I was viewing the flat, and obviously I was in, I was in a rocky, it was a rocky time with it, you know, I wasn't having an affair, but things weren't going well. I was buying a flat for a kick-off. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a good start. <laughs> I get there, the estate agent, I was running a bit late, I was teaching Pete at the time, and she said, like, I've always appreciated people who look after themselves. I said, that's a lovely French manicure. <laughs> she said, oh, thanks very much. And then she said, imagine those on your back. I said, I have been imagine those on my back, yeah. Joking around, bit of flirting, a bit of fun. Bit of flirting? Imagine those on your back? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's beyond the bit of flirting stage. Well, it, well embarrassingly for me, I've realised I've never been flirting. No, exactly the same oh. here. <laughs> Sounds and, good, though. And then she walked up the stairs in front of me, which was yeah. a good move, good move, right? We get in the flat and she's showing me around everything and, and uh, is it just for you? I said, yeah, it'll just be for me, yeah. And then we get to the, <laughs> get to the bedroom and I'm making this up. She says, uh, so this is where all the action's going to happen, is it? I said, well, that's the plan, yeah. She went, wow. She said, well, give me a ring when you move in. I said, I will. By action, do you mean wanking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, Mr. James. This is the masturbation suite. It's lovely. So, uh, <laughs> moved in. <laughs> Moved in, gave it a ring, job done. <laughs> and I've been married to her for 14 years. <laughs> Happy anniversary, though. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> they said it wouldn't last. Uh, we haven't got a huge amount in common. <laughs> want me to say hello to one of your friends' friends? I will do. Uh, quite happily. Cameo.com. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do that. People keep saying you should do that. I can't do that. Of course you should. You can't charge people the time to fuck off. It's a moral. 
You're doing it for free, though. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's not like you've got the principle against the act. Oh, no, I don't mind doing some, it. Some people wouldn't want to say tell people to have There's off. a northern club comic who's, who doesn't do the alternative. Well, I mean, it's not alternative anymore, but the circuit that Bubs and I did. It's more the sort of cruise ship, sort of after-dinner circuit. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, will, he will insult people for money if you pay them. And then if you... If you <laughs> If you if you give them like if you give him like a load down of the person, he'll take all that yeah, on board. A proper like. hatchet job. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Steph, your mates think you're a right fucking cunt. You're a fucking hairy cunt and your big beard like that. You look like a fucking oddball, mate. All the fucking local kids are avoiding you. You fucking weirdo, mate. Hey, fucking hey. <laughs> fucking Oxford boy thinks you're fucking clever, don't you? Hey. You make me fucking sick. Why's your fucking dad fucked off and left your mum, you fucking witch <laughs> of fucking skin? Really what? Mean. Hang on a minute. <laughs> your parents don't love you, mate. I've heard your marriage is fucking failing, eh? <laughs> yeah. You just, oh, you just wanted him to tell your mate to fuck off on his birthday. <laughs> tell me a bit about him. What a great dad, are you, mate? <laughs> Fucking depression, boo fucking who? Hey, your kids are a bit emotionally fucking distance, aren't they, Steph? <laughs> You're fucking scum. Happy birthday. You're getting your fivers worth there, aren't you? <laughs> some bloke some bloke got in touch and said, Would you mind telling my son to fuck off? He's nine. <laughs> For Christmas. So I did, but I was I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I did. It's a public service. <laughs> right, let's wrap things up with uh, this week's book. It's my choice this week. Um, this is one that a colleague of mine bought. It's really good. He just exploded. <laughs> Okay, Mike. Why don't you have... I'm seeing, watching a fucking photo of you. Why don't you have some fucking prize, eh? Can't do it for me. Have a go with me now. You, you know enough about me to be a... What a weird fucking Kelly, eh, soft cock? You can't even fucking pledge your own fucking wife. <laughs> eh, fucking soft cock talks a fucking talk. Can't fucking walk the fucking walk. <laughs> You're a big fucking fat blubbery mess and your wife fucking hates you. <laughs> your son's fucking embarrassed, mate. He's fucking embarrassed. <laughs> hey, Dad, Dad, you're not coaching the team anymore, are you? You're not coaching the team, are you? Yeah, I am, actually. Well, I'm fucking embarrassed, Dad. <laughs> Oh, fucking shame. Oh, take fucking, my money. On that fucking bike trying to lose weight, like that's gonna fucking work. As if. <laughs> on a fucking stationary bike, like some sort of fucking weirdo. Watching Kojak. <laughs> you should be on a fucking register, mate. <laughs> you can pay this for. <laughs> or you can pay me to do an impression of him doing it oh, if you want. Christ, don't <laughs> what an odd, what an odd, Korean 
fucking change that would be. What a sideways <laughs> what move that would be. I started doing impersonations of his angry scouts. Do it. Do you remember when Al was on five? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, nice to know there are there are other income streams available to me. Yeah, it all go wrong. Have options. Radio. I mean, that's a fiver's worth, isn't it? I'd rather, have, I'd, rather that, I'd rather that than fucking Chris Akabusa. <laughs> <sighs> you could have sort of broadly positive from Ainsley Harriet, or you could have Ellis impersonating a very angry scouser. Minimal from Monty Panesar. <laughs> Oh, disinterested from Richard E. Grant. <laughs> or Mike Bubbins, Mike Bubbins, which is free. Dial it in from Les Dennis. <laughs> Sorry, do your book. See your book, Steph. No, it's, do, do your do book. Do your book, God. Steph. Do your book. Come do your on. silly little book. Right, my clip for this round is... Just the first uh, round, Steph. Yeah. I know. Have I done my clip yet? Have <laughs> I done my clip yet? Yes, you have, yeah. Okay. Uh can see you've, you, you, you're keeping tally. I remember now. It was fine. It was about B-Day, so yours was. That's uh, so. <laughs> 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 yeah. This is from the Olympics in 2004. Uh, this is the Great Britain relay team winning gold. <sighs> Going to the last straight. Mark Lewis Francis has it for Britain in the front. Maurice Green coming down on him. Mark Lewis Francis has a chance of glory here. Maurice Green is coming. Mark Lewis Francis gets it, I think. Oh, it was so close. He thinks he's got it. 38-09. What a performance. Well, I said anything could happen, but you know what? I didn't think it would be a gold medal. For Great Britain, it's gone up on the scoreboard. It's confirmed. Another gold medal. What a night. Goodness So I me. like this because, well, for a lot of reasons. This was from mm. 2004, so it was pre-Great Britain winning loads and loads of golds every single Olympics. Yeah. So, you know, we I think Lots Kelly Holmes... kicking in and... Yeah, exactly. So it, it was just starting to kick in. It was just starting to drip feed. They were very, very like... For sprinters... These four guys are a very likable bunch of guys. Yeah. Which isn't always the way with sprinters. Mm -hmm. Um, And they trained incredibly hard as a relay team, which I think is brilliant. So they'd all concentrate on their own individual careers, and sprinters have got a level of ego about them, because you have to, to be a sprinter. To be a really good sprinter, you've got to have the... You talked about the NASL, you talked about goal scorers and Canalia the other day. Um, It's the same thing if you're a sprinter or a boxer... You've got to be confident. Oh yeah, and that often leads to confrontation. <laughs> and being that's a why... meek boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know actually. What are you going to do to him? I know. Well, he's good. Oh, he is good. He In is fairness good. to him, he's a really good boxer. He's, he's intimidatingly good. I'll be, honest, I'll be honest. I'm going to get my face kicked in, aren't I? <laughs> His reach is longer than mine, and he looks so scary. <laughs> oh, mate, I've got to tell you my favorite. I got to tell my favorite story. That's reminding me. Sorry, one of my favorite stories, right? So we're playing uh, rugby against um, Treviso. I was in up in Cardiff Met, which is then Uick. We played against Treviso. I was captain that game actually. Right. It was, it was the first game of the season uh, under floodlights on a, in the midweek. And so they were at the time they were the Italian men's champions. Oh, this is going to be great! We're playing Italian men's champs, you know. So for mum and dad, you got to come to the college tonight. We could play in Treviso, the Italian champions. 
I'm captain. So the mum and dad came up. It's like a seven o'clock kickoff. We're in the change room getting ready and we're putting the boots on and putting the socks on and everything else. And shoulder pads had just come into rugby, the sort of those foam, <laughs> the, the foam shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. A lot, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. A lot of the boys wear now. Yeah. A few of us had, had those, bought those new that season. I put my shoulder pads on and the referee came in and when uh, he said, number six, word please, word please, come out, word please. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, what's the matter? He went, uh, take your pads off, please, take them off. I said, no, no, they're proper, they're rugby pants, ref. They're from, uh, no, no, they're, they're illegal. They haven't been sanctioned by the IIB. Take them off. I said, no, they have been. I said, it's this season you can wear them. They're, no, you've got to take them off. I said, fine, you're the boss. I said, boys, pads off. The ref's not happy with them. Take them off. And then you could see that I was a bit pissed off. I didn't want to have an argument. So he said, uh, number six, come here, please, word, please. Another word, please. I said, what's the matter, ref? He went, uh, I tell you what to do if you kid, right? Uh, it's a friendly game, not a league match. I'll go next door, right? If the Italian boys are wearing shoulder pads, I let you boys keep your shoulder pads on. Is that fair? I said, yeah, fair enough, ref. That's, thank you. All right, thank you for that. Two minutes later, right, he's back in. Number six. Another word, please. I said, yeah, yeah. Come here, please. Yeah. He said, put the pads back on, kid. Tell, tell the other boys you can put their pads back on as well. I said, oh, lovely. I said, the Italian boys are wearing shoulder pads as well, are they? He went, no, they are fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ref. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, <laughs> and they were huge. They what were was the final score? We beat them 45-44, I think. I got, I got knocked out, and I played after I'd been knocked out. We're talking about concussions. I was out for three or four minutes, and then I had the old smell insults. And I came back on and played the rest of the game, but I didn't know where the fuck I was. So, so sprinters <laughs> got egos. To mm. get a group of sprinters to sacrifice a certain amount of training on the basis that they might win a relay gold medal is quite a hard thing to do. But they managed to do it with this group. And with a group... I think there must have been about six of them who trained together. And uh, a guy who I used to know when we were younger from Newport called Christian Malcolm... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. ...was part of this team for the three years prior... Mm-hmm. part of the team throughout the entire training regime and then went to the holding camp got a kidney infection oh. and didn't compete at this Olympics oh and would God. otherwise have an Olympic gold medal so they dropped him I think Jason Gardner came in for him if memory serves me right he used to train at my school gym Jason Gardner while Did I was he? teaching a bath yeah he's a lovely I up, bloke I went up with a girl who'd gone to school with Christian Malcolm. Flash, as he was nicknamed at school. Flash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good football. Yes, yeah, he, I think he was on the books at Newport County, I think, as a, he as was, a young kid. He yeah, played South Wales schools with Bellamy. He must have been bloody quick. Can you imagine? I mean, if you're sprinter quick. He was bloody quick. No, but I mean, like, yeah, was, in, a, in a football like context. In, well, Chase Gardner, I, mean, I was teaching a, a place that's gone now called Culver Hay School in Bath. Yeah. And, and he used to train in our school gym because his, his coach was an XPE teacher, I can't remember his name now. But we had this little, it was one of our gym for a school, we had like Olympic bars and stuff. It wasn't brilliant, but it was okay. But it was a school yeah. gym. I thought, if this is America, I can't believe we've got a, we've got a world-class sprinter whose coach is an XPE teacher who's training in a school weight room. You know, in a little, in a little comprehensive in Bath. It seemed I, weird to me. I know that Michael probably disagree with this, but with Eddie Hall... The world's strongest man, yes. first person 
in history to lift 500 kilograms, to deadlift 500 kilograms. That's not cool. But being able to that run very, cool, very, very being fast. Being the strongest man is, who ever lived. Is Why cool. would that be cool? I would say. They're both equally, not equally cool. I, I hardest man in the world? Fastest man in the world. Yeah, if you can lift the most in the world, that's up there. Yeah, that's up there. I just think they they, they look so bad in clothes, strong men. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Eddie Hall in a suit would look thick. Well, it would look creepy and weird if he was... Creepy and weird. If he was going to a christening or something and trying to look nice. <laughs> trying to look tidy on the way to a christening. He would look... Yeah. Weird. Mate, he's not buying his stuff in Top Man. He's getting his stuff made for him. I though, know, but it's like it's like the last dance. That yes, it is. Yeah. Michael Jordan's the world's coolest athlete. Put him in a suit. He looked so stupid in 1986. Yeah. As did Scotty Pippen, as did yeah. Dennis Rodman. They all look... Because they're too tall. What's funny is that's, that's obviously a documentary that most people listening to this will have watched. Whole series of it. However, was it like... I don't know, 10, ten hours long. Amazing. My main takeaway from that documentary is the suits. I'll be honest yeah, with you. Awful. <laughs> it was the time as well. Though. Basketball, it, great. It is the time. Suits, awful. But there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a height bracket, and if you're shorter or taller than that, it's hard to look good. And I would say the same for like breadth of chest. So Eddie Hall's chest was. It's got to be a sixty-inch chest, doesn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. It's got crazy. But there's there's you must not have like a, a twenty-four inch neck and a sixteen inch chest. How not deep a, are you, sir? But there's not a jumper <laughs> in existence that would look decent on Eddie Hall when he was world's strongest man. I think a nice like a nice Aaron. With a maybe <laughs> with a crew no, neck, but no. quite a widen, no quite way. a widen it. No way. Brilliant. And like an ecru, like an ecru color. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I think he'd fill that nicely. I mean, he looks fine What's in a vest when he's competing. It's like a type of grey, like a creamy grey. Is nice. it okay? Yeah. He looks okay. all right in gym clothes, but imagine him. Very few people don't. Wedding day. Maybe you wore gym clothes. Yeah, yeah, like Daley Thompson. That's what Daley Thompson did. <laughs> I think Jamie Thompson got married in his shell suit. And dinner for the Queen, twice, with a, with a, with a tracksuit on. Good lad. <laughs> that like. tonight. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's funny. I bet <laughs> no one else has done it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Turning up at Buckingham Palace in an umbral shell suit. Kyle <laughs> Nicker uh, played at Euro 88 and didn't realise he had hepatitis. That's bonkers. Yeah. And played really badly, and everyone blamed the fact that he was at Barcelona. He'd forgotten how to score goals, and then he had blood tests and realised he... I got stung by eight wasps once. Yeah, we go in blackberry picking in Barry when I was a kid at the end of Mum and Dad Street. Yeah. And we... Fucking hell. We walked... So me, Jane Nelson, Jaffa, Cliff Nelson, Dave, Dave Efield. Who else was there? Sharon and Alison Williams, probably. Me, Vicky Sadler. I'm not sure if Jenny and Sue James were there. <laughs> Oh, Michael Payne and Vicky Payne had left by that point okay. um, there's a place we uh, we call the green at the end of the street which is just a little bit of a field there and we go blackberry picking <laughs> walk into a wasp nest and we had, a, we had like a saucepan right in the middle of this wasp nest and we all start screaming and running we're only kids and I'm getting stung as I'm running right and I think I think it was Jaffa Jeffrey said if you, if you stay still they won't sting you right <laughs> I'd already heard that. So he stands like a statue. I look at the area. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so I remember getting home and I had all these. Mum was I, I was stung all over. Well, I mean, it's like eight eight stings, but they were like stuck in my hair and stuff, oh. and it was not a very nice way to spend spend a few minutes. But um, 
It's very painful. Well, these are wasp stings. I think bees would have been would have been probably worse. I don't know. These were wasps. They're little bastards wasps. Hornets are scary fuckers. <laughs> I were in the house the other day. Whenever I see a hornet, I think, Jesus Christ, you're a scary. Yeah, this thing was massive. It looked like a toy. And they always look so, <laughs> they always look so annoyed. They're angry as well. Oh yeah. It's the colour, isn't it? Always banging against the window. Thick twat. Yeah. Thick, thick angry boys. <laughs> thick as fuck they are, boys. Uh, yeah. It's a window, you thick fuck. <laughs> it's a part of you your door. Your, you've done it a hundred times now, you thick You oh. bloody yeah. thick twat. Learn from your mistakes, thick oh. <laughs> yeah. Just flicking the fees at It was a window the first it. time on the 55th time, you thick fuck. <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk. Jesus Christ, the other day I was outside. Yes. Who was I speaking to? My mate, um, t- I'll tell you who it was. It was um, Steve Pickup, Ellis and I know from oh, yeah. Mac and uh, Butterstruth and everything else, right? Yeah. Lovely, one of the nicest boys I've ever met in your life. Yeah. I'm on the phone to him, suddenly, and, and uh, Kelly and my, my little girl were in the park, and I was at home with my little boy. Next thing, I was in the front garden, because I got crap phone reception in the house. I went, shit, I'll phone you back. I've never seen anything like it. And I, I ran the house and went, Ben, close all the windows, right? And the sky, there must have been a million either bees or wasps. <laughs> a million? In my street. Oh, a million mate. bees. What? Fuck off, because it was like two <laughs> house widths. It was like two house widths of wasps or bees. Yeah. And about, from about eight feet in the air to probably 30 feet in the air, it was just this mass of black. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like Mike, it. is this a film? Were you in the Old Testament? <laughs> well, it was like a film. You'd be watching it was like the Old Mike. Testament. <laughs> I ran it. in the house. Were you watching a movie? The... Fuck you. I Did you fall asleep right at the telly? <laughs> I phoned Kelly and said, where are you in the park? She said, well, I said, I'm being attacked by a million bees. Are you, where are you? Are you near the million bees? <laughs> are, you near, are you near a building if you need to get inside? I said, there's a wasp, like a swarm. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> Well, you may mock, but I bet someone else saw that the other day. If you live in this part of Cardiff, I can't tell you because I don't want no. dickheads turning up in my house. <laughs> did you see a massive... A million bees. Did bees you see a million what? bees? A million bees. <laughs> Have you seen a million bees flying past my house? It was the width of two houses of bees. It's such a funny number. <laughs> well, That's fucking, it wasn't a million. a hundred and it was less than a billion, I imagine. Oh, a billion would be ridiculous. A billion. Right. A billion. It was a billion, actually, Steph. Go fuck yourself. There's a billion of them. All right, 500 well, million. It's not that million. million. It's only a not, thousand, thousand. Not a, not a British one. <laughs> it's an right. American billion. If there, was a, if there was a beer or wasp every inch, right? Or every every two every two centimetres. Every two centimetres for the size of what? A wall. So what's 100 times 100? Uh, 1,000. 10,000. So in a, in a cubic metre of air. Yes. There's going to be 10,000. The flying 000. is a cube. There's a, there's a million bees are cube shaped. Yeah, they're yeah. like the ball. Mike, like it's ten thousand yeah. right? Your sex stories, I believe, most of them. I believe Fuck most it of them. Out. It's only a hundred cubic meters. That's not much. Yeah, but that's never happened, is it? Hundred cubic. Imagine how long a hundred meters is. Yeah. Yes, but right. Did you go, did you do fucking maths in your in fucking Oxford or Cambridge wherever you went? No. A hundred meters in length. It's not the same as a hundred cubic meters. No. It? But 100 cubic metres is still fucking massive compared what to... 7 by 7, no, 4 by 4 is 16, 5 by 5 is 25, 25. Right, it's only 5 metres by 5 metres by 5 metres. Yes. Of bees. <laughs> of fucking bees. I'm telling the truth. Why the fuck can I make that up? I don't know. Because you're ill. <laughs> 
fucking hell. You're a liar. You're ill. You have an illness. <laughs> it's okay. I'm telling you now, I have never seen anything what like is this. Oh, we're, we're on of course you haven't. Podcast 71 or whatever. Of yeah. course you've elaborated in previous podcasts, but you've finally been caught out. There weren't a million bees. There were 27 bees. Do you know what? Now I've done the maths. You're more convinced it was more. I think a million's conservative. <laughs> it was more like 10 million bees. It was something between 3 and 4 million bees. <laughs> 3.1 million. We'll call it that. By, by my cod math. <laughs> I'll tell you what it was. A fucking lot a of bees. A fucking lot of bees. But, like, black. A fucking hell. I don't know why you're so amazed. I saw a huge swarm of bees. Because you said you saw a million bees. A fucking That's bees. not that many fucking bees. If I said a million cows, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> bees are fucking little, aren't they? If I said a million grains of sand, it'd be a fucking mug full, you prick. It's all about how big the thing is. It was a cup of bees. A cup of bees. It was several cups of bees. <laughs> a yard of bees. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking bee expert over here. And they might have been wasps, I don't know. I, I certainly want to stick around to find out. <sighs> And they were loud. It was fucking loud. Of course it was. There were a million bees. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bees, mate. You can laugh. I, but there was a load I, of bees. I, and they went up my street and they turned right. <laughs> at the lights. It's one way, isn't it? It turned right at the lights. All of them. I mean, they're angry, but they weren't lawbreakers. All of them. <laughs> Cross all of them. That's well, why they call us swarm. It's one way you cunt. Come on. Well, they only go one of two ways. I'm not saying they all went that way. That's what a swarm is. Otherwise, they're just random bees. Oh, I'm going to pee myself. To a recurring um, thing that I think about. Go on. Is that if you love breakdancing and you love turning up and having a little burn with your mates, right? Yes. <laughs> one day you'll go for a burn with your mates. Yes. And it'll be the last time you ever do it. And that, that thought about whether it's riding your bike with your mates or, you know, I think I said before on here, one, you know, one day you didn't go out, you went out with your mates to play in the street mm. and it was the last time you ever did it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you never think of it at the time. So at one point you would have gone to your, have a burn with your mates and do a bit of break dancing. Yeah. And it was the last time you ever did it. That You will never do that again. Wow. That weird little moment in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about that about a lot. Like when was my last rugby game? When was my last, yeah. you know? What do you reckon, 57, 58? What are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> Your last bird and a bit of breakdancing. When was my last glass of Ribena? Mine oh, was mine, two mine hours be, ago. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll be in my 90s. When I <laughs> You're still last. drinking Ribena? Love Ribena. We've all got Ribena in the fridge. Always. Absolutely. Love a bit of Ribena, love a Capra Sun. <laughs> I will, Don't I will drink Capra Sun. regularly have Capra Sun. I'm, so, I'm currently drinking some of my little uh, calorie deficient kick. I'm drinking Diet Dr. Pepper. Tastes like no. fizzy Benelin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I'll have uh, Ribena, but just a splash of Ribena and not a lot of ice, just to give it just a bit take of the colour. taste off the water. Take the off taste the off the water. Take the edge off the, the water. water's just, water's I think boring, just a splash of Ribena tastes worse than water. I, I would agree. I want strong really? squash. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's got to taste like Ribena. Yeah. Otherwise, it tastes like water gone bad. Well, it tastes no. like you've you've refilled someone else's bottle. Yes. You yes. Know what I mean? Like when the kids oh, some Ribena. some you've, bastard. Has already diluted the water in the in, yeah. in the in the squash bowl. They've diluted the squash, oh. not told anybody. 
Why would you do in that? In university, for instance. Yes. And then you've got to make a squash with diluted squash. Oh, thanks. It tastes horrible. Yeah. Although the squash you drink in university tastes horrible anyway, because it's like the 12 beer bottle stuff. <laughs> Just drinking tartrazine. That's going to be in the Olympics, isn't it? The breakdancing. Is it? Next time round. Oh, it's got silly now, the Olympics. I don't know. I quite like it, because I think it's quite athletic. Would you have ballroom dancing in the Olympics? I don't think it's any different from the gymnastics to music or the ice dancing to music or or the horse dancing to music. Well, yeah, I, I'm not even going to go down that route, but I mean... Uh, you can't have dogs I just dancing. think it's always when they, they use, people use sports I don't think should be in the Olympics anyway. Yes. To justify why other sports that shouldn't be in the Olympics are in the Olympics. Yes. Yeah, fair I'm enough. I'm a big believer in the old Sitius Altius Fortius, you know, faster, higher, stronger. Dancing. And everything else. Yeah, everything else is not the Olympics. Okay, it can be. It can be. It, it, it's not saying it's not a sport, no. but for me, or, or it's not competition. Of course, it is. Okay. You've yeah, got to yeah. break down competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is that an Olympic sport? Not for me. No. If you can't time it or measure it, then I, I have a problem with it. I do. Okay. It's like with any judged sport, you know. And I know that I said this. I love gymnastics, as we all know, right? Yeah. I even I even struggle with that as an Olympic sport. Tallest sunflower. I can measure that. Yeah, but you're not a sunflower. If you're a sunflower, you you know okay. fill your boots. Okay, but it's, it's not about being the tallest, is it? Otherwise, like Robert Wadler would have been a gold medalist. <laughs> oh, was it higher, faster, stronger? Sitius, altius, fortius. Yeah, Daft Punk. Oh. So faster, higher, stronger. That though is quite limited. I was going to say mean, that's you. Yeah, you'd that's be fine. Getting rid of quite limited. a lot of Olympic sports. No yes, rugby. Correct. Yeah, all the team ones are gone. Olympic yeah. football is ridiculous. Get rid of yeah. that. No, I like Tennis it. Tennis gone. Tennis gone. Football gone. Rugby gone. Yeah. All races in. So you still have sailing and rowing and all your running events and, and your then you still have all your feet. jumping events. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it was. It was. It was always that, wasn't it? That original. Yeah. I think there's something slightly too subjective about breakdancing. Well, no yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. And I, there's I, a sl- there's too creative an element. There's nothing creative about the long jump. You jump no. a long way. Yeah. I think creative about 100 metres. You, you run 100 metres very quickly. Mm. But there's creativity and subjectivity. When they always talk about bringing ballroom dancing, they say, who can have ballroom dancing in the Olympics? I said, why not? You've already got ice dancing there. That's just ballroom dancing on ice. And I love ice dance. I love the ice dance. I can tell you where it was. The first time I watched Bolero, I can remember like it was yesterday. Where were we? I was in Mum and Dad's front room. Yeah. And I remember thinking, they fucked this because... <laughs> No, I did. No, I did. Because it took. It was only one. Do you remember? It was only one piece of music. Fuck this. I did. They fucked it. Jane and Christopher have fucked this. He'll be back on a fucking beat Monday. You are just now. Because I thought the lax bottle. I thought they'd. It was a bridge too far. I thought that one piece of music and one dance. Could you remember before that? You'd have two or three pieces of music. There'd be changes of tempo. Yeah, oh, be, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the first ones to sort of buck that trend. And I thought, oh, they haven't done enough here. They fucked it. <laughs> they haven't done enough here. Imagine if that's what David Coleman had said. Well, I think they fucked And it. I've got to say, I think they fucked it! <laughs> I think the great British medal hope of Sarajevo 84 have fucked it! <laughs> Uh, Torville gone, Dean gone, look at her face! What a cunt! <laughs> oh, what a cunt! Aldridge is down, <laughs> McMahon is down, Dalgleish just stands there! Uh, Torville is down, Dean is down! <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, they fucked it. And the Americans are exuberant. They know the British have fucked it. <laughs> Incredible scenes here in Sarajevo. And the scores are in. Incredible. They haven't fucked it. <laughs> Uh, Dean has really played him for a cunt there. He really has. <laughs> Jane Torville, Christopher Dean, skating around, flicking the bird to all and sundry. Always part of their grandmaster plan. That look on Torville's face says, like, shit in your fridge. It really does. Well, I did think they'd fucking it. You could see, you could have it. Any any failure in sport or any? Oh yeah. Any Joel Aging, watcher, prick. Fucked it. Edmonton and they fucked it. It's too high. Everest is too high, and they fucked it. Shane Warne from the pavilion end to Mike getting. Oh, he's fucked. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Wacker. Oh, what a voice! Looks what like England voice. have fucked it already. <laughs> And Dennis Law fucked it in the last over, so... Uh, <laughs> 133 for three. Dennis Law. I meant Dennis Law. Dennis Law. <laughs> I mean, what was Dennis Law doing there in the first place? Well, either way, fucked it. Derek Cunnell's forward, forward pass for the Barbars, 1973. Fucked it. Fucked it. <laughs> what a score! <laughs> You'll remember that the last season at Murrayfield, the council farmer John Jeffrey fucked it in the 79th <laughs> minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Wilfred really absolutely fucked it. And uh... Chris Waddle, this to keep England in the hunt at Italian idea. Oh, and he's fucked it! <laughs> Waddle sinks to the floor. He's in tears. Pierce is in tears. Gascoigne is in tears. Bobby Robson trying his best to persuade Waddle that he hasn't fucked it. Leisure and leg side, best of all to please. Second leg, Eric, two, throw first. Game on. Oh, he's fucked. He's It's pretty sad, low. It's a back pass from Steve Hodge. Maradona, Shilton. Oh, Shilton fucked it. Maradona, five foot five, out jumping the six foot one inch. Peter Shilton and Argentina are in the lead here at Mexico 86. Watching the replay back, it seems that Shilton has fucked it. The hand of God. Salvino Francisco. <laughs> trying to get the sneaker on the green here. It's just, Steve Davis has left him in a very precarious position. And, uh, it's a two-cushion shot. It's really lovely. Oh, he's fucked it. It's gone in. Absolutely fucked it. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> I love it when people make an effort with their clothes, especially for something like the football, which it was complete peacockery. You know, I can't believe I'm admitting this, yeah. but Cardiff City fans, in my experience, were always very well turned out. Arsenal fans yeah. were always very well turned out. Liverpool fans were always very well turned out. One aspect I didn't like of that culture, I'm the same as you, I think people make, will make an effort. Like I said before, when I came back from Italy on honeymoon, I thought, I'm never wearing a T-shirt and out again in public, right? I'll, I'll yeah. just wear... Because they always dress really smart over there. Yeah. As long as it's not about the money, right? So a yes. lot of my stuff that people think is a fortune. I, I love going on eBay. I, li- I like going on charity shops and finding a look that I like. If you're a lad growing up, you say about the Cardiff look compared to maybe 
say we compare to Swansea, right? It would be because that probably people in Cardiff, on the whole, probably had better paid jobs and could maybe could afford better stuff. I, I don't know enough about it. I hope there was no looking down at people for not being able to afford a particular jacket or a particular pair of shoes. Or a, I hate that. There's labels and there's people being singled out because they got the wrong labels. Yeah. And when, it, when that's about money, I, I have a problem with that. Because I, yeah, yeah. You know, I think you can, you can make an effort with your appearance and you can look smart and you haven't got to do it on a big budget. Conceptually, I like the idea of making an effort, but then that actually involves the effort and that's where I get... <laughs> The stumbling block for I know, me. that's where you fall down, yeah. Yeah, that's where I, 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 lo- I love it. I like when... the idea of having a shave. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I conceptually... On paper, it's a good idea. The clean-shaven look works. <laughs> yeah, but you always look smart, mate. You, don't, you never look scruffy. But, no, no, this is, but when I do make an effort, I always think, oh, that's, that's why people do this. It is a this. hell of a difference. Like If you bum around the house, especially in lockdown, you know, and you end up getting overweight and you don't have a shave and your hair goes grey and you don't, you know, probably haven't showered for four days... And then when you go out... You haven't showered for four... You, you went a hell of a step there. You put on a bit of weight. And you haven't showered for six yeah, yeah. days. You're covered in shit. <laughs> four <laughs> days, I said. Well, fucking... I'm not showering in four days. That's... that's no, you've got to shower every day. Do you shower every day? Yeah. Oh, I don't shower every day. Twice no, some days. No, no. So every day. I mean... I can't believe I'm Why asking not? this. What about your bum, Mike? My bum's always spotless, mate, because I wipe my ass. Yeah, but come on, there's residuals. There's residuals. There's mate. If I if if I if I've got a interaction, the leakage if I, that <laughs> is involved with day to day activities. If I think there's anything on the cards, obviously I'm having a shower, right? But I would yeah, say yeah, normal. Yeah. And if I'm worked out, I'll have a shower. But normally I would shower. I'd say three or four times. a week. I'm absolutely amazed. I'm at stunned. That. I'm yeah. absolutely. No, but I wash and I brush my teeth and, oh, and, and wash and. Clean my nails every day. You flannel yourself. You clean yourself. your nails, but you don't shower. Well, mate, I don't, I don't, because I don't go fucking pissing myself every day and shit all over my knickers. Then go, oh, I'll have a shower tomorrow. Why are you wearing knickers? How often do you wash your hair, mate? <laughs> every time I have a shower. <laughs> so not every day. No. Bloody hell! I see. I'm yeah. not fucking stick at the dump. Look at the look of derision on your face. <laughs> I think every other day is fine. If I was going out, I'd have a fucking stick mate. I live. Stick at the dump is a hell of a reference to pull out of your ass. Out of your shitty ass. <laughs> what about your armpits? Do you like right? Do you sort right, of call my Right, let me, what, what, can I fucking finish and answer the question? <laughs> Anyone who knows me will tell you I never have bo. I've never had smelly armpits. I haven't got no, particularly hairy armpits. Okay. I've never smelled bad. Right? If I stunk, I'd obviously have a fucking shower, right. wouldn't I? I'd like to think I'd shower before the I stink phase. <laughs> I work at home. I do the school run, right? I don't feel the need to... I put, I put a fucking hat on, walk the kids to school, come home, work in my house, mm. go and pick the kids up, come home. I don't, I've got to ask I don't the every one of those days think, What's my st- armpits don't stink, ever. Okay. My armpits have never smelled. Even when I sweat, my armpits don't smell. Okay. Really? I'm quite a smelly person. Right, next so time I go to the gym... explain why I shower more. Right, so actually, Steph, because Owen asked if you and I want to do some boxing training, so I think that'd be quite a good thing. Yeah. We get a good sweat going. I'll stick yeah. my arm. I'll stick I'm not going to shower with you. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to shower. <laughs> stick your nose in my armpits. I'll smell you after that. You smell me, and then you'll realise why I do shower yeah, regularly. I don't, I'm not a smelly I've never smelled. I, I'm, you know. I'm a very, I'm a sweater. Are you circumcised? I don't sweat much. And I don't, what's that? Are you <laughs> circumcised? Mate, right, you can eat your dinner off my dick. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Two. And three courses as well, might I ask? <laughs> <laughs> Blamange for buddy. My, my dick is always spotless, literally and figuratively. Right. 
<laughs> and when it's not spotless, I get the canister on and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel dirty, you know? Fuck no, you know. No one's saying you're dirty. It's just I, I, I always, sh- I would shower every right. morning. I shower when I've sweated. I shower every other day. I shower yeah. before I go out for a drink. If I go out anywhere, I have a shower. Yeah. But if I'm just having a, like a normal Tuesday around the house, taking the kids to school, I don't feel the need to come home suddenly and shower because I've gone to the toilet. Because I know how toilets work. <laughs> I'm good at it. I don't shower after every toilet. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I've absolutely smashed having a shit. After 49 years, I've nailed it now. I don't shit on the back of my legs or anything. <laughs> I'm amazed that Alice thinks of every because I've gone to the loo. I need to have a shower. <laughs> Christ on a bike. Imagine I'm like out with Alice. Where's he? He's just having a shower. He's having another shower. You went for oh, a shower. Yeah, he's gone for a piss. He's had a shower. I now. very rarely shower twice a day, but really? I do shower in the morning. Yeah, every morning. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's flash you. Lockdown. I experimented with not washing my hair just just to see what would happen. Okay. What and, happened? Uh, the end result was it looked bad. <laughs> And uh, I will right. Have you ever seen me with dandruff or lank hair? No, you have not. No, mine no. goes lank within minutes of not washing it. Basically. Have you ever smelt me and it's been bad? No, you have not. No, that's true. You're a very nice smelling man. Yeah. Have I got lovely skin? As, as, as attested to by several makeup artists and Ellis. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got nice skin. I've never been near your particulars. Is my glands always absolutely, absolutely mint? I mean, I find that difficult to believe now. That's the. I'm imagining that there's some. Um, how can I put it? De- Debris. I'll always wash my dick in the sink anyway. Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. I'm, all, I'm, I'm, always, I'm not a clean person. I yeah. Don't smoke. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't eat smelly foods. If I was stinking of fags, or I had brown fingers, or I had lank hair, or dandruff, or flipping smelly armpits, or a cheesy knob, yeah. Cheesy knob. But, but I've got none of the, I've, I've none of those things. The, che- the, che- the cheesy knob is what I'm so keen to avoid. Have you ever seen a vet taking smegma from under a horse's foreskin? <laughs> no. I mean, no. Right, YouTube that bad boy. <laughs> Look at YouTube there's a, that. There's a I'll rabbit stick hole. Stick out the episode description. <laughs> fuck it. There's a rabbit hole. I wish I'd never gone down. Fucking hell. Honestly, handfuls of the stuff. It's a ridiculous. Oh, oh shit, it out. Honest to God. Oh, never seen anything like it. Look at Alex. He's Googling right Jesus now. Jesus Christ. Christ. Bloody hell. Why? I didn't know it was called. That's a medical smegma. term. Smegma. As well. I'd never heard of smegma. You, know, like sm- you talk about smeg when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. It was, Red it was in Red Dwarf as well. In space, there's no one going to use smeg. Yeah, smegma is... Is, is that a, what that is? The medical name yeah. for... And I did not stuff know that. Under the foreskin, which is why people get circumcised, I suppose. Not it me. is, yeah. I mean, Mike, of course, with his self, cl- with his self-cleaning penis. <laughs> Leave it for long enough; it'll clean itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> naturally cleans itself, does it, mate? Oh, does this it? This is a sports podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a certain reputation. I thought you'd be an obsessive what? showerer. Right, my clothes are always clean. I'm always clean. My teeth are always clean. Yeah. My hands and nails and, and hair is always clean. Yeah. And I shower, like I said, I shower sort of three or four times a week. Because the gyms are closed. If the gyms are open, I'd be showering every day. I just thought you were one of those obsessive showerers that you meet from time to time. One of those people who like, oh, I can't do anything. I can't leave the house without a shower. Can't, you know, I will not do the school run without a shower. I thought you were one of those people. Whereas in reality, you are far more slovenly than I'd given you. <laughs> Slatten is the word. Oh, there we go. 
still Ooh. good dock. Still, that took, that took a hell of a twist there. Yeah. <laughs> Handfuls so that... of horse magma <laughs> from Adidas Samba somehow. I feel like I'm missing out because everyone else seems to be starting their own side hustle or becoming their own boss. And do you know what they're hearing a lot? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run and grow your business. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionising millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling bell-bottom flares or vinyl records, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can successfully grow your business. Covering all your sales channels from a shopfront-ready POS system to its all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify even gets you selling across social media marketplaces like Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Full of the industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control of your business and your brand without learning new skills in design or coding, because who wants to do that? And thanks to award-winning help and with an extensive business course library, Shopify is ready to support your success every step of the way. What I think is lovely about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify will be there to empower you with the confidence and control to take your business to the next level. It's time to get serious about selling and get Shopify today. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a £1 a month trial period at shopify.co.uk slash distant, all in lowercase. So go to shopify.co.uk slash distant to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.co.uk slash distant. The Virgin Atlantic Sale. It's a big deal. Wherever you want to go in the world, whether you want a big bite of the Big Apple or to live at large in LA and Las Vegas. And now, even for going big in Dubai. But the biggest deal of all, you can book right now. The Virgin Atlantic Sale. See the world differently. T's and C's apply. See virginatlantic.com for details. I used to love doing like gymnastics with the kids in school. I suppose you do like competition. I mean, it's not strictly speaking legal, I don't suppose, but we used to do um, competitions. Like, so I used to have like, <laughs> no, nothing that bad. But um, so, for instance, we, have, we had a, a straddle vault competition once in the gym. Right. So a straddle vault is where you set the, the box up long ways. Okay. And you hit your hands on it. Your feet go either side of the box. So you come off a trampette, usually, or a springboard. I think we use it. I think, Love a trampette. I think we use a, 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 a trampette for this one. And then you just move the, the trampette further and further away. It's just all about flight onto the box, flight off the box, and body positions okay. and everything. So I thought they'd be quite impressed with this. And I moved it back about six feet from the box and did, my, did a straddle vault. Perfect. Yeah. Smashed it as well. Nailed, nailed the landed. Of course you did. We had a kid there called Luke Lewis who was in school with us. I taught. And this, he would have been about year eight then, year nine. But I think when he was a kid, he'd broken both his legs. So spent like a year on crutches. And just was a freak. Like he, he, he used to come up from my, my gym club when he was in year six up to the secondary school. And he had like a six pack then, right? So by the time he was in year eight, he was really built, Luke. Like you'd be trying to do the register and you couldn't find him. And he'd be like, he'd be Spider-Man style, pinned to the ceiling with his hands and his, <laughs> Luke, come down, please. So I'm doing this gym demonstration. So I can do it. Can I do that, sir? I said, yeah, go on, mate. You want to have a go at it? But let me, move, let me move a bit closer to you first, though. But he smashed it. So it ends up me and him having a competition, right? And, and a couple of other kids are into it. I don't want to lose to a kid, whatever happens. But in the end, across this bloody trampette was miles away from the, from the box. And my nuts were just about clearing it. Oh, I mean, just. God. 
And uh, a couple of the kids, like three or four of the kids, had wanged their bollocks on it and gone face first into the mat and uh, smashed into the box. And, uh, so at the end of it, the run-up we've got to do... Are we, you We've had to open the gym door and start the run-up in the corridor because <laughs> there's no room in the gym, right? There's Mr. Bubbins running past geography again. <laughs> and I, So the, the last jump that I did... I thought, Christ, I've just got away with that. And I, I, I could feel my undercarriage just brushing the bloody... I said, I said, Luke, don't do that, mate. We'll just call it a draw. I said, I'll do it, sir. I'll do it. And he flew over it, Luke, right? And they said, yeah, go on, sir, you'll go. I thought, oh, and I had, I had to lose face. I, I, I had to say to a, really? a 13-year-old kid, no, you beat me there, mate. I mean, fair play to you. Punish him afterwards? No, he's a nice kid, Luke. <laughs> wow. Put, put him in the rugby team. It was like watching a man against boys. It was hilarious. He didn't know anything about rugby. And she said, yeah. right, tackle him. But it was like... It was but that is, um, I think, Great. Uh, rugby's weakness as a sport at school Sorry. level. Because yeah. we had... Ev- every yeah, every every school right. has those freakish kids in yes. year seven, year eight. Well, they, like they don't men. deserve to excel, do they? No, but I think, <laughs> I, think, I think the non-freaks deserve to play a sport that they can Well, the enjoy. non-freaks learn, need to learn that that's life, mate. It's called survival of the fittest. Learn a lesson. You can't say, oh, because you're bigger and stronger, you won't succeed. Well, actually, mate, that is the absolute antithesis of life. Yeah, but it's, it's less of an advantage in football. So football is a better game for Well, by that children. rationale, get rid of football, because it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't mirror life in any shape, size or form. Well, it does, because football still Because has little weedy blokes can excel, and that doesn't but happen in, real, in the real but world. football still has winners. Of football, yeah. So you... Of football. You winners, winners of not football. Not actual, but... Well, it, so when it all kicks off, you can have fucking Nobby Stars on your team and I'll have John Alomo <laughs> after, the, after the apocalypse and see who gets so on. Gonna, you're always going on about the apocalypse. You love the apocalypse. The apocalypse isn't, it's not going to happen. If it happens... So I'm ready for the apocalypse. I did so much pee when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm rounding up my gang, right? When, I, when, I'm, when I'm Canton Warlord after the apocalypse. On my, Your zombie-killing gang, on my, come on. On my Harley Davidson with my crossbow. <laughs> yeah. I'd be recruiting big freaks, as you call them, because <laughs> they're the work. Because your footballers will be food, mate. That's why. Right. Okay. You'd be happy to cannibal it. Yeah. Could, well, yeah. I, I'm not happy to cannibal it. I wouldn't be happy there being an apocalypse. But if, if I had to cannibal it, I would. It's weird because you, you go on about it quite a lot, mate. <laughs> you, you're really kind of into it, like you would be happy. Just with like it. to think I'm prepared for the worst. <laughs> you can't tell me you haven't thought about what human flesh tastes like. Everyone's thought about it. I read once it tastes a bit like chicken. Well, some, some people say pork, don't they? I don't... Which, unfortunately, I don't like. <laughs> so I'm not going to have it. No, thank you. No, no. I will no, not no. eat human flesh come the apocalypse because I've heard it tastes like chicken, which I don't like. <laughs> oh, my God, my daughter's quite fussy. She will eat human flesh post-apocalypse. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> Can I have a fish finger? No, you, you can't have fish no. fingers. Cause you can have it, that guy's finger. If you're listening to this in China, by the way, right, can you please not eat things that belong in a zoo? All right, and then we'll all be better off. If you usually pay to see it, don't eat it. That, that's your rule. That should be a golden that's rule. That's your cut-off line, yeah? Every new society needs rules. And yeah. when, when Mike is our king in the, in the post-apocalypse warlord, Cardiff, warlord. when Mike's our warlord, rule number one, don't eat anything that should be, yeah, that you would pay to yeah. see. I think, no, I think post-apocalypse you can eat anything, can't you? Giraffe. You're not, you're not going to be so worried about coronavirus if, if there's been a complete breakdown of society, yeah. Realistically, if there's been a complete breakdown in society, I give myself two weeks. So I don't, I don't have to worry about any of That's this stuff. That's optimistic, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Come and join my gang. I'd eat panda. Come and join my gang, but you'll have to, you'll have to dance for me. <laughs> You'd be like salacious crumb to my jab of the hut. 
<laughs> just keep you around on an old neck chain. Or you could be my layer. You could just walk around in a gold bikini. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep you. Al- I'll keep you alive. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I would do it as well. I've got, obviously, I've got kids to look after. But where are you going, you Dad? You've got to do, do not you? Yeah, where are you going, Dad? Oh, well, you know, Uncle Mike. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Warlord Mike. He somehow finds himself running all of southwest what was Britain. Oh, he likes it when Dad wears these clothes, Betty. <laughs> so, the reason, the reason he's got you fish fingers from somewhere, God knows where. Shut up and eat your footballer. <laughs> <laughs> She's tucking into Danny Ings. <laughs> Put the rest of Danny back in the freezer. Close the door. Oh, God. Danny Ings' leg is defrosting. <laughs> Just in the sink when you go out in the morning. Oh, I'd have, I'd have Grealish's calves. <laughs> for Sunday dinner. Lovely. That's oh, what I call it. What's that? Oh, it's a Jordan Ibe oh. sandwich. It's absolutely lovely. Mm. Oh, God. Imagine what thin pickings bloody Peter Crouch would be. Oh. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Good news, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to kill you to eat you. We're going to fatten you up first. In this scenario, you want a Neil Ruddock or a, or a Jan Mulby. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Lovely. Yes, you do. Nev. Sorry, Nev. <gasps> Although, really muscular as well. You want, like, um, who's the fella? Rudy would be good. He'd be a good meal. He's a bit fat, though, wouldn't he? Quite fatty. Yeah, I know. Make nice crackling. I, su- I just want to sustain. <laughs> Make nice crackling, he would. Oh. Yeah. I mean, pre... Pre-hair transplant, even better. Stuart Pierce, Marcuse for the legs. Nice bit of thigh. Oh, what? That'd be lovely. Oh, yeah. Roberto Carlos. Yeah, or Roberto oh, Carlos. Oh, oh that'd feed, feed uh, a family for a week. Hello. On his thighs. That'd be lovely. Honey glazed. <laughs> Honey glazed Roberto. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, you're right. You're right, Dell. <laughs> you're in tears. I, I actually paid to watch this guy play in about 2,000 Wales papers <laughs> in a friend. Yeah, against Costa Rica in the World <laughs> Cup. Do. Why don't you go through, your pan- go through your panini catalogue like it was a food catalogue? Oh, yes, like it was the menu. <laughs> Absolutely marvellous. Oh, Ooh, a little bit of Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew this would come in handy one day. Nice. Oh, wow. What was that? Are you, are you powering down, Mike? <laughs> yeah, that's just my, uh, my blast doors closing. Something's up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a zombie in the area. <laughs> no, it's okay. My phone's buzzing. Leave, leave, leave it buzz. Leave it buzz. Leave it buzz. Yeah, my boy's birthday yesterday, so people have been phoning up and stuff. Yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, you, me, both of you. Oh, go on. I'm. I got in serious shit yesterday. Go on. My what boy's birthday. So yeah. we for a very nice meal at Zizi's down Cardiff Bay. Oh, he, likes, yeah. he likes Italian food. And they, uh, for a chain, they're very, very nice. God, childhood's changed, isn't it? If I ask him if he wants an Indian takeaway, like on a Friday, yeah. he says, which one? He wants <laughs> to know which good. That's good. Which one? That's Has good. he tried Shit Japanese food? Me. Has he tried sushi? He's, tr- he's tried everything. He's got like a top 10 favourite takeaways. And he gets fussy about which one, the, which Indian we use for like a takeaway. So it is easy, so that's his favourite one. But not the one in town, because he doesn't like that as much as the one down the bay, right? <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Great work. So I thought Great. it with Dad, you know. So Kelly's mum's uh, in, oh uh, what do you call it, isolation at the moment. Yeah, yeah. High risk, whatever they call it. So my dad came. So me, Ke- my Kelly, the kids, and my dad. Yeah. So my dad's getting ready to go. We're in the house. So I'll go in. Oh, everything's oh, going God. well. I've got dressed. Oh, he said, he said, let me ask you what's something. Up? Let me ask you something. I said, what's up, Dad? He went, what's all this stuff about toilet rolls? <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> so about, <laughs> something, about, <laughs> something about toilet roll tubes or something? I just started laughing. I said, oh, I can't tell you. 
<laughs> can't tell you. He said, you better tell me. I said, why is that? He said, because the couple of boys at the golf club. <laughs> keep bringing me toilet rolls. Keep, keep mentioning toilet roll tubes from me all the time. I don't know what they're talking about. They're all laughing. It's like a big in joke. I said, oh, God. I said, I'm not telling you, Dad. He said, come on, tell me. I said, I can't, Dad. He said, well, they do it all the time. He said, and they, and they love the podcast. Well, obviously, some of the you, Stefan and Alice, have said. I said, oh, God. I said, all right, if I tell you, mate, it was done, in, it was done with affection. He said, yeah, what? With love. I, 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 I said, I, said well, I can't remember the exact ins and outs of it, Dad, but we were talking about childhood. And I mentioned what being embarrassed as a teenager. I mentioned what being in the, in the, in the, in the showers at Barry Rugby Club. Yeah. And that you were our coach and our referee often, and that you would shower with us. He went, yeah. yeah, what's wrong with that? I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I said, well, that was the point. There's nothing wrong with it. And, you know. Yeah. He said, so what's the total thing about then? <laughs> like, I, well, um, I said, well, I, I, I might have mentioned that I was quite self-conscious being that age, 13, 14 years of age, you go through puberty and whatever. And, you know, it doesn't help that your, your dad's in there and he's got a dick that looks like a toilet roll tube, right? <laughs> yeah. I said, but if anything, it's a compliment, Dad. I didn't yeah. say you've got a pencil dick. I said, he's a, no. you know, it's a, he's, it's a big, thick dick. You know, he's, but he was quite chuffed, actually. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's all right. Well, good. In the end. Whew. He said, well, you didn't make, didn't make me sound weird, did you? I said, no, it didn't no. make you sound weird. I made you sound well and don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you sound like you have a massive knob. He's, he, but he's very keen to point out that, that he wasn't some sort of bloke who enjoyed showering with oh, children. Oh, But at the 80s, no, 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 was no, I don't think that was... Yeah, it yeah. was just a rugby club situation, and, he, and, he, and he's got a big knob. It's all part of our... Uh, Continued theory that Welsh dads in the 80s all had big dicks. I feel like I'm missing out because everyone else seems to be starting their own side hustle or becoming their own boss. And do you know what they're hearing a lot? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run and grow your business. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionising millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling bell-bottom flares or vinyl records... Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can successfully grow your business. Covering all your sales channels from a shopfront-ready POS system to its all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify even gets you selling across social media marketplaces like Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Full of the industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control of your business and your brand without learning new skills in design or coding, because who wants to do that? And thanks to award-winning help and with an extensive business course library, Shopify is ready to support your success every step of the way. What I think's lovely about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify will be there to empower you with the confidence and control to take your business to the next level. It's time to get serious about selling and get Shopify today. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a £1 a month trial period at shopify.co.uk slash distant, all in lowercase. So go to shopify.co.uk slash distant to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.co.uk slash distant. With Peloton offering up to £400 off selected bike plus and tread packages, you might go all in with their classes and become a marathon training, shadow boxing, weightlifting, yoga loving force of nature. Or you may just want to be able to touch your toes. From big sweaty goals to bendy toe touching goals and everything in between, start strong with up to £400 off selected Peloton packages. Offering 31st of January 2024. Internet connection and Peloton all access membership at £39 per month required. Terms apply. See onepeloton.co.uk. If you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in booking me for a corporate event, don't bother. I'll ruin your night. Um, 
And there's a sinking feeling that, that Mike will be familiar with where you turn up right. at a show <laughs> and you just realise that everything is against you and nothing is in your favour. And as Mike said, you know, yeah. Aretha, Aretha Franklin couldn't have done that. It would have made a difference, yeah. But if you're there for the I, World I, Bowls final, you're there yeah. to watch bowls. You're, you're not there to have Barry from EastEnders. Well, no, but if you're there for a trade dinner for the building construction industry in North Wales, you're not there to see me doing some jokes about my dick either. But, I mean, that's what you're going to get. So. <laughs> I, I got, Al, I've got to tell you this, right? I've got two very brief uh, Barry-esque experiences of doing corporates. I'm not, I haven't got a Radio 5 show like you, right? I still have to do the corporates. I am available for corporates. Um, right? I, I did one in... in uh, it was, it was the, the aforementioned builders in North Wales. I won't tell you the exact organisation. But I sat on a table, um, and the bloke who organised it, you know, was, for want of a better word, a dick. Right? So, <laughs> uh, my agents listen to this. Uh, I apologise. I spoke to a. There was a, a, an architect sat on the, the table with us, and you got to, you know this, Al. You have got to sit down and have a meal with the people. Oh, as well, yeah, you know, it was yeah. Bloody awful. Just waiting to go on. And all I said, to, he said, "What do you want me to say?" I said, "Don't say anything, mate. Just, just introduce me, and I'll get on." And I, I'd asked for a. One thing said, "What do you want?" I said. I'm not a diva, just a microphone that works. <laughs> right? But it was like, it was like, well, it's one of those fixed lectern mics, right? <laughs> so I was like fucking Billy Graham at the front of the Right? So I do half an hour to some pissed builders. It's just one of the worst gigs possibly imaginable, right? And uh, I came off, and the, the bloke who booked me said, uh, Hey, that didn't go too well, that, did it? I said, no, it's fucking awful, thanks. He went, just do dirty jokes. I said, yeah, I don't do dirty jokes. <laughs> just do dirty jokes. We're builders, mate, do dirty jokes. I said, I don't, that's not the sort of comic I am. But do, just do dirty jokes. I said, I said, not only do I not do dirty jokes, I said, but you sent me an email last week saying don't do any dirty jokes. <laughs> I, I was sat on the table with the, the president of the company I was I was doing the corporate for. This is years ago mm. now. And his wife, and then the ex-president, the retired president, who they used to invite back for this Christmas too, and his wife, and she leant over and she said, I, I haven't seen you before. What what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm, um, I'm the turn. And she said... Uh, good good, good what, use of the word. What, what, what are you, sing, singer or magician? I said, um, comedian, believe it or not. And she said... Can I just say? Can I just say that I hate uh, comedy of every kind? <laughs> I wow. said right. And then she went, "Oh no, hang on, hang on, hang on. There is a kind of comedy I like. There is a humour I like. Hang on." The racist stuff. Yeah, she went over to her husband. Malcolm, Malcolm, what is the humour I like? And his face fell. He obviously had to say this. At every social engagement for the last 30 years, he went, Margaret, the kind of humour you like is... On Dennis Norden's, it'll be all right on the night. <laughs> there is a... <laughs> Strong start. There is a clip oh, where dear. a TV presenter is being pecked at by geese and turkeys. Um, and Very yet, specific. And yet she her heroically continues to broadcast despite being in some... <laughs> quite considerable discomfort. And then she went, yes, that's the humour I like. <laughs> that's the sort of humour I like. That's my genre. Oh, and I God. said, I'll, I'll see what I can do. 
you you were like this one, right? Uh, at least with corporates, they're usually fairly well paid because they're so tortured, yeah. right? I did one for free once, early days of comedy. I've been going about less than a year. Make the mind got married in Exeter. Asked me to come down to do some comedy at his wedding, right? I said, mate, oh, his name's Tom. He lives impossible. in Texas now, right? I said, Tom, that's not gonna that's not gonna work, mate. Oh, please come down. Come on. Awful. Yeah. Okay, so I I haven't seen him for ten years. We go to Exeter for the wedding. What he didn't tell me was what he said Exeter, he meant Exeter Cathedral. Because Whoa. because his old man was best friends with the Bishop of Exeter, right? Oh. So I've got so we that's have the, a big the room. Deuce. Oh it is. <laughs> so <laughs> We had the service. Now, Tom's, Tom's not a particularly gregarious bloke, so I reckon the average age of the, of the guests there was probably in, in the 70s. They're all, all friends of his parents more than anything else, right? Oh, dear, dear, dear. So we go back to this little hotel just across the, uh, from the Cathedral Green there in Exeter. By the time they get to the best man's speech, everyone's catching flies, right? Everyone's falling asleep, they've got their mouths open. It's just, it, it is dire. Don't, don't mind me saying, right? He gets, he gets on the uh, top table and says... Uh, Mike, come on, do, do a bit now. I said, oh, Tom, no, let's just go to the bar, mate. Let's go to the bar. He said, no, no, cut, please, please, please. Shit, so, he, so I get up now, right? Now, I don't know anybody in the room. I only know Tom. Ke- Kelly, my wife, is with me, doesn't, know, doesn't even know Tom, right? So I stand up to do this stand-up set, right, for, for 80 pensioners that I don't know, right, oh, for free. Oh. Sat, sat right in front of me, and I mean literally eight feet away, is the Bishop of Exeter, right, in a fucking <laughs> castle... In a cassock with a crucifix on, right? And then the bride's mum and dad are sat to my right. Now, now, the bride's dad is blind and almost totally deaf, right? So the only way that he can know what's going on is she shouts my lines into his ear, right? (laughs) Now, I've got no plan B. I only just started doing comedy. That's no plan B, right? So the bit that stuck in my mind is when... I'm looking right at the Bishop of Exeter, so I've got to do this line, so I, I don't know, I haven't got, like I said, there's no, there's no other option. So I, I, do, I commit to the line. The wife turns around to the, to the, to the husband and goes, and then he fingered her. <laughs> right? And the Bishop of Exeter gave me the most withering look imaginable. And it was, it was oh next level, it really was. <laughs> hey. oh, good so tip news. of the hat to Sean Williamson, anyway. Yeah, good <laughs> I mean, news, Mike. It hasn't been a life wasted, but you are going to hell. There, I have seen mm. in, a, in a in it must be some sort of promotional event for the London twenty twelve Olympics. Mm. Um, Tony Hadley singing "Gold" in a me- in a meeting room, mm. like in a in a meeting oh, room in a, in a fairly you, you know standard. Um, Average run of the mill um, office room. Yeah, and there's a, there's about twenty people there, and he's got a cordless mic, and he's coming out of a tiny little speaker. And Tony Hadley, you know, let's not forget, an enormously successful singer, and he clearly has yeah. been roped into this because he thinks Seb Coe is going to be there, and there's about fifteen people there, <laughs> all with lanyards on. Go! <laughs> Always believe it. That's <laughs> awful. Do you know what I can never understand? And it's the same when Barry from EastEnders is singing at the World Bowls final, right? Yes. That would have cost quite a lot of money, I'd imagine, for him to do that. Right? Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be several thousand pounds. Yeah. Okay? If I do a corporate, that's going to cost quite a bit of money. If I'm sure if Tony Hadley's doing it, it costs a lot of money, right? Wouldn't it be better off not spending that money and just put it onto the prize fund or give everyone a free pint yeah, or just yeah. do something much more constructive with it? If I'm doing that gig in North, North Wales for builders, just give them all a free pint. It would have been, been better more- if they'd put on a Roy Chubby Brown video. I think they'd have bit your hand off for that. They'd have yeah, left yeah. 
But that's why I think Barry deserves all the plaudits for that because, like I said, right at the top, he's going for it there. He's not. He's not taking the money and running. He's yes, not absolutely. Try, he's not dropping an octave. He's not taking the easy route. He's blasting those the big notes out and probably going for it. Oh, I'd have undersold that song if that had been me. <laughs> oh, I'd have done. I'd have done it in gear. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's he's generally sweating by the end of it. Yeah. You know, it's like Wilson Pickett by the end of that. Song. <laughs> Well, Lee Evans, because I remember um, Brett Johns, the MMA fighter. Yeah. You know, he was having to fit in all of his runs and stuff in that hour of exercise a day. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love Brett. I've met him a few times. He's a lovely bloke. Is yes. Yeah. yeah, he's such a nice man. Brett is, he's one of the, he used to have season tickets just in front of me and my mates for Wales games. And every, oh, did he? Yeah, and every yeah, time I've you would, seen him at the Swans a few times. Every time you would come in, looking immaculate, pair of yeah. shorts, socks, you know, halfway up his calves, Adidas shoes on, bucket hat on, and yeah, he lives it. You don't feel any tougher in life than when a UFC fighter goes, "All right, Steph, and sits down." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm with Brett. <laughs> I was. I went to watch the Swans uh, at Millwall a couple of seasons ago. I think that was the first time I met him. And he introduced himself to me. Um, and all the Millwall fans were calling us wankers and all that kind of stuff and doing the uh, slit in throat gesture. I thought, I think I'm all right. I'm that safe. Fred Charles. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm okay. Try it. Go on. Go on then, try it. My mate will get you in a chokehold in three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want must to be, submit? must be nice to be like bulletproof hard, you know what I mean? Like proper... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I used to like a strap in a game of rugby, but I mean, I'm talking about proper hard. Well, it's the fight club thing, isn't it, of walking into a room and assessing who you could have and who you couldn't have in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I do that now still. Yeah, same here. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? It's pathetic. It's great. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> I go to gigs, I go, yeah, you three. I'll take, you. I'll take the three of you in one go. Come at me. Do, Come do at you me. say this out loud? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do I do that at soft play as well. So, <laughs> that that look, kid there. Look, look at the other dads. <laughs> he looks tired, I can have him. Yeah. Knock, knocking out a dad at soft play. <laughs> He's brilliant. <laughs> He's drinking a cortado, the fanny. I'll have him. Wallop. <laughs> Natural, isn't it? What attacking tell you what. got the coffee choices? <laughs> Some bloke they say, Oh yeah, I'll I'll change him. Yeah, I'll be back in five minutes. Follow him to the disabled toilet. <laughs> Fucking come on in. Just smash his face into the sink. <laughs> Fucking come on in. Alice is not welcome back at Coconuts. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they're at the soft play uh, centres in West Wales, especially internationally. They, they, play, um, they play hard house, sort of get to go in. It's <laughs> going to nightclub. Like he's not in Swansea. There'd be some bloke with his dick out dancing around the place as well. <laughs> Yeah, I was at Fox Tots the other day. So Fox Tots? <laughs> Kick someone's head in at yeah. Fox Tots. I was a bounce. couple of blokes got a bit of fucking <laughs> chopsy and bounce. <laughs> chopsy. <laughs> you did what at Fox Tots? <laughs> he was looking at me. Have yeah. you ever taken out a kid in one of those places by accident or on purpose following your kids around I tell you what, I've done this worse than that have I mentioned on this <laughs> show oh god oh god oh my god I was talking about colliding with a small child and you've done something worse 
I was at that park near. It's like, it's like no, it's like it's past Merthyr. Okay. There's a really good park there. Right? Okay. But at the moment, because of when before the last set of lockdowns, it was sort of they could only have a certain amount of kids there any one time. So we put, you put your name down, you get there. We went, did the walk, and come back in 45 minutes. It was our turn to go in the park. It was all good. And there's one of those big sort of tree houses there. One of those uh, spiral, you know, the enclosed like tube slides. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's one of those there. Yeah. So Ellie, my little girl's in there and Ben's doing his thing and she's at the top of that slide. Now I can't see, right? All I can see is she I saw her walk up into this tree house. Oh and then, god, I know what you're gonna do. And then she's going I said, Ollie, you up there? Yes, Dad. I said, Okay, well come down when you're ready, babe. I'm scared. I said, Yeah, don't don't be scared. I'm I'm down the bottom, just come down when you just tell me you can come down. Well, I get stuck. You won't get stuck. You won't get stuck. I'm, I'm down the bottom, babe. I'm down the bottom. Okay. Uh, this would be a nice photograph, right? So oh, I Christ. straddled. I straddled the slide bit at the end of it. You know, it goes into an ordinary slide at the end. Yeah. yeah. I straddled that, and I've got my. And I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> when you're ready, I, I'm going to. I say, yeah, that's fine. So I'm standing over the over the the entrance, <laughs> the bottom entrance, right, right, in my fucking in my shorts. <laughs> I feel nervous. <laughs> And as I see this pair of, so I, I don't, I don't want to get a blurry shot. So as soon as I see the feet, I'll just take, I'll take the yeah. photograph. So this pair of feet shoot down, and I take the photograph. <laughs> and this girl that isn't my daughter right, <laughs> stops with her face about eight inches from my bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just, <laughs> and I have to go. Then I have to go. I go. Um, Ollie, like that, right? You're love. She, she fucking walked off. She couldn't face the slide, so she walked out the back of this treehouse. So there's no daughter up there. I'm just oh a bloke in shorts taking photos of slides. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> if they'd decided to do, yeah, a late night adult version of Mr. Bean, <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of thing he'd do. It was hilarious, mate, honestly. Oh, my God. Oh. Hilarious. Oh, yes, Kelly. Oh, thanks, babe. My second coffee. This is an lovely. Option, an options for change. Yeah. Oh, lovely. She'd be watching the great... So what, babe? Options. Options, hot chocolate. Beautiful. Well, thank you. <laughs> See, Mike, Mike looks annoyed. Have you put... Thank you. He's getting very short shrift. Shut the door, baby. I'll slag you out. <laughs> did, I, did I mention my spray tan before my wedding? I don't think so. Oh, it's hilarious. I, I went at the Copthorne Hotel. Yeah. For a proper... I had a manicure and a pedicure and a spray tan. But, but it was like bath all over again because the girl there... I mean, she's a beautician. Very, very attractive, right? So they put this sort of pop-up tent up that you're going to go and get your spray tan in. And I only ever used like sunbeds and self tanning cream. I'd never used the spray tan before. So, so they give you these pair of like very thin uh, paper underpants to wear, right? So I put the, the paper pants on. Yeah. Because they're going to get covered in Santrope and, and ruin your underwear. So, so I didn't yeah. know this. So they give you the paper ones to wear. Makes sense. I walk in the little pop up booth there. She's very, very attractive. A beautician, right? Yeah. I'm talking about the wedding. And, and I'm. And she actually starts spraying me. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's spraying the inside of my thighs now, but it's like it's like it's like a cool mist. So you've suddenly got some like twenty-year-old attractive woman 
bent over, spraying your urinary thighs with like a cool jet of something nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. A cool jet of something something nice. I don't don't know what I can't. Yeah. I could feel a a bit of wind in him. I thought, here we go. In a minute, this is if I if I hear a rip. I'm going to say, can you put two coats on there, please? And I'll, I'll, try, I'll have to make light of it. Yes. I'll have to turn into a joke. Yeah. I, uh, I'm very impressed the idea of you of it tearing through paper. It's like something you'd see. Crossing the finishing a, line. On a late, late night version of Blue Pizza. How lame's your boner? You, you already said your pop shot's like wiping your baby's nose. It's not going to fight through some paper pads. You, you don't think your dick could fight through, through some tissue paper, do you? Oh, Christ. I can just see Al with his fucking six out of ten boner just dribbling out the end of it. Just trying to jam it, like trying to get a fucking marshmallow in a coin slot. A marshmallow in a coin slot. I've never heard that before. I mean, in fairness, the idea of your penis just tearing through paper... Tissue paper. It's not fucking Jeff Cape. It's not the yellow pages. It's, it's just a, a piece in, of tissue paper. It's a bit incredible, Hulk, Mike. Here's my party piece. You wouldn't believe his bone. It went straight through a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> wow. I think I could probably move paper. <laughs> a bit. You know, I don't want to write checks I can't cash. I, I could definitely move a paper a bit. It'd make a noise. But tear, tearing through it. Crumple. How sharp, how sharp is it, Mike? <laughs> They're quite, because i got big thighs, they yeah, were yeah. quite tight-fitting paper underpants. They were right, didn't... okay. And obviously your penis is immensely tapered at the end. <laughs> <laughs> A decent surge would have, would have ripped A the paper. Decent... But also, you're suggesting that you would go from flaccid to completely erect, so, sort of instantaneously. Right, how does your dick work, mate? <laughs> I'm intrigued that it takes days to get semi-flaccid <laughs> and then it leaks at some point. What oh, fucking sound yourself, Al. Uh, Ellis is off the uh, market, ladies. Ellis is I off the market. Do, I just, I, <laughs> Lie down there, love. I'll be with you in a minute. Be with you on you Thursday. Watch, you, you, you watch the Emmerdale Omnibus and by the time it finishes, I'll be 60% erect. Well, that's, that's a 2-1. <laughs> no, I, you know, I just want to... I don't oversell myself, do I? Um, but you're well, very, you haven't done very, that, to be fair. <laughs> you're very content to oversell yourself. I don't know, maybe may, maybe I could tear paper with my erect penis. I don't know. I've If you put a... Right. I've so not next given time, it any thought. Well, next time, you, you, for whatever reason, you want you want to achieve erection, right? Yes. Yeah. Get comfortable. It'll take you a while, right? But get comfortable. Just put a two sheets of toilet paper over you and hold it tight on top of your old boy. Yeah. Yeah. And just see if it works. Marvel in the fact that you can smash through the, the toilet paper barrier with your. Well, you, Steph, do you reckon you could smash through paper with it? I don't have the reservations you do. Not the Financial Times. <laughs> <laughs> Not the pink one. Um, yeah, I don't see. I don't, I just don't see thin paper. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not impressive. No, it oh, feels like it would be tracing. I'm not like John Binden. Am I? I'm not hanging like six pint glasses off my dick okay. in a pub. It's not baking paper. It's not 110 GSM printer paper. <laughs> yeah, no. it's not. It's not the kind of thing you'd uh, have the contract for a house written on. No, it's not a bubble wrap. It's not a bubble wrap envelope from Amazon. <laughs> 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 No, it's not working. Oh, it's an awful lot of packaging. It's so small. <laughs> Point being, I never went to a spray tail again. Right, okay. Did you rip through the paper? No. 
Well, strong self <laughs> No, I managed to control. I got tremendous self control. I thought of Kathy Staff. Have you? And that did the trick. Oh, I've never been. Oh, you've got, you're amazed again now that I don't <laughs> get bonus all so the time. so easily pleased. Jesus Christ. Where is Izzy? She's going to spend her life with gigolos. My oh. pop shot reaches the floor. Does it? The floor. <laughs> and, it, and my boner can break through paper. Tissue paper. Really? Tissue paper. You did. Bloody dead. hell. Do you go from flash to direct straight away? Yeah. Huh. Not days. No, I mean, fairly fairly immediately, yeah, <laughs> when we get aroused, said, yeah. I never said days. Immediately, yeah. If you're aroused, yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go in there. No, it's fine. The, 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 there'll be different, th- different strokes for different folks. On. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you like, if you like get a bone over Arnold, that's up to you. Exactly, it's yeah. your choice. What <laughs> are oh, yeah. talking about, Willis? Yeah. Not now, Arnold. <laughs> um, it's a broad spectrum, isn't it? But it, it, it's supposed to come up fairly quickly, isn't it? That's the whole yeah, point. Yeah. It's like one—it's like one of those Chinese skyscrapers. I mean, it's very, very quick. Yeah. I mean, an I meant an awful lot of deaths. Yeah. Nine, Structurally nine unsound. Days, nine days and forty-five people die doing it. So I've just never—I've just never worn paper pants. This is so. Well, I, not I, have I, but I mean, well, you are. We're not selling paper pants. Well, for a spray tan, yeah. I've never had a—I've never had a spray tan, so I don't know. No. Well, if you're going to go to a spray tan. Wear an old pair of pants. Okay. So it doesn't doesn't matter if they get spray tan. Tell, yeah, fine. tell the young lady it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about I it. I ripped the last pair. I'm going cloth yeah, yeah. today. I've never been. A, I've never worn a jock strap, which I th- find weird. No, and it's pointless. Well. That's it doesn't cover your bum. A pair of briefs with the arse cut out of it. Yes. <laughs> They'd look great in Mardi Gras or shit everywhere else. <laughs> They look like they should involve some kind of sex. I do you know what I can imagine. Prior to Wales playing Scotland at Murrayfield in 1976, I imagine Gareth Edwards looked great in a jockstrap. Mm. But that—that's where it ends. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you, you thought it through though. Fair play. I have thought it through. I'm, I mean, I probably think about it twice. It's quite a, year. a picture you've drawn there. I remember when I went to Toronto Mardi Gras in '92. I think when I first lived in Toronto. Yeah. Got to go down and have a look. Yeah. And there were two lads on the back of this uh, float. Very good-looking chaps, both of the moustaches on. Yeah. Um, and they were wearing the proper leather gear. As the float went past, they were just wearing leather chaps that, that you wear over your jeans. Ah, uh, okay. But without the jeans. Yes. So they were just arsed out. I mean, that was a good look. Could we get yeah. distant pod leather chaps made? Is that what you think? <laughs> Is that where you're going with this? Purple. Oh, fucking purple with yellow, yeah. yellow fringe. <laughs> yeah. I'd wear those out, mate. If you make those, I'm just if thinking. You, if you make them, they will come. I'd, they will I honestly, come. they will come. If if you, everyone will come. If you would be interested in yeah. a pair of distant pod, yeah, yeah, purple leather, Put leather chaps. chaps, yeah, with yellow fringing. Please tweet us. Yeah, get in touch at distant pod. Yeah, I'd right. love you, to know what the demand is. So would I. I'll make them. I've got no issue with making them. <laughs> I'll wear I'll them. I'll stitch it myself. Wrong, <laughs> and I'll spend the money we make for them. <laughs> there we go. Everyone's happy. This how the system works. Distant pot leather chaps. Oh, that'd be beautiful, man. The ca- Well, this goes back to our cowboy debate before. It's just a good look. It is, and well, it's not, but yeah. Yeah, I'd rather... I would rather wear purple leather chaps than a cowboy hat. In what scenario? I don't know. Funeral? What? Yes. Just a bl- Most of you, at the I think I'd... I'd bar mitzvah. Creme, yes, wear, church, no. I think I'd wear a cowboy at a funeral if I, if I had to wear one of the two. Out of the two. 
Fence, I think leather chubs of food yeah. would look I like mean, it, some sort of weird agenda. Imagine, especially if it was your friend who was, you had a gay friend who died. Yeah. So yeah. you decided to wear chaps. Yeah. Yeah. No jeans, no underpants, just a pair of chaps yeah. to, the, to the cremation. It's typical, trying to draw attention on himself what, again. I think, isn't it's he? What, I think it's what David wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but they'd be your own branded chaps. I tell you what, mate, I wouldn't buy a Why fucking drink. Why are you wearing your own branded leather chaps to uh, Dave's funeral? <laughs> Castrol GTX on them. I don't think I'd buy a drink if I was homosexual. <laughs> Honestly, don't. Why? I, just, I, I, think, I think I'd be eye candy. I think, well, I, think I'm, I think I'd be a big hit in the, in the homosexual world, I do. Do yeah, moustache. I've got the blue eyes. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a hairy bloke, big, muscular, but with a little bit of a belly on me. Yeah. Love the Western look, look you know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd be much of a hit, actually. Perfect Storm, really. Perfect Storm. <laughs> That'd be my stripper name. <laughs> Perfect Storm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The worst male strip troop of all time. Us three turn up. Oh, yeah. Speak for yourself, mate. Completely out of time. Yeah. To be a troop, you need a level of choreography that I don't think we could carry off. Yeah. I tell you, if we did it, it'd be like, uh, what's the, the Full Monty? When you watch, like, the Dream Boys, I mean, I mean, they're good-looking lads, but women are stupid. Yeah. You know? Plus, the Dream Boys, are you, a lot of those lads are homosexuals. Though. They don't, they're just doing it for, you know, yeah. for the... It's the job, isn't it? Yeah. Also, with with with, well, with us, we're all fiercely heterosexual. All right, fair enough. I am wearing purple chaps and spray tan at the time. <laughs> so, maybe tone down the fiercely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unmistakably heterosexual. I think we can all agree. <laughs> my cowboy hat to my silver and your paper pants. <laughs> yeah, You're and all points in between. Oh, that's how we'd end the show. We'd all burst out of our paper pants. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't. Just Elle stood there still. <laughs> yeah. We're we not leaving until Alice's <laughs> dick breaks through his pants. We would, but we'd, there'd have to be a 3pm kick-off for yeah. the stripping, and then by about 9pm. You stop me with the door, please, gentlemen. <laughs> Alice, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Drink up, now. Drink up. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. You haven't got to go home, folks, but you can't stay here. <laughs> That could be your nickname. Disappointing Dick, you'd be known as. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Perfect Storm. Disappointing Dick. And Steph. And Steph, yeah. And the other one. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, we, we'd have bookings coming up our arsehole. <laughs> oh, God, a lot of pressure. Uh, that final big finish yeah we'd all have to get simultaneous erections and burst out of our pants we fucking nightmare to practice that <laughs> I'm not oh, Thursday Churchill I'm going to rehearsals tonight <laughs> I can't, I can't do it again in some church hall on a Thursday what's going to practice yeah. What do we have to practice? I'm sore, you see. I... Well, Kelly's going to be late on Thursday, boys. So I've got to put the kids to bed. So, uh... Oh, God. I could be there by nine o'clock. <laughs> I'll get it up by ten past. <laughs> we'll just do the last three minutes. We'll take the first hour of Red Lads. Um... <laughs> dancey, dancey, strippy, strippy. We've been around the second time. Got a point, <laughs> got a point pop for the pound coins. And three, two, one. <laughs> Achieve erection. Ellis. <laughs> Alice. <laughs>
I am trying my fucking best. <laughs> Maybe two or three years ago now, the M4 was constantly nighttime work yeah, yeah, coming yeah, back in yeah. into Wales. And every week, it seemed, driving back from gigs, they close a different junction. So you get off of Swindon. Yeah. And then you got to go through there. And then, you know, I think, oh, my God. And then you come in the, the south side of Bath. Yes. Or Ross on Wye. I was like, yeah. The once, uh, the once I'd come into, I'd genuinely, right? Yeah. I thought, at last, no roadworks. I'd come over the Seven Bridge, mm-hmm. the, new, the new Seven Bridge. I refuse to call it the new name, right? The new Seven Bridge. Yeah. Then get off at the first junction. And then come back over the old seven. Yeah, I did. Oh, I did that. Yeah, I did yeah. the same thing. Yes. I thought, what the hell? I'm, I'm driving back to London. What am I doing? I had to do that and then go up via Gloucester. That's right. It took about an extra two and a half hours. And it's so demoralising. And you're looking at the clock on your car dashboard, and you're just thinking, Yeah, three a.m. Yeah. Know. And I remember once I was I'm I'd, probably probably going to die on the I'd road. I'd done a gig in Cardiff, and I was driving back to London, and they were they'd closed. The M4 after Bristol, but the diversion was very, very poorly signposted. So I actually am criticising the highways agency because this is your fault. So they would they would send you back, but they would send you into Wales again. So then you'd cross the Seven Bridge, and then you'd have to come off. So you follow the post the signpost as they tell you to do, and then mm. they send you back in a loop in the wrong way, and then you're back in Wales again. So now it's your the, th- the third time. The third time I was uh, over the seven yeah, bridge. It was Welsh nationalist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you just think, well, how, how do I get home? Although, mate, to top and tail, you know, got back at 3am after driving for God knows how long. Got up at 8.30 to take my boy to rugby. So, there you go. You know, that's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? In a terrible mood, shouted at him. Aggressive throughout the game. Yeah. Got us to leave by the referee. Became the kind of parent uh, Gary Lineker hates. If you're going to make it, you need to have better hands. <laughs> I've had five hours sleep, you fat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love absolute off the scale, irrational shouting because you're tired. Really, and really then, personal I, stuff as well. Yeah, and halfway yeah. through it, you, you regret virgin. it already. You fucking yeah. stupid virgin. That sort of thing. <laughs> and then just going... Oh, I don't mean this, Dad, but I've got to finish yeah. it off. Dad had a gig in Warwick last night. <laughs> yeah. You fucking unwashed girl, they close the M4 in both directions. And immediately you go, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm, too, I'm just sorry tired. I'm just tired. Yeah, no, sorry. But you said something that's so yeah, offensive. I know, I, I know he's only nine, but I was tired. <laughs> yeah. There is no way of bringing it back, but in your own head being tired. Oh, Ref, I, talk- I wasn't talking to you, Ref, I was talking to him. I was talking to my son. <laughs> You're not a fat shit. No. <laughs> I would never call a referee on the watch till though. <laughs> Ben's place kicking, he's like, fuck off, cunt. <laughs> can we put a bib on him, please, if he's on the side? Can you, can you fuck off? Can you fuck off? Didn't see you driving east on the fucking Seven Bridge at 2am? You fucking knob. Ah, oh, fuck. No, you fucking get off. You fucking get off. You big-nosed cunt. Fuck off. <laughs> fucking... Gary Lineker, my fucking ass. Yeah, is it? Is it? Well, he's a fucking millionaire, mate. You can see oh. what he fucking likes, can't he? Is it? Can't even grow a fucking beard. <sighs> Gary fucking Lineker. Fuck off. He doesn't need his kids to play in the Premier League. I do. 
<laughs> fucking wedge, mate. He doesn't need to live through anyone. Anyway. He had the golden fucking boot. I'm going to live through my fucking kids. Nick is wedged. Listen, fucker. <laughs> if he doesn't get in the fucking academy, I'll be on that fucking road driving the wrong way at 2 a.m. I'm an old and grey. Take <laughs> that, you big head cunt. <laughs> Off, Ben, stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life's hard. Life's yeah. hard, mate. Yeah. When you went to bed at fucking eight o'clock. <laughs> Where was I? When you were safely tucked in my bed, mate, I was down on my ass in fucking I wicker. He was auditioning for a cruise, actually. <laughs> they said I was too right wing, if you can believe it. <laughs> Didn't even think that was possible. Just some notes on your performance, Mr. Puffins. <sighs> Could you be a bit more tolerant? <laughs> Hang on, for the cruise gig? Yeah, just a... Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> you fucking slap-headed fucker. Slap-head? How did anyone say that thing? A long time. Slap-head. Slap-head. Oh, I slap-head. Oh, God. Fucking slap-head. <laughs> oh, my God, I haven't heard that for years. No oh. one says that anymore. No, they don't. Slap-head. No, because it's not a thing anymore. It's not an embarrassing thing to be born It's the kind anymore, of thing that they would... It would be a, an, an article on the BBC News website that they've taken it out to the dictionary. Slap it in yeah. the dictionary. It's like one of those words that Susie Dent would say, well, in the 1700s. If Susie Dent ever comes up with, I've got uh, slap head here. That is slap head. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, slap head. <laughs> and when you drop the H, like you do in, in certainly in Cardiff, you drop, and Barry drop the H. Yeah. It's even better, slap head. That is slap head. I'm like, you've got a seven-letter word of slap head. You could have had oh. slap head, which is eight. Oh. You slap-headed cunt. <laughs> slap-headed cunt. Let me just look that up. Colloquialism. <laughs> often applied to referees. <laughs> Vulgar. Is slap head. Here we go. Slap head. Noun. Informal British. <laughs> noun. Informal. Slap head. Pl- oh. Plural noun. Slap head. Noun. Slap head. A bald or balding man, as in, I've turned into a bit of a slaphead. <laughs> I have turned. Oh, Who says that? Pierre Luigi Colina, you fucking slaphead! You never called yourself a slaphead. I have turned into What's a that? bit of a slaphead. <laughs> yeah, who say that? Who never said that? The, the, the slaphead never says slaphead. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned into a bit of a boring cunt. <laughs> excuse my pen. Excuse my pencil, dick. Yeah. What? What are you slugging yourself off for? Informal vulgar. A slaphead is... This is from the Urban Dictionary. A slaphead is usually someone... Is usually a guy who is so naturally bald he makes most bald people look positively hirsute. <laughs> but really, it can be any guy who is definitely bald or going bald. A slaphead is so obviously bald that you just wish it was acceptable to point out the painfully obvious by slapping them five or six times in rapid succession on their bald, shiny head. The term slaphead was actually introduced to the comedy world by Benny Hill, a world-famous <laughs> British comedian, deceased. Benny always used a sketch where a small, bald man would do something a little annoying to Benny Hill, and Benny would slap the guy a few times on his bald head. <laughs> boy one, what shall I buy my dad for Christmas? Boy two, would his dad a slaphead to get him some slaphead polish and a woolly hat? <laughs> There we go. <laughs> the the other, and this is a very um, time specific one. Oh, shit. Is going up to is slapping ball people and saying that they've been tangled. 
Oh, you've been. They had to. Did they not have to ban that advert? They did have yeah. to ban that advert. We just go up and slap people. Yeah. You were getting like burst eardrums, weren't they? Yeah, you <laughs> just bang. Let's bring it back. We brought back Don. We brought back Bellend. Yeah. Let's bring back Slapper. Slap yeah, Bellend had a good in a kind years way. Off, I in think. a kind way. As did Prick. I didn't use Prick for ages. Prick. I love Prick. You cannot go wrong with Prick. Hmm. Let's read the Daily Record here. Prince William crowned the world's sexiest slapper. <laughs> Going up to accept his award. Oh, God. Getting tangled on the way to the podium. <laughs> <laughs> and kegged. You fucking slap there. <laughs> I've just been reading about Jane and Finch. So check this. Oh, go on. Google Jane and Finch. Yeah. Uh, statistically violent crime is high in Jane and Finch. According to the Toronto Police data for the 31st Division, uh, which has an area of responsibility in Western North York, in the past 10 years... It has seen far more shootings than any other of the city's 17 police divisions. There were 703 shootings between January and then... I've got to click on the article, then I can't be asked. But, I mean, <coughs> an awful lot of shootings. And one, one extremely confused Welshman in a, in a, in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking out in my Toronto Welsh rugby top, that's what could only be described as a sore thumb. Hi, boys! <laughs> Wish I hadn't worn shorts and a rugby top for Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Never tried crack, boys. No, no. I like boys. Oh. Smoking crack, is it? <laughs> really fucking Moorish, I've heard. Yeah, no, not for me, but no, 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 make up a tea, like, but, uh... You enjoy? <laughs> Smoking crack, is it? <laughs> boys. Yeah, fair play. Gives you a tremendous relief, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I like boys. Take care now. Yeah, oh. happy cracking, what they call it. Happy cracking. <laughs> Happy cracking. ta All the best. Take care. God bless. Love <laughs> oh. to the pipe, boys. Love to the pipe. <laughs> Is it pipe or is that free base? I get it too mixed up. <laughs> is it the same stuff as cocaine but taken in a different way? Or is it actually a different drug? I've never been able to work that out. Anyway, I've got to go. Engines running. See you later, boys. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Dave. Get in. <laughs> I made a bed for you. <laughs> All the best, take care, God bless, ta da. Beep beep, take care, lads. <laughs> and it's that. When you bang the bonnet of the car, yes. uh, your, we, your wedding ring makes a noise. Yeah. <laughs> Bye now. Oh, fuck you, though. Fuck you, though. I don't know if Welsh people still say, that, say goodbye in the same way as they did when I was a kid. Know that. Oh, all the best. Now, take care. Take care. Just continually think... saying the, the goodbye, yeah. but in different ways. My mum was on the phone. Bye now. Bye. All the best. Bye now. Tara. See you soon. Now. Stay in See touch. Bye take now. care. Tara. Right. Go careful. Go careful. Go careful. Tara. Bye. Drive safely now, Mike. Come yeah. over. Take care. All my love. Yeah. Give my love to everyone now. Take care. Goodbye. Give my love to everyone. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh, those crack boys are a lovely bunch, aren't they? <laughs> they not be a funny nan, right? But the fucking taxis on to meet the like. So uh, <laughs> I've got to actually go. If you could not call me nineteen different names, all right, my sweetheart. Tell on my love. 
Sorry, I'm late. Take care. Say to the crack boys. <laughs> oh, little, there he is, like a little Tommy, Tommy Crack from over the road. Lovely boy. Tommy Crack and die the pipe. It's lovely, lads. <laughs> lovely, lads. Not a murmur out of him, honestly, no. Not much of a scholar, mind, but... um. <laughs> Not a peep of trouble out of him in the daytime. They never got any credit <laughs> on their phones. But, you know, that's how young people are these days. They let isn't them it? use the landline. Yes. Anyway, take Ooh, care. Really? God bless. Tara. He looks All the peaky. Best. He looks peaky. Peaky's not, not the word, Liv. He looks ashen. Ashen. <laughs> Toronto Welsh rugby top. I did have one. He must have looked Mad like he bastard. wanted to be mugged. <laughs> <laughs> Please assault me. He must, he must have thought you were on some sort of hidden camera prank show. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, one of those, well, I can, I can mean in their life, someone who'd chosen their way to die. Yeah. Yes. For this episode of Impractical Jokers, we're dressing my camp in a Toronto Welsh rugby top. <laughs> Send him to the Canadian version of South Central Los Angeles. Send him to Toronto's roughest borough. <laughs> Where he's going to have to sit in a car. <laughs> what a, a recently released convict. You must have looked up. Conducts a crack deal. You must have looked thick. crazy. I look probably scared as well. Look. Yeah, scared and thick. <laughs> oh my God, that's made me laugh. Oh, fucking hell. Michael probably do this. On, on D-Day, I'm sure yeah. that one Scottish nutter... Michael this. ...got off... He got off the boat. And One ra- definitely led with a sword. Rather than having a gun, yeah, he had pipes. Oh, fuck pipes. off! Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure this is true. And the Germans just thought we're not shooting him. What a mad bastard! <laughs> what a nutter! But shoot the pipes. Yeah, please. Well, the other Scotsman at, at D-Day went up the beach with a a claymore, basically with a sword. Really? Instead of a gun, because he's fucking mad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hang on. Someone's going to run towards you with Bill Millen. So Bill Millen, commonly known as Piper Bill. He's uh, uh, best remembered. Best remembered. Great stuff. For, <laughs> for, for, for playing the pipes whilst under fire during the D-Day landing in Normandy. Slaughtered on June the sixth, nineteen forty-four. Google about the fellow with a sword, I mate. As cannot well. imagine not the fear. Of trying to t- you know take it on the Germans on a beach and you're armed not with a gun. But with well, the whole point is zero fear for him. Oh, here we go. 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 Jack Churchill. There we go. British Army Read officer this. fought the second. <laughs> Read this. Read fought, this one. Fought in the Second World War with a longbow, bagpipes, and a Scottish broadsword. Wow. Wait, you've just got it wrong, haven't you? Uh, oh, he's, he's also, oh, hang what? on, hang on, he also has a Go post-Second World War career. So, despite fighting in the Second World War with those as his things, he survived. With a longbow and a sword. Fucking hell. Uh, it's a real kick in the teeth for all the boys who died of the gun, though. As, yeah. as, the, as the ramps fell on the first landing craft, he leapt forward from his position on his Holy bagpipes before throwing a grenade and charging into battle. I think people were weirder then. You watch that opening <laughs> scene of... Uh, of um, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. And I think it is the most one of the most powerful scenes in cinema. Oh, it's amazing. When that when that ramp goes down and that one poor lad gets pinked and it goes right, right through his helmet yeah. and he's dead. Yeah. I just think, imagine the... F- and the one boy's pissing himself literally with fear. You don't think of that. Of course you'd be pissing yourself with fear. And then you've got some... It, it wasn't scary enough. The bloke in front of you has got... Just like, trying to blow the pipes up. But it just shows you that in that situation, if you're running against a machine gun, 
in a, in a concrete pillar. You may as well have bagpipes as a girl. You may as well have bagpipes as anything else. There are certain aspects of Welsh culture that I cannot believe are so embedded. Now, I'm trying to think of it. It's a bit like when Mike was talking a couple of weeks ago about the standard of singing at his kids' primary school Christmas concert. Four-part harmonies and all that kind of stuff. Which I don't think happens. Certainly not in my experience. hasn't happened in England. Not to this. Not in the same way. And not also not in the English medium primary schools in Wales to the yeah. same extent. So mum, whenever she comes to London, always makes a lot of Welsh cakes and she hands them out to people in the street yes. and they're very popular. People in the street. No. <laughs> like reverse begging. Yeah. <laughs> and I've interviewed quite a few of the players from the Euro 2016 team. And they're all like, oh, there was, there was always Welsh cakes. You know, I, I'm I'm assuming, and this is the this is the this is the case now. I'm assuming that Gareth Bale probably has a, a macrobiotic diet as one of the world's fittest footballers to keep him in tip-top condition. But there are still Welsh cakes on the table. Yeah, well, Geraint Thomas. Sam Vokes told me that. Geraint Thomas's mum, I think Sarah's wife. Now they make Welsh cakes for what was Team Sky, now Team Ineos. So when they're at training camps, they've got all these you know proper things to eat. And a bunch of Welsh cakes. It's like okay, right then, boys, keep the secret. We're gonna we're gonna land on Omaha Beach in Normandy on June the sixth, whatever it was. Right then, he's gonna, he's gonna do a clog dance. Right? <laughs> no, but it's like get out of the Scot- bake stone. Some some Scottish guy going. Well, they'll need a piper. They'll have to be pipes. If we're gonna take on the Germans, they'll have to be pipes. There doesn't. The, uh, no, 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 I think no, you're no. in there. There has to be pipes. I insist. I <laughs> still be there's pipes. The tar- there's the tartan flash. How can you? Uh, how can you? How can you <laughs> fire? How can you fire a gun if you play the bagpipes? Oh, when you need a gun, no gun. <laughs> no I'll gun for fine. me, thank you. I'll be that that whole stretch of beat within seventeen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Flash. <laughs> you English, you English guys can fire the gun. I'll just be, I'll be on pipe duty. Use that. Yeah, man, cover me. <laughs> cover me. Imagine the Germans with the, with the binoculars up on the pillbox going. What the fuck's he got? I yeah, think yeah. there's someone down there with the backpack. <laughs> You do not know what this weapon is. Be careful. Well, it, it could be lots of different guns, couldn't it? If you've never seen one before, oh, that'd yeah. be petrifying. What's he going to fire out of that? Awful noise. I don't know what weapon that is, but I do know it but sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. I just from know, it. even even though there's like there's like eight inch artillery shells going off everywhere and millions and millions of rounds of ammunition. The loudest thing on the beach was still those fucking... <laughs> Six English guys behind him going, friendly fire, friendly fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go on. Let's get him. I do love that. They fucking love the crack, the Scots. I mean, I told that someone was in Malta. I must have... About, with, with Ingram? No. Fuck off. Oh, we, we're on 65 episodes anyway. <laughs> Kelly and I uh, went to Malta before we had the kids. Right? Yeah. And we did one of these... There was a cruise around Malta on a, like an old sailboat. At night time, so that'd be lovely. Coming to Valletta Harbour at midnight, stunning, right? So we met there. So we get there in the evening, get on the boat, beautiful, big, like, twin mast boat there, right? Free bar is part of it, right? So we met this fellow called Ingram <laughs> and his missus, and they had, like, an eight-year-old daughter, right? She was lovely, very quietly spoken. He was a lovely bloke, Ingram. Hey, so where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, right enough. Oh, yeah, I love Wales. I love the Welsh. Oh, yeah, oh, 
Okay, Ingram, take care, man. I'll see. Well, I'll see you on the on the boat. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, take care. Take care. Get on the boat. We go up for an hour or two. There's a free bar there. I've had a couple of rackies or whatever. Kel's had a couple of glasses of wine. They drop an anchor. You can swim off the side of the boat. It's all good. <laughs> Fucking. We come back around night time now. It's just midnight, and then you come into Valletta Harbour at night. It's like something out of Indiana Jones. It's stunning. We so we get back. We've had a, we've had a thoroughly brilliant night, right? A few drinks, five, four, five, six drinks maybe. And uh, when we get back, there's someone say goodbye to Ingram and his missus and and, uh, and the kid. You know, they've been they were a nice company. I can't find him, so we 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 get the coach back to the um, back to the hotel from from the harbour there. This fucking bloke is absolutely <laughs> fucked off his face. Right? <laughs> this <laughs> Scots bloke plus free bar, right? I go, uh, I go. Oh, that's, I said, okay, that's Ingram. He's staggering all over the road, right? Just dodging the traffic. I go, uh, uh, Ingram. I said, Ingram. So, um, I, uh, for, for the fucking DJ tournament. Oh, my God, my God. <laughs> Just, <laughs> and then his wife is almost in tears, right? She goes, Oh, Ingram, why do you always do this to yourself? He's going, oh, fuck off. I love fucking I like you, I you. Ah. And then the kid's crying because he's pissed as well. Oh, daddy, daddy. Oh, fuck. You made your own fucking bed. Fucking gone. <laughs> and then he's in the same fucking hotel. So he's he's behind us now. Yeah. All the way back to the hotel. Basically swearing his wife, swearing his kid. <laughs> Throw it up. I thought we've had a lovely night. <laughs> like a medieval harbour. <laughs> fucking hell. He just stayed at ah. the bar for like five hours. Mind your own fucking business. Ah. <laughs> so my mate Luke and I, I told Luke the story. If we're ever on the piss... We just say we're getting Ingram. Get Ingram. Oh wow, oh, that's good. Get Ingram yesterday. I get Ingram. Yeah, really drunk is Ingram. Well, I worked over the uh, Majestic, which was previously the artist formerly known as Butlins, over Barry Island. <laughs> yes. I went on the. I mean, I mean Barry Island at the time. You know, I'm not, not going to be libelous, but I wasn't convinced about their safety <laughs> of the, <laughs> the rights. But compared to the ones in the Majestic, my God, I, I went on like um. Those sort of parasols, you know, the the seat with the sort of parasol above it, and yeah. it swings round. Yeah, yeah that's oh, the thanks. one I don't like. Yeah, that's no. the I went on one of those, and my bar didn't lock. My bar wouldn't click down. Don't start the right. Don't start and they the right. Start the right. The right. Don't start the right. Well, they'd start. So I had to go through the whole thing, just grabbing the sides no. as hard as I could. No, like sixty years of age. You're really hoping that uh, <laughs> centrif- that centrifugal force is going to play a role. <laughs> Oh, it was! I was terrified. Really shiny plastic seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sliding back me and forth. <laughs> that, that, is, a, that is a shit way to die. That's yeah. my biggest fear: dying in a shit way. Is it? Yeah. People giggling Just an at the funeral. way to die. People yeah, laughing. Yeah. yeah, getting run off by a milk float or something <laughs> crap like that. No. You know what I mean? Do you remember Bubs? <laughs> no, something. Yeah. Something. Going. Someone hears how you died, and then how, and they laugh. Yeah. Do you know? I'd, you. I'd get hit by a meteor, but in the cock. <laughs> a yeah, well, small meteor cool. the size of a snooker ball and it hits me in the cock and I said I'll die to death or something would go up my bum whatever <laughs> <laughs> I'd fall and something would go up my bum and something would go up my bum <laughs> what did that is die of oh that big pipe went up his bum and bled to <laughs> yeah. death what was he doing on that big bloody pipe <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't you like? You wouldn't be told. You wouldn't be told. told. We all said. (laughs) That's another story completely. We told him before. What was he doing on that big bloody pipe? 
Imagine being bit like a, by a poodle or something. Then just by a rabbit. And, yeah. Like it, yeah, it nipped you on the cock. Artery by a mistake. guinea pig bit you on the cock and you died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Worst ways to you die. Your dick bit off by a gerbil in a pet you got, shop. You, you got rabies off a gerbil. <laughs> in, front of, in front of a load of bystanders. None of whom knew, <laughs> knew how to help. And the ambulance doesn't come. What old man trying to suck the poison? That one helping. The ambulance doesn't come because they think you're. It's a prank call. No, seriously, he's been bitten on the penis by a gerbil and he's bleeding to death. He's bleeding out. Stop laughing. He's dying. (laughs) A gerbil. Please, come. He's going for his balls now. (laughs) He's got a taste for blood. This gerbil. Very angry. Yeah, just to just die in a lame way. Yeah, <laughs> way that just makes you laugh. Right. So we're or trying I drown to... in bin juice. <laughs> bin juice. Recycling. S- somehow drown in bin juice. Or be that person you heard about that you thought was always like you've drowned in a cup of tea. Again, <laughs> <laughs> Hannah was told you you could. You can drown in anything. <laughs> A yeah. snowball really did take my eye out, and I bled or out. A sn- or a swan would break my arm, and then I'd bleed to death. And, and the um, and the and the paramedics can't come near me to help because the swan keeps threatening to attack them. He got hit come in the eye with in. a snowball. There was a bit of gravel in it. <laughs> <laughs> then what happened? He drowned in bin juice. <laughs> he slipped and he drowned in his own bin juice. He'd written his name on his hand and he died of lead poisoning. <laughs> How did that happen? That's obviously not true. Face down in a wheelie bin. Yeah. Wedged. What was the name of that twat who died? <laughs> that, oh. That arsehole lived around here. What's his name? The twat who died in a silly way. What was his name? Oh, Bin Juice Bubbins. Yeah, <laughs> and in the end, and that's what they put on his gravestone. Some twat who drowned in Bin Juice. 1972. <laughs> bin juice. Here lies some twat who died in Bin Juice. <laughs> With a pipe up his bum and his knob had been bitten off by a <laughs> <laughs> Talk about unlucky. (laughs) Was it like a gang thing? No, no, all self-inflicted. Very stated out. He had written on his hand as well, did he? Yeah. (laughs) They don't know which killed him first. (laughs) He was definitely going to die one of them, though. He had one eye from the snowball. (laughs) What? That one night. What? (laughs) When I when I bin dive in twat, punch off a rodents, trying to work out if you've been murdered or not. <laughs> oh, murdered! Imagine like f- when Stephen when Stephen Mulligan MP died, right? Yes. That last second of going through his brain, thinking, oh, oh, this shit. is gonna, this not, is gonna look bad. This is all they're gonna talk about, isn't it? This is gonna affect the opinion polls. People are gonna invent podcasts and then laugh at me. <laughs> More than once. Stockings on, tangerine in your oh, mouth. yeah. Having a strangle wank, thinking, oh, Not dear. ideal. I pushed the boat out too far this time. I feel sorry for his constituents. He should have been What's answering correspondence. What's a by-election? Correspond- You've <laughs> got to mention it on the doorstep, haven't you? Should you should have been answering correspondence. I don't even <laughs> like fruit. What's canvas for your vote I just, for? I just take Sinatogen. You know, uh, obviously, uh, Stephen passed away last week. <laughs> He's no longer the uh, <laughs> member of parliament for this area. Um... I don't have any lemons or orange. No citrus fruit in my house at all. Oh, if you was canvas in my house, I'd say, let's have a look. Roddy trousers up. What are you wearing? <laughs> let's have a look. Come on. Can I come around the house and check? 
Stop and it was nope. the time of Back to Basics as well, hilariously. Yes, yeah. of course. I mean, very little basic about that, I would say. Well, I'm not knocking strangled wanks. No, it's a really complicated one, is what I mean. Yeah, That's yeah. not a basic wank. But if you want to take yourself right to the edge of death... I wouldn't use an orange. What would you use? I don't know, but... Chew it. Satsuma. Chew it. <laughs> Taste of orange. Chew it. Some hubba bubba. Yeah. That's the other one. When the first Toast. time swallow chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chewing gum when I die. You, you, you almost have a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I had the middle bit of an apple and a tree did grow out of me. And that's yes. how I died. <laughs> remember, te- remember saying that to my sister with great effect. <laughs> In that fertile ground of your stomach, stomach acid. Yes. <laughs> She's crying. No sunlight. Brilliant. <laughs> Carlos is crying. Brilliant. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Again. Oh, like having a, people die every year having a shit. Happens all the time. People have an aneurysm and die on the bog all the time because they strain too much. And you, they find like this corpse with a bloody turd hanging out of it, like bloodshot eyes. Why are you walking in and seeing that? How did he? Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. If you have got a relative who's died like that, apologies. You know, yeah. We're not taking the piss. If you're listening, Priscilla. Well, there's that great. There's uh, that great. Oi. There's that great. It was a great... Never mind what. <laughs> you know very well what. He didn't die on the toilet. He died in the bathroom near the Thank toilet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. With his pyjamas round his ankles in a praying no, position. And a solidified turd hanging out. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. I've got to go anyway. <laughs> and he was, only, he was only addicted to prescription drugs. He was. Yeah. He was. Unlike your, unlike your demigod. <laughs> Like the illegal narcotics. Druggy, lazy hippies. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the ones that could be bought over the counter in enormous quantities. Thank you to Dr. Nick. I talked to Nick, yeah. Got taken to court after Elvis died. Yeah, I mean, I would... Not guilty. I would have wanted to have seen some of his qualifications, I think. His his defence was... Obviously, we've strayed off the subject a bit. Slightly. His defence was that if he didn't prescribe stuff to Elvis... You know, somebody else would that didn't have his best interests at heart. Is that a defence? And that Nick would would give less, would often give placebos and say they were what he wanted. I don't, yeah. Because, like, the night he died, in terms of painkillers, he'd had, like, three packets of painkillers the night he died. Well, he had three packets every night. I know, but that's a lot of painkillers, isn't it? Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah, 42 as well, mate, your age. Yeah, not quite. So I'm just just coming up to my, uh, my Elvis age. Yeah. In about eighteen months' time. There you go. Get on the prescriptions. And he used to, used to, used to have girls sleep in his bed because he was lonely, but he often didn't have sex with them. Well, like you again. <laughs> okay, no, this, this I mean, the very... parallels are uncanny, really. <laughs> yeah, and my best years are behind me. <laughs> yeah, God. you peaked fifteen years ago as well. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what was that peak? Oh, yeah, 25, 25. 25, 26. God, I was capable of so much back then. Yeah, that's all gone. That's all gone. Life, life was just a sea of opportunities back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all, of it, back. all of it's unfulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> They're not coming back. Yeah. Oh. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Anyway. Yeah, threw no, those no. opportunities away, one by one. And now here we are. Pod- <laughs> podcasting <laughs> in my dining room. We're in an old pair of football shots. We talked last week about great nights out in Stags. We've been invited to a Stag in Liverpool, by the way, next year. I think we Have should we? probably show, show up, yeah. Um, uh, again, is it just people from the podcast? Yeah, it might be stalkers, might be weirdos. Nice. It's fine. 
No, I mean, I'll go. It's a free you have fun, mate. I'm not, I'm not if you gave me a couple of free points, I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll, do you know what? This is me, because I'm all risk and reward, mate. This reminds me of a story, actually. I'm all risk and reward. Go on. I'm all risk. I, was in, yeah. I was playing rugby in Calgary um, well, 15, 20 years ago now, right? And I was out one night with my friend Nicky. Yeah. Uh, and there was a very attractive girl there on the dance floor. I thought, God, she's... Ooh, I'd, li- ooh, I'd like to ooh, get off with her, I thought. Ooh, I'd like her. She was front of the queue when God was handing out... Uh, well, listen, uh, so long story chest. short, and this is obviously years before I got married and before I met Kelly, I end up um, back at this young lady's place in Calgary that night. Right? Yeah. No, I don't know her at all. I, know her I haven't even spoken to her. <laughs> she doesn't even know. I, she's in the, if anything, she's in the I've boot. followed her. She, she's in the she's boot. In the she, she didn't know we'd arrived. No, she... No. <laughs> yeah, so I get back to this place. Now, I know her first name, and I know where we where we are, right? Where yeah. where she lives, because I'm in the house. Yes. And that's all I know. <laughs> I know I'm in the house. Yeah. So yeah. I'm there, and I've, I've had a couple of beers. We've had a good night out, and like I said, so we're having a chat. Mm. And then I'm sat on the sofa. Yeah. And then I see her cat. Now, I don't particularly like cats, but I was in, at the time a player, so I'll, I'll, I'll feign interest, right? <laughs> Pretend like your cat <laughs> to get off. Yeah, with you. I'll do it. I, I, yeah, I will. I said, oh, "What's the cat's name?" She said, "Blue." I said, "Oh yeah, why blue?" She said, "Well, it used to be blue balls because um, blue balls over there. I'm not sure if it's a big thing over here, but blue balls basically is when you get uh, your testicles. You, you, yeah. you don't you ejaculate after after a period of time, and you get blue balls is big bollocks, right?" She, I said, "Oh, blue balls." She said, um, "Yeah, but it's just blue now because I I cut his balls off." She said. I said, when you, you decided to leave? Well, no, no, this is the thing. So I said, I saw it. I, said, I, I cut uh, his balls yeah. off. Right, yeah, well, that's that, what I said that, to that's her. That's the I key said, word there. Well, I said to her, I thought I misheard it at first. I said, what do you mean you cut, when you say you cut his balls off, you mean, I said, you mean you mean I castrated? She said, yeah. no, I castrated him. I've so, got to, um. I said, I said, what, I said, hang on a minute. I won't tell you her name. I said, uh, <laughs> she said, no, well, I'm a veterinary nurse. She said, that's what I do for a living anyway. She said, so, um, I, I love the cat, so. I would do a better job myself than giving it to somebody else. I said, so how did that work then? She said, well, I just brought the stuff home from work. She said, and in the kitchen, I got the scalpel, removed his testicles. One of Dexter's um, kill rooms next door. Sutured it, you know, dressed the wound and everything. And said, and, um, oh. I said, Christ. She said, you know, but, she said but that's what I do every day. She said, I'm, she said he wasn't in, in any sort of pain. She said, she said, I could cut your balls off when you were asleep. And no, you, you wouldn't can't. even wake up. She said, I would cut your balls off while you were asleep and you wouldn't yeah. even wake up. I dispute that. Also, that, I'm, I've gone. I'm, I've, no, I'm not even no, listening yeah. to the rest but of what then, she said. But then, but then, this is what I was saying about risk uh, and reward, right? Yeah. I've got the devil and the angel on my shoulder now. Yeah. And the, and the, the angel's going, you should probably leave now, because you don't know this girl. You've only met her two hours ago. She's definitely she's, got her cat's balls off. Her icebreaker, <laughs> her icebreaker is she's cut her own cat's bollocks off on a chopping board in her kitchen. There's a lot of cellophane on the walls in this. And then she's she's followed that up with, she could cut your balls off while you were asleep and you wouldn't even wake up. Mm. But then the devil's on the other shoulder going, but she is pretty, mate, and you have got a chance, (laughs) and you've got a chance, and you've got a chance of a leg over, right? Long story short, I decided to stay the night, right? And we we did what two adults are allowed to do. Voted. (laughs) Voted and spoke some facts. I remember waking up in the morning... And the first thing I did was check if I had my balls between That's my legs still. Too much right? risk. And I did. No, but this is what I'm saying, risk and reward. I mean, it, That's it too was, much risk. It was, worth, it was worth the chance, the chance of losing my bollocks. 
to get a, to get a leg over. The difference between me and Mike is that I think Mike would like to live a short, exciting life. Yes. Whereas I would like to live a really, really long life where nothing happens. <laughs> but kids have changed that. I, I did have a very much a devil-may-care attitude until I had kids, and now I'd like to stay around for the kids. Yeah. That's what I'm losing weight for. That's not for me. I just don't want to be one of those fat dad who dies at 50. I was, I was loving drinking loads and, yeah. and being fat and not doing exercise. Did you actually like but, being fat, though? No, I didn't. No, I didn't think you would have. I'm like Dawn French. I said I was happy with it, but I wasn't. <laughs> you know, you know when, well, fat people do that all the time, don't they? Well, yeah, they I, love, love, being I love being fat. Then they lose 10 stone and go, I wasn't happy. I call it doing an Oprah. Because I just, just feel healthier now. I feel better now. I, yeah. I'm lighter now than I have been at any point since, since we had kids. Uh, my son's nearly 11. So I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm in better shape than I've been in the last 11 years. That's pretty good. And I don't wish that I was nearly 20 stone again and having panic attacks. And no, having you, a, you don't having, wish the weight back on. Having to wipe my ass from the front and cut, not do my shoelaces up. I mean, I don't miss any of those things. Wiping really. my ass from the front. <laughs> <laughs> and I got big balls to get past. There's a, that's, that's risk and reward, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's mother's got a toilet seat. Like, because you know, you know, <laughs> tell she lives us, on her Tell own. us about your sports podcast, Mike, while you're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> This Kelly's mum's a divorced woman, right? So she's lived on her own for sort of 15, 20 years. And famously, and quite well documented, women don't have testicles, right? Certainly biological women. I'm not, I'm not knocking the trans community. But she's got a really ropey toilet seat. Yeah. Which just slides all the time. And, like fall, like, uh, and every time I go on there, yeah. I am dicing with death with my yeah. testicles. I yes. hate... Oh, my God, it's terrifying. And she, for her, it's a bit of a giggle because she, she might be having a wee in, you know, something goes wrong and... It's fine for her. I need my toilet seats to be static, and I don't think that's asking too much. No. I remember when toilet seats were, like, made of wood, solid, and they'd been there since, like, the war. They were fine. You don't want to splinter, do you? No, that's true. Yeah, I can see why they're made of plastic. That makes more sense to me. Well, heavy plastic, ones. but why is the thread so poor on the back of it? Yeah, them? that's the problem, is the plastic screws. If you listen to this and you make toilet seats, please get in touch with the podcast, because is it a cost-cutting exercise? Is it to do with built-in obsolescence? What is it? <laughs> it's like an iPhone, isn't it? Yeah. You know, my mum's had the same phone for 30 years. I don't, remember ever, I don't remember ever buying a toilet seat as a kid. And I think I've bought about 10 toilet seats in this house. Go back to old, old Nigel Kennedy. Yes. As we were, as yeah, we were. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who decides these things? Well, now they have committees. Certainly the rugby teams have entertainment committees that are player-led. Presumably because of shit like this. Yeah, well, yeah. When you speak to people, like I think I mentioned before on here, like Rod talking about doing the PFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Hancock who has been a Stoke season ticket holder since he was about five. I might have told this story in the pod before, but... I don't think so. He did their end-of-season dinner. Oh, God, mistake. Nick Hancock's credentials as a Stoke City fan cannot be questioned. Yeah. The man oh, is yeah. absolutely obsessed with Stoke. I mean, he, he lives in the Potteries. He still goes to every game. There's two stories. There's another comic, and he did one the season they'd been relegated, and he said the atmosphere was like a morgue. You just, obviously, it was like a week, you know, you, you could not get anything out of the players because they were all devastated. But this Stoke one, Nick Hancock thought, oh, I'll take the piss out of the fullback because he's, cause he's a bit shit. Not, not, not great for him, but he'll get the rest of the team yeah. on side. And what he hadn't yeah. realised was that he'd been put on the transfer list that oh, day. Oh, shut so up. So he's been put on the transfer oh list. Oh, God. <laughs> and all the players are getting on his behalf and he's devastated. Oh, my So he's God. like, uh, so he's... 
Oh, you know, blah, 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 over there. Can't chop a bag of cement. And he said, he got absolutely nothing. And they were, people were, sh- and he's, you know, disgusted. And he looked over and Stanley Matthews is shaking his head. Of <laughs> 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 all the people. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Nick. No, Nick. Yeah. Well, but what's Kennedy thinking? I mean, presumably he's getting a ticket for a World Cup game out of Well, this. again, we've discussed this. He can just play the violin, can't he? Yeah, but he knows yeah. that footballers don't want to hear that. Yeah, but... I don't, I don't think he does, mate. Oh, OK. If you what? look at his face when he finishes, he's, he's looking around, you know, desperate for approval and yeah. thinks, thinks he's smashed it. Well, he's smashed it. He's played the piece properly. I don't like the way he plays it. I'm, I'm not a violin fan. I don't know why. Why are they the Why are they the solo ones? I never got it in bands. It's like that's a whiny ass. Well, it's like when is. you watch flipping University Challenge and Jeremy Paxman cocks his nose up at if, if you don't if you don't know your 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 Beethoven from your Brahms, he thinks yeah. he thinks there's something morally repugnant about you. Yes, but you know if if you if and then vice versa if you if you know a pop question or get a question right. Mm. He hates you even more. I just think, mate, who who decides that Beethoven is educated music? He was just making music 300 years ago, that's all. If, if it had been fucking top of the pops in the 1700s, he'd be on it. <laughs> <laughs> but he would be, wouldn't he? Yeah. I reckon he'd have been on Jules. Bestseller, be number one. He'd have been on Jules Holland. Oh, yeah, yeah, he'd be on later. They'd all be on there. Fucking Brahms, all of them, Greek, all of Mozart. Yeah. You handled of course it would, because the they were the best-selling artists of the time. You handled, <laughs> you know, you handled, you Greeks, your Stravinsky's, your Mendelssohn's, your Strauss's, right? your Vivaldi's, your Strauss's, <laughs> your Britons, all of them. You know, Charles, all the Strauss's. If you if you can play the violin, great. But I would I would say in a heartbeat that someone who can play a fretless bass guitar. Yeah, is, that's more impressive. Somebody who can play a really good guitar solo. That's to me, that's more impressive and certainly better to listen to. I just pissed off all the violinists now. Well, Elvis always had a big, had a sixteen-piece orchestra behind him. Yeah, so and I'm, that all know. works well. Yeah, John Cale, Welsh boy, playing the viola in uh, the Velvet Underground. But, it, but as a soloist instrument, yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. Yeah, I don't get it. The Gorkies, Megan Childs playing the violin. Why have you got to be hunched over with your chin on it? it just looks. And stupid. why did you think that David Platt would enjoy it? <laughs> more importantly, yeah. More to the point. <laughs> what do you think? Why do you think that was going to ring all of Peter Beardsley's bells? Peter Beardsley has never looked thicker. Stuart Pierce looks absolutely furious. Which <laughs> <laughs> pissed me off when I, when I was doing violin as a kid, right? I went to put this little sort of, uh, it was like a woolen pad under the violin with like an elastic band around yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, I just thought. If you need this on there... Make it with one on it. <laughs> Make it with yeah. one on yes, it. Put a, cu- put a cushion on it, you birds. Make it a better shape. If I've, if I've got to play right down the fretboard on a, on a fender, and by, but I have to buy a fender, then cut out my own piece of the body so I yes. can get down the fretboard, that wouldn't yeah. make any sense. Yes, very no. good point. I can't believe that we're discussing violin design with it, where it's been, <laughs> it's been fairly, fairly standard for about 300 years, isn't it? point out. <laughs> that is, that is, is enormously flawed. Well, now now's the time to change. It's never too late, is it? Nigel Kennedy's going to be at home listening to this, thinking, bloody hell, yeah, he's right. What up, he's going to be chin in the oh, first Oh, shit. Maybe I did die in me arse. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Jack and Paul Parker like me. <laughs> Schiltz doesn't look impressed. Yeah, Schiltz, no, not at all. 
No, well, I mean, Shilton's absolutely furious to be on mainland Europe, isn't he? Because <laughs> yeah. He's got a Shilton. lot of right-wing views flooding yeah. through Shilton. his mind. Shilton's had a better thing yeah. as well. That was the worst thing. Yeah. I think I think the southern Italians are doing all right under the common agricultural policy. <laughs> Maybe this is where it all started yeah. for Shilton. Yeah. Maybe this is where all his political views have come Kennedy from. Kennedy had a better gig in Italian 90. He, he would still be liked by the rest of that squad, Shilton would. Shilton might have vaulted from me. He wouldn't have been so angry. He wouldn't get regularly slagged off by his former teammates online. They do, don't they? Oh, they go for it. It's great. It's great to I see. wonder if that's done tongue-in-cheek or whether they generally think he's a bit of an idiot. The Liverpool and Everton team of that period are all pretty left-wing, from what mm. I remember. Yeah, that's what Peter I mean. Peter Reid is, Neville mm. Southall is, quite a few of those players are quite openly on the left. And then you've yeah. got Peter Shilton, who's... Not sure that Farage has taken it far enough. <laughs> yeah. He thinks, he thinks Farage is occupying the middle ground. I bet you Shilton didn't learn a word of Italian in his six weeks in oh, Sardinia. God, just just got progressively louder and louder. <laughs> as long as louder and slower, <laughs> Michael. When we had, I mean, it sounds like I'm making it up, but when we had a, a French kid stay with us, what, like 14 years of age, playing for Barry, my dad went completely comic book British. It was hilarious. This kid came to stay with us, and my dad's going, he's pointing out the window. We got a nice view in Barry, remember dad's house? Self facing, you can see, you know, from Sully right the way across, it's lovely, right? He's going, this kid, he's going, Barry Island, <laughs> Barry Island, right? Point, the kid's like chugging his. Fair, fair ground, fair ground. Ghost train, um, so ghost fr- train. fruit machines. Train, <laughs> it down. Train, yeah, freaks. There's loads of freaks. If they don't understand the long word, they won't understand it when you break it down either. Like you know what I mean? Ghost, ghost train. Ooh. Ooh. Ghost train. Yeah. But but with ghosts, supernatural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disappointing ghost Go train. For a bigger word. That's for... yeah, yeah. Phantasmagorical. <laughs> as you know, as you know, phantasmagorical. Neither living nor dead. As you know, between worlds, as it were, a, a train ride between worlds, ethereal. As you know, oh, bugger. Um, Fucking scary, yeah. scary train ride. She's chilling. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> ah, shit, shit your pants yeah. on a train. Yeah, I've tried both ends of the spectrum. Like he's having none of it. Sort of your auto bus, but but scary, and a train. <laughs> Br- Brittany Ferry. Yeah. Anyway, bienvenue to the house. <laughs> Let's sit down and have a nice glass of Le Piado. <laughs> And some pain and some boursin. Barry Island. That's from Dad. So, so overspilled dock from Cardiff and Newport. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The coal industry, 19th century coal industry. And it's, and it's in industrial peak around 1913, sort of an Edwardian high noon for the coal industry. Steam coal coming out of southeast Wales. Your anthracite in West Wales. David Davis from Clantarnham. Yeah, he was annoyed with tari- tariffs. <laughs> tariff. The Marquis of Butte's tariffs. What? <laughs> it's too much, Dad. Just ask him if he's thirsty. Yeah. 
to largely power the Royal Navy, to steam coal easier to extract when you take out. Victorian scientists found the calorific value of Welsh steam coal, the what, yet yeah, the highest in the world, exported it across the Argentina <laughs> for in, sti, trains in Argentina, Welsh coal. <laughs> Same fault as, as the Iberian Peninsula and, and and going through to Pennsylvania underneath the Atlantic. Big yep. sea. La Mer. <laughs> massive. <laughs> Cretaceous period. Strata. Yeah. Very dangerous work. Many deaths. Sort of me- emphysema, silicosis, pneumoconiosis. <laughs> methane. Pit fires. Me- boom. Methane. Fine. <laughs> Dave, Davy lamp, no, no spark. Davy lamp, safety lamp. Davy lamp. William Abraham Marbon is sort of a trade union leader, sliding scale of paid. No, no. Okay, oh, just forget it. Forget it. You're not going to make an effort. Yeah. Eighty-four, eighty-five. Last primeval scream of a dying proletariat. No. <laughs> Mike, I'm getting nothing out of this guy. <laughs> anyway, Nigel Kennedy. <laughs> Nigel Kennedy. Paul Paul Ince. Confounded. Peter Shilton. Yeah. Very intolerant man. No, no like the French. Yeah, like like a. Uh, Jean-Marie Le Pen, but in, in goal. <laughs> big Sondico, but Jean-Marie yeah. Le Pen, but big, big Sondico gloves. <laughs> Vichy goalkeeper. Vichy goalkeeper with hair. Big fan of tarring and feathering. <laughs> and do you know what? When Christophe yeah. came to stay with us, my dad did exactly the same thing. <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah. Gwendraith Valley, Amon Valley, <laughs> Anthracite, and then you had the... Llanelli was tin. <laughs> so the saucepans at Stradley Park, are you familiar with? Be New Zealand, oh. 19... No, no, forget it. In Welsh as well. Saucepan. <laughs> and a park, Stradley. Yeah. Die back a soldier. I got degrees in my No, 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 forget it. Forget Just it. Forget it. I told you before I used to work in a place called Hugh Sexy School, and the, the local pub was called the Sexy Arms. You used to, you used to work in what? Sorry, Hugh Sexy in a school. school. Yeah. So my first teacher training was in placement. Hugh's Sexy School. <laughs> Are you sure you did teacher training? <laughs> I was teaching. It wasn't like in Neverland or anything. It was. Um, it's in, it's in Somerset, right. and there was a fellow back in the day, in the days when people left money to set up schools. Yeah, Mr. Sexy left some money. <laughs> Hugh Sexy. Sexy. Right, Sexy. true story. Hugh Sexy. <laughs> I'm not making this up. He wasn't. Hugh Sexy. Hugh Sexy. Oh, shit you not. If you're called Sexy, you do not call your kid Hugh. Right, his name's called Hugh Sexy. Yeah. Bollocks. He, I, I, believe oh, yeah. he was, I believe he was a merchant of some description. Yeah, friends with Fit Elgan. <laughs> <laughs> His missus was called Page Three Stunner Davis. 
No, Hugh Sexy went to London to make his fortune. Dick Whitten is a star, right? And did make his fortune, right? And when he came back, he left um, in his gigolo. trust. He set up two schools, the Sexy School in Bruton. The not-so-sexy school. <laughs> sexy School Bruton and Hugh Sexy Middle School. Sexy well, it became a middle school. So I should teach. I shit you not. Sexy middle school. My first teacher training placement was was in Hugh Sexy School. <laughs> and the local pub, which I've got a photograph outside, <laughs> doing a double bicep pose, is called the Sexy Arms. Oh, that is such bullshit. <laughs> oh, I sh- God. I can Google it now. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to Google Hugh Sexy School. <laughs> I taught PE a Hugh Sexy School. <laughs> I'm a regularly have a pint in the sexy arms afterwards. Sexy school. Yeah, Hugh Sexy School. That's not possible. Oh yeah. my god. Why have you I never mentioned that? I don't know. Oh fuck me. Just another one of my little uh Hugh mix, Sexy but, um, School. My first day in Hugh Sexy School, right? Genuinely. <laughs> <saying> it's <laughs> It never stops being funny. I know. Who's sexy school? You can't put the word sex into the name of anything. My first day at Hugh Sexy School, <laughs> I was teaching a tennis lesson, right? Teaching Genuine. pouting. <laughs> I was teaching oh, being lush. I got on Monday morning. <laughs> what you got now? Double, oh, I got fucking double slut of life. <laughs> Male or female, I wasn't sexist. That's oh. fine. And the other was just called the sexy school. <laughs> no fucking around. <laughs> How have I never any? Where did you go to school? The sexy school. What the fuck? Yeah. Imagine yeah. if somebody writes that on their CV. Yeah. Would you A levels from the sexy school? No, it's named after Hugh Sexy. Do you mean Hugh Hefner? No, <laughs> no, no. His name was Hugh Sexy. Hugh Sexy. The original Hugh Sexy. Sounds like a Welsh nickname, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Was that Di Randy? Di Randy's mate. Di Randy school. Di Randy's best mate. Hugh Sexy. I'm teaching a Di Randy this year. I've got a a promotion. I was head of department at Hugh Sexy and now. Head of history at Di Randy Comprehensive. He's a good head. He is a good head. He's a good head. He is a good. Where's your good head? Hugh Sexy. I'm going to Google it right now. I'm going to minute because I'm not making this up. Hugh Sexy, Church of England Middle School. Oh, it's a church, even England. better. Even better. It's a Church of, of England, England Sexy School. Middle Website, school. HughSexy.com. No, it's not. Um, HughSexy.com. Yes, is. is sexy <laughs> spelt the way I think sexy is spelt? No, there's an E. It's S-E-X-E-Y. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you now. He's got a hospital. He's got the sexy hospital. Yeah, the sexy arms. Sexy hospital. There's the sexy STD clinic. <laughs> Hugh Sexy, fifteen fifty six to sixteen nineteen, was a royal auditor born near Bruton in Somerset, who attended Bruton Grammar School. By the age of forty three, he had been appointed as royal auditor of the Exchequer to Queen Elizabeth I and later King James I. After his death, the trustees of his world established Sexy's Hospital <laughs> in Bruton. Golly, <laughs> use you dickheads! As an, as an institution to care for the elderly. <laughs> This included the site of Sexy School, which still exists today. <laughs> also founded was the Hugh Sexy Middle School in Blackford. So there we go. <laughs> a baptism of, of a Hugh is recorded in Bruton Parish Church on the 18th of November, 1556. An early 20th century scholar has suggested this was sexy. 
Although Sexy received some education, mainly in Latin. He was apparently largely self-taught and of humble origins. Self-taught sexiness. <laughs> through these influential positions, Sexy's wealth increased <laughs> as he gained a fortune, mainly through fees, revenues, properties, dealing with... Uh, he's a money lender, basically. Yeah. Oh, so my God. I'd love to get a dick implant at the Sexy Hospital. <laughs> <sighs> or get a boob job. They should just do... Just do jobs boob jobs and dick yeah, extensions. Yeah, or reductions in my case. But I'm oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Make it serviceable. So we used to have a PE teacher in, in school. <laughs> I absolutely worshipped a bloke called uh, Tony Hodge, who looked like uh, looked like Tom Selleck in his in his Magnum days. We all called him Magnum. Yeah. And he was he was just to crack us up. I mean, I, I think everyone's got that PE oh, teacher. He would he would sit on a deck chair. And I went to an all boys comp. It was the biggest it was the biggest all boys comp in the country. 1800, 1800 boys, right? In Barry, which is you know it's not it's fairly fairly tough. Um, I can just remember him like in the summer term, and he was a good looking bastard, black hair, big black moustache. And he used to have these striped blue and white striped speedos, right? And in the summer term, he'd be sat on a deck chair. For, if he was on, ever on dinner duty, which you had to do in those days, if you don't do it now, he'd be sat on his deck chair in his speedos with a pair of Ray-Ban aviators on, just sunbathing. <laughs> and there could be fights going on left, right and centre. <laughs> sir, 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 sir. Right up, I was fighting. And he'd go, shh. <laughs> finger, finger, finger to his lips. Shh. <laughs> he was, that was sunbathing time. That's Tony time. Right? That's <laughs> Tony time. I'd love to play with one of those old 60s hard, heavy balls just to see what it was like. But I, I, they don't make footballs like that anymore. I just would love to see what it's like. I remember I had a, a really good rugby ball when I was when I was young, sort of eight or nine maybe. And Dad had gone to a meeting in Bristol, and I think he felt guilty, so he'd bought me a rugby ball from a sports shop on his lunch break or something. Right. And he came back... He said, oh, I bought you a new rugby ball. You know, do you want to be playing with the old one? I bought you a new rugby ball. So I, I, went, so I went out and tried it. And it was too hard. I didn't like it. So I went back to my old one. Oh, you absolute fan. Yeah, well, that's basically what that's my what dad, dad said. Oh, what a disappointment so, for your dad. So he had his tea. It's too hard, Dad. He had his tea. He's <laughs> slogging his bollocks off, driving a bristol and back. He buys you a ball on the goodness of his I, heart. I... I think what he'd done was he bought an American football by mistake, actually, because it was just it was just different. It wasn't like a rugby ball. It was just too hard, right? Just put up with it, Al. Anyway, he came out after he'd had his tea. I was in a ball going. Oh, don't I, tell him. I don't like it, Dad. I said, oh, it's too hard. You and he went, he went, what do you mean it's too hard? Was he bored of a tea? What do you mean, regal? It's too hard. What's wrong with you? And I said, I said, every time I kick it, it hurts my foot. It went, too hard. Right, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. <laughs> and he took the shoes off and he kicked it over the house. It's <laughs> <laughs> hot, man. And so he should have. <laughs> Limp, limping back indoors. <laughs> his yeah. his ass has gone. <laughs> is, that where he, is that where he got the limp from, is it? <laughs> Like my memory of my the PE teachers in school, apart from like seeing them in the speedos, was on parents' evening they all had really shit suits. Yes. I'm going to tell you another story about a teacher. I'm, well, I'm not going to tell you the name, right, for obvious reasons. When this, uh, and if I'm asked, I shall say I was joking about this. I made it up. Happened, right? Yeah. 
I made this. I made up. this up to okay. impress my friends. Come on. But ima- imagine this had happened to me when I was fifteen, right? So, <laughs> PT just said to us, Do you "Fancy Wimbledon, lads?" Right. Right. I said, "Yeah, yeah, Wimbledon. Yeah. Great. It'd be about eighty-seven. Yeah, definitely. Great. We'll go to Wimbledon tomorrow. No forms. No nothing. Right. <laughs> right. Next day we get to school." Get in, get in the minibus, or most of the rugby team, like 14, 15 lads, and the teacher driving up there. Drove for hours to get to Wimbledon. Right, get to Wimbledon. It's boiling hot day. He parked up the minibus. He said, I want the sort of tickets, lads, you wait here. I'll get the tickets, you wait here for me. He parks the minibus. So we just sat now in southwest London. In a bus. You know, f- yeah, a bunch of 15 rows in a minibus for about 45 minutes on our own. <laughs> and then he comes back and goes, oh, sold out. <laughs> Right. <laughs> 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 he hadn't pre-booked him. It's really we're like, oh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just can't. Sorry, lads. We'll have to go back. Yeah. So he just turns the bus round, drives back to friggin' Barry, right? It gets better, right? Because he was like, he was always one of the boys. He was a, he was a great oh. bloke. <laughs> so we get, we stop at the first services. Uh-huh. And he says to us, I've laid down today, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave us like a pound each for our ticket buddy, right? Uh-huh. To, to go and play on the Space Invaders. For a he said, meet me back here in 40 minutes, right? So we're going to play Space Invaders, whatever. We came back in. And... Uh, <laughs> And then we keep we get back we start driving so we were in the bus for hours by this point right and then we stop just for the seven bridge so you got to get some diesel for the for the bus right? <laughs> he gets out of the out of the minibus goes into the shop there and we're all fucking oh, I can't believe he's done this to us. all having a bit of a grumble it's a bit, we're boiling a lot as well right Wimbledon's not happening obviously so he comes back and opens a sliding door the side and goes I've let you down today lads I'm really sorry oh sorry sir don't worry about it don't worry about it he gave us like a razzle each <laughs> to apologise. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> we went home. He drove back to Barry, dropped us off. Well, I was 15, oh. this is pre internet. If you'd have oh. said to me at the beginning of the day, do you want to watch Jimmy Connors or have a razzle? The razzle wins every day of the week. <laughs> he didn't have to go through the charade of the bus journey. <laughs> oh, my God. Genuine. Oh, genuine. God. Oh, my stomach hurts. I know. Bloody uh, hell. Got beans on these. Oh, I've razzle. It's a bean special. <laughs> these. Oh. Baked bean Wimbledon special. <laughs> so when we it's got charade of beans pouring down the back. <laughs> Tennis skirt on, no knickers. <laughs> So some women dress up like Bjorn Borg. Right, my pick for round number two is... Okay. It's such a long way to go for pay on the day. What do you mean sold out? 
Oh. I've, got, I've got 15 lads in a van out there. <laughs> Imagine how he'd have felt as well in the ticket office. He'd have felt like <laughs> such Can I have a one adult and 15, uh, <laughs> 15, kids. 15 kids to centre court, please? No, of course you can't. <laughs> it's the men's final. <laughs> Sold out for six months. <laughs> Some of the most famously oversubscribed sporting events in Britain. <laughs> tickets to Ivan Lendl against John McEnroe in centre court. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then, court number one. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> no, that's sold, sold out as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> please, please give I... me a different answer. Court number 14. <laughs> was it 15 copies? Or one for one you each. all to share? No, one each. Wow. But we, we, we brought ticket money. We'd given him the ticket money. So, so he'd used your t- money to buy Porn Max. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Space Invaders, to be fair to <laughs> Oh God! Oh my! God. I'd love to know what the uh, lady at WH Smith's uh, <laughs> Lee Delamere Services made of it. She was like, <laughs> she's trying to hide fifteen copies of Razzle inside a copy of the Times. The school oh. name on the side of the bus. <laughs> some, some sort of remorseless porn addict. Just really likes the same thing. I'm, I'm getting through them quite quickly, actually. <laughs> no need to scan them all individually. It's fine. Just type in 15 times. Just type in 15. Yeah, so this is, uh, I mean, Alice mentioned him earlier in the podcast. This is a, a clip featuring Gary Newborn. Uh, and at one point, his name became synonymous with being a bit of a twat um, when it came to interviewing players and being pitch side and, and being in the studio. Um, I, I know it's childish. And I, I know it's daft, and I know it's a puerile, but there's nothing funnier than people phoning up live phone-ins and using swear words. So this is uh, this is Gary Newborn on a football phone-in. What's your topic of conversation? Oh, yeah, mate. Uh, I was just wondering if we'd talk about Tottenham Hotspur. Please do. Yeah, um, well, personally, I think that they've, like, so, like, they've, brought, they've brought in the wrong players, and they've Shut up! You get off. I really apologise. Uh, I can't apologise enough about that. I mean, uh, we take these calls on trust, and, <laughs> which uh, I love, right? I mean, there we go. So, <laughs> and it's featured. The, it's, he's dropped the C bomb as well, which obviously <laughs> he's lost a bit. Lost a bit of shock value because Ellis uses it on a regular basis on this podcast. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> how good is that? But it, it's not just the fact. He's called him a cunt live, right? So there's no delay, right? It's New Bond's reaction to it. <laughs> it is, isn't it? He's utterly, shut he's up. utterly incensed. Shut up! Yeah, shut up! <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's not, he doesn't God. even apologise first. Yeah. He just wants the man. It's to slightly swearing. Mary Whitehouse, isn't it? Yeah, very much. You, yes. you, you think he's going to go? This is a this is a proud country and a proud sport. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're devaluing this once great, and I I still think it's a great country actually. But the fact is, there are people in our midst, in our society, in our community, people we know who use that kind of language, and I think it's disgusting. And it stopped. It ends here. It stops here. If we have to take no yeah, more yeah. phone calls on this phone in for the rest of yeah, the yeah. week, that's what we're yeah, going to do. I'll lose my phone? job over this, actually. Any calls coming I don't in? Care. Nope, nothing coming yeah. in, no. Yeah. Nope, good. I'll, I'll quit good. with it. Because someone needs to take a stand. <laughs> we have 14 calls on hold, Gary. They've all hung up. You can't. <laughs> You've all got favourite ones, like the five-star one was a classic. The, the, the five-star the five one? Why are five-star yeah. so fucking crap? 
Yeah. The boy said Flat his name was <laughs> Elliot Fletcher. And oh, Sarah yes. Green. Yes. Sarah Green looks so dismayed. It's absolutely hilarious. Didn't he apologise the other day on social yeah, media? But that wasn't. There was him. a brilliant urban legend that it was one of the band Biss, the Scottish band who had a minor Britpop hit with a song called Candy Pop. And there was there was an urban legend. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm going to leave it to the listener to Google. The other one, which I've which I've been told about, that I haven't seen for years, is someone calling up Aswad when I think they were oh, in the room cupboard. Yes, and I right. think Mike, if Mike remembers it, he'll be able to correct me. I think they said, "What do Azawad like about twats?" I don't know what it was. <laughs> Which, if it is true, is <laughs> really funny. That's, that's glorious. What do Azawad like about? Because you can't react to that in a bad. You've got to think about it before what you. Do go, I can't say that. Like about twats. What do you like about twats? You were saying about Larry Merchant <laughs> earlier when he when he sort of. He's got the audacity with the cringe factor is that he's put his arm round or that Mayweather's yeah. got his arm round him but then he, and then he's got the still got the gumption to basically call him out, right? Kick your ass. <sighs> it's the same thing with this. It's when people lull you into a false sense of security. They're quite nice. Yeah, you, yeah. You phoned into a football phone and you haven't, you haven't, you haven't opened up with the, with the C-bomb. You talk about Arsenal's defence oh, first no. of all. Yeah. yeah. So you get Gary and you build up. You get Gary and you up a bit and then bang. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and get off. <laughs> But also the process he'll have to have gone through. So a researcher Brilliant. will have answered the phone initially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello, what's, what's your, name? your name? And what would you like to talk about? Excellent. Talk about defense, right. Okay. So take little notes down. Okay, Arsenal's defense. What do you yeah. think of that then? Negative. Just, yeah. And then typed it into the computer, passed it on to the producer. The producer's gone, right, should we put, let's put through that. Guy. That's the stage that where your bottle really shows. That's when you're a complete finisher. Because you you with... You, 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 <laughs> So you, <laughs> you'd have hung up. So you with your mate, yeah. and you think it's going to be really funny, and you're nervous and you're trembling. So you're dialing on the old rotary phone. You're giggling, dialing giggling, the number. Giggling. Oh God, am I going to do it? And hi, yeah. Uh, what's your question for five star? Oh, my question for five star is: um, where where do they get all of their great ideas? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to you're not going to swear on the where TV. Do you, are you? Boy, no, your great, your great abs- vinyl ankle boots from? Absolutely not. <laughs> We're going to ask, the, and if we're allowed to follow, we're, we're going to ask them what their favourite, what their favourite yeah. song is. Okay, well, not, that all sounds very good, Elliot. Anything uh, else, Elliot? Can, yeah. can you be arrested for swearing? <laughs> Out of oh, interest, yeah. have you got my number as well? And can you trace my dad's <laughs> address if you've got my number? Well, the prank phone call in general, right? I mean, it's, it's obviously yeah. It's it's just always been a thing of, of, of amusement to me. I used to work with a bloke now and again on a. Was a builder called Adrian, who was the Jehovah's Witness we talked about in a previous podcast, and he, he'd love nothing better than a prank phone call, because he, he put it on speakerphone in the van. We sat there like on a Tuesday eating your, eating your Tesco meal deal, right? There was a lingerie fitting job going at Debenhams, um, <laughs> and he phoned him up like Cardiff Debenhams. He goes, "Yeah, hi, I'm phoning about the lingerie job." He said, "Pardon me, lingerie job you're advertising, women's lingerie fitting." He said, "Yeah, so I, I think I'm really qualified for it. Right? I'm, got, I'm just shaking my head, right?" And she's going, "Well, um, we were thinking of a female for the for the for the vacancy. It doesn't say female." And they said, "Well, no, we're not allowed to specify male or female on the job, but you know, it's it's quite intimate." And he went, "Oh, it's just that it's my dream job, and I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm biting my tongue by this point." And then he goes, "She said, well, you know, thanks for the interest, but I really don't think it, it'd be suitable." He went, oh. I could save you a lot of money. He said, I wouldn't even need a tape measure. 
right? At <laughs> which point, she just hung up on him, right? He thought that was hilarious, right? I said, mate, this is your time you're wasting. Literally your yeah, time yeah. you're wasting. And your phone bill. Oh, and you're 46 years of age. <laughs> what the hell are you doing with your life? The simple answer is just brilliant. It's, it's a yeah. prank phone call, isn't it? That said, Five Star are making a comeback. They're on telly on Saturday, so if you fancy uh, giving them a second oh. dose of that particular medicine. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd like the same bloke to phone <laughs> I'd like Ali to phone them back up. It's Elliot here. Hang I'd, up. Get, cut him off. I'd love to know if a five I Denise, star. I'd just go fuck off with the phone down. I'd love to know what Five Star <laughs> doing now. They were going to be the. Remember, they're going to be like the, the British Jacksons at one point? Yeah, they're yeah. They were going to be the big thing, weren't they? We all had rain or shine, am I right, Al? Bit young for that. I was aware of them. I think I might have yeah. had an annual, but I don't think I, w- I got round to buying any of the singles. System Addict on the single, maybe? Seven it's inch. difficult, though, to dine out on the, something like the five-star prank call because it's quite hard to prove that it's you. I think that makes it easier. To but it comes back to your, your school liar, doesn't it? Yeah. You could quite easily go into this common room the next day in the sixth form. Yeah, more no, serious. On my mother's life, I told I told five star to fuck <laughs> off on on telly. I did serious on my mother's life. Yeah, you keep saying on your mother's life, but that's not proof, is it? You just you just keep saying it. Oh, you, you what? You saying I you saying I'd rather lie or, or see my mother die? You think I'm sick in the head? No, I don't think that. You told me yesterday, Dave, your mother was dead. You could kill me an elephant. <laughs> Well, serious the fuck now. He phoned up Gary Newborn, oh, right? Oh, no, serious. No. Serious. I used to... <laughs> serious. serious. I told Gary Newborn to fuck off on the telly. I did. On oh, my mother's life. Do you think your mother would be happy that you're using her name in, in this context? She's deaf anyway. She's deaf, but she writes symphonies. <laughs> That's so talented then my mother is on my mother's life. No, she's deaf, but she writes symphonies like Beethoven, but she's be- hers are better than his. But she hasn't got a record deal because she can't be bothered because she's happy being a housewife, and that's true. A record deal. She perfect the eardrum. She used to be a dart scorer, like, and she got smacked to the side of the head with a dart. Perfect the eardrum. Then she stood on the other side of the board, like, and the fucking thing, same thing happened again. Cliff Lazarenko done it. Twice. <laughs> yeah, because he's got super sharp darts on my mother's life. <laughs> yeah. I listen to podcasts of just you doing a rough Swansea accent. I used to hear that at school all the time. I must have heard it every every ninety seconds. Which is serious to fuck if it meant anything. Honest to fuck, serious to fuck. Yeah, serious. Honest to fuck. Fuck it, serious man. Honest to fuck now. See, oddly, I can imagine my parents' generation swearing, but I can't remember. I can't imagine my grandparents' generation swearing. I bet. And so all that amazing swearing was invented. In quite a short oh, period know, of time, mate. I bet you that the, the lads especially swore. Like my, my grand, oh, yeah. my granddad who was in the navy in the war, after a couple of beers, would swear quite. quite yeah, quickly. yeah. I never heard my nan swear. My nan, my God, I remember. Do you remember when? Probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my childhood, and I've had a few. This could yeah, be this big. Is, this we were in Merthyr Vale, and I was about, I was, I was a teenager. I was there with my mum, and my nan, and my auntie Arlena's mum's cousin. And we sat there in the front room, and it was when Gillian Tailforth, aka Kathy, yeah, from EastEnders, got done for filleting her boyfriend in a lay-by, right? In a Land Rover Discovery or something. That's I true, don't know yeah. why I was asking it. It was definitely a 4 by 4 for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So I remember sitting there on the on the. It was a Mitsubishi Shogun. Yeah, it was a Suzuki Vitara, but she had ideas above her station. Yeah. 
I mean, to be honest, the, the, it's not the key I was going to say, the make of the car is next to irrelevant, really. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll um, settle on Isuzu Trooper. <laughs> if it makes you happy, yes. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, so Kathy's there with her boyfriend in the Isuzu Trooper, and they're, they're in the lay-by. So my, my nan, I'm sat down next to my mother and my auntie Arlene. Uh, my nan was very chapel-going, you know, twice on a Sunday, sisterhood on a Tuesday, Bible reading on a Thursday. Very, very well. And then, out of nowhere, just says to my mum, well, do you hear about that uh, Cathy girl off EastEnders? I was like, I- I'm between my n- mum and my auntie, thinking, oh, please don't go here. And then and mum said, uh, yeah, yes, ma'am, yeah. <sighs> Dirty girl. Dirty girl. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know where to look. And then she's going, uh, in her mouth. Right? I'm thinking, oh my god, I don't fuck this. And then she goes, Well what if I had a bit of wee on the end of it? <laughs> what she said. <laughs> oh I don't, do you know what all I could think of all I could think of right? was my hand on. <laughs> Alright, two things I could think of. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what was my hand on? Secondly, Valley chat. What a great phone in. That's that's twenty nine pence a minute well spent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to be the wee on the end. Where do you want to put your Willy Wonka now? <laughs> All I could think of at the time was right. Apart from the cringe and embarrassment, was my granddad, and he passed away by that point. But he <clears> went <throat> underground at fourteen to work in a coal mine. Right? At 14 years of age. His brother died of mm. coal dust. He learned about his mm. age of 17, walked to Brecon, joined the army, fought in the army for 12 years, including the war. He was in North Africa, he was in the Middle East. Then when he came home, there was nothing. The country was in ruins, it was in debt up to his eyeballs. All he could do was get a job back in the colliery. He went there, back to the colliery and back underground. Then the Aberfan disaster happened and he had to dig people out of that and it was just horrific. I thought, he's been through all that. He's been through all that. I never once got it sucked by in all that time. <laughs> and you said all of this. <laughs> I'd be honest with you, killed Sunday conversation, that one. <laughs> Over the French fancies. <laughs> that generation. I mean that was that was like a, that was like an obscene sex act. That never yeah. happened, didn't it? Oh, still oh. is. <laughs> if you're listening, Mum. Yeah. Let's all raise a glass to Grampy Stem. Right, clip number two for this round. <laughs> My nan, who was in service, in the, you know, before the war and during the war, she said, love the old days. Missed, missed, like, you know, curtsy into the Lord of the Manor. She went past in a horse and trap. My grandmother often used to say, what did she used to say? Oh, I've embraced with you, Canon. I'm sorry. An horsey. I'm very pleased that I lived in my era and not yours. <laughs> nice to yeah. think. But the stories you tell me are all uniquely harrowing. <laughs> Why would you want more of that? <laughs> they love diphtheria and coal dust. Yeah. <laughs> Underground the, explosions and stuff. The, love, yeah, it? it was the fact that work was so dangerous. And the two were Or just wars. demeaning. If it wasn't, you know... Yeah, if it wasn't dangerous, it was demeaning. Emptying someone else's fucking bedpans out, whatever they do, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't even one world war. 
Yeah. Whereas what I do know is I I wet I just wet the bed. She works six and a half days a week, my nan. Yeah. <laughs> and she always remembers fondly the time when the lord of the manor that she was walk, working on, when she got ill the once, asked the, the cook to make my nan chicken soup. Didn't charge her for it. Didn't charge her for it, yeah. See? She's got she like a half day on a Sunday to go to Sunday school oh, or church. That was it. An awesome what a lovely man. A lovely man. When I was ill, when he was ill, he asked the cook to make me chicken soup. God, he sounds like fucking Mother <laughs> Teresa now. So that you could get back to work quicker. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This may not yeah. be entirely altruistic. Something I could, <laughs> something I could dr- drink whilst doing the housework. <laughs> I could hold the soup in one hand and the brush in the other. I never look at those things from like the 50s and think, oh God, I wish I was alive. I wish I was alive in the 50s. Then again, people look at us in 50 years' time, our grandkids, and think, Christ, imagine that. Imagine that, only having 4G. Wires everywhere. <laughs> Wires. You have to drive your own car. <laughs> yeah. No, no teleporters. You had to actually turn up for places. <laughs> well, they were still eating food, as opposed to this nutrition pill. Living on Mars was a pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they didn't have downloadable friendships. Because <laughs> people are so f- fucking lazy these days. Golly, an alien. And all the things you think the internet can be brilliant for ends up being just watching fucking TikTok, right? Yeah, In 50 years' time, this is what's going to happen. Everything will be exactly the fucking same, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will change at all. Logan Paul will be on his 19th title defence. Get <laughs> <laughs> some other fucking pensioner. <laughs> but then we haven't got to kick up the arse anymore, have we? There's nothing to do. People can eat. They got a roof over their heads. They can go to the. They can go and buy some cans down the pub. They can smoke weed. Even, <laughs> even the boffins are on TikTok now, so they're, they're not. Boffins are loving TikTok. They're not busy coming up with the, the inventions that will change our lives. The inventions will be other way. Like you know, an invention recently was TikTok. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a faster TikTok. It's not fucking penicillin, is it? <laughs> Do you mean it's just a, it's just a shorter shit way of doing something we already had. We already had Vine. That was six seconds. Twitter, I've got a new invention, what is it? It's Twitter, but it's twice as many characters. That's not really an invention, is it? <laughs> What's the next great leap going to be? Artificial intelligence. They keep talking about that all the time. They say, that's is the 50s. I think if you showed... And when that happens, by the way, we are fucked. <laughs> yeah, if... Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's gone from joyous to shitty straight up. I will not, I will not have a John robot Connor. wife. I've told Kelly. This, I, if I outlive you, Kelly, I will not have a robot wife. <laughs> I don't want to replace you with a robot. No. no. John Connor. I won't have sex with a wife, with, with a robot wife, right? I will be, I will, it will affect my libido, a robot wife. It'll just be me, my television, and Wankatron 3000. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the next step in technology. Oh, it'd be great, man. Just plug it in and just wanks you off when you're watching fucking Bargain Hunt. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Bargain on setting. <laughs> Kelly would have loved this. <laughs> so I'm not disrespecting her or nothing. She'd endorsed the Wankatron 3000. Yeah. She'd sanctioned this. I was actually staring her own at the time. <laughs> you still got it, love. You still got it. Yeah. I just salute the urn. <laughs> just before and ejaculation. Press, and then oh, press on. <laughs> I get in. Let's go. That's the most romantic thing you've ever said to me, mate. I got a deluxe model stick. It's like a finger be bum at the same time. <laughs> Del- Micatron 3000 XL. Does Mike love you? Does he? He told me the other day that he'd salute me. <laughs> <laughs> With both hands. With both hands. After he's 
pleasured by his futuristic whacking machine. What a romantic man. <laughs> oh, he's as faithful as a day is long. <laughs> you can never shoot him if somebody couldn't plug him. <laughs> I wouldn't leave the house. <laughs> oh, Ben, are you going to visit Dad? Am I fuck? <laughs> no way. No chance. You leave him in his little oh, white paddock. God. The problem is, he wants the white cutter on 3000 in the coffin with him. <laughs> When he eventually goes, and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read at the funeral. It'll be too weird. I didn't think we were start with wanking off a corpse in the first two minutes of the podcast. <laughs> it's, like, it's great. No, you're not a you're robot not, wanking off a corpse. <laughs> you're not, you're not a corpse, and it's you're still alive and kicking, Mike. You I just, would be kicking in a fucking you, coffin. You're, what are you buried for? No, no, no. It's like when you're dead. You know, it's like you know how some men get buried in their pajamas. You'd be oh, buried yeah. in yeah. your pajamas next to your wankatron. Yeah, some people get their Olympic medals in there with them. You get yeah, your yeah. wankatron three thousand in there. <laughs> They make they'd be selling like fucking hotcakes. Don't you worry. Write it down, mate. Write it down. Get to the patent office quick. If you listen to this and you you got a, you got a, a small to medium tech company, <laughs> I've got the product for you. I'm just imagining it's like something out of Futurama. A lot of clanking. Occasionally, yeah. could go wrong. Rip your dick off. Yes. Yeah. In my mind, it is it is a purely metallic robot yeah. hand. High risk, yeah. high reward. <laughs> 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 Ah, 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 ah. Don't stop, don't stop. <laughs> Inkjet printer. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you tried it would be fucking terrifying. Can you imagine? You'd be at the showroom, yeah. some 19 year old spotty goes, So, what do you do then? You, break, you sit down. You put your penis in the in the hole there, oh, and then yeah, yeah, really. yeah, just like it is on a video, the triangle is play. So off you go, and then um, yeah, I'll I'll be back in a couple of minutes. See how you're doing with it. Thank you. you change change grip strength and everything. Don't yeah, oh, stop is square. Two lines for pause. Yeah, <laughs> and then we've got a little cup holder then for the yard. <laughs> Not have that. Well, it's like a, like a head harness. Yeah, with like a fishing rod, and and the the urn would just be dangling in front of. Oh, that's thing. nice. <laughs> I got it all sorted. Yeah, head urn three, head urn three thousand. Can't wait. This. People who bought this also like this. <laughs> it's what she, it's what she would have wanted. God, the bleakest selection of Amazon reviews you've ever read in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I last left the house three and a half years ago, and it has performed faultlessly every day ever since. I've really put the Wonkatron 3000 through its paces over the last couple of weeks. I give it a hell of a fucking cane in. <laughs> hell of a cane in. I thought we got it. How did we get onto Wankatron 3000, I? Just talking about coffee and then it went. I don't know what <laughs> then all of a sudden, a robot wanking you off. How was your day, Leslie? All good? Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> well, it seems to be a fancy climax now, doesn't it? Yeah, I just can't wait to knock off uh, Knock one off. Yeah. Give the one Katron's 3000 another go. I don't think I've ever seen Rambo, actually. What? The film. I haven't seen it for 20 odd years. I don't think I've seen it. Can we do that? Can we get away with Rambo in a Michael Owens movie club? Ooh. Is it sport? No. I mean, it's war sport. It's war sport. It's war sport. It's sport war. Yeah. I mean, no is the answer to both those questions. That's deep, isn't it? Just because you say them in a philosophical way yeah. doesn't mean it's a relevant question. Our water sport sport. 
<laughs> no. Nothing in those films. It depends, doesn't it? God, I'd be scripting the battle, wouldn't it? I just that's watching porno. Right, that up against tax. You're accounting saying, what's porn up what's for this? then? What's this? Oh, it's a sports <laughs> podcast I do. Working it. Sadly, I think there is a, probably a market as well. That's the thing. There is an audience for it. I'm your man. I mean, if you want to host for that. <laughs> what? Us doing man. a podcast where we analyse... But we end up talking about 442 and stuff, haven't we? That's the thing. So she, yeah, it does yeah. go the other way. So she doesn't yeah. sex club. Well, Kelly, leave the tea outside, babe. Thank you. <laughs> document, document, document. <laughs> <laughs> Doing research. Research it. I'm doing it for the Patreons. It's not for me. I don't, even, I don't get any pleasure out of this. If anything, it's spoiled oh, pornography for me. Don't let the boner fool you. The money's nice. But I've lost one of my favourite hobbies. Can't imagine that. There's a bit there where Ian Wright talks about the fact. Right? <laughs> you alright? You're on a time delay. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> Buffering, hang on. You're buffering for 35 minutes. He says, because uh, he didn't come through the academy system and he wasn't coached from a young age quite quite rigidly, yes. that, that he just loved football, loved training, loved being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it, was, it was always a joy to him. It never seemed like a bind that some of those kids have been through it since, you know. And for me, imagine <laughs> if someone just made you watch porno films at the age of 13 and you had to whack off like twice a day. Imagine getting tired of it. I've got to be honest. I'm not sure your point is. <laughs> I'm just I think saying. saying that he loves porn as much as Ian Wright loves, loves football. football. At the age of 22, you didn't think you were going to get to watch porn, did you? <laughs> I saw a mate of mine from school who said, don't give up on it, bubs. Do not give up on it. One of your mates had a porn mag in school. It's all right. It's all right for you, isn't it? You've had that since you were 16. <laughs> I'm 22. I'm just looking at the K's catalogue. Oh, brilliant. One finger in the camping equipment in case your mum walks in. <laughs> Masturbate, look at the camping equipment, Michael. <laughs> Just tell them I really want to go camping. It's love camping, Mum. I didn't like camping that much, Mike. Sorry we've never been now. We're wasting all our money on hotels. <sighs> Bob! <Maybe>. Bob! <laughs> Mike loves camping. <laughs> Bob! Oh, he's in the shower. <laughs> I just love all of the different sized tents. <laughs> My worry is, what will he be like when he's in a real tent? God, and not when he's just up. looking at pictures of tents in the I'm country. I'm sharing with him. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get him his own tent, Bob. Should we start with him camping in the back garden? I think I've told the story about the camping stove. I don't know if no. I want to hear it. This is funny. Does it end in you ejaculating? <laughs> yeah, well, it does actually, but. Great. <laughs> Great. Yes, please. Well, no, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but not through lack of trying. While I was living in Bath, I went out on the piss one Saturday. <laughs> no, one Friday night I went out. And I, I forgot I had an eye test booked for the Saturday morning in the boots in, uh, in Bath, right? Right. Because I always wanted glasses. I thought they looked quite cool. But I, I never needed them, right? So I, yeah. I kept going for it. So I had an eye test booked in for the Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. Went on the piss Friday. Get to my eye test Saturday. Yeah. The optician was stunning. She, right, she was about 20 years of age. Gorgeous. I'm still a bit tipsy from the night before, right? 
Yeah, confident. And, uh, she's, and she's got her eyes. I, 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 I was taking it. I, was, I thought she was giving off signals. But what she was really trying to do was assess my eyes off. <laughs> <laughs> she's really doing her job. Yeah. So, but she was right. Like when they put that thing in, the, in, in your eye and then they do yeah. that. You know, they they, they yeah. blow in your eye as well. I don't think they blow, isn't there like an air puff? There's like a little, yeah, like a, yeah. Like a little thing. In, I to me, it's blowing. Yeah. Essentially, foreplay, isn't it? Let's be yeah, honest. okay. So we get chatting anyway, doing the assessment. And then. He was chatting. To marry you. <laughs> is, is she <laughs> asking you what letter you can read? <laughs> no. <and> you're wanting to have sex with her. That wasn't chatting. That's, chat, that's not chatting. <laughs> can you read the top line? Mm hmm. Oh. I know you. Oh, yeah. Top line, my Speaking ass. Speaking my language. <laughs> no, so she was very attractive. She was very S close to me. E X. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I was still a bit tipsy. Is the point right? And I was in my, you know, in my pump at the time. Should we get chatting? And I said, oh, what, so what are you up to this you weekend? You show you? the remote control. Do it anything. <laughs> <laughs> right the way up to there. Right the way up to there it went. Why are you scratching the nail file for? Oh, mm. oh I wonder. <laughs> Why didn't you measure that scratch? And tell me what you think it's for. No, I was being very polite, very nice. And um, I saw we were up to this weekend. She said, oh, I'm, I think we're going, we're going camping. I said, oh, with, with friends of yours? <laughs> or with, uh, oh, no, with my boyfriend? I said, oh, that'd be nice for you. Well, that's devastating. I see, I see, for me. I see looking, looking forward to you. I'm not, not really. I don't really like camping. Or oh, my boyfriend. <laughs> she said, I said, oh, there we go. She said, oh, another weekend of cold beans. Not very romantic, is it? I said, well, uh, I, I'm sure you'll have a nice time. So anyway, I did need glasses, right? So I saved myself the money that I thought I was going to spend on glasses. I walk out of there. Now, about two doors down from Boots on Bath High Street yeah. is Millet's camping store, right? Oh, my God. He's I went straight. I walked in there. Right? Yes. What a fucking weirdo, man. He's a serial killer. <laughs> I bought a fucking camping stove and gas, right? And gas! Like a nice one as well, not like a, not like a shitty a one, like a disposable one. No, but they're all the small like, camping gas cylinders and a camping gas stove. Rolling in an eight kilogram gas. And like one of those collapsible nice um, saucepans you take camping, right? And I went to the card shop down the road and bought a card. Oh, God. Oh God. And then I wrote a card saying, um, couldn't bear to think you were eating cold beans. Oh, my God. I want to die for you. <laughs> were you couldn't ill? Bear, couldn't bear to think you were eating cold beans. How drunk <laughs> were you? <laughs> Have a lovely time. And the mic on the end of it, right? I fucking took it back. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking walk into boots, boldest brat. <laughs> fucking camping stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she had the next book cut in. I just sawed her in there with a fucking a come here the look and leave a fucking st stove a fucking stove <laughs> oh fuck
fucking Casanova. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> you oh, mad cunt. <laughs> I just remember that. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Oh, oh Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, We've oh done almost God. 40 podcasts. <laughs> How is that not the first thing you How ever told me? How is that not <laughs> mentioned in episode one? I couldn't bear to think you were going Jesus Christ. Oh, my, oh God. my God. You what terrified a young woman. <laughs> what was your thought? Oh, my God. What did you think? Oh, my God. Good God. Oh, are you still enjoying it? The boots, yeah. You're, the you're general public from, are quite weird. You me from 45 <laughs> minutes ago. Perfect <laughs> eyesight. <laughs> Slight smell of boots. <laughs> oh, my God. Does oh, Kelly know that? It was Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I've remembered my Johnny Marr point. Oh, Christ on a bike. Oh, Go on. God he doesn't... You've been vacant... He doesn't for 20 like minutes. looking back, and then a few years ago, he listened to Strange Ways Here We Come, which he hadn't listened to for over 20 years, and he said he remembered every single note. There wasn't an aspect of that album that wasn't seared did, onto his but mind. But did, did he like it? That's the, yeah, I think that's he did like it. I think he liked I think he's proud of the Smiths. Good. Yeah. So we should. I just think that once the band had split up, he wanted to do something different, so he worked with Bernard Sumner and... Although Johnny Marr was a huge, you know, it was him and Morrissey, wasn't yeah. it? They yeah. The two, the, the most instantly recognisable of that band. But of those, it would still be, to the casual observer, it would be Morrissey's band, wouldn't it? There's probably an aspect of that if you're the guitarist. If you're a genius like Johnny Marr. They were the 1980s Lennon and McCartney or the 1980s Jagger and Richards, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And they had that yeah. amazingly potent, fertile, creative relationship. But then since they split up in 1987, they I don't think they'd recorded it since 1986. Wow. Yeah, the band officially split up in 1987. They were only together for five years. Bloody hell, I didn't know that. And the thing with the Smiths as well, Johnny Marr was on top of the pops with this charming man, which he wrote more quickly than he can play it. <laughs> because it just came out of him. Yeah. And they thought, oh, I'll do that twice, and then that's right. your song. Nailed it. He was on top of the pops. He was about, he was about eighteen. I mean, he was really really young. He was actually younger than people like Ian Brown and John Squire and Sean yeah. Ryder of the Happy Mondays, who came along much later. He was this prodigious talent, you know, brilliant oh, yeah. from a very very young age. And they were they had this amazingly fertile creative relationship. But then since then, since the band split up, they've just gone in such completely different directions. Oh yeah, I think he's very because he's played Smith songs live. And he, but he sings obviously. But I, I think he's proud of the stuff. I just don't think he wants to work with Morrissey ever again. Well, I was just singing it with a few mates of mine in a in a in, a, in, a, in a, only like a local band. We we never really gigged. We used to get together and have a jam and do songs. And but, but the guitarist there, my mate Paul, if we did like a Smith song, he'd be like, "Oh God!" I was like, yeah. "What's the matter?" He's like, "Do you know how hard Johnny <laughs> yeah, Martin? Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know how difficult this is going to be?" <laughs> oh my God, a nightmare. He's a gifted bloke, Johnny Martin. Yeah. I met him once. He played in in Cardiff. So you, st- you sound like you sound like Glyn off that Grand Slam. There. <laughs> Steve Fenwick's a friend of mine. Is he? I, I, I met him. I met him. Yeah. Yeah. Met yeah. you. I went to a gig. <laughs> no, I. 
I met him. I was 12 rows back. He was playing. So the Cribs were playing a gig in Cardiff. Yeah. And they all went for a drink in Crubby Verbach, the little indie club in Cardiff afterwards. Oh, cool. So when he walked in, my then girlfriend was DJing and the place yeah. went absolutely mental because Johnny Marr's oh, in an wow. indie club that's got 100 oh, people shit, in it. Yeah. yeah. So he sort of took refuge in the DJ booth because people were hassling him so much. So she texted me. She said, I've told him all about you that you're a big fan and he'd love, and he'd love to meet you, so come down. And I got so starstruck. I was, I was at home oh, like watching Match of the Day surprised. or something. But I thought, I can't do this. So I turned my phone off. I thought, no way. And then the next day... <laughs> you twat. Put it in the washing machine and ran away. The next day, my social media was just ablaze with people who'd met him. Because yeah. word had gone around Cardiff that he was in club and that he was approachable. So everyone had a selfie and all that kind of stuff. And I really regretted it. And I thought, right, if I ever get a chance to meet him after that, I'll, I'll have to grab it with both hands. And then he did a Radio X thing, a Radio X gig. Yeah. And obviously, when I was working at the station, so I talked to Mike while she was head of music, and I said, "Can I meet him? Because I, I fucked it up a few, you know, about ten years ago. I'd love to meet him, and I think I'm ready. I think I'm emotionally and physically ready to meet him this time." And Mike said, no. "Yeah, yeah, of course you can." So he d- he he did a little gig, and then he did a Q and A with John Kennedy. After that, it was about an hour and a half. We went into the little into the little dressing room they had for for that kind of thing. And it was just Mike Walsh and Johnny Marr and me and another DJ on the station. And because I'd just been watching the band on my own, I hadn't, I hadn't said anything. I hadn't spoken for about an hour and a half. I'd just gone straight into the little room where I knew we'd be. Love you. But what happened was, and I, I, this has never happened to me, but it never happened to me before. It's never happened to me since. Because I hadn't spoken for about an hour and a half, when I was introduced to him, my voice came out probably three octaves higher than it usually is. <laughs> so he went, um, uh, so Mike Walsh went, uh, Johnny, this is Ellis, he uh, does our Saturday afternoon show, he's a big fan, he'd love to meet you. And Johnny went, I am Johnny. And I went, hiya Johnny, it's Ellis. <laughs> 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 lovely gig, such a great choice of songs, and I'd lovely to hear all the songs that I haven't heard for so long. I thought, right, well, this is, this is going worse than I'd expected. And I thought, well, it's fine, it's fine. You haven't spoken for a bit, so I'll have a sip of water or have a sip of beer yeah. and then clear your throat and then you'll be normal again. Yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah, it's good out there, actually. Yeah, it's nice, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just good to play in little intimate rooms where you can see, you know, whites of people's eyes. I was like, so I went, <coughs> yeah, I imagine you don't have any gangsters. They sent them out anymore. Do you, Johnny? He was like, no, no, I don't actually. I was like, <coughs> hey, John. Interesting mix of old and new. And I thought, what the fuck what is, is happening on? to you? Your voice puberty. broke 20 years ago. Come on, man. And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, radio actually be dead good to me. Cause, What's uh, up with your voice, Al? Cause, yeah, because you know, you, you, you Listen to you on the radio and everything. You sound fucking weird today. Yeah, yeah, the, the fact you, you, you play the record so much, it means a lot to me. I was like, yeah, well, we play you twice an hour, actually. And I was like, come on, Ellis. And it just went from bad to worse. So I would, I would go off to the corner... Because I didn't want to leave the room entirely. Because I thought if I leave the room entirely, he'll that, that would be his, his claim to leave. Yeah. 
So he would he was sitting there eating grapes, and I would go off into the corner, and I would just go. <laughs> 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 and then, I would go back Who's and my voice, with the my voice was just as high as it had been before. You look like fucking it John's was, not mad from the 80s. I, I look like I had TB is what I look like. <laughs> so yeah, and I it, and then and then it was it was Dan O'Connell was the other DJ and Dan's very tattooed and Johnny's tattooed. And Johnny likes music, I like music, we like similar music, that's great. He likes football, he supports Man City. I like football, I know about Man City. There are so many things I could have talked to him about. The one the one thing I've got nothing on is tattoos. So as soon as they started talking about a tattoo parlour in LA that I'd never heard of. Yeah. That obviously I then drifted out of the you conversation. Now it's time to chip in, did you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would have a big old cough, and then I would chip in with, "But what do they look like when you're old?" Is what I always think of when I think of tattoos. <laughs> and then he sort of look at me and done. <laughs> it was fucking awful. This must be quite painful in your head, aren't it? Man, your uncle is painful as well, Johnny. I admit him, I got tattooed on his foot. He said it was proper painful. Yeah, he said it killed. Does it kill? Does it kill? I knew a girl had it. She had it anyway. a tattoo on the inside of her lip leg. He said, fuck off on the inside of her lip. Yeah. Spider's web on your face as well. Which is a quite a... Is it? Is, is it true, John? You're back in the old days in the police. You couldn't have any visible tattoos. It's quite a confronting look, is it? The spider's web and t- clown's tears. Yeah. Anyway, go on, go on, good gig. It was fucking... Take care now, John. Surrendered. Give him love to one. It was a fella Morrissey in there. You still mates with him? A fella. You still mates with him. And I walk, as I walked out, you're so bad, isn't it? <laughs> I walked out. My course. No point falling said, over over stuff, is it? No <laughs> point crying over spilt milk like him, John. He said I was. Ta-da! He said I was that, hell. And it gave me a thumbs up, and I went, fucking horrendous! <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, see you on Saturday! And yes, somebody wait! <laughs> Yeah, I thought about on the tattoo, like, but um, I never cared enough about something because I think if I'm going to have a tattoo, like, yeah. it should mean something, innit? That's what I always say about yeah. tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that about tattoos, don't I? Know all the boys in the studio will tell you I'm saying that about tattoos yesterday, wasn't I? <laughs> I love tattoos, I do. I haven't got any like, but I love looking at some of them. I know all of them, only some of them. For some of them don't mean nothing. I'm thinking of having a big ankle on my arm like I was in the Merchant Navy in the olden days. But I don't know, see, because I never have been in the Merchant Navy. I could have like a, a cab on there, like, because uh, I don't, I actually quite like the police and I like to look a bit edgy, like. Anyway, all the best, take care, God bless, Tara. <laughs> Give me left to Mr. Morris when you see him. Mr. Morris. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Morris, Stephen Morris, at your service. <laughs> I've got to take my top off. I'm sweating. Are you going to show me? I got tattoos on me. I love. Well, I say love. I'm like I've had one of those henna ones. You know, I've had one of those. But I made an allergic reaction I did on my face went up like a big balloon, so um. But it, 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 
this is a proper tattoo. <laughs> no. Why are you not talking to me? <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, I'm a gobbler. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I did have a tattoo, he'd probably say gobbler. I was saying the other day, I was saying, I want to have a tattoo, but I'm having a gobbler on the leg. Gobbler. I mean, that goes like G-A-B-B. And then, and then a full stop to make that eight and fingers. And then for the thumbs, I'd have Mr. Mr. Space Gobbler, 10. <laughs> anyway, I'm parked in the NCP and it costs an arm and a leg, so I'm going to go, Mr. Johnny. Mr. Johnny. You'll probably bring him park on double yellow, you're so famous. <laughs> like Princess Bloody Diana, you are. God rest us all. You Mr. Morris. God rest his soul. <laughs> well, there we are, John. It's one room for you and one room for us normal people, isn't it? Get out of the fucking tattoo. <laughs> you guys, suppose if you run out of body, you could just you could just have it as an acronym, but it would take a lot of explanation, wouldn't it? <laughs> I suppose you're so rich now, John, you could shave a cat and tattoo that in lieu of like any more body Do you play guitar every day? I can strum. Can you? I can strum a couple of notes. Like I'm not a bad strummer. Should we have a strum? <laughs> can I touch your guitar? <laughs> can I hold it? Have you heard the Rebecca riots, John? I mean, this, is, this is basically what it was like. <laughs> Where do you stand on poverty in the 19th century, Commander? <laughs> so, uh, a footballer phoning up a football phone-in, which is always a recipe for something good. This is uh, Robbie Savage phoning up uh, football phone-in in South Wales on a radio station that was called Real Radio. Um, to, he'd been dropped from the Wales squad and he's having a chat with former Wales international, Leighton James. Are, have, you, have, you had a, have you had a rejection from Tosh then? Have I've, you, not have, spoke, I've not spoken to not, not one word. Not one word. Have you written to him? Right. I think my written to him. Yes, yeah, so oh, no, I know. in school. It's a, it's a simple question. Well, you you just said you just. Oi, oi, oi! Don't don't cut me face, off. You want to do face to just face. suggested something then. Why I don't, heard, I heard why, why don't you get in your car and drive down there then? I'm prepared to anything I can well, to do play it for then. my country again. Do it then. I, don't I come on here. Do don't do come it. on here and say I'm prepared to do it. You've had you've had six months to do that. Does that never cross your mind? Six months later. To, to walk in, I, I, I won't be walk in. to be humbled in front of all the lads. No, listen, kid, nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying okay, that. Nobody's saying that. Get off your soapbox. Nobody's saying that. No, right? What we're box. saying is, no, right? Listen, what we're you, saying you is. Up, you what, weren't a bad player. You weren't the greatest player in the world. I, what, I never professed to be. You weren't the greatest player in the world. You were, you had, you had, you were, you were technically right, but you weren't the best tackler. You, you wouldn't go no. for 50-50s as far as my well, father remembers. Well, I'll tell you something, sir. <laughs> I'll tell son. you that now. I'll anyway, t- and if, hey. if I play against you these days. Uh, <laughs> this used to get played in the office I used to work in because we used to work in a, I used to work in a sports office as a journalist. And I think from the day that this went out, this was played almost on a daily basis, just to lift morale. <laughs> were you a, you're a sports journalist, Steph? Occasionally. It never comes across. It, it, it never comes across. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, the, the moment where Leighton James asks Robbie Savage to write to John Toshak. There are two things. <laughs> he, has a, he has a go at him for not writing John Toshak a letter, right, asking yeah. why, he's, why he's not... Um, being selected for the squad 
And also, Robbie Savage, I think quite reasonably, says... What sort of manager, modern day manager, doesn't have a mobile phone? And Nate James goes, he's got no need for a mobile phone. Why should he have a mobile phone? <laughs> it's the way the Leighton kept calling him son all the time. Yeah, that's, yeah. What? And that's you wouldn't a, have caught me, son. You wouldn't have caught me, son. What a wanker's trick. I'd be taking the first taxis to the studio, honestly. Um, Robbie says, well, you know, I, I, I mean, I'd attack. I didn't play. I didn't see you play. But my, my dad said you didn't like to get stuck in. You didn't no, go I'd, into I'd, 50-50s, I'd, according I'd, to my dad. Yeah, I'd attack on <laughs> oh, you. Oh, brilliant. And then you, you wouldn't have caught me, son. You wouldn't have caught me. <laughs> And it is. Like Dad said, you're full of shit, basically. That's basically it. It was pretty. I never saw you play, but my dad said you were awful. He said you, te- oh, you were technical. Super. You were technical. Well, I thought Robbie came across. Said you were technical. Robbie came across quite well. She sort of says, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the most gifted player in the world. Well, I'll work hard and I pass to players yeah. who are more skillful than me. Yeah. Well, I do, you know me, Al. I don't watch a lot of football. But when they built the Millennium Stadium, I was building it. I went down to see two Wales games. I think Wales played Brazil. Oh, yeah. I was and I went to go and see, I think it was Wales, Norway, maybe. Oh, yeah, it was one of the first ones, yeah. And I don't know a great deal about football. I watched Robbie Savage go from 18-yard box to 18-yard box for 90 minutes, like a a banshee. He must have done 15k, 20k running. You can level lots of things at Robbie Savage. You cannot level that he was ever unfit. His work rate was phenomenal. His work rate was insane. And also, (laughs) he knew what his job was. Hmm. Lytton James, I think it's actually... If you're under the age of 45, it's easy to forget just how good Leighton James was as a player. In his yeah. point, he played for very. He played for the Swans under Toshak. He played for Derby and Burnley. I am. Um, there were some Burnley fans in my local pub um, a few months ago because they they played Palace, and I got chatting Bunch to them. Of Northern Ponces. What were you doing? But I said, <laughs> but I, I said, oh well, you know, whenever I think of Burnley, I I think of Leighton James. Yeah. And they all, they were all in their 50s and 60s, and they all went, world class, world class. He was the best winger in Europe in his, in his day. Yeah. And his, you know, he was a really good player for Wales. What was, what was, Le- what was Leighton's problem with Robbie? Was it, was it not personal? Well, Leighton, I mean, Leighton and John Toshak were teammates for Wales in the yeah. 70s, and also then Toshak, when he was playing manager of the Swans, Leighton was in his team, you know, the Swansea's most um, successful side of the early 80s, the one that went you know, fourth division to first division and came sixth in the first division. So, you know, they go back a, a long way, those two. But I remember my dad telling me in the week um, a couple of great stories. One, one was that I didn't realise that when, before I was I came on the scene, uh, so sort of 1970, 71, around that time, Yeah. my dad and my mum would go to see Cardiff City play at Ninia Park, which I, did, I didn't know. Um, and mum would wear, I think I told you, mum would wear like a, a, she was a school teacher at the time, she'd wear a blonde wig so nobody can recognise, you know, the kids that she taught wouldn't be able to recognise her, like standing in the bob bank. Um, <laughs> and my dad... What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fucking hell was that? Uh, my old man should be a Swansea fan. I said, not now, mum. Right, so... So, um, uh, but he, he, he listened to the pod last week and he told me about the time when he had a run-in with the Millwall fans. Wow. I, I, I was like, I said, what? And he said, he, there was a, it was a Cardiff-Millwall game. Yeah. He said, and one of these, what, is it F Troop? Yeah, yeah. One of these youngsters, I don't know if he was an F Troop or the treatment, but he was, he was, he was a young, young hooligan. He's running through, I don't, know, I don't know what part of the sand it was in, but knocked this, this lady over and knocked her a cup of tea everywhere, um, being, being a bit of a dick. So my old man, being my old man, grabbed this bloke by the neck, right? Said, next street thing, justice. 
Yeah, well, just to grip and say, what, you know, what you're doing sort of thing. So the next thing, there's about eight or nine of these Millwall lads and my dad. And my dad thinks I'm going to get a shoe in here. And that's, that is, this is what's going to happen next. And then two of the Cardiff City team, one was a Scottish player and one was, I think, a Welsh boy, basically stepped into the stand. This is, this is the end of the first half. Stepped wow. into the stand to back my dad up, at which point the Cardiff City fans have obviously got the players' backs as well. So yeah. that's, all, that's all sorted. Come on, Harry the dog. But, Chill out. But also... But also <laughs> Harry the dog. He's <laughs> just... Oh, I am... Um, You've got to be back and play a group in the morning. Come it on. Is, it is quite rare. <laughs> that's on your CV. <laughs> it is quite rare that the players themselves get involved. I remember Carragher doing this with Adrian Durham on TalkSport. Yes. Adrian Durham had accused Carragher of, lock, of lacking bottle. Yes. So Carragher called him up and said, what are you talking about? And, you know, stood his ground. And did Lampard... I think Frank Lampard well. phoned up something, didn't he? Yeah. Talk sport Frank, off the top of my I think head. it might have been Adrian Durham again, actually. Yeah. Adrian Durham as previous, that kind of thing. I, mean, I, listen, I, don't think, I listened to that, and I didn't think Robbie Savage came off badly from that at all. No, and also it's it's the pre-606 media Robbie Savage. So he well, yeah. comes across as being quite meek. Yes, he does, and now, yeah. And I, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing Robbie Savage last week. I'd never met him before. Yeah. And I... You know, we started recording at half past one. That's my first question at one thirty-three. I didn't say anything then, apart from thanking him for coming on the podcast <laughs> at twenty past three. <laughs> because, you know, I've got a lot of time for Robbie. I, I like his punditry. Yeah. But like he just doesn't stop talking. And, and he, you know, nowadays he would give both barrels to Leighton, to Leighton James because he That's does that role, six though, or six every yeah. week. Yeah. And that is yeah. his role. And he did it to me. So he... You know, he he played with Ryan Giggs in the class of ninety two. I said, So do you think that Ryan has got the attributes to be to be a successful Wales manager? Yeah. And um <laughs> you know, he went, Well what do you think, Ellis? And he completely turned the Brilliant. conversation back on me. And I and I got absolutely savaged. Like Brilliant. like I got I got savved <laughs> and because I because I hadn't expected to be answering the questions. I felt like some Paul Sod is on the way back from Stoke away. He's because he's had a few cans. He's oh, decided to call six or six. When he's driving the gigs or driving from gigs to put six or six on and listen to punters, you know, someone who I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking truck drivers, but someone who's a truck driver taking complete umbrage with with a particular formation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, having this yeah. brilliant idea about brilliant idea how the game should be played and what, yeah, what yeah, that manager yeah. should be doing with the team, right? And then. At what point do you stop indulging those people? Because obviously you've got to get people phoning in, and, and it's nice to nice to have the banter. But you, but you must want to say at some point, mate. No offence, <laughs> but you're speaking out your ass. Like you don't know what you're talking about. What Robbie doesn't say in that clip, which is what he means, but he doesn't say it in so many words. Is listen, we have a very shallow player base because we're a small country. Yeah. It's a strange decision that he doesn't select me when I'm playing for Blackburn Rovers, who came sixth that season and qualified for the UEFA yeah. Cup. Perhaps you're playing with better players, Robbie. Perhaps you're playing with better players. Two guys. <laughs> Two guys. Yeah. Two guys. But it's also a real, it's a bit of a wanker's trick. You know, all right, then who are you better than then? You know, if, so it, it could be a comedy booker, it might be it might be a boss, it might be a football yeah, manager, it might yeah. be a pundit. For him to say to Robbie on air, you know, who are you better than then? The presenter says, well, actually, there is, even if you include... Kumas and uh, Simon Davis and Giggs on the left-hand side, there is still a still gap a in space. that field. And he goes, who do you put that? Who do you pick? And he goes, well, I would pick Robbie Savage. Yeah, I think Robbie's on the phone. He did. That was I'm a classic, idiot. wasn't it? And, but then Lane is like, oh, you're not ganging up on me. Eh? 
Yes. Oh, it's like that, is it? It's like that, is it? Yeah. yeah get me on the earth, you can all gang on me, is it? Right, oh, I get it. No, I get it. That's right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, have a go at Leighton Day, is it? Let's fucking have a go at Leighton. Have a pop of Leighton today, is it? Leighton, just hang on a minute, mate. <laughs> oh, I fucking reading your mail, mate. Oh, I get new. Oh, sunshine. It, I can fucking rem- suss you out. It reminded me of being in pubs. When someone is taking the piss out of one of the le- out of one of the regulars, yeah, and it's really changes. funny until about half past ten. Yes, when he's had one too many, and now you're like, oh god, there's going to be a fucking fight now because we've been taking the piss out of the fact that he orders roast potatoes and boiled potatoes for his Sunday dinner. I mean, this was all funny an hour ago, but now <laughs> now his face is red. All right, uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Police, police, you are, see, boys, police, you are, come in and you Just because I like, I like Dauphinoise potatoes, boiled potatoes, Pembrokeshire new potatoes, I'll eat any. And my wife knows that, and my friends and family who love me, my loved ones know that. But that, boy, oh, bully, oh. Fuck off, Dave, you see, we did mash, but we know what you're talking about, man. Bully and Malcolm, yeah, very, uh, very mash big boy, mash you. boy. Oh, yeah, have a go with me, because I've got nice hair like you, is it, Rob? Yeah. Is it, Rob? With your fucking shampoo and your long hair, and their highlights, I can see the bottom of your hair. What are you talking about, man? 50-50. 50-50, indeed. You know, because Robbie, he has got a shared dressing room with those players, so it, it puts him in such a yeah, difficult he's position. Say, he's he's brilliant. Drop. Still my favourite part, though, is just... Have you, have you written... Write him a letter, Write him a letter, Write him a letter. Write him a letter. Like we're in school. We're going to write to him. Uh, yes. I say to my missus, my, my, my lovely wife's an, an English... was an English teacher. She's the she's a, she's a deputy head now. Well done, Cal. Saves me having to have a job. Right, so... Uh, <laughs> but they still, as part of GCSE in this country, right? GCSE English, yes. right? Write a letter to your local MP explaining that. I thought, I said, fuck me, these kids have never seen a pen. What, what are they going to write? And it's like, yeah. how are you going to write stuff? Like, your address, top left corner, then their address, and then, then the tagline, and then dear so and so. I said, Kelly, no one's writing letters, right? Who's writing letters to anybody? Apart from Robbie Savage to John Toshak, no one's writing letters. English ECC, question three. <laughs> you are a disgruntled Premier League footballer. <laughs> Your manager has just dropped you from the national setup. Yeah. He does not have a mobile phone. <laughs> we'll get his address then. Please write four Oh, you can get his address off the FEW. Get a post box or something. Some of his reasoning, it sounds like two drunk men arguing. He sounds like he's having a kebab in the second half. There's <laughs> <laughs> fucking gets, chili sauce on you, man. I told him, what? And the way he gets... I said garlic sauce. And the way he gets Robbie to admit... That he hasn't written John Toshat a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go then. You clearly don't want to play for your country. Oh, so you want to play for your country, do you? But you can't be bothered to buy a stamp. Leighton, Leighton, I didn't have a stamp. You could borrow a stamp. I didn't have a stamp. Can I ask you a question, Robbie? Can I ask you a question? You play for Blackburn. I'm assuming you don't live in the town itself. You probably live in the the outskirts of some small village in Lancashire. Does Does your village have a shop? Yeah? Well, could you buy yourself an envelope? And a stamp? Does your village have a post box, Robbie? <laughs> Do you pass a post box on your way into training on a daily basis? Well, there we are then. Well, there we are then. International footballer, Robin, you can't afford 21p for the first class stamp, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Go second class. Go second class is not a fixture for three months. <laughs> All right, then it'll take a day longer to arrive. 
That's how much you want to play for your country, is it? I love uh, <laughs> Muhammad Ali. I just read one, two, three, four, the book about the Beatles, the Beatles yeah. in Time. And there's really famous photos of the Beatles meeting Muhammad Ali around the time he fought um, Sonny Liston. And the photos are really famous. There's the one where they're all lying on the floor of the ring and he's and he's shouting at them. And there's the one where he looks like he's going to punch Ringo and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And apparently he turned up, and I think it might have been the Beatles' first tour of America. So he turned up at the gym and the Beatles were there. And he said, right, do you want to make some money? And then he was great in front of the cameras and he was amazing. And apparently he hadn't really wanted to do it. And they weren't, they were a bit unsure because he wasn't Muhammad Ali then. He yeah. was a, a challenger in a title fight. So they weren't sure if it was worth it as well. And then they had a, a fantastic laugh. And you see these photos, and they're two icons of the 1960s, you know, the Beatles and Muhammad Ali. And apparently, as soon as the Beatles left, Ali said to his trainer, who are they? <laughs> he, had no, he had no idea who they were. There's a great photograph. I'm not doing this because you mentioned the Beatles, Al, but of Elvis and Muhammad Ali. Oh, <laughs> yeah. In the 70s, where they probably were the two biggest or most recognisable people in public life right? yes certainly on earth I'd imagine um, <laughs> certainly on earth yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if not if not, if not everywhere yeah <laughs> alright I, I say, I say your Mars is your Venus is your Mercury's <laughs> you got your Uranus <laughs> your Jupiter's your Saturn's <laughs> I love pluralising stuff yes yeah. yes your Barcelona's your Real Madrid's <laughs> you forgot you've forgotten your Pluto boss <laughs> oh wake up Dave it's not 1950 <laughs> It's been a planetoid for f- 60 years, man. <laughs> but they loved each other's style as well. You know, they, they both have, were, were known for their style, not just what they did, but how they did it. He was admiring one of Elvis's uh, jumpsuits. So Elvis got him a, a gown for his next fight in an Elvis style. It's a beautiful-looking gown. With, um, it's either says Champ or his name on the back of it, but it's, it's a rhinestones and... It's a stunning bit of kit. And and he wore it to to his next fight yeah. into the ring. But he lost the fight. So we never and being a boxer and being a sportsman, superstitious, he never wore it again. Yeah. So Yes, that but there's great photographs of those two hanging out together. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, Christ, imagine walking in a room thinking you're an A lister and there's bloody Elvis and Muhammad Ali shooting the shit. Yeah, quite a lot on BBC Wales. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a bit of Five Live as well. It's going all right, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the thing I'm excited about at the moment is a podcast I do with my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get a Patreon going. If you could mention the Patreon of one of your gigs, Elvis. <laughs> and and Mohammed, if you could maybe mention Muhammad. it sort of before one of your big <laughs> fights against, against George Foreman or Ken Norton or something, that'd be really yeah. good. Well, he'll be plugging his, his lean... Is lean, mean, fat, reducing driller machine. <laughs> sort of p- plug the patron for us, like, you know Cause, what I mean? Because the thing is, it's not just giving us money, there's there's also an additional film podcast called Michael Owen's Movie Club. Yeah, yeah. Point that out. And not, I, know, I know I'm mooching, like, there's a mug in it for you. Yeah. And an ad free version, because I, I know people find the adverts annoying. So I'm not going to take up any more of your time, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Maybe could you put it on the inside of one of your LPs, Elvis? <laughs> yeah. Just put that distant pod and then people can find out for themselves. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, it's internet, it is. It's a thing. <laughs> it's for the future. Don't worry. Well, podcast, I suppose, is like a big, in our case, well, unedited Imagine like, imagine like a, a yellow pages, but on your telly. Yeah, but in your pocket. And a record player on a map. And, and like a way of sending letters to your friends, but they, an, they answer in instantaneously it's like in a, your pocket. It's like a dictaphone, like we can use it to phone people as well. <laughs> <laughs> and do typing on it and stuff. A record player on the map. Yeah. I'm, I'm it don't a, cost I'm nothing, that's a thing. On a big TV camera. And then there's a sort of signal in your house you can't see and then it all gets it from that then. And they, basically, like, you can not listen to radio shows on it, right? But they're like radio shows, but <laughs> listen to them when you're ready for them. And you can either pay or be a cunt. Suppose it's the equivalent of people stealing your records, Elvis. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. watching your boxing for free. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> Home no. taping is killing music. You know, that's what they say. They minted mine, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't do it in a studio. We just got like mics in the house. Yeah. I mean, Mike, he calls it a bar. It's a garage converted, really. <laughs> it's a garage with a fridge, like. Yeah, anyway, thanks, boys. Enjoy your night. <laughs> Cheers, Elf. <laughs> cheers, cheers, Mo. Cheers, Elf. <laughs> Elf a nice boy, that Mo, mate, isn't he? Elf a scrap of What boy. I think's funny was Skip it. It's like Skip saying it's like his little girls and boxers do it. It's like I've never understood why he saw those two groups of people. Anyway, at Distant Pod, if you get, if you get the chance. <laughs> I'll say this for Elf, mate. He can hold a tune. <laughs> Lovely singing voice, Adam. Not much of a scholar, but a lovely singer voice. <laughs> Have you ever been to Atlantic City? No. No. It is. Oh, no, you were there with Nigel Havers, didn't you? you yeah, me and Nigel flew over to. Yeah. Yeah. With Don DeLuise and Fred Astaire, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I went with Gandhi, actually. I should probably have right, yeah. said. You, you, did, you did say. You had twos up on Princess Grace. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like if you went to Vegas in the 70s. Oh, this sounds right But as soon as you stepped out of a casino, you were in Skegness. <laughs> I'll just change that. Change it's, the it's, it's the worst place I've ever been in my life. Really? It's, oh, it's the entire boardwalk is full of crackheads, and the casinos are full of depressing gamblers. Whereas Vegas is full of really high flying, cool. You know, yeah, yeah. Let's play craps. I do. This I is do. full of old grannies putting money in the slots at three a.m. Who were there at yeah. three p.m. There's a lot of that in Vegas as well. I mean, you go into a seven. You, you don't see Richard Gere there with Julia Roberts. <laughs> going to a Seven Eleven to buy a can of Sprite, and there'll be some old lady on the gambler in uh, in Vegas. It's a very very weird place. I'm not sure I go back. That's true. Actually, I, I I went to watch Kazaki um, fight Bernard Hopkins in Vegas. So him, so we all, you know, me and my mate who liked boxing all went. Because we didn't realise that A, he'd win, and B, that would then be his launch pad for his American career, because he fought Roy Jones Jr. in New York a year yeah. later. And I wish I'd gone to that one instead, because I'm not a gambler. <laughs> and if you don't like gambling, 
It's, it's quite boring, isn't it? Literally nothing to do in Las Vegas. You know, I, it's quite a big place, so I assumed, obviously, that it would be gambling-orientated. I didn't think... They'd be focused well, on it. Be absolutely well, nothing else. You've read the rough guy, haven't you? <laughs> he's a Massachusetts boy. He's got a brilliant yeah. sweatshirt at the beginning. So I'm assuming he's like a Boston-area boy. Yeah. Anyway, right? yeah, he's from Lowell. Lowell in Massachusetts. And we talked right at the top about Cabot being like a Welsh grandparent, right? Mm. If that was Irish... He'd be known as like Irish Dick Cavett. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But the Welsh tend to sort of assimilate quickly. So I mean, I, I, like Mickey Ward, I assume was born in the states. Well, I, I, I looked into this because his, nick- Irish because his nickname Ward. was Irish Mickey Ward. We're talking yeah. great great grandparents. Oh yeah, I love that. You know, I, I assume I assume that his both his parents were from Cork, and that, and yeah, that they, the very least. they'd moved the very over, least. and they'd moved over to they both kissed the blonde and they'd moved over to America six months before he was born and he went yeah. back there all the time no, he, no. he's completely yeah. he's from the east coast of America he's completely he's, 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 a, he's a redhead he is Irish Mickey Wood I love that the Irish the, and they're they're shameless the Irish about this aren't they absolutely shameless I've lived in you know I've lived in North America the number of Irish bars it's like Rod Stewart with his fucking Scotland bit. Yeah. Rod Stewart's about as Scottish as me. True story, my, my dad, in North Berwick, uh, North Berwick, the Nether Abbey Hotel in North Berwick, my dad was up there on a rugby tour in the 70s. He used to stay at the Nether Abbey Hotel. And I think the bloke... Let me get this right now. I think the bloke who owned the Nether Abbey at the time was the cousin of Rod Stewart, I believe. Right? So my dad went there in, like, whatever it was, 72 or 73. He gave my dad the room... That Britt Eklund and Rod Stewart had had the week before. Oh, wow. I know. How good is that? I mean, it'd be even better if they were still in there. And Dad was. <laughs> well, Britt. Dad was like one of those. Back, back, back in the, the dark days of uh, Swan, budget, Swansea budget. City in the late 90s, around the sort of Tony Petty era, Britt Eklund's brother was apparently interested in buying the Swans. <laughs> oh. Gary Eklund? Yeah. <laughs> the, thing, the thing you used to hear all the time. <laughs> In pubs in Swansea. And you see this all the time in the pubs around the Vetch and the Garibaldi and the Builders Arms and those pubs and the Clarence. You see this all the, the time. all the time. What I don't understand, right, is why doesn't Catherine Zeta Jones, Bonnie Tyler, just give the club £10 million and say, do your fucking worst? It's nothing to them, like, nice the small change, like, isn't it? Why does she make a film? Why doesn't Catherine eat the jewels? Just give the club, give Doug Sharp ten million pounds to say, "Do your fucking work." What's Mike Douglas worth? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to him, man. Nothing to him. It's fucking loose change to Michael Douglas, isn't it? We are scrapping for our lives in League Two. Sticking the club now. He could sort the fucking club out in an hour. <laughs> Why doesn't he do it? I don't understand. And he won't fucking do it, like. Yeah. What's fucking wrong with him, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> She's always going on about how much she fucking loves her hometown. Why doesn't she fucking bang that club ten million quid? I, n- I never understand. And Bonnie fucking Tyler, man, she's thick as fucking thieves to meatloaf. I know for a fact he's minted. Why doesn't Jim Steinman meatloaf? Bonnie Tyler, bang Doug Sharp ten million quid and say... All the boys turn up with a vetch on fucking big motorbikes, right? I can see the lodge now, lovely. He meets there with his with his wife, Mrs. Love. Right? Meets. Mr. and Mrs. Love on the halfway line and all the boys turn up on water bikes. Yeah, I can't sing at half time. Job done. 
Everyone goes down Derek's records, buys it on the single, buys a single. Come on, shake and see if it's die. He's a fucking Cardiff boy, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you can save Cardiff City. We got Bonnie Tyler and Catherine Zeta Jones, don't you? Oh, my gosh. Where's Andy Hopkins from? <laughs> Patalbert. Never know. Could be either. Yeah, could, could be either. Could be either, Patalbert. I know. Swing both ways on it, doesn't he? He'll swing both ways. <laughs> They're right on the cusp there, aren't they, Port Talbot? Well, Port Talbot's like five miles from Swansea, but it's there's a lot of Cardiff City fans in Port Talbot for some yeah. reason. I think it's because a it's lot of people from Cardiff moved down to Sandfields Estate to work in the steelworks in the 60s, I think is why. Yeah, it's the glamour of it, isn't it? <laughs> what makes me laugh about Swansea, mate, more than any other place I've been to in the world, right, is, and this is very much including my wife's family, right, they think the world basically ends at Port Albert. Right? You've seen the, t- the like the Truman Show. There's that dome. Yeah, yeah. That he sort of he sort of bangs into at the end. <laughs> well, for them, that dome starts in Port Albert. Yeah. And goes about maybe eight miles. Yeah, yeah. Junction forty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> Junction forty-eight, right? When I first when I first started seeing my wife, she'd say, "Um, well, I'll go get the car MOT tomorrow." I said, "Oh, no problem. I'll drop it down for you." No, so. You follow me down in your car. I said, to where? <laughs> Brunevred. I said, Brunevred in Swansea? What are you going there for? Get me MOT. I said, what's the fucking MOT in Cardiff? What are you doing? So her dentist, her doctor, her MOTs, her opticians, everything was in Swansea. Right? Yeah, yeah. For years. Yeah. Right? She was like the black sheep of the family because she had the audacity to leave Swansea, right? Because her dad, her mum, all the uncles, all the aunts, all everyone else lives in Swansea within about, you know, 150 yards of each other, right? I, I, and we should go down there every weekend, right? Yeah. I said, well, gay, why didn't you come up one weekend? Your dad. Oh, he doesn't like to drive. I said, well, he's a plumber. He drives all the time. He's got a, you know. But he just does his like, plumbing route in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Swansea area. Yeah. So the one Christmas he said, um, I like Mike, it's Jeff, isn't it? <laughs> I said, I like Jeff. <laughs> yeah, what it is, right? Uh, we're going to go shopping in MacArthur Glen for Christmas. I said, okay, yeah, oh, fair enough. Do you want to meet us halfway? Meet me there? So, because we didn't want to drive to Cardiff, yeah. you would drive halfway. So, rather than drive the full 40 miles, which takes about 40 minutes, he drove to, like, MacArthur Glen Shopping Centre. In Bridgend. Which, if you don't know the area, is in Bridgend. So, we had to drive 20 miles from our house. He drove 20 miles from his house. and went to a Franklin and Benny's in a yeah, shopping course. centre instead. Yeah, of course. The spud you like. Yeah. Well, we had a Frankie Benny's with Posh, but I mean... <laughs> that film, that was like a big excursion. Two things you don't see these days, poof and B-days. That's yeah. true. That is true. There can't be many houses since we the 1980s one. that have been built with a B-day. A couple of podcasts ago... Yes. Mike talked about how, when he came to that money, he went mad and bought Harley Davidson. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If this was 20 years ago, he'd have bought a B-day for the bathroom. I would say 30 years ago, actually. I have tried to buy, like, a 70s, like, on eBay, a four-piece bathroom suite. Right. So I think, like, an, like an aubergine or a plum, I'd love that. Four-piece? With a, with a, yeah, because you have the, you know, the bath, yeah. the sink, the toilet, yeah. and the beader. Right. They were always used to be four-piece sets. Okay. Like the, you know. So, in my dad's house, there was a four-piece bathroom set. Right. And my dad will tell you, nothing better after a game of golf or a day in the garden. Washing your balls or, you in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, which is what I have to do now. <laughs> but my dad in the 80s and the 70s, when he's working in Bristol, yeah. he could drive back from Bristol, stuck in a traffic jam on the old 7 Bridge, yeah. two, take him two hours to get home, vinyl seats in a Capri, 
<laughs> Upstairs, trousers off, B-Day on cool, splash. <laughs> Not even a hello to the kids on the way through the door. <laughs> the world's a better place. He loved the B-Day. Hi, Dad. Oh. What are you doing up there, Dad? I love it. And there was a little a lever. You could have it spray or rim. And I had to sort of put... <laughs> And rim just when it came out of the rim, not that it, obviously a little tongue didn't poke out of the bottom or anything. <laughs> and then spray, use your imagination, straight up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but some of them had well, downward pointing we taps. Uh, we're talking about Castleford against Wigan, obviously. Oh, you could fill the bowl. You could fill the bowl and dip your ass in it. Yeah, but I never got. <laughs> yes, it makes perfect sense if you ask me. The French think we're disgusting not having been. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The number of times when you, you know. Especially when you're younger and you're single and you're at somebody else's house and you're going to get lucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? What a drama. Yeah. You're going to wash your bloody bum and balls in the sink. <laughs> Isn't it? What, do you excuse yourself during dessert? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, not dessert. No, I, I, mate, I, fucking hell, Steph. If I, was, if I knew I was on a promise after dinner, <laughs> you know, I'm a dessert. I would have had a, I'd have had a proper shower, you know, and. Twelve hours before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the old days when he went out for a night out, yeah. and you met a young lady or a young man, whatever whatever your preference might be, yeah. Um, you know, get back to their place, yeah. And then have, to have you got a bee day? Quick, <laughs> yeah, have a quick wash. So, suddenly turn the conversation four pints in around to whether they have a four yeah, piece yeah. or a three yeah. piece bathroom out, out, suite. out of interest. In kiwis, <laughs> have you got a bee day? What a bee have day? You got a bee day in the house because. Because my intent is to have a clean bum. <laughs> my life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. <laughs> There's a t-shirt for you. <laughs> I intended to have a clean bum, but life, life gets, gets in, in the way. way. <laughs> that's, a, that's a beautiful lyric. But a B-Day, you'd be sorted. And you could use the hand towel, because it's going to be you're just using water. Oh, I don't know. Just, yeah, yeah. No, because it's No, I, I wouldn't clean. want you using the hand towel. No, but it's just water. I understand that, but it's also just a bum. I don't want any bums near hand towels. Why? If it's a clean bum? I don't don't care. There's no difference. Really? Well, don't invite me around for dinner. I won't. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Bum skin is just... It's just just toughened skin. It's just skin. It's just skin. It's just skin. Next Mm. to where poo comes out. It's just skin. Yeah, but clean, toughened skin. Clean skin. That occasionally sees some awful stuff. <laughs> a lot more awful than your hands. I think it's probably less germs on, the, on your bum than your hands. <laughs> on the whole. <laughs> on the whole. Boom. You're really proud of that. <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. I love the look on your face then. <laughs> Ching. Ching. Nailed it. Comedians do that all the time. You talk to a comedian, they'll say something off the cuff, and you can just see him thinking... You go, I need to write that. this down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta write this, gotta write this down this in the next That's, that's, that's good gear, it. actually. That's, that's, I've got a new material like on Sunday. I'll do that that's there. That's quite a funny line. But um, it's going to be quite hard to, 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 to shoehorn this entire I'm conversation. I'm going to link that to the I? bit I had about the, the <laughs> yeah. supermarket shopping. Supermarket shopping to clean hole. Come on, do all the links. <laughs> I remember once I was about, just before we move on. <laughs> Go on. Um, I got lucky with a young lady. This is God. This must be third, nearly thirty years ago. That's depressing. <laughs> and uh, I was back at her place, and thought I'd have a quick, you know, upstairs, make sure I was nice and clean. It's very gentle. He means a wash. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean washing my below below the yeah, waist yeah. area. Yeah, you're, you're down below, so you're twig and berries. Yeah, Stephen and, and the uh, twins. <laughs> yeah, my my, my branch and tangerine. <laughs> and I dried myself with. She had a white hand towel. I can see it like see it like it was yesterday. Oh no! And I thought I can't use that. That's that's offside. So what I did was, <laughs> I tore like a four inch wide strip off the hand towel. <laughs> I used that, yeah. right, to to make myself fresh down below. Yeah, with soap and water and everything else, and you know all the stuff. Uh, dried it with the the long the bit I hadn't destroyed. Right, you're an animal. You ripped yeah. a hand towel. But, but, but I thought, where am I going to put this bit of towel now? Well, yeah, I can't put, I can't put it down the sort of toilet. I'm like a, I'm not an animal, Alice. So I can't put it down the. Toilet you're also not an American comedy film. I can't put Good it on you. I can't put it in the bathroom bin. Yes, she'll suss it straight away. But eventually. So I opened the bathroom window, threw out the window, right? And only worked out when I was leaving there, post-event. Yes. There was a garage underneath. Oh. Her garage was underneath the, the bathroom window. Okay. And, the, and there was just this strip of forlorn-looking towel. But wouldn't the torn the garage roof. towel in yeah. the bathroom the, give the, the game away? The leftover towel that is now shorter and frayed. Yeah, the, the frayed, <laughs> the frayed the end of what you've left in there. Mate, that I would was look all my blood was in my penis. I wasn't thinking straight. I just needed to get clean. If I, if I went in, if I went into a bathroom after my after, my yes. new my new boyfriend friend. was in, your new friend, yeah, my new special yeah. friend was in, and he, I'd realised he'd been re- tearing my towel, like ripping my towels in two. I What's think, worse? Like, I think the guy's fucking. Well, there's only nuts. three outcomes there, mate. You either rip the towel, yeah. right? Or you don't rip the towel, in which case you've got a, a shitty towel you've got to leave in the bathroom. But it's not, it's not going to be shitty. You've cleaned it, haven't you? So that your well, bum yeah, is yeah, clean. Clean, I've used it to clean my bum and my willy. How dirty was your bum? <laughs> Life gets in the way, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> not particularly dirty, but I like to be spotless. I've said that before. Yeah. Nowadays, if I go out, I take a little packet of wet wipes with me, just in case. I think you're quite... Then I, then I, I think you're... Then I realise I'm married and I don't need them. <laughs> Put them back on the shelf, carry on with your shopping. <sighs> so, that's Rugby League sorted. Um, yeah. So, to... <laughs> to distance running, Alice. On this podcast, we've, we've talked an awful lot about um, playing through the pain. One of uh, Mike's favourite quotes of all time from Vince Lombardi, I don't expect my players to play injured, but I do expect them to play hurt. Correct. Well, for a sport that now is synonymous with people play-acting and rolling around and and pretending to be hurt when they're not, this is the ultimate example of playing through mm. the pain. This is Bert Trumpman, Man City goalkeeper at the 1956 FA Cup final. Birmingham counter-attack desperately, but Bert Troutman pounces like a cat. And again. But what's happened? Troutman's down. He's injured. Teammates help Troutman to his feet. He tells the trainer he's all right, but the crowd can see his neck is hurting badly. So there we have it. He played with a broken neck. Um, Unbelievable. He broke his neck with about 17 minutes to go. Um, it's a horrendous challenge. Roy Jones's chiropractor comes in with a chisel. <laughs> it's a horrendous Snaps challenge. Him. What I love about this, and the Pathé Newsreel gets an awful lot of mileage out of this, he, he goes on to make two in particular 
uh, incredibly important saves, but physical saves, because obviously in, in those days, being a goalkeeper was pretty dangerous. You could effectively headbutt a goalkeeper into the net and and, and, the, and the goal would stand. There's, um, I think it might be the 1957 FA Cup final where he's he's charged by the striker. Right. The goalkeeper has his cheekbone broken, but he's holding on to the ball. He lands up in the back of the net, goal stands. Nowadays, you'd end up in prison. In those days, it was just... That <laughs> yeah. was, it was the, the perfectly the match. <laughs> reasonable way of scoring a goal. So Troutman breaks his neck. Now, in the initial very heavy challenge, he stays down for a bit, understandably. He gets yes. up, rubbing his neck very gingerly. And he seems to rub his neck all the rest of the game. <laughs> he rubs his neck for the rest of the game. Now he makes Roll it out, rub my neck. Kick that, rub my neck. <laughs> now he makes I think it's broken. Now, he makes, he makes two very Trot important saves. Physical saves at the, at the striker's feet. Again, he gets up, more rubbing of the neck. <laughs> his neck is actually is literally crooked. Jesus and when he Christ. met Prince Philip after the game, Prince Philip apparently said, uh, "Your neck's crooked." Well, to be fair to Prince Philip, I mean that's that's mild. He's German, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it, it could have been a lot of work. A whole raft of material <laughs> that he decided to put to one side. So you know your 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 head's the wrong shape and it's pointing the wrong way, and your cr- neck is crooked. You sausage sucking kraut. He didn't. He didn't <laughs> Not now, Philip. I'm in pain. <laughs> he didn't realise that he'd broken it until a couple of days later because he got signed off by the physios <gasps> and then he went to hospital the next day and they said oh it's fine just sleep on it you right. and then he went back for a second opinion and they said yes you've broken your neck did you come back after that yeah he had, he had a difficult first season back because he lost all his confidence understandably again because he'd broken <laughs> his neck below his chin yeah the th- he got an obe and one of the things he got his obe for was for anglo-german relations so if you think about this yeah, he, he'd, he'd been at, at man city for a couple of years already by this point i think he was at Man City by he was a prisoner of war. He was a prisoner of war, right? And then never went back to Germany. Yes, yeah, so and and the Bert Trotman story is not widely known in Germany because he wasn't eligible to play for the Germans because he was playing his club football in England. Okay, so he was at Man City from 1949, I think. You know, this is four years after the war had ended, and there were enormous mm. um, protests against the fact that he was playing for the club. City had a large contingent of Jewish supporters. Okay. And they marched against it and they protested. And the thing with Troutman, I've known this story for years. And the way I was always told it was he, he got this OBE for Anglo-German relations. And even before then, he, he was seen as significant for this reason. He changed a lot of people's opinions on Germans and normal Germans for being such a good goalkeeper and being such a brave goalkeeper and being so loyal to Manchester carry on football films, club. And... <laughs> <laughs> What I haven't realised until I looked into this yesterday is that he was a, a Nazi war hero. He won the Iron Cross. Christ, was it? So Seriously? He, 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 did, he did buy into Nazism and, and Hitler. Although you could be an Iron Cross winner and, and not be a Nazi. He was... Well, I'm not, I just want to make... make I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm very I'm defensive there, Mike. <laughs> I'm not excusing Nazism. It's but, objectively a bad thing. <laughs> I'm saying a lot of a lot of the, a lot of the Wehrmacht, a lot of the, of the German, so, you know, professional soldier class would consider themselves to be soldiers, not not. Nazis. Where he was stationed, he was stationed with a lot of Italians, and but he would often. I'm glad we won. I'm <laughs> absolutely clear. <laughs> but he would often beat up Italian soldiers and steal their fags because he thought the Italians were like physically and mentally weak. He was quite a tough bloke, Trumpman. Mm. I'm with him on that one. To be uh, 
I just find it extraordinary that in in a game that physical was, football was so physical in those days to have broken his neck and he knows he's hurt himself because of the awful lot of ginger yeah. rugby. But what a story! This is why the internet's good, right? Because my dad told me that story about uh, Troutman. Yeah, when I was younger. But you, you know, when you were told these things in the old days, it wasn't like they were going to show a pathy news clip from the nineteen forties on TV anytime soon. Yeah, but now you can just find them. Yeah, you can you, yeah, you can look yeah. up anything. It looks like a proper poster boy for the old uh, <laughs> National Socialist mind, doesn't he? I, I mean, know. you love it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of no. memorabilia behind you there in the bar. <laughs> it's like that episode you know. of Father Ted. <laughs> <laughs> There used to be a place we've gigged here, Al, right? That in the um, the Wedgwood Rooms in Southsea, which is near oh Portsmouth. Portsmouth, yeah, yeah, with Dinger remember, the compé. Yeah, Dinger's a great yeah, yeah. pub. So then, on the way, listen to the pod as well. Hi, Dinger. Um, yeah. Driving into the gig, they, they to, there was a, a big advert on the side of pink on the side of a house, like on the on the the gable end of a house. Yeah, because there was a, like a Second World War memorabilia place there. And it said second World memorabilia. Um, Both sides. Guns. Um, <laughs> well, it did. In Both letters, it said, teams um, covered. It was, like, it was like Nazi goods. Well, wow. I was going in there to buy Nazi goods. Any Nazi stuff, mate? <laughs> Any Nazi stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was just, just browsing. What I, what, I, what I am interested in, though, <laughs> is... Uh, obviously, I, I've, been, I've been browsing the old uh, Allied stuff. Have you got any of this stuff? Well, you know, there's two sides to every story. Isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Anything access based? Access. <laughs> I, I mean, it's the history. It's the history I'm interested in more than anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a real, real bloody history buff. Me didn't do, do, didn't do it for all level, but um, yeah, just, uh, just, just really interested in the history. Doing a bit of research for a book. Here. Um, <laughs> what's the What's the book called? I I like Nazis. The book's called. <laughs> I was two pounds off twenty stone in the middle of lockdown, and I thought, "Fuck! If I hit twenty stone, yeah, next stop's be thirty stone." <laughs> I mean, that's not how it works, but yeah. Well, yeah, like, no, but like, that's what I honestly <laughs> thought. I thought because I keep saying I'm going to get in shape, but I'm just keep getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And first one, it was eighteen stone. Shit, I'm eighteen stone. Then it was only nineteen stone. And then I thought, fuck, I'm nearly at 20 stone. Did no part of you want to eat to the point where you reached 20 stone first, just to have been Yeah, there. that's what I did then. I'm a big round numbers guy. Yeah, you should have had yeah. six cheeseburgers for all time's yeah, sake. Yeah, exactly. Just nail it then, that one day. And then started training. Yeah, and then train after that, because you haven't really hit your target. <laughs> no, I could have done it in half a day, simple as well. Yeah. Absolute wanker. Wait yourself at a different time of day, don't poo for a day. Yeah. Mike, what are you drinking four litres of water for? I'm just to. trying to hit 20 stone, love. <laughs> Get a phone! Can you get a phone? <laughs> I tried to take a photograph the other day when I when I got under seventeen stone for the first time in a long time. Yeah, but I got these black glass digital scales. Okay, so obviously to try and get every bit of weight off when I'm when I'm weighing. So I did the first one naked. Pulls out. I always I always weigh naked, right? So I stood on the scales. I thought, fucking like yes, a box desperate to make. I was weight. sixteen stone twelve. Right? Yeah. I thought, I'll get the phone, it doesn't weigh much, and I'll take a photograph of the scales. And I got my feet in there, just on my toes, you can see it was me, right? Thank fuck I didn't post it, right? <laughs> because when I looked at it, my, my cock and balls... Of course they are. Because it's, it's a black glass scale. Yes, of course they are. <laughs> Imagine sticking that on Instagram. 
Honestly, it was five seconds away from going oh. online. Is that Mike? Is that Mike? That's Mike. <laughs> I remember Mike. Yeah. <laughs> no one needs to see that first. Thing. <laughs> oh, I, I wish you had. <laughs> oh, oh, it would have been so funny. God, that would have been good. Some, uh, I had a oh, screenshotted that. Oh, within seconds. Oh. Straight, straight <laughs> in the favourites. <laughs> yeah, but this old fella on here. And there's the old, there's the one old deer on there doing um, those sort of uh, Olympic ring pull-ups. Yes. Yeah. And there's, there's decent form on those people. The, the one bloke's doing deadlifts. That's fantastic. That's oh, what a great thing to have as your hobby. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Walking's good, but not just walking. Do something else as well. Don't fucking pick up a tin of beans. It's all, yeah. Do, do some curls with beans. I'm not fucking eight months old. Fucking beans. If you can't kill 330 grams, fuck off. Seriously. <laughs> Shit, a brick. <laughs> just, use, just use tins of beans. Fuck off. Have a bag of rice, lie on your back and bench that. Oh. <laughs> catering tin of beans. What are you on now? On a catering tin. <laughs> you are well done. It's like the sort of thing they show on breakfast TV back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even have There'd to buy the weights. Tw- some twat on there in Lycra. They'd have like baked beans in a carrier bag doing curls. Or like, oh, <laughs> baked beans in you. a carrier bag. <laughs> Deal yourself a fee. <laughs> yeah, makeshift exercise equipment is stupid. A lot of people planking in the gym recently, I've noticed. You're still not convinced that even if you put weights on your no. back while you plank? I tell you what I'm, proud of, I tell what I'm proudest about, right? I, I've, I've trained religiously now since August the 29th. Okay. I haven't done a single core exercise. Yeah. At all. Yeah. You should be proud. I haven't done a single stretch. And I haven't done a single warm-up. Set. Come on, everyone. Let's hear it from Mike. If I'm doing bench press, I know what my eight rep max was from last week. Yeah. I'll start on that. Straight. Take, take my tracksuit top off, put it on the floor, load up the bar, do that for eight reps. So you, you, you don't think you should stretch after a heavyweight session? No, I don't stretch and I don't do any warm-ups. Put it this way, I've stretched before every rugby game ever, I ever played in and I've broken every bone in my body <laughs> and pulled all my ligaments. And I, and I haven't stretched for three months and I'd be perfectly fine. There's not, there's not a single piece of evidence... Hard evidence that proves that stretching does you any good whatsoever. All warm-up sets. It's all bollocks. In my opinion. But if, you, if, if you do that, if you follow my advice to the letter and you injure yourself, you're not going to get me in court. So If you're following Mike's advice to the letter... <laughs> but anything, yeah. you're a dick. You're thick. You're, thick. <laughs> you're medically thick. You're thick. <laughs> Clinically thick. Clinically thick and we can't help you further. <laughs> Okay. If you th- think we can't say thick anymore these days, the, the, then you're thick. You, you're wrong. You're thick because we just have. Oh, I say thick all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, thick people are thick. I once, I once said, I said the thing about thick people is they can't remember your name. Like if I see someone in school that I was in school with 35 years ago, yeah, that was thick in school, yeah, I'll go, hey, Rich, all right, mate. All right, mate. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll say, oh, pal. I'll say, I'll say to Kelly, he hasn't got a clue who I am because he's thick. <laughs> <laughs> Not because he's traumatized. And she said, well, that's to do. <laughs> she said, that's nothing to do I with that. I bully that thick cunt for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, lot, a lot of thickies are stronger than they look. That's <laughs> thickies. Thickies. No, but you know what, though? I said, I said the thing is about thick, thick people just don't remember stuff. <laughs> she said, well, what do you mean? They can't. I said, well, that's why they're thick. I said, if, if you could remember, if you could remember stuff, you wouldn't be thick. That's what thick is. <laughs> if you teach me how hundreds, tens, and units work, I'll remember it because I'm not thick, right? 
If you're thick, you can't remember it. So you're thick. So if I see Richard, and I know his name is Richard because I'm not thick, <laughs> he's forgotten my name's Mike because he's thick. He was feeding the rabbit in school because he's thick. <laughs> right, we were Mike. all doing multiplication. Yeah, he was doing lettuce. His GCSE he was grated carrots, and he was happy with that because he was thick. And the other joy about being thick, mate, we think we we think we got the fucking long end of the straw, but you've got no expectations of you thick, have you? He's not keeping up with the Joneses. He can't spell Joneses. He doesn't, he doesn't even know what the Joneses' name is. He's forgot the name because he's thick. Blissful ignorance. It's, it's called that for a reason. Blissful ignorance. Not being thick is a bloody bane of my life. I wouldn't be so pissed about not being on panel shows if I wasn't so so not thick. I'm not thick. I'll tell you what is thick though, Mike. What? Not being able to read. So what's your audio book of choice this week? <laughs> Well, I'm going to turn the lights on. I want, to, I want to read a quote from it as well. I'm going to wait there. Okay. He's going to go and wake up, Ben. Get him to read it. <laughs> if Richard is listening to this, by the way, which he won't be. He won't know it's about him because he's thick. <laughs> he'll be in the pub or he'll be watching fucking I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> because he's thick, okay? He'd rather watch a moron eating a worm <laughs> and listen to this. Oh. Would you go on that? Then you listen go on, to, you go then on that in a heartbeat. Bu- then listen to bullying being justified I, for three yes. hours. I would. Well, well, this my caveat would be this. Yeah. I'd go on it. Yeah. I'm not doing any of the challenges. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck if people don't eat. It doesn't bother me at all. I'd come back to the camp. How many, how many stars have we got? Fuck off, stars. I, I think I'm eating a worm for you. You're mad. <laughs> You're mad. Have some beans and shut up. Have your fucking beans. They're not going to starve you. It's a right? TV it's show. It's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. You've got enough calories to live and you've got water, right? I'm not, eat- I'm not eating a fucking grub for you to have a freaking Big Mac. Forget it. Would you not have a spider in, I in a deep sea diver's f- helmet for no, seven minutes? I wouldn't do anything at all. No. We want to put you in this, in this glass coffin. No. I mean, the t- poor termites over you. No. <laughs> Genuinely, you wouldn't anything. do any of it. Do you think you might win do doing that? I don't know. I don't care. Give me my money. I'll go. <laughs> if you're booking it, you want someone to do no challenges <laughs> and not engage at all and call everyone else in there. I'd thick. love to see you around the <laughs> campfire. Talk to my agent. I would love to, to see you doing that. <laughs> round the campfire. Call, I got no time for th- calling Joe Pasquale thick. I would, I would love to watch it. Come back, fucking drenched in monkey spunk. Whatever they do. Oh, I got a steak. No it's got a steak. There's got no steak and chips. Monkey spunk <laughs> being poured on you. Monkey bukkake for a steak and chips. Yeah. Hey, everyone, I got a steak and chips because I'm covered in monkey spunk. <laughs> I go fuck off, Joe. You weirdo. Sad swear. Right, Mike. We've got four monkeys lined up in front of you. <laughs> Are you going to let them all spunk on you to get the camp some food? <laughs> no. At a push, I spunk on them for a bit. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's just for me. Cause I'm the one doing the hard work. I'm putting the hard try, yards here. Yeah. You try getting a boner over a monkey. Mike, will you 
wank on a monkey so fizz from coronation <laughs> can have a dessert <laughs> can have can have can a have table table delight. <laughs> fizz from coronation will, will you whack off over a macaque <laughs> So the fizz can have an angel delight. It's our game called Whack a Macaque. Come over here. Oh. Was that Izzy telling us to shut up? <laughs> that was Izzy saying that my laugh is keeping her awake. Oh, sorry. I haven't told her why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's telling a great joke about wanking over a monkey. Oh, God, sport, eh? Sport. <laughs> sport. <laughs> I forgot it as well. I it's forgot easily, about that. It's easily done. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, cry. Oh, Go on, me. hit me with your book. Monkey oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Macaque attack, Bubbins. Macaque attack. <laughs> I got a wicked pop shot, too. They'd be in trouble. How that ranger coming in trying to resuscitate a monkey? Oh my god, the ranger saying to Ant and Deck off camera, I just didn't expect this amount. His pants of it. This isn't coming off. <laughs> monkey going, get me out of here. <laughs> I'm a monkey, get me out of here. <laughs> Where's my angels you like? Fuck off. I don't care that Steve Pink wants new potatoes with his stick. <laughs> I did want good a monkey, but it wasn't a challenge, it was just for me. <laughs> Let your swash starve. He regularly has a Highland fling in the front room to remind himself of his days on the music hall and to entertain his wife, Elsie. But this sort of thing, remarkable enough in a man who will soon be embarking on his 90th year, is merely a warm-up for Mr. McLean's first love and main pursuit, sprinting. So there we go, the tartan flash, right? <laughs> I used to live by I used to live by the tenor, what would Burt Reynolds do, right? Right. That has changed since when I saw that on Thursday, to what <laughs> would the tartan flash do in any given situation, right? I just, it's so good. That, that opening, when you see, it, and his wife is sat there, love her, bless her, on the two-seater sofa, him. and he's doing a Highland fling, which, I, I mean... I talked to my mate Luke about this, who's Scottish, and we're in universal agreement that the Highland Fling is probably the shittest of all the world dances. Right? <laughs> he remembers me having to do the Highland Fling in school, and even Scottish people hate it, so I don't know who's supposed to enjoy it, right? Well, Elsie isn't. Well, she's hate- do you know what? i tell you why Elsie's not fucking enjoying it, shall I? Cool. She's seen it every day for 50 years. You know, just I, I can imagine Elsie, God, God rest her soul, just saying, Flash, can we just have, have a morning off? Yeah, just the the Welsh the Welsh equivalent is Dunshire Clockshire, which is clog dancing. I don't oh know if you've ever God. seen this. I make Gethin to do that. My dad would always say as a teenager, he'd say, "Oh, if you want girls to like you, Clockshire." Really, no matter how big your clogs are. Oh, I mean, there's a caveat there. If if you want girls who like clog dancing to like you, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's missed out a bit of that sentence. I would say, Dad, I want no bit. I want no part of the clog dancing fancy and girls. Thank you very much. Girls like the boys who come. So he's doing a Highland fling for his missus, right? And she's Your dad lied to you. With like, she's something like painted on eyes, isn't she? She, she is bored shitless. Oh. She is. She has heard him talk about winning the South African hundred meters in nineteen ten. Nine point nine. Amazing, though. Made. Well, it's it's it's, it's the hundred yards. 
pull you out. So he's shorter than Andromeda's. The Pollocks. Tartan Flash's name bandied around this podcast willy nilly. 9.9 <laughs> seconds. 100 yards, though, wasn't it? 100 yards. Yeah, shorter, shorter distance. I like you, two things about this. You're talking about a 10 800. That's doable. I loved him. I love him so much. He does the 100 metres in 14 and a half seconds as an 88-year-old. But I'm pretty sure, right? I mean, there's that clip when he's over at Crystal Palace there and Elsie's there wearing her Sunday best again, right? Yes. Yeah. She's there. She's there. Like like my nan. She looked like my nan in the day, right? My nan would have about 14 layers of clothes on. Yeah. So she'll have... I'm telling you, Elsie's wearing stockings with suspenders. Yeah. Petticoat. some, Some knickered arrangement, then a petticoat. Then an underskirt, then a girdle, then a skirt, and then a vest, and then yes. several blouses, and a top, and a jacket, and a coat, and a hat, and a, and a hat pin, right? And a, and a brooch. Right? <laughs> a brooch. <laughs> and a brooch, right? <laughs> With a stopwatch that I'm fairly convinced has been stuck on 14 seconds for about 30 years, right? Yeah. But there's no way, right? There's no way the Flash is doing that in 14 seconds. It's just, I just did think. I'd, I've got no idea what my hundred meter time is, but I thought oh. if I can't beat a hundred, if I can't beat an eighty-eight year old man, good boxer too, mate. Good boxer. Yeah, broke a bloke's ribs. My dad. What time did I do, love? What time was it? Fourteen <laughs> seconds again, Flash. Yeah. Oh, great that. Been fourteen seconds since the fifties. I'm so right. consistent. That's right, the enough. thing. I'm not draw. I'm 88, 90 years of age. Seconds is my personal best. He's doing sprints at the age of. He's almost. He's he's then getting on a plane to America, where like I think the next oldest bloke is like 48. He's like my. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to fancy your chances when you went in an over 40s race. If you're 44 and the bloke, the bloke in the lane next to you is is 50 years old. I fancy my chance against Alan Wells in the over 40s. I'm a very confident man. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know he? Does, I think I googled him. I think he died at ninety six. I was gutted. I'd like to think he died on the track. That'd be brilliant if he did. Did fourteen seconds again. I'll see he died five years earlier, and he just propped her up. She'd been embalmed with a fourteen second stopwatch next to the, next to the finish line. What says that love? What's that you say, Elsie? Fourteen seconds. Aye, right enough. That's what, another Highland fling. Okay, off you are so nicely. Love the way you say please at the end of that. Granddad Flash, where's, where's Nana Elsie gone? <laughs> right. In the track. She's been dead for years. Just there, just wheel her out. Stick her on the finish line. Little voice box just that just says 14 seconds. <laughs> Press play. How's it do, love? 14 seconds. <laughs> Fourteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wind blow high and the wind blow low. <laughs> Dancing around a corpse in the living room. Just out of habit. Just out of habit. We've all done it, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's Bantu for murderer? I was planned to have been kept against my will. <laughs> Poor woman. She didn't talk and all that. Do you know it? The whole talk. thing. What a life. Oh Wake God. up in the morning, just think, oh, Jesus Christ. Put 14 layers on, go downstairs, have a, have a Highland fling, go to the track in the rain, say 14 again. seconds, come home. <laughs> Even though it's clearly taken him a minute and a half. <laughs> come home. He hit the muscle Africa again. 9.9, I did love 9.9. <laughs> Iron is kilt. Curse my longevity and go to sleep. 
Did you break his ribs? Oh, that's, that's great. That. That's oh, right, right. 1910. Yeah. 9.9. 9. That's great. See you in the morning. Yeah. And I, do, I don't even reckon Band 2. That was Band 2 for Little, little Fast. Little Fast Man. Good night, Flash. <laughs> Imagine with your Band 2 Google Translate. It says here it means you weak cunt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the Flash. Shut up. Don't knock the Flash. All oh, the band two lads just a shunt, you know. Fast one, fast one. Night now. Fast band two for 14 seconds. Although I love you, Elsie. Aye. Thanks. <laughs> I <laughs> love you too. <laughs> 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 Want a cup of tea, Elsie? 14 seconds. Aye. Right enough. Elsie, how much longer should I do this fling? 14 seconds. <laughs> I want, I want nothing more in life than in 50 years from now to still be putting on my best Highland gear and doing a fling for my wife downstairs and then going down to Leckworth running track. <laughs> Smashing bro- out a one minute, 30, <laughs> metres. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's there just going. 14 seconds, For man. Christ's sake, just tell him 14 seconds, please. It's not worth it, Ben. It gets it's angry otherwise. It. God. He gets angry and bangs on about South Africa. <laughs> if we don't want him to bang on about FW to Club, <laughs> it's, it's easier to say that he's run 100 metres in 14 seconds and then we can all go I, t- home. I told him it was 14 now. He was PW Boater for four days. <laughs> Please don't mention that time Ellis did Zola Bud as a clip because he'll lose his rag again. British! <laughs> <laughs> As is my love of pubs and all, and all things and all things very British. Um, I love this clip. This is this is something that should still be going today. And if it is going today, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. It'll be the 21st century Fred Truman. This is uh, Indoor League, which ran for several years in the 1970s. Now then, I just slipped out for a minute from the biggest bonanza of sporting scale I've ever clapped eyes on. Down here at the Queen's Hotel in Leeds, we've got 60-odd of the best players I've ever seen in my life. None of your Charlton and your Geoffrey Boycotts, mind you. This bunch of lads are kings at those sports you get up and down the land in every pub. There's one fellow who's shown up from Scunthorpe in a 10-gallon Stetson hat, and he's floating coins around in the best game of show opening I've ever happened across. And there's two of the cockiest blokes, students playing table football, as though they were Giles and Bremner. So let's get cracking. We got those 60 in there. The first prize in each game is 100 quid. That's uh, good, what, what do you want? I mean, what do you, what do you want to watch? What do you want? <laughs> you, you, want you want Fred Truman, you know, up against a bar with, his, uh, with a pipe, with a pipe, talking about, you know, there's, there's a young lad backstage and he's got, uh, with, with a 10-gallon hat. And he plays the best game of shove eight beneath the seen around these parts in many a long year. <laughs> and the bloke's just playing shove eight beneath, uh, bar billiards, um, darts on a Yorkshire board. A, a Yorkshire yes. board, none of that, none of that trebles. None of the trebles. Yeah. Yeah. trebles. That, that is a proper Yorkshire board, is that? <laughs> I just assume it just takes a lot longer to play. Yeah, exactly. No yeah. Yeah. I mean that's because that's what people want to watch, isn't it? No, I, if, if, if you're with I, your a lot of people these days drinking in my house. I've got a bar in my house. Mm-hmm. I can just sit there having a beer, watching people play proper pub sports. I loved that he was presenting by smoking a pipe and drinking a pint of beer. 
I, it's, I and just, knowing Freddie Truman, they weren't they weren't that they weren't props. No, 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 definitely not. Well, no way, not in 1973. This is the biggest bit sporting skill I've ever clapped eyes on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! The greatest yeah. game of shove apony I've ever happened across. <laughs> like who? who Ten speaks seconds like, in. Oh, this is the best video I've ever seen. <laughs> no one speaks like that anymore, do they? No one speaks. People are afraid to speak like where they're from. At what point did that become? Um, people think that wasn't appropriate for TV, or that wasn't. I mean, I've seen some of the dross they have on late night television. You're going to be kidding me. That's not as good as watching a bloke doing a roulette wheel. Or some bloke selling trousers on QVC. Get fucked. There was a Welsh program called Poems and Pints. Oh yes, I got like, the album. That had people like Ryan Davis, the comedian, and Max Boyce, right. and Ruth Maddock. Oh, what, her husband? Oh God. Oh, Philip Maddock. Philip Maddock. Oh, as well. Okay. Yeah, and it was filmed yeah. in a pub in the valley somewhere. Right. And that's it's actually that. quite a cool format in front of a load of pissed people, and then there was yeah, wheel tappers and shunters on British yeah, telly. Exactly. Yeah. Well done. I watch on a regular basis. I think we talked about this before. I regularly come back from gigs, or if I if I don't sleep well at night, I watch Bullseye all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, those programs, what I like, Chevy Penny Live HD, they were <laughs> televising what the people at home were doing anyway. In in that it was actually quite a, I think it was probably quite an accurate portrayal of working class culture in the seventies. I yeah. mean, nowadays, if it was an accurate portrayal of working class culture, be a load of people on their phones. I don't, know if you yeah. could, I don't know if you could televise that. A load of, load of texting. <laughs> yeah. He snorts the best line of cocaine I've seen in many a long year. Yeah, yeah. Sh- Sharon is very, very quick on WhatsApp. <laughs> Whether it's emojis or, or actually typing words, there's nobody quicker in Rotherham. <laughs> if it's selfish you want, Runcorn's <laughs> Davy is the man. You should see his Instagram filter game. <laughs> Pro indoor league, indoor yeah. shit league, oh. indoor phone league. Yeah, it's not. It's not just iPhones, Samsung Galaxies, Googles, mm. Androids. There's nothing he can't text on. <laughs> hey, happen it happen I once saw him with a Motorola back in the day. <laughs> this lad's very good at illegally streaming sport. He's only actually got a free view box. He's got none of the BT Sport or Sky Sports channels, but he always finds a link. <laughs> what young Kyle doesn't know about private browsing doesn't need to be known. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves a oh, very small uh, digital I'll... footprint. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Young Helen from Halifax is the absolute queen of plenty of fish. Here she goes, look. And it's cock snaps left, right, and centre. <laughs> but you'd still get Fred Truman presenting. Oh, yeah. Of course you will yeah. get a young 18-year-old. No, no way. I'm Vernon K presenting it. He swipes right like there's no business. <laughs> Look at him. Swiping right like there's no tomorrow. <gasps> Three blowjobs in a day and it's still not too much for him. <laughs> oh, this is Phil. He's addicted to gambling on his phone. He's got all of the apps. He's sold everything in his house. <laughs> his family life's in terrible trouble. <laughs> his wife's left him. He's crushed with, crushed with self-doubt. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but let's watch him play some bingo on phone. Oh, he's lost again. Football, Graham racing, horse racing. And he knows literally nothing about horse racing. That's the terribly tragic thing. <laughs> lucky charms. There's nothing lucky in Helen's life. <laughs> Here we go. There's young Jane there. <laughs> young Jane from Castleford. 
happen. You've seen it a few times, fingering herself on videos. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's right. <laughs> Shut you can up. phone in the teller whatever you'd like to see. Oh, and she's happy. <laughs> She'll happily double penetrate herself stop with dildos. Or dominoes. They could still televise that. <laughs> cutting, cutting from one to the other. Oh, God. Yeah, light and shade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the piss. Bit of light and yeah. shade. Back to the table football. Okay. Mix it up a bit. Blow football. Then. Uh... Did you ever play Tippit? What's Tippit? No. Is, that, tip is that a Welsh-speaking thing? Because Tippit was a game where you, where you you had to hide... A, it was a pub game, and you had to hide a coin in your hand, and then people had to guess which hand the coin was in. But there were, I think there were three of you on either side of a pub table. It's the best Facebook notifications I've seen in this <laughs> minute. Her statuses are long, and more importantly, they're not to the point. <laughs> but my God, they garnered a lot of comments. <laughs> Within five comments, she can turn anything to a debate about Brexit. <laughs> what Tracy doesn't know about emojis is, quite frankly, not worth knowing. And all she wants is a country back, and she's proud of it. <laughs> Join us next week on Indoor Phone League. There's nothing wrong with being patriotic. <laughs> There's Peter looking at him in the corner, concentrating. Oh, he's an absolute whiz on the dark web. <laughs> From guns to ganja. Oh, who'd have thought it? Getting cocaine delivered to your front door. <laughs> you couldn't make it up. No. <laughs> None at Faffer buying it from dealer. You'll never need to get wet again. <laughs> Poor old post, he's got no idea what he's delivering. He's not complicit, mind. He doesn't pack post, he just delivers it. If you know now, they can't prove out. <laughs> Uh, Laurie was different. I mean, at the time, football was a kind of working class, work, well, a working class sport. But to have someone doing playing ballet and um, and dancing and into clothes and fashion and all those refineries of life, it, it, it was uh, it was it was certainly different. The first time I ever seen big garlic king prawns in the shells was Laurie ordered it in the restaurant, and I thought, what's that? And he, he had these king prawns, and I, and I, I remember saying to him. Oh, that looks great. Can I try one? And he, pe he peeled it for me because I, I couldn't. Peeled it for me and gave me one of his garlic king prawns. You would have got I'll let you talk, Alan, but can I, can I just say thank you, right? <laughs> it's genuinely <laughs> the funniest thing I've seen this year. The thought process. In, in it wouldn't be so bad if it was in isolation. Like, well, there's, there's like three super poignant recollections first. It's <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Peter Reed has it. I don't think there's an actor on earth good enough to play that wide-eyed innocence the the took the shell off sheer it. wonder he has when he's describing the size of his prawn <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to say to peter reed of all the things is that your number one anecdote about mind? <laughs> Oh, the racist chanting so the bananas funny. he got chucked at him, the horrific abuse he got. 
at every football ground he played at. The fact that he was amazing. He was he was a superb footballer and he was a complete Just, trailblazer. Yeah. And clearly for Peter Reid, he was a trailblazer Amazing. in culinary terms as well. Because <laughs> Peter Reid had never tried garlic prawns. never tried garlic prawns before. Oh my god. I when I watch this clip, I I'm I've probably watched it twenty times. I've seen it twenty times today, mate. I just could <laughs> not believe I was also, in again in Peter Reed's defence, he has been He's royally been... stitched up oh, by the editor. Has he ever? He has been sucked up semi chronic. Because I don't know what the 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 editor what? must be a Liverpool fan. What's the thought process though? Because also in in that way that you know it's, it's a very it's a very common thing that's been for a long time now. But documentary editors tell you how to feel with the music, the beds they have. Yes. So when. Ian Wright is talking about home. Oh, it's like watching a magic trick and haven't explained to me, go on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the music. Go on, Ben, des- tell us. Des- Kelly, get in here! <laughs> Alice is deconstructing documentaries for us! <laughs> but the music is, is, you know, is building up and you're thinking, I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry. And then Peter E's like, but the size of these prongs! <laughs> and the music, what? if you notice, stops. Think about Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens came around my house once and he grouted in my bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget about Je- Jesse Owens. Like, he's enough a watch. He used to check the time on his phone. <laughs> like, I see Jesse, why don't you buy a watch? He, like, it's, I just don't like the way he feels on my wrist, so i got to just check my phone. Or... Four clips about Nazis before that. <laughs> Hitler walking out of the stadium. Until today. My favourite comedy edit of all time was in that episode of Alan Partridge where Alan uh, takes Jill on a date and he says, Jill, do you like owls? You could go shopping. Ah! <laughs> that, that, that until today was the funniest edit I'd ever seen. <laughs> that has now been usurped <laughs> by the Peter Reed Carly Braun. Yeah, and the fact that Laurie... God rest is, is no longer with us, yeah. and, the, and his brother's talking about him, and his brother's yeah, yeah. almost in tears. Obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't. I'm, I'm biased, but he was the greatest footballer. He was like, oh Jesus, I'm, I'm filling up here. Yeah. Right. And then, we went out to this restaurant, right? Reed, Reed he drops the prawn bomb on him. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh, it's the yeah. This way of peeling prawns. It's the wa- I mean, I I can peel I can peel those prawns. You he peeled you know, it before me. It's um, it's like something out of a fast show. He's amazing. an amazing. I I really like Peter Reed actually. Oscar Schindler, mate. Yeah. You know, for me, I remember the time he came around the house and he had, he had a tiramisu. I never heard of tiramisu. Well, Schindler, like, he do his laces like the big loops, like little kids, like primary school kids. Like, he, do, he didn't do his laces like an adult, like a grown-up. That's what I'll always remember about Oscar Schindler. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck me. Guns used to use roll-ons, you old man. I've never seen nobody. <laughs> that kettle song. They used to come round my house on his Zimmer frame. That's just amazing, man. Like, he was out in his jeans flat. No crease in it. Oh. Yeah, you raise a few quid on that, but his jeans. I've got to tell you about his jeans. 
Oh my god. <laughs> that fucking mother said he's in me. So I mean She didn't have a debit card. <laughs> Just cash. She, when she went abroad, like she did loads of work abroad and travelled as checks. All cash. So at the start of the other day, if you mugged her then, she'd have loads of money. Because she, she couldn't take none out for like in a hole in the wall at ACM or nothing. And that's what I always remember about Mother Teresa. <laughs> I always remember that on Mother Teresa. So like you know the slit in the in a like wallet where you'd keep debit cards it was just train tickets, just old train tickets. <laughs> you couldn't make it up. That's because I'm going to shoot that. I'm not having it on, no. We log our clips, two or three podcasts in advance, and we chop and change sometimes. But I put this in there, and then I completely forgot we had the George Weir clip on last week. Yeah. So this is a football that I'd never heard of, called Ali Diar, um, or as they call him at the time, Ali Dyer. And it's just a great story. Like I, I can't, I don't know how this would fly today, so... This is, well, we'll do, do, do a quick intro and then I'll tell you the story. In 1996, Southampton manager Graham Souness got a call purporting to be from World Footballer of the Year George Weir with a tip-off about a Senegalese player called Ali Dia. He played with George Weir at Paris Saint-Germain and last year he was playing in the second division in Germany. And um, we, we said come down and trim this for a week or so and see, see what's what, so we're looking. Dia claimed to have played for his country. In fact, he said, he'd scored two goals for them days before this training session. With a CV like this and George Weir's apparent endorsement, no wonder Souness signed Ali Dia. So Graeme Souness is manager at uh, Premier League Football Club. It's all going very, very well. Uh, he gets a phone call purporting to be from George Weir, who was the World Football of the Year at the time. Tell him about this fantastic player that he knew called Ali Dia, who he who yeah. played for Senegal, <laughs> played with him at Paris Saint Germain. Well, he also claims that he's his cousin. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. He claims that yeah. Ali yeah. Dia is is George Weir's cousin. Oh, right. Okay. And but also plays is currently playing in the second division of German football. And then Graham Souness talks to the press about this this phone call, you know, and says, "Yeah, we'll give him a shout." You know, if if George Weir saying he's he's the man, then he's, he's certainly worth looking at. Ends up playing forty three minutes in the Premier League, nearly scores, <laughs> and then it's, it's a nice callback to an even earlier podcast when we talked about Blythe cool. Spartans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we have the Blythe Spartans manager then saying we're like a non league team from the northeast, saying. I'm watching Match of the Day and thought, that's Ali Dia, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is some, some bloke who, who was African playing for Blythe Spartans in the North East, non-league football. So I just... <laughs> and then, but I don't know, I don't know, right? I don't know what happened, what the follow-up of this was. You, you two might know. But he says, when he's, he's talk, he talks about it then, um, Ali Dia, yeah. he said, they're asking him, well, did, did George Weir phone Graham Souness? He said, I don't know. I listened to a podcast about this last night because okay, I just love this story. This guy got a mate who wasn't George Weyer to call Graham Souness to claim that he was George Weyer's cousin. Now, he's not George Weyer's cousin. The guy phoning Graham Souness was not George Weyer. The podcast I listened to um, it was quickly Kevin Willie's score, which was a big interview with Matt Letissier. Now, this, this yeah. idea is now 
famous and notorious amongst um, football fans, especially of a certain age. He was shit, right? He was rubbish. So he turns up for training, and the players don't know anything about him. And Matt Letizia said, we all assumed, because he was so bad in training, we all assumed he'd won a competition. So he won a competition, oh, like, a competition in the local. Oh, he had four weeks to live, and it was just, yeah, they'd yeah. raise money for him. So we all assumed. <laughs> so all, the, all the players. He's on the Make a Wish Foundation. So all the players, the Southampton team, assume he's won a, a competition in the local rag or something. Yeah. What did they think when he was in the changing room? Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly that's word for word what Matt says. <laughs> You're playing a match and he's getting changed. So when they do... Christ, what a competition. <laughs> How many bags of crisps did he eat? <laughs> Come up with a new Walker's flavour and play in the Premier League. So when they turn up and he's getting changed, they're like, that is some fucking competition. Wow. Fair play to Graham. He's a man of his word. So they all assume there's part of the competition oh, he, gets to, he gets to listen to the team talk. Anyway... <laughs> Letizia gets injured. <laughs> love to listen to the team talk in your kit. Put your shin pads on for the off. chat. See Sally yeah. warming oh, up. It's like man. you've got to be joking. So, uh, so what's Josh, your thank you. So Josh Whitaker asked him. He said, "What was it like on the Friday then before you play the Leeds?" He said, "Well, the Friday was always oh. a very relaxed day. We would just have a, maybe a game of five aside and a bit of a stretch, and that was it, really." Big game on the yeah. Saturday, <laughs> and he he didn't play well in the in the five sets. So when he was part of the match day squad, the players could not believe it. Anyway, so Letizia gets injured and it goes off after half an hour, I think, or twenty minutes. Sees Ali here on the touchline, and thinks, "You're joking. You have to be joking." So Josh said, "Was a did a part of you think it was funny, or did a part of you think, oh, I can't wait to see how he actually gets on?'" And he went, "No, because yeah. we were all worried about our win bonus, and the guy was rubbish." Mm, of course, yeah. So he'd been like Bambi on ice in training, and then he said he had no positional sense at all. So he was just running around. He was quite fit. There's a quote from Graham Sooner saying he was everywhere the ball had just been. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets, so he gets subbed on, and then he gets subbed off. After seventy oh, minutes, so he, I think he, I think he, I think he plays for forty-two minutes. He comes on as a sub and then gets subbed on. They yeah. off. They bring Ken Moncow on. Oh, but what I love about it is the nineties is, I think, my favourite decade of football because it's the first decade with real money in it. So it's mm. got nineties, it's got modern money, but seventies and eighties sensibilities. So the players no, are still, the players are still drinking. It's quite unprofessional, in particular in if you compare um, the Premier League to the to European football or American sport, for instance. There's no due diligence at all. Graeme Souness, no you one at the club. You think someone would have phoned George Weir and said, <laughs> "Yeah, I've got a cousin got an idea." No, yeah, you think someone would find out? <laughs> Apparently, on oh, the shit, we just signed for forty grand a week <laughs> on the Sunday. <laughs> on the Sunday, he'd got injured, so he went in and had a physio session. Was like yeah, I've Good picked lad. up a Get the most out of strain it. or whatever. So he he the the physio Can looks I take after those him. Towels home? <laughs> well, then he doesn't turn up on the Monday and he hasn't paid his hotel bill. He's just fucked off. Oh, super. He ended up playing at Gateshead, and apparently he wasn't very good at Gateshead either. Well, this is the thing. When I watched that originally, I thought he's played for Blythe Spartans, though. You know, she, he must have been all right. But then I thought, if you're on the fifth tier of English football, 
Yeah. There's at least two and a half thousand players better yeah. than you. And if you're playing for Blythe Spartans, if you turn up, say, for a Tuesday night game of five aside, or even Sunday league, you're going to be better because you're training properly. And a lot of the players at that level were at, prop, were at professional clubs, say, until they were 16 or 17, then let go. So there's often the spark of talent there, but it's not enough to sustain yeah. you. But it's still a Premier League match. He still had to be registered and then just disappeared. Yeah, well... That's that's a lot of paperwork to fill in. Well, That's what I mean, for for a guy who you know is crud. Well, Letizia has done Soccer Saturday with Souness for 20 years and and has never mentioned it because he's too scared. Do you think he thought he would get away with it and play? It it doesn't feel like it. It's not a prank, is it? What is the worst that could have happened there, right? Yeah. If someone would have gone, shut up, put the phone down on you, right? Yeah. But imagine what he felt like when the... Is Makers Back says um, they wanted to go to train. <laughs> what? Oh. And then he does it. And then I, you're, you're, you're in the match day squad for Saturday. You are shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> I re- at what point did he think oh, this has gone too far? Great. I don't want to play us. We got two minutes for it. Later, later. Two minutes for a chat. Two minutes for a chat. Great, Graham. Oh, it's quite important. I'm I'm a liar, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Graham, you know the fans are chanting Ali's liar is a liar. Is a liar. <laughs> I, I'm a bad, bad liar. I don't know George Graham. Ware. I've never met him. He's not my cousin. And even if he was my cousin, that doesn't mean that I'd be good at football. <laughs> That's the other thing. What if what if I was David Beckham's cousin? Yeah, I could might still sh- be shit. Yeah, football is a brother, is it? Football's yeah. not a hereditary position. <laughs> You, you marry your cousin. I was like, you know, that's how distant they are. We've pointed that out before. <laughs> I mean, I got I got off with George a couple of times, but it doesn't mean I'm very good at football. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine getting a trial if you got off with George Weir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, having to prove it with pictures on your phone. This, that's me getting off I with George Weir. <laughs> That's me and Volker Revs. Can you bring some fucking George, George. Please? Yeah. Yeah. I would get off with any footballer to get a Premier yeah, League absolutely. game, would you? Not a problem. Ian Dowie? Would. Yeah, that was, that was exactly oh. what I was thinking. Of. I'd, I'd lick him all over for a game of the Premier League. <laughs> Ian, if you're listening. <laughs> a, oh. sorry, and B, yeah. <laughs> A, that was overly harsh, and B, are you up for it? Yeah. <laughs> and C, can you confirm I get a Premier League oh, game on the back of it? Yeah. Before. I, I, I will need that in writing, and I, 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 I will need to check that. I do want to see that certificate. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Liverpool versus Arsenal here at Anfield. It's the big kickoff, the 3 p.m. kickoff and Sky's Soccer Sunday. New player, Mike Bubbins, who got off with Ian Dowie in the week. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp, of course, said that he's perfectly happy to play Bubbins in a front three alongside uh, Salah Firmino. Oh, Bubbins, 48 years of age, has never played football, but he snogged Ian Dowie for two and a half to three minutes as stipulated. According to Premier League guidelines... Dowie said he's got no idea how good Bubbins is. Word on the street is that he's not great. He's morbidly obese. 
<laughs> Liverpool defending champions, of course. <laughs> Arsenal have had a good pre-season. They've... <laughs> <laughs> As he salutes the cop, Bubbins hits his debut. Will you get a second game at Anfield? Mate, if I score, that top's coming straight off as well. <laughs> Never mind the yellow card. Swinging it around your head. Oh, my God. Oh, Virgil God. van Dijk there telling Bubbins where to stand at this corner kick. <laughs> Bubbins' lack of positional sense becoming fairly obvious for all to see. Played rugby to a fairly high standard. That's completely irrelevant today. 30 years ago. <laughs> and he's been sent off. Incredible. <laughs> se- predictably. <laughs> Fabin's predictably headbutting Granite Xhaka. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Oh, oh, my God. He's refusing to leave the pit. <laughs> Ian Dowie shaking his head in disbelief. What was what was Carragher and Neville Nick? <laughs> they have to analyse it. Back to the studio. He doesn't know where to stand. <laughs> He's not fit, and he doesn't know where to stand. His first touch is woeful, and I mean woeful. Oh my but, god. But he got off with the entire last those are the rules, so <laughs> rules and rules. It's a, it's a new it's a new card that I don't agree with it, Gary don't agree with it. None of the explanations. Shut up, shut up. I'm gonna die. It's it's bringing the game into disrepute. Mike's gonna have a heart attack. He's done nothing, he's done nothing. <laughs> Oh, what age is this kid? It's a different sport. What's that mean? It means nothing. I can't breathe. And you can see in Klopp's eyes. He's got it that he's got to play him. He's got to play him. We all watch the kiss. The kiss is televised. I genuinely thought you were going to die. <laughs> what a way to go, though. Yeah. Imagine the publicity for the podcast. That's true. Well, the- well, well, can, can we get that in, in, on the pod? If one of us does die during the pod, we oh, can still put, put that. Out. We can put that out. Yeah. Put it out. Oh, well, okay. Let's be honest, boys. It's going to be me and. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate you trying to sugarcoat the pill I, for that, me. That was nice oh. of me. I thought. <laughs> Leave that podcast there, shall we? <laughs>